save with a grin Every day that begins, I'm praying, amen I'm playing again, about to get the cash quick So sit on back and watch the stacks then Yeah, that's it, I want it all, man Three knee-high stacks and a tall can I want you calling, of course I want you all in Now I'm getting more chips, yeah, I'm balling Las Vegas nights, poker tables, cold cash You're floating boat, fake roll, getting back and holding back I'm staying aggressive the way I play with the stack this ain't the press, a couple plays. GD and D, Vegas LB on the hook, yo, they about to pay. Took my sack off the table, fear to the head, had a waiting in the room, threw the cash on the bed. Keeping these feelings, that's all I want while I'm playing my hand And I enjoy my time, after all, here I am It's the T-Mac, keys back, with some feedback And green sex, I'll lean back and just relax Go for it, go and never know what could have been I'm here to stay, here to play, here to say, deal me in See me reeling in a sucker fish, sucker fit Gonna get all of it, he can't call it, watch him muck again Up again, late night, yep, I'm in games time Three stacks, be at the table, sit the name right in plain side Ace high, I'm taking this pot down He's on the clock now, he started walking around Talking about two Harry Bowman, face up, I showed him nothing but I told him, face is up. Welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. I didn't realize the song ended that quickly. 
This is the 200th show, and I'll tell you, I'm not 100% tonight, and hopefully I will be able to do it, but I got tired of waiting. We just have to do the show. We've been waiting for number 200, and when I say we, I'm referring to our lovely co-host, who will be among many others appearing on the show tonight, hopefully. You never know how it goes here. But our lovely co-host, Brandon Drexel Gerson, if I can find him. <laughs> Actually, I can't find him. Anyway, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. We'll, we'll get him on in a second. I am Todd Dandruff Wittellis. This is actually episode number 200. Since the site went up in the spring of 2012, we have done 199 episodes prior to this. Now, you may wonder how I'm counting the episodes. I'm counting the episodes of anything that is either the Druff and Drexel show, the Druff and Friends show, the Druff, Drexel, and Vowel show, the Druff, Drexel, and Daredevil show, anything that I was doing or that Brandon was doing, like Into the Night with Drex. Speaking of Brandon, here he is. So that's how we were counting it. Basically, uh, any... Am I on the Fraud Show? You're on the Fraud Show. Welcome to the 200th Fraud Show, Brandon. And I was saying that the reason we're at 200, if it was just this show that we do... I didn't realize that opening song was so short. I didn't either. How much dead air did we have? I don't know. (laughs) I came back and I'm like, where is it? I'm like, oh, crap. It's been sitting with dead air. Like, how embarrassing. That's that's so fitting for this show that our 200th show, which is not supposed to have fail, in the first four minutes already has dead air because I I don't realize the show, the song's only four minutes. Actually, I knew it was four minutes. I just didn't know four minutes had passed. But uh, I have a good excuse. I was getting stuff together. And I won't get too graphic to gross out the audience, but I was getting stuff together, so hopefully I won't have to get up and leave the show uh, due to my cold that I have. And, and that one guy used to take bowel movements on the show. That's true. So I guess compared to that, I can't be gross. But anyway, I was saying the way we're counting 200 episodes is by any show that I was involved with or any show that you were involved with. A, a user show. We had a few user shows that, like uh, – the Zone Blitz and uh, uh, Seriously Serious did a few shows, and uh, Beer and Poker and Lou Father did some shows. So those don't count. And I, I was happy to have them use Poker Fraud Alert server to do them. But I'm talking about Poker Fraud Alert Radio, which means either something done by me or you or both of us. So that's how we're counting. This is number 200. And I was saying in the months leading up to this that if you listen to the archives or the call to listen line when we're not on, you'll hear one of almost 200 shows that it picks randomly to run when we're not on. And now it's no longer almost 200 shows. Now it is actually 200 shows. And we didn't do anything for number 100. I don't even know when that was. I just wasn't counting around that time. So it would have been nice if we had a 100th episode. We did, but we just didn't pay attention that we did. But 200 we are celebrating. And uh, we're going to try to bring back some things you might remember, some people you might remember. We're going to make some cold calls to various people who have and haven't appeared on the show that might be interesting to have on here, including maybe some that wouldn't want to be on here. But we'll, we'll kind of sprinkle that within the show. We'll give uh, our retrospective of what we've enjoyed about having this show, what we have not enjoyed, how it can be a pain in the ass sometimes. What about things that are just indifferent? That too. I mean, just anything. And, uh, and you'll, you'll hear a lot of different voices from the past. And, of course, we also have a regular fraud show because a lot of stuff happened in the last 15 days since we were on. And we can't just 
come but, on here and pat ourselves on the back and jerk ourselves off during the show. But most importantly, we have a free roll, a big free roll. We now. do. Even it's gotten more uh, gargantuous since we started. Yes. The the one guy, the nice guy from Canada, he wants a hundred dollars thrown on top, money mm. back. Uh, Simp dog, hundred more dollars. Wow. Tonight, he said. Well, then I got to figure out on the fly how yeah, much it's going fly. to be. So that that makes our total prize pool for the free roll and contest tonight five hundred and ten dollars. That's what we're going to be giving away. Before anybody gets any grand ideas, though, not just anyone can get this money back. That's right, Druff? That's true. Uh, you I have, have to go a to poker. We're going to get some of those in there tonight. We might, and and so you have to go to pokerfraudler.com slash free roll and understand the rules on there as far as qualifying for the contest money. The free roll money, the contest money, it all, it's all under the same rules as far as whether you qualify for it. I, I got a really weird email yesterday from someone who claimed he played the free roll yesterday and won it and wants his prize. <laughs> and I, I'm like, wait a minute. We, we didn't have a free roll yesterday. The, the free, it may have technically been on the system, but there was nobody there, I'm sure. So this guy was claiming he played it against 10 people and won. I don't know what the hell he's saying. But anyway, no. If you won yesterday just because it was technically running on the poker oh, wait. room. Did a free roll even take place, though? Yes, a free roll took place, that, but, but I don't think anyone was there. I mean, he was probably the only one there just playing against people blinding out. That's my guess. Oh. But, but anyway, to, tonight is the night we're giving the money away, and you have to qualify. This guy wouldn't have qualified anyway. That's the funny thing. You have to qualify, and you have to read how to qualify at PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll. And if you're not already qualified by tonight, you probably don't. The only way you can qualify by tonight, or tonight if you haven't yet, is if I know you from beforehand. Well, what about if I know them too? Yeah, or if, if Brandon, yeah, right, right. If Brandon knows them, so someone that we same. know is not just here to uh, leech free roll money. And when we say know you, we mean either someone we're close with or someone that uh, has been around in this community going back a number of years. Not not just some guy we know from poker or something. And that applies to both of us. Like, for instance, my good friend Jeannie. Yes, Jeannie would qualify. That be a good example? Yes, that's a good example. Jeannie would definitely qualify. Yes. So make sure you check that out. And tonight we're going to have uh, $450 worth given away in the free roll with a $200 first prize. What I'm going to do with the extra money is distribute it to the lower prizes because it was very uh, disproportionate prior to this where it was a 200 first prize. We wanted a 200 first prize for the 200th show. But then the next prize was 75, and it went down pretty fast from there. So, And I was also afraid maybe some people would try to make deals, which I don't really want to see because you know, it's just kind of lame. So now we're going to make it so it's uh, – Deals. Yeah, we've had that before for for some of the Come bigger on. for some of the bigger free no rolls we've had. No deal yeah, we, fraud we actually have. That's a sad thing. We actually have had people make deals uh, because they – didn't want to risk the uh, you know finishing with only forty dollars versus eighty. <laughs> so they're like, hey, hey, let's chop at sixty each. Like I've gotten that before, and I've honored it, but I like I, I don't really want that. So there should be no deals on the anniversary. Yeah, I don't want show. any. I don't want any deals. So if you don't message me saying uh, straight up, yeah, you know, send this to this person. Now, of course, I guess you could do it behind my back, but I'll get pissed off. So just just don't. Just just play it out. It's it's only two hundred dollars first prize. So just. No deals. That in fact, now second, third, and fourth, and fifth are going to get bigger because of the extra hundred from Simp Dog, and we have. And some... also, we have to thank the other sponsors. Now we had a, a very uh, generous donation from C Money yes. for two hundred dollars, and we had some other, uh, believe Belly Buster, and who else now? Well, I'm going to get to them. Hang, hang on, just one second okay. here. Actually, actually, Brandon, you uh, I, I do something in the background for one second here. Just uh, 
Say something. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, as most people know, the uh, National Football League has started their first contest of the year tonight, which is kind of coinciding with radio. It's almost over. It's the fourth quarter. and uh, I'm a little shocked. It seemed Carolina had all the momentum going into uh, or starting the third quarter, and then after Cam Newton took that hit, you know, for those that are watching this American football contest, now uh, the momentum has swung uh, tremendously towards Denver. And the Broncos of uh, Denver, Colorado, are now ahead 21 to 17. No, I see that. And what they're, they're calling this a, uh, you know, I hate when they do this. Like, it's, you know, it's a rematch of the Super Bowl. And, you know, they think, oh, it's going to be, I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, I'm not buying into all this payback now, you know, that Carolina wants. I mean, it's one game in a 16 teams or 16 game schedule. I mean, it's a good game. It's a good way to kick it off, but. Uh, yeah, it's a bunch of hype. Yeah, it, it is a lot of hype. So, but anyhow, so that's going on. There's so, nine so, minutes so let left. So let me read the, the people yeah. who have donated to the free roll and give them the proper credit. And Absolutely. then we will get going with uh, the agenda and then the usual intro to the show. And then we'll get going with everything we have for this 200 show. People trying to call in right now. Uh, that's not the time. This is not the time. We're actually not taking no. any calls right now. We want to do some of the stuff at the beginning of this show just as a – intro retrospective of poker fraud alert radio and just kind of want this to be me and brandon but we appreciate the calls and uh uh, i will let you know when you can call in there's a number of people who want to appear on here tonight so here i have to figure this out on the fly here is the uh here's a list of who contributed and then i'll uh, give you the prize pool c money gave two hundred dollars Wow. Larry Legend, My boy. yeah, I mean that was great. He he gives so much money to this place. He's such a generous guy. I mean, yeah, see, money. He 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 does well. He's a success. Well, he's filthy rich. Let's yes. be honest. Yes, here. He, he's. I, I didn't I mean, want to overstate well, it, but has it's his true. own. He has his own plane. I mean, he's. he's <laughs> He's a very rich guy, see money, but still, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from that. Like, I don't want to say, "Oh, he's rich." It doesn't matter. He is very, very generous, and he he sent me a heartfelt message today on a, a text message saying how much he enjoys the show and he legitimately looks forward to it. And I and I believe that. And wow. and he but he doesn't just like listen and now, not give back. He gives so much back to us here. If I'm not mistaken, I know that I I've met him or I mean a ton of times. You know, we're yeah. close friends in real life. You've met him. Yes, I know that. This was just a random thing. John Stamos has met him, but I was trying to think of any other forum members because I think it was Sam Lamar that wrote a post about him kind of being like the Kaiser Soze of, of Poker Fire Alert. Didn't, Do you know didn't, anyone else didn't that's Mike met meet him? him? Didn't Mike and Martha meet him? Well, that they don't. They're not. Yeah, but that doesn't count. I know they're not on our site, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm talking about, yeah, they, they did. Uh, is there anyone else on PFA? I, I can't think of him, no. I mean, he bailed out and let me with the ball in my hand for that Garrett debacle. Yeah. He didn't need Garrett. <laughs> trying to think if he's met China. I don't think he's met yeah, China. Yeah, I'm wondering if he's met China, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. C-Money, he's actually a very nice guy in person and yeah, completely normal and uh, and very generous. So he's uh, he gave $200 this My week. SimpDog, another very generous person, gave 100 as Brandon just said. He he holds contests, SimpDog, on the site yep. uh, with his own money. Very nice guy. Almost very met him guy. when I went to Toronto. I just uh, didn't have time. Uh, Larry Legend 33, who I don't know that well, but I know he's a listener. He donated $75 this week, so thank you to him. Steve-O, who used to be an active poster on the site. His real name is Steve Ruddock, and he's a poker journalist. He gave $50, so thank you to him. Belly Buster, another very generous guy, $25 he gave this week, and he also runs the No Fraud Online Poker Room. He has donated for many other free rolls in the past. He 
just does a lot of this stuff just because he likes the site and uh, is very generous with both time and money. And he lives across the pond. Too. Yeah, he lives he lives in the UK, and I met him very very briefly this year, this summer uh, around the time of the World Series. Uh, two other donations we got. Uh, this will be for the contests, not the free roll. And I'm the one who designated where the donations went. By the way, handicap me. Not him. Sorry, no, he, he donated last week, last time. Uh, Hotshot seventy four donated fifty dollars. Thank you to him. And disposition. That's actually D one's position. D one s position. He gave ten dollars. So thank you to the two of you that makes up the sixty we're going to give away for the contest, which we can tell about talk about in a second. And uh, four hundred fifty for the free roll. Now. Here is the way the prize pool will go, and again, I have to produce the show during the show. What time does this start at again? This starts at 8.40 p.m. on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. You have 20 minutes to get over there. You need a separate account on the No Fraud Online Poker Room to play there. It's No Limit Hold'em. Again, to qualify, go to PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll and know the rules, because if if you don't qualify based upon those rules, I'm not going to pay you, and I'm just going to pay others. I'm going to just take you out of the list of players as if you weren't there and pay the next people down. So make sure you understand the rules as far as being paid on PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll. That's where the rules can be found. No Fraud Online Poker Room can be found near the top of the screen of PokerFraudAlert.com. And the tournament starts at 8.40. If you can't get there by 8.40 Pacific time, it's about 20 minutes from now. Don't worry, you have 25 minutes extra to late register with a full stack. Now, although I'm not an owner, I guess... uh... Uh, what am I? I'm just a host. Now, am I eligible to receive said funds if I want to scoop the contest yeah, up? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess you can. <laughs> so, I've never thought of that before, but I guess you are. Well, I played in it before. I, I, I guess. Just, we we I, never really I mean, made a rule about that. Well, they this, say so. like when the McDonald's, no members of McDonald's or their family are eligible. I don't know if I'm in one of those categories. Well, you know what? You actually get to squeak by because you're not technically an employee of Poker Fraud Alert, and the reason you're I'm not an a, independent well, contractor. No, no, it's because I don't pay you. That's why you're not an employee. <laughs> so so you, I guess you can play. So I, I'm not going to play. If I did play, I, I wouldn't uh, take the prize anyway. So the, the prize pool is as follows. First place is $200. I believe that's an all-time high for the first prize we've given away in any free roll we've had. We've given away uh, probably over $10,000 at this point through these free rolls because we've had one. Now, just two years ago, the Workers' Party had one that was 350 for first. Oh, okay. I don't know if I, you remember I, that. I, I, that's right. Okay. But it wasn't part of radio. It wasn't part of radio. That's right. Okay. Yes. So, Workers okay. Party. I'm, I'm going to bump up second place to 75 from 75 to 100. So second place is going to go from 200 to 100. Or sorry, second place is going to be 100. dollars Third place, I'm going to make 60. dollars Fourth place will be 40. dollars So I guess that uses up uh, 400 dollars of the prize pool. Uh, fifth place will be 25. dollars Sixth place will be 15, and 7th place will be 10. So we're play- paying 7 spots, $450 worth, 200 100 60 40 25 15 and 10 So it's 7 spots being paid. I know on the thread it says 5 spots, but no, we're now paying 2 more, so the bubble is now 8th place. If you get 8th, you get nothing. But uh, we're paying 7 spots. Okay, sp- I got some late-breaking news. Uh, Okay, we're I just getting fifty more from Handicap Me to make it an even five hundred. Wow. Okay. Well. Okay. Then you know. In that case, thank you. He wants his fifty me. in. He's listening on the East Coast. Got to get to bed soon. Okay. In that case, I'm going to up 
the wow. first place up to $250. And uh, then I will change. I'm actually going to take money away here. From the, I want to make – I'll make second 120. So I'm, then I've got to take it from below. So uh, it'll be 120, 60, then wow. it'll be uh, 30. This is a pain in the ass to calculate. But th- for the thank you guys for giving it. It's just uh, this always what happens. a bunch too. of generous people. That's handicapped me. Said that's why he was trying to call in just to get make sure we got it up. To oh, okay, okay. Well, that's, a, that's a good. That's a good reason to call. It's a very good reason. Very generous. Okay, so this is this is what I'm going to do here. It's uh, they don't do this on the Schwartz side, do they? No, no, no. The, the, on, on the Schwartz side, they're uh, making 100k a year. They're driving fancy cars. No, and they, caviar. They, they give you nothing. Maybe they'll give you like a few poker stars. FPP. I'm eating In and Out Burger, and I have to say that I know that you're not allowed to close by one o'clock early because of the fraud show just to get served come in there at 12 40 and they're telling me we're closed no I don't, don't they think they can pull that past me i say did they try that daniel druff did no, they try it, it? no no never happened it only they, only happened to me once and then it never happened again if it's 115 and there's still cars in line they'll serve everyone they, they're very good about that no no they will they will actually serve everyone who's in line prior to closing time that's the, the store policy that is the policy of the corporate policy is they have to do that. In and out is very, for those of you that don't know, you've probably heard of In and Out Burger, but In and Out is very, very controlling of every location. They don't have any franchise locations. They own every single location, and they they have very, very specific now, rules. So now, Druff, I'm, I'm getting I'm not in front of my laptop because I'm sweating this game. I'm getting a text on the, the Drexel hotline saying to for you to reach chat because apparently there's even fifty five more dollars. Oh my goodness! Okay, wants <laughs> to put in tonight. Look at the chat. I don't <laughs> okay. have a laptop in front of me. Okay, but okay. I just got to thank you, user, for texting me on the. the okay, so line. let's see here. Where's where's in chat? Who, who's saying? Uh... Oh, this is gonna be an all time high. Look I, at this. I, I don't I don't even see who's who's giving the fifty five. Someone said. Oh. I mean, scroll. I'm oh, sure it's there. He, Oh, he's talking. Well, J. J. Searles is trying to offer the fifty-five dollars that we confiscated from him. So I don't know if he really has the right to. <laughs> oh. but, but okay, if he's trying to offer, that's fine. I guess that's. A, that's well, I think a, he has the right. Is that money just been in escrow? All it's this been in time? escrow. Yeah. So I, I guess should be, then it should okay, be thrown let's, in. Okay, let's throw it in. Okay. So let's come up with the final numbers. Okay. This is going to be a big free roll. So I think that how many spots do you have paid right now? Right now we have seven. I think it should be the whole final table. Make it worth making the final table. This just one time. Okay. No deals, guys. <laughs> okay. Don't be managing that. Be- don't be messaging that belly buster over the pond since he's a. Wouldn't he be the one? Because remember they used to ma- message that Lee Jones when he was a poker manager about making deals on like, yeah, Sunday that's true. tournaments. That's true. So yeah, it really should be belly buster, but no, we're not doing no deals. It's for okay, the glory. Okay, so, so at Brandon's request. Uh, Jay Searles is finally giving up that uh, controversial $55, and he's handing it to the site to give away. So I guess thank you, even though we confiscated it. But uh, I, I guess this will be the new prize pool. I just have to make sure I'm not leaving anything out here. It's a pain to see, 100. So, so this this kicks it up from to 555. So let's see. This is I see 100 here. I see 370. Okay, so I've. Uh, 25 more to give, so let's see what I'll do. Uh, there. And okay, after I've, this, I've, I think I've, I hate saying it, but we got to cut off the donations. Don't yeah, we, we have to. We'll never do we this. We can't so. just do a show of just donations. Yeah, we'll, we'll, never, we'll never get done. Like, we'll get up to a million bucks of donations, but then we'll have no show. So we don't want that. Yeah. So, okay. This is how it will go. Would you play if it became a million dollar free roll? I think I'd have to shut down the show and play. Change. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd have to do that. Okay, here is here it is. 250 for first, 120 for second, 
70 for third, 40 for fourth. So just, wow. Just to keep track, that is uh, um, that's $480 already. Uh-oh, we just lost Brandon. Well, I'll, I'll keep stating the prize pool in the meantime. So 250, 120, 70, and 40. Then we have 20 for fifth, 20 for sixth. It's the same prize for fifth and sixth. 15 for seventh, 10 for eighth, 10 for ninth. Okay. So that's how it is. I understand there's two of them that have the same prize, but that's what we did. So I'm not figuring it out any further. Thank you, everybody, for your donations. $555 free roll. And thank you, everybody, for your part in this. And uh, and then we also have $60 in the contest. So for once, we're giving away some real money. And for once, the final table means something. For once, uh, congratulations to the final table really means you've won something. It is kind of demoralizing to get in any tournament and get to the final table and then you get nothing. It's, it's, it's always irritated me when I played a tournament with a small field. And, okay, final table time, and I know I'm guaranteed. Zero point zero. So now everybody gets something. Well, you know, I'll tell you, that one place that, uh, you know, there's so much to talk about. Uh, actually, before I, I, I do that, you did mention two other contests. You, since we're doing all this money stuff now, we should handle the business aspect first before we move on. Do you want to explain these what the, the contest, the money given to the users and such? Yeah, so we're going to have two contests of $30 each, and we figure the best contest to have, given that this is the 200th show, is Poker Fraud Alert Trivia. And it can be trivia about the forum, it can be trivia about the radio show, and it can even be trivia about things that occurred in this community before Poker Fraud Alert, but we're going to be fair, uh, depending on who the contestant is, we will only ask those questions if uh, right. that person was, like was here beforehand. Like if it's a kid that rides a messenger bike, I'm not going to ask him something that happened eight years ago. Yeah, so... But but uh, there's going to be one segment run by Brandon. He wrote the questions. I have no idea what they are. The other segment will be run by me, and uh, each of us will award $30 in our respective segment of Poker Fraud Alert Trivia. So my segment, I wrote the questions. Brandon's segment, he wrote the questions. And uh, if you get four out of the six questions... <coughs> sorry, but four out of six questions right. Pretty good. I've gone this far without coughing until now. Uh, then no, don't tell nobody, but I'm writing my questions up on the fly. <laughs> like you're doing that. I don't <laughs> no, have them yet. Well, I'm already. I, I I scribbled mine down quickly. Now, listen. Since you're a coffin, we can't uh, neglect to tell people uh, you were looking pretty grim there for a while. In fact, people were talking about the changing of power over to me. It looked like you might not last another night. You had that one day where uh, it was just pins and needles. It wasn't looking real good for you, Daniel Druff. And you've made a, a remarkable comeback. Yeah, huh? I've, I've made a comeback, and you know, here I am after. Uh, now, is your kidney function back to one hundred percent? Yeah, I, I would say that. I'd say it's it is back to one hundred percent, and I, I no longer am in the Beverly Hills Medical Center, and no longer in that semi-private room there. I couldn't get a private room; it's too expensive, even for me. But now, I got a message uh, from the seven seven four area code. Or actually, I guess I can say who it is because he told me his name. Uh, Hooded N. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, he he writes in, good luck tonight, Drexel, and Godspeed. I hope you do radio for the rest of time. Tell Todd I'm very concerned about his high-sodium diet. If he can cut back on that, he's got a great chance to live at least another 10 years. <laughs> Godspeed, hooded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's concerned. That's nice of him. I mean, now, they say when you're near death, like you were, that you can see the heavens – 
and 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 God and other mystical things. Do you have any experience like that when you're at your peak worst health wise? The, the strange thing is the only thing I saw when I was near death was uh, devil fish trying to hit on my girlfriend. <laughs> So here, here's some uh, messages I got uh, from 716. Druff, big fan and avid listener. Do I qualify for the tournament? This is Polish Prince from the 716. Yeah, sure. I, I think I know who you are. Uh, f- from the 872, why is the free roll, not free roll, but free roll, so top heavy? It was F-W-E-R-O-L-L. Uh, I, it's not, it's not top heavy anymore. The free roll is now pretty evenly spaced as far as tournaments are concerned. So we fixed it. Thank you guys for donating. Uh, five, six, two. Hey, do I count from the tournament? I'm not your friend, but I follow the show for quite some time now. Well, I need more than that. You have to email me. Dandruff at poker fraud alert.com. You have to convince me that you have, uh, I'm getting the message here from Willie McFML that, uh, PLOL, says he's banned. I, I don't know how that would have happened. I didn't ban him. That's, I, I, we'll have to figure that out later. I definitely didn't ban him. Let's see. Uh, from... I think that maybe some... What is it? The Rainbow Flops? Isn't that what he's a part of? The cult? Yes, yeah. He's part of that. the Gay Poker Mafia. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then, you know, the Gay Poker Mafia, <clears throat> they finally got their revenge on me. Because in that, in that Limit Hold'em tournament, that 1500 Limit Hold'em tournament, the World Series, where I, I was the chip leader in the middle of day two. And that's, that's pretty serious business to be chip leader midday two. You know, it's not like the first hour. Uh, that I got moved to a new table, and I just got decimated by Ryan LaPlante, who's part of that Gay Poker Mafia. Yeah, but you know what? He's only just a uh, messenger to them. You know who the real godfather of the Gay Poker Mafia is? Who is it? Well, who do you think it is? I, I actually thought Ryan Laplante was the was no. The king it's of the a, Jason Somerville. He's running the whole gay oh, show. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. He's 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 fucking big time. That's right. He's twitching. He's twittering. Well, I knew he's he was the most famous. That, I just didn't running know if he, it up. I didn't know yeah. he was a member of the Gay Poker Mafia, but mm-hmm. maybe he is. Okay, so from the six oh nine, congratulations on the two hundredth show. PFA mm-hmm. Radio is an endless source of entertainment for me. Thank you and congratulations. I think that's uh, I think it's from Handicap Me. If it's not, then sorry, Handicap Me. From the three one two. Uh, look what I started. Uh, girlfriend just texted, what time is free roll? Sounds like it cuts into my back rub. She also once woke me up at 3 a.m. just to ask me if she could turn off PFA radio because, uh, quote, you talk too much, I guess referring to me. Is that TMLK? No, this is a ball hawk net. Mm. And he says he's, he's looking forward to a Cubs Dodgers NLCS. I think that's going to happen. I think that's what we're going to have. Well, you're going to know a lot tomorrow when Kershaw comes back. Yeah. He looked okay in that Rancho Cucamonga. Am I saying it right? Yes. You passed Rehab. Between L.A. and Vegas, you passed Rancho Cucamonga. Mm-hmm. So that's a, they actually had Andre Ethier and uh, Clayton Kershaw starting for that team on the same day. That's got to be a pretty interesting game for Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, and uh, let's see what else we got here. That is uh, – oh, Jay Searles wants to come on. And uh, do an Ask Me Anything segment. But, like, everybody's demanding to come on the first hour. And it's annoying because, like... But that's uh, not how it works. Yeah, like, everybody wants to come on the first hour. Like, we're just supposed to change space and time and somehow just squeeze everybody into the, the same time spot. So we'll see if we can get to him. Uh, I do thank him for just finally releasing claim to that $55, which is a pain in my ass. I actually forgot now, about it. I got to announce something. 
Someone I've mentioned many, many times on here that's near and dear to my heart. My boy Bobby Griffin, he's he's moving up in the world. Really? He is now a shift boss at Red Rock. He has said goodbye to the Orleans. He's not dealing with those mutt limit games anymore. He uh, is going to be the shift boss on Graveyard starting, I think, this week at Red yeah, Rock. That's a, that's so if a, you that's a good upgrade. Red yeah. Rock's a nice, nice place, a lot nicer than the yes. crap Orleans. So, good so job. if you're over there and you listen to PFA, uh, you know, tell him you're a listener, introduce yourself, he'll, he'll seat you in one of those no-limit games. Yeah, true. The, he, he, yeah. Likes, he likes the show a lot. So, yeah, if you're, if you're a listener, for sure. So uh, let, let me uh, quickly give the rest of the stuff. If you want to go in, in the chat room, we have a number of people there. Uh, you can chat during the live show. If you're listening to this in the archives, you won't find anyone in the chat room. But uh, click the chat button near the top of the screen. You need a flash-enabled device, so if you're on your iPhone or iPad, it won't make it in there. You also need a forum account that has been validated and is in good standing, meaning, I guess, PLOL, who finds himself deleted in some way, uh, he can't get in. Sorry. To, I, mean, uh, I, I don't know how that happened. I, I seriously didn't delete him. Uh, it must have been some error on the system. Uh, so I wish people would tell me these things, like, not during the show. Anyway. The uh, so you can do that if you want to call into the show. The phone number is as always seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five is the number. You can also text that same phone number before, during, or after the show, and you will probably have your text read on the air. That's seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. Same number. Doesn't matter when you text it. Now, Brandon, you have a text number. You want to give out your text number? I don't know by heart. Okay, but it's two one eight. It's two one eight something. No, it's two zero three something. Uh, Brandon's there's phone. Two one eight in there somewhere, I think. No, uh, this is the one I have. I hope this is the right one. I've been giving this out for show after show, whether you're here or not. It's two zero three two nine nine two four three six. Yeah, that's it. Two zero three two nine nine two four three six. If you forget these numbers, don't worry. Just go to the official radio thread. Uh, in the Flying Stupidity Forum of PokerFraudAlert.com, you'll see these phone numbers. Now, I can't forget about the Mount Charleston line. Mount Charleston is a mountain near Las Vegas that gets snow in the winter. Not too long from now, it's going to have snow up there. And it's a nice place to go to escape the summer heat. I have a old 70s rotary phone on top of Mount Charleston, which I visit every so often. That phone number is 702 4th... Uh-oh. The dog, the dog doesn't like Mount Charleston, I guess. 702-430-1808. 702-430-1808 is the Mount Charleston line. And that's actually a different line into the show than the main phone number. Some people think it's the same thing. No, it actually is a different line into the show. So if one is busy or, or something's wrong with it, you can call the Mount Charleston line, and you get through on that, too. 702-430-1808 is that number. You can't text it, though. Don't text that. It's an old 70s phone. Then, of course, there is my... Personal favorite, the call to listen line. The call to listen line is exactly as it sounds. It's a phone number you can call to listen to the show, whether it's live or not live. When it's not live, it just plays a random episode from the past. If it's live, then you just hear the live show. You don't need the internet. You don't need a smartphone. You don't need a computer. All you need is a phone of any kind, anywhere in the world, that can dial. That's all you need. That phone number is 712-775-8162. 712-775-8162. You can find that number on the radio page if you forget it. And uh, it's a very easy way to listen to the show because there's no buffering BS. Like, if you if, let's say you're on a smartphone trying to listen to the show. If you don't call the call to listen line, let's say you're like, listening through the Internet, if you don't have the best connection, it's going to do this buffering, it's going to freeze up sometimes. 
it's a pain in the ass. It's, it's very tilting to listen that way. The call to listen line never buffers. It just plays the show and plays it well. So it's uh, 712-775-8162. It's the fastest and easiest way to listen to the show. And you can call it any time. It's located in the fine city of Carroll, Iowa, in case anyone cares. And the main number to the show is located in the Amaragosa Valley, which is right next to Death Valley in Nevada. Some people don't know that. So anyway, uh, here is our agenda for tonight. And then we'll get going. The free roll just started right now. You have 25 more minutes to get in there. So we're going to have some various 200th show-related topics. We're going to talk about the history of Poker Fraud Alert Radio in our community that was before Poker Fraud Alert, that kind of spawned Poker Fraud Alert. We'll talk about uh, our own reflections of the show and what it's meant to us and when it's been a pain in the ass, which it has sometimes. We will make cold calls and random interviews with whoever we can find throughout the show at various points. We're not going to have like 10 interviews in a row, but we're going to just kind of call random people that we have phone numbers for. Brandon's going to be providing most of the phone numbers and see who we can reach. I'll give you a a quick uh, statement about Poker Fraud Alert Radio's future. There's been some talk recently. Maybe the show's shutting down soon. I'll tell you whether that's true or not. So those are the 200 show-related topics. And we're going to have other people coming on here who you may have heard here in the past on Poker Fraud Alert Radio. And we'll talk to them and get updates from them about what's going on with their lives. At least I hope we'll get them. I've had some people say that they're going to come on the show. We will see if they do. The poker and gambling topics for this week, we're not neglecting those. There's a lot of important ones. This is kind of a show where if we didn't have much news, it would be kind of good because then we could do just... Poker Fraud Alert Radio 200th Anniversary stuff, but no. We have a number of important things that have happened. An arrest warrant has been issued for poker legend Ted Forrest. In Nevada, there's a a warrant for Ted Forrest's arrest. We'll talk about why that has happened. Fedor Holtz, who's uh, the hottest tournament player in the year 2016, by a wide margin, the guy's just crushing everything, especially these really high roller events. He and a few and two others are accusing GPI and GPL owner, CEO, founder, whatever you want to call him, Alex You're Dreyfus. You're talking about this Holtz boy? Yeah, I'm talking about Holtz, yeah. No, I'm not going to lie to you. Four months ago, I never even heard of the fellow. No, I hadn't either, but, but he's really burst on the scene quickly. Anyway, he is convinced. He is accusing Alex Dreyfus, the owner of the GPI, the Global Poker Index, and the GPL, the Global Poker League, which we've talked about a lot on the show, of ripping him and two other people off I, in a currency I, exchange. I take issue with that. Like why? I don't think at this point you could even say accused. I mean, he's just basically stated matter-of-factly, and it's been proven. Yeah, I, I should say, right. It, it, I mean, it's, it's happened. Not, there's no debate of what happened. That's true. Alex Dreyfus, right, he's admitted it, so I guess that's true. Uh, he's not related to the guy from Jaws. No, I, I wish he was. But yeah. if he was, then he wouldn't be uh, stiffing poker players out of $20,000. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, oh, oh, he, he stiffed players in what was known as a currency exchange. And it, very simply, he said, hey, uh, uh, how about you give me euros and I'll give you dollars. And they say, okay, and they give him the dollars and he gives them no euros. That, that literally happened. So we'll talk about what happened there and how the owner of something so major like the Global Poker Index and the Global Poker League could be doing this. How, how could you be this broke for small, relatively small amounts of money uh, pulling this on people? 
In unrelated news, Brad Booth is looking for someone to buy some Canadian dollars. <laughs> ben Tallarine and Doug Polk, they are known online as Ben86 and WCG Rider. They got into an internet slap fight, and interestingly enough, that happened in the 2 plus 2 thread about Alex Dreyfus, and Alex Dreyfus must have been thrilled to see that because it distracted everyone, but they're in an internet slap fight over a violation of an agreement where they both agreed to coach each other, and Ben86, I won't even say accused, because again, this is something that's been verified, uh, Ben86 reneged on the deal, and uh, he ended up uh, not coaching uh, Doug Polk back, and, and a whole brouhaha started on the internet about it. I'm going to play a video that Doug Polk made about this, and we're, we're going to kind of play the video and make our commentary. I always love those segments when we play a video and make commentary. That's, that's one of my favorite things to do here. Also, what came out in that same video, and I think it's worth a separate discussion topic, was that Ben Tallarine, Ben86, was said to have used a software program to assist him in his high-limit PLO play. It has derisively been referred to by others as the PLO Dream Machine, but that's not the official name of it. But was he using that to beat high-stakes PLO? We'll talk about that and whether it could ever be ethical to use something like that. And and how good are some of these super high-stakes players? Are they really not as good as it appears? Are many of them just using advanced tools that make them this good. Speaking of poker sites, Phil Galfon has decided he's going to start a poker site. And he has some very lofty goals for this poker site, which will not be open to U.S. players, but is intended to be competition for poker stars. So I'll talk about that. I have a theory regarding the Ignition Casino. It may be too late for some of you, which is taking over for Bovada for the poker product. I have a theory that I haven't tested, but I have a theory that it is better to create a brand new account there than to transfer over your Bovada poker account. So I will tell you my theory and why I believe it. Speaking of Bovada, I'll also give you a tip for your best usage of poker points, which uh, will become worthless after September 30th, so you need to use them for sure, but I'm going to give you a tip for the best usage of them. And it involves sports betting. Speaking of sports betting tonight, I'm going to go one and two. It's annoying. The Padres are killing the Rockies. They're seven nothing. Wrong night to bet against them. Uh, Caesars is facing lawsuits over their bankruptcy that may destroy the company once and for all. Because there's lawsuits that have been put in place against Caesars. Caesars has been trying to fight them, saying, look, you can sue the subsidiaries that they're going bankrupt, but not our main company. We, you, anything related to the bankruptcy, you need to sue these subsidiaries that are worthless. So a judge has ruled against them. We'll talk about that. Only one general topic I'd like to talk about tonight. Wells Fargo, a massive scandal today. 1.5 million fake accounts were made in people's names on Wells Fargo, in Wells Fargo, the you know, very major bank in the U.S., by Wells Fargo employees. And as a result of this, 5,300 Wells Fargo employees have been fired. 5,300 Wells Fargo employees have been, were, have in, been in on doing this. And I think my mom was one of the victims. So 
We'll talk about what happened at Wells Fargo and also how what went on there is something that happens in other industries and has been happening for a while and is very frustrating and very annoying. So we'll talk about the 1.5 million fake accounts that are opened up in people's names, maybe, maybe even your name, at Wells Fargo. And I'll tell you how to figure out if it's happened. So those are our topics tonight, and we're going to be joined at various points during the show of people that have been on here over the years, and hopefully we'll reach some of them, hopefully some of them will reach us, and I guess I guess we'll get going, but let me, let me try, actually, one of the people we wanted to have on here tonight, and he's done some co-hosting, he has done some, uh, a lot of interesting stuff, uh, videos, Songs related to the poker community. Very popular guy in, on poker. Daredevil. <laughs> Seriously serious. Uh, he's hasn't been as active on the site recently. But uh, I asked him if he'd like to come on tonight because he, he was a big part of this site for a long time. And he was even on this radio show. He co-hosted with me a few times. He even did I once f- had a lobster dinner with him. Really? Mm-hmm. At the one place that they took out. Of a failed place and put a Mexican place instead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Buzios. Yep. Yeah. See, I don't even have to speak English and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's, a... That's the kind of commodity you get on a 200. Doing 200 shows, I could just say the one place with the failed place with the Mexican place. And he knows exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, so seriously, seriously, said he'll come on, except he says he has to get up early tomorrow morning. Did that Schwartz and who did he do that show with? Oh, he, I mean, he worked for the Snake. You know, he was on the Snake in the Grass site for a while. but that was No, the, the Schwartz boy. Schwartz, the other podcast, the with a hundred k a month podcast. No, he here. never did that with him. No, no. I'm asking you, who did he host it with? The Schwartz boy. Oh, uh, was his... oh, there was it was been uh, Mike Johnson and Terrence Chan. So I don't know no Mike Johnson. Are you sure that's right? Yeah, it was before Terrence Chan came on. Yeah, I'm saying, do you think that they could talk like that and they understand what each other's saying? You know, two hundred show maybe. Well, it, it's possible, probably not. Mike Johnson. I've never heard of no Mike Johnson. <laughs> now there's a Mike Johnson. Terrence Chan, he used to work for the uh, poker company, the online yeah. NFL. Booth. No, he, well, yeah. he he worked for Poker Stars and uh, Ultimate Poker. Wow. He, he, Terrence Chan, for those of you that don't know, actually started as a Poker Stars employee. In fact, I remember when he was just uh, host Terrence or whatever they called him then. And then he eventually rose up to become a successful poker player and then uh, ended up. Mixed martial artist from what yeah, I Yeah, mixed martial artist. So. Terrence Chan's done a lot here. So, okay. Anyway, Seriously Serious said he can come on, but he said he has to wake up early tomorrow. And he's, you know what uh, his uh, claim to fame is uh, that I remember? Terrence Chan? One time? Yeah, Terrence well, Yeah, Chan, because he, he got screwed by Joy Miller to win that, uh, that well, no, Playboy yeah, Mansion one, thing. But he uh, won an F-top in two different limit hold'em tournaments, like the medium and then the high level. Oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I was in both of those. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, remember they used to have like the low, like baller. That yeah, they, they had the low, yeah, the low, baller. medium, and high. Yeah, he won the medium and high. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> he won like two cars or a small house and a car in one day. Though, you, though I've heard Terrence Chan is frustrated that he has not won a bracelet though, because like all of his friends have. He's friends with that Bill Chen group, and like all those guys have. Except, I guess Quaternion hasn't either. But he's he's friends with that whole like, kind of math group, and but he's friends with like Matt Harlenko and and Bill Chen, and all, like all those guys have won bracelets, and he hasn't. So that, that's where Terrence Chan is still left wanting. Let's, let's put on Seriously Serious. He said we can call him. And we'll see what he's up to. He, he's worked for Bluff. He's 
done his, uh, his work for the Snake in the Grass. Serious and Serious, hello. Hey, guys, what's up? So, Seriously Serious, what are you doing these days? Everyone wonders, what does Seriously Serious now do for a living now that Bluff has closed? I uh, I for... oh, go ahead, sir. Uh, no, I still do the same thing. I, I edit video. It's not for any particular company. I just freelance now. Um, lately, I've been doing a bunch of work for Doug Polk and Upswing Poker. Really? Yeah. So, Dan, do you have an opinion of the Doug Polk uh, Ben 86 situation? <laughs> well, I mean... He probably shouldn't comment because he would not be what they call a neutral party. That's why I'm exactly. asking. Exactly. <laughs> I'm very biased on that. I mean, you know, I talk yes. to Doug all the time. I've heard his side of the story. So, I, for the most part, I guess I side with him. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't know Ben, so I've, no, I've never met the guy. I don't, so, you know, I can't really comment. Okay. And the Denver Broncos win the first NFL game of the year. Hmm. Guy from Carolina, white dude kicker, misses a field goal from 50 yards, wide left. Game hmm. is over. 21-20 Denver. Did you bet on them? Uh, I bet on the under, and I lost by half a point. That's. I guess we both didn't do well tonight. No. Okay, so <laughs> how do they make it so good close? It's forty point five, and it's forty. It's forty. It's amazing sometimes how good they are with those over unders. I mean, Jesus Christ! So, so anyway, seriously, serious. Uh, so you you still live in the Atlanta area? I do for now. Um, I don't plan on living here for too much longer, but yeah, I've been here for like three years now, and can't say I'm a huge fan of the city. No, I'm no, not either. No, seriously, I'm... seriously, serious. I just read something. Uh, on the on the internet the other day, and it was like Gary, Indiana, Detroit, Michigan, and then Atlanta, Georgia, in terms of the most dangerous places to live in the United States. And that kind of shocked me, not the Gary, Indiana, or the Detroit, Michigan, but Atlanta, the ATL? Is no, it really the third most dangerous That doesn't dangerous surprise me. <laughs> that shocks me too, actually. Really? I'll tell you why it doesn't surprise me. When I was in Atlanta, I stayed in uh, downtown, and usually you stay downtown, you just kind of expect like a downtown to at least be like kind of decent, uh, just from the gentrification of, of a downtown nowadays, but that wasn't the case in Atlanta. I made the mistake of at 2 in the morning walking from the hotel to the CVS there downtown to get some drinks and some snacks, and I was followed by so many uh, black guys who were trying to intimidate the, the white dude walking by himself. And I wasn't having it. I wasn't acting scared. I was just, you know, they kept trying After to. It's their anniversary show. That sounds like you're racially profiled. <laughs> I, no, they they racially profiled me. They 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 uh, felt the white guy right, was going to be afraid I, of them. Then so, it's even then. Yeah. So no, they kept saying, "Let me help you with this. Let me help you with that." I kept saying, "No, no, no." And then they'd still follow me and kept saying, "No, come on, let me help. You. Come on." Like obviously, the the implied agreement would be if I let them help me, I'm supposed to give them something or tip them. And I eventually had like a long line of them following me there. And, and also kind of like staring me down, and I'm like, crap, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe now, I went out the here. The one thing that really shocked me was what they lead the whole entire United States, in, or excuse me, the whole entire United States, is in car thefts. They say one in 18 cars are stolen. Well, you know what? Like, that's you know what city, well, there's one city that used to lead it. It's a city you know well. Las Vegas. Yes. But that Goodman came in, and he got rid of all those people. <laughs> Sent him back to Rancho Cucamonga. So, 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 uh, so seriously, serious. Have you been? Uh, have you ever run into any situations in Atlanta that have been scary as far as any kind of uh, crime or potential crime situation? Well, Atlanta is a huge metropolitan area, right? It's big, yeah. sprawling. Um, so I haven't spent much time downtown or any of the shady. The inner city. Downtown. You're not like yeah. in the inner city doing videos and whatnot. I mean, I don't. Man, I don't, I don't like. I don't really like spending a lot of time driving around this city because. It's such a miserable trog just to get anywhere. It's one of the reasons I don't like it here. I guess you don't oh, want to go, to go to L.A. or San Francisco then either. Now, doesn't that other uh, bluff 
contributor uh, Kevmath, former uh, co-worker. Doesn't he live in Atlanta too? Yeah, uh, as far as I understand, he's still here. He is now a community manager at Pocket Fives, which is also headquartered in Atlanta, I believe. Oh, so. I didn't know they were headquartered there. You know, uh, Kevmath yeah. was so nice. Tonight he actually tweeted without me even asking. He tweeted out to everybody that we're having our 200th show and people may want to listen. So I thought that was nice. A lot of people don't realize, but Atlanta's a poker media capital of the world. <laughs> it's, it kind of is, in a way. How did that happen? How, how did that happen that Pocket Fives and Bluff were headquartered there? I have no idea why Pocket Fives uh, happens to be here. It might just be a coincidence. It's, I, it's, I think Bluff was just because the founder lived here. Yeah, it's so weird because like there's no real poker presence in, in Atlanta, so of all places for it to be. Two different sites. I that Mason Malmuth and the, his wife, lovely wife Salamander both come out on record and said that if – the city of Las Vegas doesn't give them some tax con- uh, concessions for their uh, website that they're packing up ship, taking the tennis charity, and they're going to downtown Atlanta. <laughs> I'd like to see Mason walking in that same place I did at like 2 in the morning with his 2 plus 2 shirt on. Jeez. But, okay. So seriously, serious. I, I, I went to college in uh, Tallahassee. And it was like a four-hour drive. I went to Atlanta maybe five times throughout college to go to Braves games. Uh, and I also hung out in this area called Buckhead. Is that correct? It's called Buckhead, right? That's correct, yeah. It, now, was that, that back then was a very nice, pristine, safe area. It had, you know, the restaurants and the bars and the nightclubs and whatnot. Is that still a good area that people go From to? From what I gather? understand, Buckhead is still where, like, all the yuppie 20-somethings hang out. So that sounds about oh. right. Right. Yeah, and actually, Fair in enough. fact, when I visited Atlanta, I looked into going to Buckhead, and I, I noticed that like, it's a place for all the yuppie 20-something thing. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to fit in But there. I was 20-something when I went. Yeah. But I wasn't. No. Last year, I, I was nowhere near no. that. So You wouldn't be going to no Buckhead. No. I came close, no. but I'm like, no, no, this isn't the place for me. This truly is the poker media capital of the world. From what I understand, uh, Brian, the icon, Mikon, also hails from this That's crazy. right. Well, no, no, that's actually not true. No, that's not true. Yeah, he's, he's from, he was the, from uh, Indiana. He, right, he was from Indiana, and then he moved to Atlanta uh, only, because of his, only because of his then-wife. Not his current wife, but his then-wife. Yep. That's correct. I, I mean, it's still, it's still in the Kevin Bacon diagram yeah, somewhere. I, it, it does fit in a bit. I mean, that's, where, that's, where, that's how we got to know guys like Soul and Macon and Mark, and that's, it's from that whole Atlanta time he spent there. Now, now seriously, serious, you know that we've been uh, bypassed year in and year out for these potty awards that they give. Uh, with your new position, can you maybe do anything to give, you know, give us some sort of, uh, I don't know, help? A shout I, I don't out think, something. They don't I mean, nominate us if, for nothing. Even if I had pull, I don't think any of my clients currently uh, give out awards for that sort of thing. That's too bad. Serious, so, uh, Siri, here's another question. Are you going to make any more poker-related videos ever again? I mean, I kind of have been, but not like music videos. Well, I was going to say like humorous like ones, not, not like interviews or whatever, like, like humorous videos. I, yeah, I made one about like Tom Dwan uh, a few months ago. Oh, that's right. I think I saw that. Okay. We, we, we missed those. Those were great videos. Everyone loved them. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm so busy now. I, maybe. You know, Seriously it's, Serious is very hard on himself. A lot of times he'll look back at something he did in the past and go, oh, this is stupid, this is immature, and he takes it down. And like, and like he doesn't realize that nobody thinks it. He doesn't realize that these are just universally loved, all these videos he's done. And there's very, very few people. No, who, that's not true. I, I have made some shitty videos that nobody likes. And, uh... I, I have a lot of bad ideas. 
Well, no, the, they, they, they can't never, all be winners, though. I pull the trigger on. I, okay, I've, they can't all be winners, but a very high percentage I've seen are people like, and, and the few they don't like, it's kind of apparent, like, right away. Like, people just didn't like that one. But the, but there's I've seen it, like, a long time later that something that was well-liked, you just take down for whatever reason. I, just, I wish you wouldn't do that, because I'm telling you that everybody that I, I've spoken to and I've seen feedback on the forums that, with only a few exceptions, your videos are very, very well liked. And, and in fact, even my, even my girlfriend, when she watched these, and she only kind of lightly follows the poker community, she even said, oh, wow, this serious, serious guy is really talented. He's a talented mu- musician, she said. Most of the videos I make, I think, are fucking hilarious when I first conceive of them and when I first start working on them. And by the time I'm done, I think they're all stupid and a waste of time. But that's just because... Um, so it, it could just be a, 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 a fatigue sort of a thing. But as far as ones that I've removed... Uh, I, I don't. I'm not really sure which ones you're talking about. I, I don't it's remember like which one. Marfiati one. That's for entirely different reasons. Well, I know that. I'm not talking about that one. I understand why you removed that one. But uh, I, I just I've seen some disappear, and I, I can't tell you exactly which ones are gone now, which ones aren't. But uh, yeah, I just if I could give you one message here, it's just uh, your videos are loved. Just leave it all up, the good and the bad. It's mostly good, so there's not that much bad to leave up anyway. And let it fall. And the truth is, when, when you get kind of overexpose yourself to, you know, when you work on it and it takes so long to work on it, and the jokes aren't funny to you anymore because you've uh, you've edited for so long and, and all that, it, it becomes yeah, old exactly. and stale to you. But to everybody else who's watching it the first time, it's great. They, they, so that's, uh, I, I would advise keeping it all there. And when people think of you seriously, seriously, they go, oh, that's the guy who makes the funny poker videos. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate you saying that. And I, you know, I'm not like, retired or anything like that i might you know there might be more stuff for me down down the line now have you heard it all from or about the zach the snake in the grass no man uh geez the last i heard was he wanted to come to the world series of poker and kick my ass but that was like <laughs> three years ago i think that's the last i've heard i think he, i think he just kind of loved poker I, I think i think you kind of drove him out of poker believe it or not i think that the the fight he had with you on two plus two about the thing with uh, the website where he stiffed you I think he came off so bad there, and everyone like turned on him. He just kind of—it seemed like after that he just disappeared from poker. So I—I I don't know if for sure that's why he left, but he just seems to be gone from poker ever since that incident. I, I remember he started up like a DFS site or yeah. something, and I, which I found, <laughs> posted about a poker fraud alert. Uh, but no, beyond that, I've, I have no idea. It's like he's just off the map. It's, it's so strange to think about, like when I watch these old episodes of me appearing on TV wearing patches, like when I play that that main event uh, televised table with Phil Hellmuth. And I'm like, you know what? Those patches I'm wearing, it was actually arranged by the snake in the grass. Like, we, we were actually on good terms with him at one point. And then it, and it all changed. And it, it, for those of you that don't know, uh, Zach, Zach Hart, the snake in the grass, who ran Quad Jacks, uh, the reason we don't like him is that uh, we were friendly with him until we found out that he was sabotaging guests that we were going to have on our show by, like, t- talking behind our back and, and telling them not to come on here. Young Smooth. Yeah, like Young Smooth. And then telling them to come on his show, and we were furious about it because we had a good relationship with him prior to that, and uh, we—that's why we called him the Snake in the Grass. And then many other snake-like things came out about him over the years, and even people who were uh, working with or for him and were supportive of him at the time. Eventually, uh, they were falling out that we were not exactly surprised to see occur. You know, when that whole Young Smooth thing was happening, I—I I was living in the same house as him. I, I saw him every day, and I talked to him every day, and. He always denied having done that. So, yeah. like, it's weird that if it's true that he did was doing all that shady stuff, he was lying about it to like the people closest to him. 
I, he probably didn't want you to know because it looked bad. But uh, yeah, this was for those of well, you that don't know. He was, he, we we caught onto it because he became friends with her on Facebook, and then the other guy that uh, lived in Atlanta confronted him in person, and the other guy told me that he admitted and apologized. Uh, this was like a long time afterwards, but that that was how it all came yeah, to be. And for those of you that don't know, Young Smooth was a porn star that we were gonna that agreed to come on our show, and then. Uh, she just abruptly decided not to. This was actually a previous show. This wasn't Poker Fraud Alert. But uh, she abruptly decided not to come on. And then we found out because she was told some bad things about us. And then we said, who would have done that? And, and, then we, and then we saw right around the time she was told the bad things about us that she became new friends with Zach on Facebook. And then he was confronted and admitted to it. So that, that was the history there. So anyway, uh, serious and serious, I, I know you have to get up early. What do you have to get up early for tomorrow? Uh, I'm getting married in what? April, so I have to go see a photographer. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Getting married. Okay. So I yeah. was gonna. I was actually gonna ask if you're still with that same girl. I guess the answer must be yes. The answer is yes. So is it gonna be like a, like a full big wedding? No, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a small gathering. Okay. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. I didn't even know nothing about this. I didn't Thanks, either. I, this is a. I guess a great show to have that announced that Seriously Serious is getting hitched here. Well, I wish you all the best, and I hope your first child is a masculine child. Thank you, sir. How, how long have you been with her? Jeff, where's that uh, line from? I, oh, I actually, don't answer. Seriously Serious, do you know where that line is from? No. I don't either. Jesus. Really? Nope. The Godfather. That's what Luca Brodsky says oh, okay. to uh, the Godfather about his daughter getting married. I actually haven't it, seen really? The Godfather. Yes, no, I haven't seen... I, I, would, I, I would not have thought Druff knew that, but I would have thought seriously serious. I'm just thinking, he's a Godfather guy. You've seen them all. <laughs> guess not. Do you know who Luke I have, No, I have seen... See, I'm already I, getting three texts. Godfather, Godfather. God. Well, okay, well, I've, I've watched good. it. I just, I just didn't know that line. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So... Uh, oh, also, Scott from the East Coast wanted me to pass along to you, seriously serious, that he can listen to seriously serious songs all day seriously. Hmm. Thanks, bro. Uh, yeah, and Scott from the East Coast. So, so how long have you been with it, with this girl that you're marrying? Uh, coming up on four years. Oh, that's a long time. For some reason, I didn't think it was that long. It'll, yeah, it'll be. I think for uh, when the date rolls around. And I remember, I remember the poker news uh, controversy involving her becoming a uh, presenter, or whatever it was there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, for some reason, that seems like a lot less than four years ago. I mean, it has that was 2013. Okay. Wait, I'm sorry. Is Seriously, Sirius's fiance, a known entity, sort of. She, she she attempted to become like a poker news presenter with this contest they had. So we we've seen her, and uh, and she actually did a very funny video, which of course, you know, seriously, serious helped with. But it was it was still a funny video, and oh, wow. and and then poker news stiffed her, even though like they they clearly rigged the contest. Or somehow it was either rigged or others there was like cheating in the contest, which they didn't want to clamp down on. There was definitely a, a very strong bias against her for whatever reason that it, within poker news and then they changed the terms to like whoever wins the contest doesn't become a presenter anyway we'll just choose who who gets it which made the whole thing pointless uh that was our exposure to her and uh, her name was sarah and that's really all i know about her i don't even know where seriously serious met her i met her here in atlanta do you just kind of meet her around somewhere or do you like her dating site or you don't want to say or no we just met online you met online okay I mean, that's that's how I, I go back to the 80s. It wasn't on that, that Plenty of Fish site, was it? <laughs> no. You know, I, I never got any sixes off Plenty of Fish. I don't, I don't know how he did it. That, that site was always worthless to me. No, it is worthless. If you, you know get, who he's quoting? Yes. Well, don't don't yes, answer. I don't know. answer. Seriously, seriously. No. So, 
Do you know who uh, he was just of quoting? Course, he's quoting uh, Jacob. Okay, very good. All right. No, that, is, is, is he... Well, you were sick for a long time. Maybe it affected your facilities. I don't know. No, uh, is he coming for the anniversary show? I tried, actually. Yeah, we actually. Funny that's the funny thing. We actually tried to get him on. And we kind of had a breakdown negotiation. Yeah, he almost came on. That's the funny thing. He came close to coming on here. That's the sad thing. But we didn't. We didn't quite get him. Uh, so yeah, uh, plenty of fish. I, I of all the dating sites that I had seen, that, that by far had the ugliest girls, just by far, of uh, of all the dating sites. I I understand why you were having difficulty scoring sixes on there, like uh, like Jacob was managing. Actually, Jacob, I, I never saw any sixes. The, the ones he called sixes weren't really sixes. But uh, anyway, I, I'm glad that uh, this has worked out. And I guess that's one good thing about Atlanta. I guess you got one good thing about being there. We got one good thing out of it, and then we're getting it out. We're getting it out of it. <laughs> then you're going to leave. Yeah, you've already gotten what you can get can out of the city. Do you know where you're moving to after the uh, nationals? I haven't haven't totally decided, but one of the cities we're considering is Las Vegas, just because um, you know I have clients there and I have friends there, and it would probably be good for my for my job. Now, do you want to give out maybe an email or something if someone wants to hire you for work? You want to pimp a book or something? <laughs> now is your time. Um, shit, I don't have. To, I don't think I have a website anymore. Uh, <laughs> you should have a Zach. Twitter maybe get you. at you. Just give something. You know, I'm, I'm I'm pretty busy. You know, I don't. I really don't need. Any he doesn't want to work. Okay. Oh, All right, oh, must be nice. He's doing great. Okay, so uh, seriously, serious Trump, might be moving. Trump's to- sitting here betting Dodger and Arizona Diamondback games, and you can't even. Find room to take a nap and have a sandwich. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, okay. Well, seriously, seriously, thank you for uh, being on the show here and uh, in the past uh, for the contributions to the site and to the radio post show. Post more, and, we miss you. Yeah, post more. Yeah, and I know. I know you. I'll uh, buy you another lobster if you move <laughs> out here. I look forward to that. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on, and uh, this is seriously, serious One of hopefully several voices from the past we'll right have now. on here. Okay. Very good. Okay, congrats so, on two hundred, guys. Good night. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Seriously, serious getting married. Who would have thought that? Okay, hold on. I'm going to text you the number Okay. right now because this person's going to bed soon. Okay. Everybody's going to bed soon is the problem. I'm That's, not. We're not. I, I, but everybody like everybody we want to have on the show is, is going to bed. Yeah. Well, they say this coast is, or this show is East Coast biased. Well, it is. You know well, no, it's, no, it's West Coast biased. So we have a bias or for the West that. Coast. Yeah, the bias against the East Coast. We, yeah. we have. It's true. We have it. All right, I sent you the number in the Skype chat. On the Skype, I'm looking at text and I get nothing. Okay. Oh, I guess I'll do it that way. Well, no, I, I see it here. I see it. All right, I'm not even sure who this is, but I will add them. The mystery for me too. I made a mistake of uh, downloading. Come on now, this ain't good. Downloading, downloading the new Skype. That was my, that's my big. But you mistake. never do download the new Skype. Everyone knows that. You think the Schwartz boy and, and Mike Jan, uh, Jansen, when they're doing the, the their show, they're downloading new Skypes? Come on, they know that. <laughs> this is amateur hour. You know better than that. Hello, the party you have reached can only accept person-to-person phone calls. <laughs> Is this Jay Riderson, person <laughs> it's, it's, it's Jay Riderson, everyone. Jeannie, she almost fooled me Listen, there. Then. Yeah. You need to, you need to let them know that you call me person to person, which you can't even do anymore. <laughs> when I call, t- 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 well, t- yeah, t- and I want to hear this story. Every 
every day he calls me and he says, this is a person-to-person phone call. Will you accept the charges? <laughs> like, who <laughs> like, does that? Not <laughs> since, like, 1960. You weren't even born yet. No, I did person-to-person. I Hi, guys. Not... Hi, how are you? Forget person-to-person. How about, okay. station? how about station-to-station? That's even more unusual. Or collect phone calls. The only time I get collect phone calls is when somebody's in jail. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. That's, uh, I, I've actually had uh, fake collect calls put on my bill that are supposedly from jails, but it's just one of those companies just putting it on my – it's called cramming. They just put it on my phone bill. <laughs> now, Jeannie, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on – it's the 200th anniversary show. Uh, I wanted you to dispel a couple of myths that are out there. The first one being there's some rumors on the street that you pimp me out and you're basically my pimp. Now, will you please dispel that rumor? You mean I sell you for sex? Yes. Well, is, it to, is it to men Sometimes. or women? To is older it, ladies at the Orleans. Okay, I was going to say, is it to men or women? Like, it's, it's to women? Well, like like to Debs? That's yes. his new girlfriend, you know. That's She's a female poker Hall of Famer. Now, secondly, yes. people on the streets have heard some you know, innuendo that they allege that I have sexual relations with you for poker buy-ins. Can you dispel this <laughs> myth, too, please? <laughs> Wow. Do you want me to tell them the truth? Be honest. I mean, even if if, if we're asleep Absolutely in a car... Absolutely not. A, a, thank you. Even if we're caught sleeping in a food for less at we 9 in the morning... We were sleeping. And Barstow. We were sleeping in Tell Barstow. them that story. You know what? Tell them that story. That's a great story. Okay. You know, everyone's coming on the tongue. Start off, you know, so what we Brandon did. Brandon and I... Mm-hmm. Okay, so Brandon and I decided last minute to go to California. I've never been to the bike um, played at the Commerce. He's been to the bike, but it was so so long ago. So we decided to just take an impromptu trip to the bike, got a hotel room, drove about five hours. We did not get lost, unlike the time we went to Pennsylvania, landed in the Philly airport, and it took us an hour and a half to get five minutes from the airport. We were in I a very cap- bad I saw that, uh, what is it, the Capitol Bell, or what the hell is it called? Yes. And you saw you saw downtown Philly like eight times. We finally figured out how to get out of Philly. So we get to the bike. Um, The playing at the bike was great. You know, hanging out with Brandon is always an experience. We both entered the horse event. I busted pretty pretty early. I go up to the room. I start falling asleep about twelve thirty. Brandon comes in. He stone cold bubbles the event. So he's starting to tell me like everything not when that people, happened. Not remember when I told I called it on the fraud show. That was was that our last show? Yes, you did. You, yeah. that's, but that literally, was the last show. I bubbled it, but you know, like I literally like was I played twelve hours and I stone cold was the bubble boy. So he's a little he's a little hopped up. Comes into the room. I'm in my Batman pajamas. We True. drew up two beds for the record. True. And then he starts talking to me. So two o'clock, I say, "Listen, I got to go to sleep." So I. Put the pillow over my head, and he goes, tap, tap, tap. He goes, it's your turn. I go, and what? He says, in Yahtzee. Because Brandon somehow got me to play this stupid fucking game on my phone, Yahtzee. So I said, I can't play, because if I play, then it's going to be your turn, and then you're going to tap me again when I'm falling asleep and tell me it's my turn, and I'm never going to go to bed. And just for the record, we're not not playing Yahtzee just for fun. We're playing for corned beef sandwiches and sushi dinners. Well, you, we already played for the corned beef sandwich. Now we're playing for the sushi. Yes. <laughs> I, won, I won the sandwich. So now it's about 2.30 in the morning, and we say, fuck it. Let's go gamble in our pajamas. So Brandon and I both go downstairs, 
I'm in my Batman pajamas, and we play Pie Gow. Yep, Pie Gow Poker. And Brandon proceeds to ask this fucking dealer every question about anything that's <laughs> anything. And every time he asks her a question, the dealer stops. She can't multitask. She's listening to him. So now I tell him that he's not allowed to ask these questions until she's already completed the deal. Now, for those that right? don't know, Jeannie's an action junkie. She's the one that's at the table for dealers talking. <laughs> she'll go, deal, deal, deal. Let's go, let's go. Like, she has to have action. That's true. It has to be constant. It can't be no, oh, so tell me about yourself, Kwan. You know, where did you grow up in, in the Philippines? No, it's what not like that. What was the question you asked me? I asked you You asked when. me a question in front of the banker, and I answered it. But I did a lot of double talking. Oh, what was I, what was the question? It, it was called. Do you know what a copy is in Pie Gal Poker? And I answered right, but not correctly. No, <laughs> but I gave a ten minute explanation of what it was. Druff, do you know what a copy is in Pie Gal Poker? Druff, did we? Did he go to sleep? I mean, he can't be gone. No, he just probably thinks we're doing our own. I mean, he could have passed away. His health has been very, very. <laughs> Oh my god! Very bad, hey guys. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying to uh, find a, a perfect moment there to, to uh, blow my well, nose and everything. You, do you know what a copy is? What the term "copy" means in Pi Gal Poker? I used to, but I don't anymore. I haven't played in so long. Jeannie, do you know? Do you remember what it was? Yes. Okay. Tell tell everyone what, that doesn't know a what copy, a copy. Is. A copy is when you take the denomination of the percentage <laughs> of the deck. A copy hey, and pie, listen, the a fucking cop- dealer understood, and she agreed with me. Right. Go ahead. A copy and pie gal poker <laughs> is when you win your bottom hand and you push your top hand, meaning you know you have the best five card bottom, but you and the dealer have the exact two same cards up top. Oh, okay. And you don't, you don't, you still lose the hand, even though technically you didn't lose either of your top two. Or I'm sorry, you push the hand, even though you didn't lose either of you know your, your five card or your two or your two card. It, because it's a copy, meaning you have the same exact best two-card hand, you don't win the hand, even though your bottom hand you know, can be slightly ahead or dominating. Anyhow, so we get done with this around, what, 5.30, 6 in the morning? About 5.30, go upstairs, we pack, and we decide to leave. We get as far as Barstow. Now, we, neither one of us slept. He's trying to talk to me. I'm starting to fall asleep. So we decide to pull over in Barstow, and we went to sleep in a supermarket parking lot. About nine in the morning. Right? Now, now, were you worried? Like with that yes. story that happened in Las Vegas in December of the that guy sleeping in his car in the gym who got shot dead, that Jewish guy. Uh, were you worried that the same thing might happen oh, to you? Wow. No. In all, it was in all so fairness, so I, I never really slept. I kind of stood guard and protected my genie. Oh, isn't that sweet? While she slept. But Brandon, we also stopped in Baker, and Brandon befriended a homeless guy who. He talked to him for about, what, 20 minutes. The yeah. guy had tattoos everywhere. And then Brandon wanted to give him $20, but I didn't think that that was appropriate without the guy doing something. So we made him wash our windows. I thought you were going to say, I, I thought it was going to get dirty from that point. I, hey, we we're going to give him $20, but he, he needed to do something for us. No, in all fairness, he had the spray and the little squeegee in his hand already. And he said that he's trying to start a uh, car detailing business, but all yeah. he had was yeah, a squeegee luck. and a spray. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, but it's true. I don't know. He said that he lived uh, in L.A. and he moved away from L.A. to the remote part of Baker uh, to get away from games. Right. 
And I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's lying. Maybe he wasn't. But that's you that's know, the he, problem. You, you I can, mean, we can never we gave him his start. But you can you can never sign all over him the red and all that. I know. know so. But the problem is, you just can never believe any of these people who ask for money over there. You can never believe their story. So we gave him what, like ten bucks or five bucks or whatever it was. He cleaned the car. I, and, I chewed Brandon down to five bucks. Yeah, so well, as cute as I looked in my Batman pajamas, well, no, we've listen, never had sex. I'm writing. That was the question. I'm riding high on life. Jeannie and I both just won a $100 scratch-off lottery ticket, the highest I've ever gotten paid in scratchies. Okay? So, you know, we had, we had, oh, I forgot that. I sent, I sent Ruff a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, I was impressed. It's like it's just a weird scratcher. Instead of just saying, like, you won 100 you, he won, like, a ton of little prizes that add up to 100 on the same yeah. ticket, like $5, $5, $10, $10, $5, $5, $5. Like, you add them all. Like, oh, it's $100. Yes. Well, the interesting thing was Brandon kept saying, wow, we won. Oh, wait a minute. We won more money. Oh, wait a minute. We won more. Like... Because every simple match, thirty every, minutes, yeah, we scratch it. off. We scooped yeah. it. Yeah, you actually scooped a lottery ticket, but then it was only a hundred bucks. It's like it, it looked like it was more than a hundred after you see all those different prizes on there, but it, it ended up a hundred, which is still good. But or hundred and ten. I think it was exactly a hundred. Exactly Jeff is right. It was exactly a hundred. And then, because remember, we had right. another one that paid six or four or something, and we tipped the girl oh, the four dollars. Yes, and then we we put the hundred in the safe, and we used it for food service. For room service. Yes, exactly. You know, I, I do. I do have to, the money. I, I have to say something. I got to confess something here, and you know, people on the radio are going to hear this, and this is the truth. You know, Brandon and Jean do spend a lot of time together, and and even I have wondered. I, I didn't think that she's pimping him out, and I didn't think that it's it's, it's about you know buy-ins or I didn't think it had to do with money, but I did wonder. Like, I wonder if anything happens. I, I have wondered that before. I'll confess that. So. Well, and you know, the other thing is I'm very, very good at trolling Facebook sometimes. No, that stuff doesn't trick me. Not my friends, not my close personal friends, but there's this contingency of like uh, bargers or like uh, – The barge and, crew. Yeah, and, and I don't know how to explain it, but I've trolled them big time. And, you know, and they're sitting there thinking, what the hell is going on? Because I'll, I'll post pictures of us, you know, me giving her a kiss on the cheek or saying we're off to, like, another vacation somewhere or we're moving into our brand The only time home. Brandon tried to make out with me was in Best Buy when he pretended <laughs> to have some very serious developmental uh, disability and was hopping around and kept saying, Mommy, 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 can I buy this? And I, and I just, of course, <laughs> go along with whatever Brandon does at the moment in front of the salesperson, and I said, yes, but... Please, you have to calm down and behave yourself. And he went, thank you, Mommy. Thank you, Mommy. And he tried to stick his tongue in my mouth. And I said to the salesperson, I have to get him back. <laughs> and we left. <laughs> true story. That's a true story. Now, now what just, was, what, what was, like the, was, there, was there any utilitarian reason for this, or were you just doing it to mess around? Just mess, mess around. around. Okay, no, it's like... I, 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 just I, we fuck with people. No, I was with someone he once... He tells people I'm his mom. He tells them... I'm his, I'm his cousin. I'm his girlfriend. I'm his wife. She came yeah. with me. She came with me. Uh, you know, I'm not going to give out too much personal information, but she came with me to a doctor's appointment I had like three <laughs> weeks ago. And she literally almost came to fisticuffs with this female. What do they call her? A, 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 she was a PA, a physician's assistant. Yes. He had to literally, he had his hands on my knee so hard so I wouldn't get up and fucking punch her between the yeah, feet. So why, why were you so mad? True story. What were you so mad about? True story. Um, she basically, Jeannie was trying to ask a question, and she basically told Jeannie to shut the fuck up. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's not good. Well, okay, well, that's... Uh, and, Bra- and Brandon was in foot pain. I can tell him that, right? You can tell Brandon that had some pain sure. in his... Okay, so Brandon had some very serious, which he still has. He has um, pain in his feet, and 
It was unbearable, which he finally went to a doctor. I hadn't been to a doctor in seven years. And what does she do? She wants to talk about his blood test results, which had nothing to do with the issue because the woman was a moron and couldn't probably diagnose him correctly. And so she was like, oh, well, your cholesterol is a little high. Hey, asshole, he's here for foot pain. Yeah, that has nothing to do with so, your foot feet. What, no, what? And, then, yeah. and then she cut me off. <laughs> so Any other genius I get protective for, of him. Oh, uh, you do. As we do for all our I, guests, and, and you're a special one, do you have anything you want to promote, any books, <laughs> a website, anything you want to give a shot? A website? Anyone you want to give a shout out to? Well, I mean, if if you want to, sure. Pokerstars.com. Just don't get into the FPP debate with Druff now. I don't want to hear any of that for three hours. I am not going to get into any debate. I I am coming up on my 10-year anniversary. And you know what? Uh, Jeannie and I are both, if you want to meet us in person, you know, remember how Genocide made her live poker debut at yes. uh, Maryland? Jeannie and I will be making our Bahamian poker debut together this coming January. I can't believe you're announcing this. What if... Uh... What if I mean, the Bahamian authorities here and and throw you throw you in with the anchovies? Okay, you you mean if he ends up in one of those refugee in the, camps? He, a refugee camp and then Brandon he will be eating me, anchovies and mashed potatoes every day? She wouldn't let that happen. I will. Me. I will go and visit him and drink and drinking from a garden hose. You know who you should really get on this show? I'm serious. I don't know if you heard about the story because the refugee camp story last year kind of trumped everything, but. I do have a, a quick two-minute story, and you should really, if you Google the guy, you can find him. Um, there was a dealer, and the first night of the PCA last year, he was in such pain that they had to call an ambulance at the PCA in Paradise Island and take him to the hospital. They took him to a private hospital, but they wanted $15,000 in cash before they would work on him. Well, of course, he doesn't have fifteen thousand dollars in cash, so they cart him off. What are you to saying? That all dealers hospital. are poor? Are you insulting dealers? Well, That's a stereotype. Well, he didn't have fifteen thousand dollars on him, so oh. they cart him off to this public hospital where they tell him that he's having an appendicitis attack, and so they go in and they operate and they leave him a scar from the top of his neck all the way down what? to his pubic area. What? The problem was he was I in such serious pain. I think it's the correct term pain. is your nether regions. You okay, don't call it your so, yes. Area. Well, <laughs> I don't know what the fucking call is. Balls. Anyway, he's in such serious pain. It doesn't go away. He has a scar that's about three feet long. They get him on a plane, get him back to the United States, he goes to the emergency room, they cut him open, and the doctor never removed his appendix. Huh. Jesus. I have yeah. to say, if this happened to me, uh, first of all, I would I would just like be Googling everything to, to verify what they're saying, if it ma- matches with the diagnosis. But second, if I thought it was possible at all, I would just say, you know what, get me on a plane immediately to Florida, and I'm going to take my chances there. I'm, not, I'm just not doing it here. Well, that's the, afterwards, that's what he did, but... Um, and I think that there's some sort of lawsuit going on. But if you Google this, there is an article. I'll try to find it, and I'll send wow. it to Brandon tomorrow so you can maybe give him a call and ask him Brandon, you, you, Brandon, you better make sure that your feet are okay before you go to the Bahamas. <laughs> so imagine, Brandon, if Brandon is running really bad in the Bahamas, his feet will act up really badly, and at that, well, at that moment they will... Bad, he's not going to run. No, 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 no listen, he'll be... They'll grab... First, he will have massive problems with his feet and then right at that moment when he's at his very 
peak of pain, they're going to grab him up and take him to the refugee camp, and he's going to be sitting there yes. eating mashed potatoes the, and anchovy juice. Or the and tell him that his appendix burst, and they need to operate on him. <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> we are going swimming with the dolphins. We have a whole good trip planned. You know, I'm, I'm actually kind of considering going myself. You should but come. I, I'm considering it. It's not like you to give up something You free. should come, and I invite anybody from Poker Fraud Alert who listens to this radio show to come. Uh, Poker Stars did change the name. It's no longer the PCA. It's like Poker Stars Festival something. Yeah. So, it, so the truth is, yes, the PCA was the last, or it is the last this year, and then they're just changing all the names. But, of course, it's probably still going to be down in... Paradise but that's not what we said. We said it would be the last PCA. Poker Fowler brought it to you here live. And that's right. Folk, folk. And that, that was true. Now, now Jeannie, but before you go, I know it's late and, and you know, for the senior citizens, um, <laughs> but I, I, there's one more funny story I want you to recant for the About audience. About the rain? No. I would like for you to tell the audience the time I really pissed off Lee Jones. <laughs> I want to hear that. Which time? Oh, I mean, before, before, time before that, when, before, uh, hold on. I, I, uh, started messing around with his social media. Let's just say that. <sighs> Wait, hold on. Before we get to that, yeah. I, I, I have to quickly say that Bobby Orr wants to say hello to you before I forget that. Oh, Sir Gen- Bobby Orr. G- it's a genie, not to and, you, Brandon. Sir yeah. Bobby Orr. Yeah. Listen, and also, Druff, Sir Bobby you... Orr, the mm. way that I met him, I have to tell you this, he came up to me during the World Series about three years ago. I was in a cash game, and as he was walking up and he introduced himself, I flopped a royal flush. This is oh, a true wow. story. You I, I walked up to Brandon when he had a real flush. That's true. You yeah, did. Was, <laughs> That's funny. Sir Bobby Orr is the nuts. He's like my lucky charm. Aww. Beautiful. Okay. Um, so, so, so how did Brandon piss off Lee Jones? I want to hear this. Well, actually, Brandon probably pissed off Lee Jones a few times, but <laughs> the did. biggest time was when Brandon thought that it was going to be fun to give Lee Jones some followers. He just and became new on he, Twitter. He just, yes, he just became new on Twitter, and within three days, he had, like, 5,000 extra followers, and didn't know how that happened, and, yes, he was a little upset. (laughs) Brandon bought him followers, and he was, he was a little upset. See, I can't believe Brandon gets Lee Jones followers, he doesn't get me anybody. But these aren't, they weren't real people, (laughs) like, it was, yeah. Like, fake followers. Oh, it was fake followers, okay, like bots? Yeah. Listen, anybody who has, like... 600 followers and then goes to 1,500 followers in one day, pretty sure they bought them. Yeah. yeah. That, that's pretty accurate. So anyone that wants to meet Jeannie in person, get her autograph, uh, say hello, stalk her. She is a uh, mainstay in the uh, Orleans uh, mixed game tournaments. Her schedule is she's always there Sunday night uh, for the horse contest at 7. And then uh, what's the day of the week with the stud high-low? Can we... Can we have a moment of silence for my friend who just passed away? Oh, I forgot. Old Man Harry. Uh, I, this Old guy Man looks, Harry. This guy looks like you know he plays all these mixed game tournaments. He looks like he's literally oh, he was he diving did. in dumpsters for his buy-in. I mean, he, 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 that's how disheveled he looks. Jeannie uh, told me. But he know, wasn't. He, he was, was a, he a was millionaire. He was a fucking millionaire. And he passed he away yesterday. He was diving in dumpsters because his girlfriend liked to collect cans and turn them in and i said harry are you kidding i said why because she can't afford to play and he said listen i give her a hundred dollars a day or 200 a day he said i'm loaded if she wants more i'll give her more but she's got this this hobby and she likes the cans so i bring her cans every day we literally found him diving in dumpster and then 
he about two weeks ago at the table at the table he all of a sudden collapsed they st- i said stop the clock so they stopped the tournament clock. <laughs> that was that was really the concern when he the, collapses the, the tournament I did. clock i turned around and wow. said oh my god stop the clock and then of course wow. somebody said call 911 but i said stop the tournament genie really is a jew so oh. 40 minutes we waited <laughs> He, they put him in the chair. They were about to cart him out, and he put his hand up and said, I'm not going to the hospital. Deal the cards. <laughs> true. Yeah, it's, it's true. So he unfortunately uh, went back to his maker, uh, was he two days ago? When did he pass but, away? But did he actually die at the poker table? Saturday. But was uh, no. No, there wasn't he a ended mix- up, uh He ended up in and out of the hospital for about a week. And then he died Saturday. Yeah, I, I have to say that if I was at the poker table and I had just paid my blinds, and then I felt like I was having symptoms of a heart attack, I, I would make sure that I, I got all the way to the to the uh, before the big blind came before they took me away. <laughs> well, I mean, we were we were at the final table. He cashed. That's what I'm you saying. Like, yeah, yeah, the final table, especially. I wouldn't leave that. Yeah. And by the way, Jeannie uh, got a text message from a, a listener named Scott from the East Coast. He's a uh, avid listener to the show. He says, "Be nice to Jeannie." She's a beautiful woman and doesn't look her age. Hmm. Aw. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you. Scott who? Where is he? He's from, he's from the East Coast. From the East Coast. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, yeah. Scott. Okay, well, uh, Jeannie. Oh, and awesome. also, Jeannie, I guess the last thing, I made the announcement earlier in the episode about Bobby Griffin, now that it's public knowledge. It is public. Go visit him. From 11 yeah. to 7, he's the night shift manager. He's on the night shift. At the Red Rock. Mm, you got to start somewhere yeah. as a shift boss. Are so. you going to call Karina Jett, the lovely Karina? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll text her in about 30 minutes if she's if she's awake. You know, she should come on. She's been a part of this for a long time. I'll text her if you okay, want. Okay, let her know. See if she'll be away, available in about an hour or so because we, you know, we got a lot of business. Okay. Yeah, we got to get going You here. could just call her and I'll let her know that she won't recognize the phone number and she should answer the phone. Okay, perfect. We love you. Thank you, and I'll, I'll see you. Uh, love you, gotta, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It's your turn on Yahtzee, by the way. <laughs> All right. I hate you. You're never going to let me go to sleep. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for Bye. a great show for 200 seasons or wow. episodes. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. She's the best. <laughs> also, you Bye, know what? I think, I think it's time yeah. now, Druff. We've had an hour and 33 minutes. We have to bring on our other staples. Got to get yeah, 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 on. Yeah, that, we definitely do. Yeah, so, that herbal tea is going to be kicking in, and right. Calawat and the rest Calawatt, of the boys. Uh, Calawat, all you guys, if you want to come on here, uh, the more the merrier. We'll uh, slap you guys on here. Uh, Daredevil, he he actually, I, I was going to surprise people with Daredevil, but uh, he's MIA. But uh, he he had said he'd like to come on for the 200th episode, but right now I cannot reach him. So I'm trying to reach Tretaruski. Who's what about Northern California guy? I I've, I don't. I had to dig up his phone number. So uh, you know, he's like he's almost like a Jeremy Lin. He comes into the league. He's a hot shot. Everyone can't stop talking about him, and then gone. What's Just that? as fast as he arrived at Madison Square Garden, he's gone. Would you agree? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to add Jay Searles here. So we. What can... about the, can we give Trader Ruski a proper welcoming? I'm here. What's happening, guys? Hey, buddy! Congratulations on uh, all of us reaching 200. I think Cal Watt's here, too. Cal Watt, are you here? I am here. How you doing, Druff? Congrats on the uh, 200. Thank you. Thank what you, about Cal me? Watt. I did 136 of them. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Not much, man. How are you doing? I'm, try- I'm, you know, I'm trying to add uh, J-Surls, and I'm having a hard time. 
I'm in your. I'm on your uh, poker fraud uh, free roll table. Is that you? I or saw that. Your, oh, that's the real Calawat. Yeah, now, what about Sisop? Is he going to be on tonight? Sisop, I don't know. I think he's, I'm just going to take listening. a couple Valium. You won't be able to tell the difference. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. So, okay. Well, first off, Traderuski. It's been uh, a good three weeks and a fortnight since we've been on the fraud show. How are you? What's new with you? Doing well. Um, Uh-oh. Come on, what, what is, is this? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's not on my end. It was, it was on my end. It was on my end. I hit the wrong button. I mean, very disrespectful. I, I, I don't even know what that was. Trader Risky, my apologies. So, so tell us. All good. New? Everything new? is good. Been, How's Katie? Uh, what have you been up to? Conferences, traveling, uh, football? Katie's good. Uh-huh. Ready for football. Got a Got like four fantasy teams. How did you do in the opening week of the college contest? Um, won a few hundred bucks. I think I was like five and three. Now, were you like me? Did you get sucked in with this under and lose because of the goddamn hook too? Bought the, you bought, bought the half, baby. Oh my god! <laughs> so you pushed. Sure we were talking did. about that earlier. You texted me and you asked me what side am I on tonight. I'm saying I'm not. I'm not betting. I'm just going with the under. I'm not taking the team, and, and it, I lose by half. I lose what they by the, what they call the hook druff. You know about the hook? No. Trader Ruski, tell them about the hook. It's the, the half. It's a half point. They call it the hook. Oh, yeah. So, and so it's yeah. forty. It's forty and a half. The final score is forty-one. I lose by what they call. Yeah, the hook. I've had that heartbreak before many times. Yeah. I was yeah, and I was gonna bet Denver, and I didn't have the balls, and then they did it. So. You know, in the history, what amazes me with sports in general is when you hear about, like, something in baseball. It's never been done or something in basketball or, or football because there's so many seasons, especially in baseball. They're playing it, like, since 1860. And tonight, you know, how many years is, is, is AFL, NFL, what has it like, been, like, 60 years, 70 years, <clears throat> whatever it may be, something happened tonight in football that's never, ever occurred. And that was, this was the first time that the starting quarterback for a defending Super Bowl champion had never played in an NFL game before. And that was a case with uh, Trevor uh, uh, Simeon. Is that how you pronounce his last name, Trevor Ruski? Is it Trevor Simeon? That's close. Okay. So he had (laughs) never played in a regular season NFL game ever. I believe it was a seventh-round pick. Last year, Peyton Manning retires. He's got that plantar fasciitis, and then the Al Jazeera is saying he did steroids, whatever. So this guy is it beats out Mark Sanchez. Okay, like really, that's how bad Mark Sanchez is. And uh, anyhow, it, it was just strange to me. It was so many games, hundreds of thousands of games played, and something occurs like that that's never once happened. So anyhow, I wasn't comfortable putting money on Denver. I mean, I know they got the defense, the home field advantage, uh, but they got a rookie quarterback. Never played, never thrown a pass, and they end up pulling it up. They got lucky. The guy missed a field goal, you know, with no time left from Carolina. But so anyhow, uh, yeah. Cal- yeah, I'm sorry. Oh and, I, oh, and I have been watching uh, the Rockford Files on Netflix. Really? Hmm. I don't know if you've watched. No, that I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of the Rockford Files. Yeah, a big fan of the. So uh, you know, guys, I, I have to I have to tell you, but uh, we're having some technical difficulties here where I cannot take, and I just tested it myself. 
I cannot take any phone calls right now or even then, make then any phone so calls. Be it. Then it's just the four of us pimper die. No, no, I, I want I want to start this over. So I'm going to start everybody oh, again. Come on. No, because we have this out of the archives at least. No, my grandparents are going to be listening. Uh, otherwise, otherwise we cannot take any calls or make any calls tonight. Well, so. you know what happened? You did that uh, Skype update. It probably was that. So I'm going to I'm going to try hour. again, and I'll, I'm going to call you guys back in a second. Okay, so I dropped everybody. We're going to see if we can. Start this again. I don't know what's going on here. I, I, I made the mistake of updating Skype. That's, that's the mistake I made. I should never, ever update Skype, ever. I should have kept, like, the 2005 version of Skype, and I'd be good. But uh, unfortunately, Skype is uh, <laughs> is updated now, and now I'm having trouble taking and making phone calls, which get routed through Skype, and they're just stuck. So we're going we're gonna to try to... And nobody call in here. I'm going to connect you guys individually. I'm trying to call Jay Searles first. Hello? Yeah, so Jay Searles, we got you on here. So and I'm going to yep. add – so I think I think we may have gotten this fixed. Let me add all of our hosts back, and then we'll continue with you. I know you've been calling like a madman. But, uh, you know, it, it, this happens. It's, we were uh, having unknown difficulties with Skype, and then we will – See if we can get these guys on here. And let's see what we've gotten so far. Uh, I mean, my Nana just texts me, and she says that she knows not to do the Skype update. <laughs> she probably just doesn't know how. Okay, so Jay Searles, uh, the only one we haven't gotten back is Trader Roski, but I'm sure we pick him up at some point. So, Jay well, Searles. I just was talking to him. He was on my other Oh, Skype. here we go. Here we I'm, go. I'm here. We I'm got here. Him. Okay, we got everybody. See, we're in good shape. See, I, this is, I, I did the right thing. Your Nana's wrong. So, yeah. So, okay. Be. So, J- Jay Searles... Uh, he left after this whole uh, controversy a few months ago where uh, it turned out that uh, a guy who had scammed trying to maniac animosity was posting under uh, another name, Lannister, and uh, well, a lot of stuff happened, and Jay Searles had just won $55, and we confiscated the $55, and it kind of just sat in limbo, and then uh, Jay Searles uh, finally... We, we I negotiated the, the Lannister truce, by the way. He, he did, that's true. I got China Maniac, the, you know, the former host of the Zone Blitz. Yeah. I got him his $500 money back. I think it was like $215, but close enough. And uh, so so Jay Searles, uh, he, he left the forum at some point. Coward, I got the and, king. How big's your kicker? Oh, come on. You man. got let's a not, king? Let's, let's not have poker talk on here. This isn't a poker show. <laughs> We're heads up in a hand. This isn't a poker show. and No collusion well, it's, either. It's not it? a Skype show. Any collusion here? Oh. Collusion you in the free it. roll? Okay, so, so Jay Searles, uh, he left the forum for a while. He just gave the 50 that. $55 that was kind of in limbo. He just said, hey, give it back to the free roll, which is uh, good. At least that got resolved. So Jay Searles, he offered to come on here and do an Ask Me Anything, an AMA. So uh, if people want to call in and ask Jay Searles anything, it's uh, 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355, or the Mount Charleston line, 702-430-1808, or I will rarely... Read the chat room, but I'll do it right now. I will read the chat room. Now, I have a qualm to pick with you. Now, I, I have no problem with Jay Searless, but it seems as if you've been showcasing this uh, Jay Searless segment like you're on the take, like you're maybe offered a bribe. Or Now, I feel like Jay Searless is fine, the segment's fine, but I feel like we have bigger fish to fry before we get to the Jay Searless Well, segment. he actually uh, he pressured me. about how he's doing and... His police. I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You know, you know what I think is going on? I think that Druff is trying to make up for a deficit in the free roll money. 
<laughs> so he's, you know, kind of like the phantom deposit kind of thing. I think he's trying to get a little bit of money from Jay Searles in, in order to cover. Well, I'm trying to you, make something. What did you buy with the money? I'm trying the, to. I'm trying to make something that uh, disappeared and that no one had talked about. That is fifty-five dollars that I thought I could keep in my pocket. That uh, it's been brought up again, and I'm trying to make it look like a good thing that I, that I held it all this time rather than uh, make it look like it's my fault. So that's that, that's part of it. Also, Jay Searles kept pressuring that we do this towards the beginning of the show, and somehow uh, the pressure. What the hell is he to dictate? What I, we I don't do know. Somehow it worked. Somehow I felt. I, I, somehow I felt like rushed, and we had to do it. So, Jay, oh. let, let's just get this done. Jay Searles. Well, uh, I'm protesting this segment. Okay. So, I'm taking Traderuski, and we're not going to take any part in it. So, right, Jay, Bubby. <laughs> hey, 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 you know you can't. Yeah, you know, but Brandon, let's let's try not to get rough too excited. Yeah, listen, listen, Brandon, you you can't. You, issues, Brandon, you know? if if you want to boycott segments, that's fine, but you can't get the other co-host into this. This is. Uh, I mean, he's well. You know, where does it say in the podcast rule book that you can't? All is fair in podcast war. No, look, I I I, I found I Trader Rooster here. Schwartz would have taken that Mike Jansen with him. If something like this happened on the two plus two network, listen, I I found Trader Ruski here. You you found him later, so you can't you, you can't tell him what to do and and boycott my segments. That's just not right. So, I don't feel as if that this Jay Searless segment should be dictated on his terms as to what time it needs to be. Well, done. Well, he didn't tell it. He, he, he actually wasn't. He actually wanted it to be done in the first hour, and we're already in the almost. But that's hours. my whole point. Who is he to say when it has to? But be But I, I didn't do it when he wanted it to be done. It's 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 almost uh, an hour later than he wanted. You have not even asked Callawat how he's doing or how what's going on. We'll get to that. I mean, it's Rochester. Uh... Well, I'm just saying it's common courtesy. It's a 200. Callawat, how are you, sir? What's new? Tell I, us. I, I was doing good until this Jay Searle segment. Oh boy! Exactly. See now the whole the whole uh, <laughs> the whole show's turning on me here. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Let's do the Jay Searle. Okay, so so uh, say Jay Searle. Before anyone asks you, what are you oh, what are you doing on now? right now with us now? Yes. Wow. What's up, Jay Searle? Not much is going on. Been on be, listening to you, bitch. I, well, I mean, do you feel as if you should be able to direct stringent terms as to when you should come on? And I oh, like you. I'm, I, I'm sorry? I said definitely. I mean, you're that special that you should take precedent <laughs> over everybody else? No, I mean, I'm just I'm just fucking around. Like, I, I asked if I could come on in the first hour or like two hours in. Like, Druff could have said no, it's his fucking show. Oh, okay, so it's not like you were making any demands. No, I was just like, hey, you want to have me on? Cool. If not, I'll go to fucking sleep. What's, Listen, yeah, what's yeah. going on with your Kansas City Royals, buddy? They were looking like uh, they were for a while, and then they just fucking shit the bed. Yeah, the last the last week they've lost six games, every single game by one run. It's fucking, it's been brutal. Okay, so, so Jay Searles, are you working right now, or are you still uh, out of a job? Oh, no, I'm working. I've been working since January. He's got an important, even I know that. He's got a secret important job. All I can say is he protects us. That's all I can say. (laughs) In some indirect way, are you protecting even the listeners of the the fraud show? Yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid to give a broad answer. I work for a Department of Homeland Security. What? You told me never to mention that. I can't believe this. (laughs) Oh, it's true. It's true. And so, it's not like in a janitorial role. So, so, so hang on. So, so, so you can you you can welch on bets with Vegas thirteen sixty nine. You can uh, you can hide a scammer yeah, amongst us who uh, has scammed China maniac, and then and then somehow you still get a job at the Department of Homeland Security. Don't they do background yeah, checks? It didn't, yeah, it didn't come up on the background somehow. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't uh, Google you and say, okay, who's this Vegas thirteen sixty nine that you scammed? 
They actually asked me about one time on Facebook like six years ago. I told a guy I was going to like fucking fuck his mother or something, and they asked me about that in an interview. It was pretty embarrassing. So, so how can they, so they care about you fucking a guy's mother, but then they, they don't care about scamming Vegas? How can I, I would think that uh, monetary things are much more concerning to them because you know, the Department of Homeland Security, they wouldn't want anyone on the take who, uh, who could right. be bribed. So you think that monetary matters would be more important than you fucking someone's mother. Yeah, you'd think so. They must, I mean, Homeland Security must not be looking at PSA. They must not. I mean, no, they, I mean, the FBI's listened to the uh, shows I've done before, so I thought maybe Homeland yeah, Security would be too. That, Is that one guy's that cock? Down, I actually once had, uh, I, I once got, I, I didn't get a direct contact, but I was told by someone who's very reliable that they got a call from the FBI related to a spying matter of someone who used to be in the military that was thought that maybe they sold military secrets. I'm not going to name them on the show. I can tell you later, Brandon, who was suspected. And that this person asked the FBI, well, why are you calling me about this? Why would you think I would know about it? And they said, well, you had said that you don't like this person. They said, well, where did I say that? They said, uh, we, we heard it on Donkdown Radio. <laughs> so that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Jay Searles, you're, you're working for Department of Homeland Security. That's that's surprising. I'll say that. I I, I, I kind of pictured you were still unemployed. That's what I've been. That's what I've had in my head all this time. Yeah, I wish I was still unemployed. That was fucking awesome being unemployed. H- how long were you unemployed? Uh, about seven months. And were you collecting unemployment? Well, uh, no, I was collecting severance from my previous job. Okay. And uh, so how, how do you get a job like at Homeland Security? You just would you went and applied and they accepted you? Yeah, you just apply and do like ninety-seven fucking interviews and yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah. if that's who we want. They're like, you're awesome, man. Now, did they did they interview Animosity too, like as a character reference? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. So what is this segment again? That he's asked that he gets to ask you anything? No, no, we ask him anything. Okay. Oh, we ask him anything. Yeah. All right. So that's a, in the chat room, oh. if you guys want any questions asked of Jay Searles. Oh, here's a question. Why have you, since you're gainfully employed now at a, at a cushy government job, why have you not paid at least something towards uh, this bet you had four years ago with Vegas 1369 about the words then and then? Why have you paid yeah. nothing? I, yeah, I know you're not going to like the answer, and no one's liked the answer through the years, but I don't feel like I owe Vegas money. Like. He said those two words, and he never posted twenty-five posts with both words misused. Like, it's pretty. It was a pretty funny bet back in the day because he was trying to pin me down on grammar, and like in the wording of the bet, he fucked up the grammar. Like, it was, he he fucked up the whole time. Okay, now what is? Uh, but the, you have to understand the whole forum, like including me. Like, we were looking at the whole thing from a neutral standpoint, at least some of us were, and, and we determined that you owed it. So you just, you went against everybody else's assessment of the situation. Yeah, wasn't this settled long ago that he forgave the debt or whatever and everyone moved yeah. on? No, no, it wasn't quite forgiven. It was, it, was, no, it was kind of like not forgiven. Do you still have your account? Is it in good standing? Well, yeah, he's what logged into the, the, he's on logged the fraud in the, show. Yeah. yeah on the, okay, then you know what? Just come back to the fraud show and you, your, your hiatus has been... Long enough, you're now a respected government agent protecting society <laughs> from Al Qaeda and and and, and anti Semitic. Do you protect us from anti Semitic people too? Cults and oh, whatnot? No, not really. No, okay. not really. So, so, the, so the Jews are still in danger then is what you're saying. Yeah. So just come back to the fraud site and, and you know, you've hosted some 
uh, golf tournaments and, and other things honorably and let bygones be bygones. We've had worse than, than this in terms of – remember the one guy who was friends with uh, the Texas Ranger – what was his name? The baseball player. He was friend, claimed he was friends with Josh Hamilton. Oh, actually, we, we were talking about the Templar. Yeah, the Templar. Yeah, yeah. The Templar. Yeah. No, I know we've had, we've yeah. had worse. Okay, so – I mean, we've had way worse. We're talking about then and then and Vegas. He but he's care. not even banned. He just left on his own, Jay Searles. Well, but we should just—he should come back. It's been enough. It's been long enough. He's been away from home. He's over there posting on that pocket fives forum, based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, he needs to just come back to where his roots are and, and come back to PFA. Do, do you agree, Tedder Uh oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, see, <laughs> I'll tell you—that's a loyal soldier right there, my boy, Trader If I had to go to war with anybody, I'd have him right next. That's to him. I'm afraid. That I think I think Brandon loyal soldier. I think Brandon has commandeered Trader Ruski, and now uh, going to use him for backup for everything. Now it gives me—he's my boy. That's my boy right there. Uh, anyhow, uh, we have eight minutes left with this segment because I promised the, the Vietnamese poker lady that we would call her no later than ten because kids have to be up in the morning for school. So we have eight more minutes. With this segment, okay, Drift. that's fine. So, Trader, uh, not Trader. Uh, so, uh, Jay Searles, what, what is your highest level of, of schooling that you completed? Uh, I have a bachelor's degree. You do have a bachelor's degree. See, I always wondered. I wondered yeah. if you were uh, just a high school graduate or if you were a uh, college graduate. And I've—he's uh, not a dumb kid. I didn't, I didn't say he's dumb. I'm just saying uh, I, I've just wondered from things he's posted whether uh, he's very he can be very obnoxious. And what he's very good at is he knows just how to get under people's skin. He's very good at that pushing those buttons, but he's a he's an intelligent person. He he, he is. Look at Brandon. First, Brandon was against the segment. It was under uh, protest. Against now the now segment, he's. Uh, I was against. I thought that he was dictating. You know when he should be on. I thought that everything should be done respectfully, and you know, like he okay. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the anniversary show. We all need to come together. That's what's important. Um. And and I listen. I just welcomed him back, Druff, with open arms. I told him to come back into the fraud. He, would you admit, for better or worse, he does make the fraud forums more interesting? Well, it depends. It depends what he's doing. Like sometimes he's just uh, intentionally awful, and it, it, it uh, makes the site worse. Sometimes he doesn't. more awful than that. Britney's clit, and you let him run around. Rampant. Well, no. It's, it's, it depends. It depends. Of uh, he also is someone who can be hit and miss. Whether he seriously, uh, just or- be honest. Tell me if it's me or if you agree differently. Is the, Britney's clit? Do you think he's absolutely god awful? He's fucking like he's one of the worst for sure. He's okay, like I when agree. he's in his manic episodes, like no one knows what the fuck he's talking. It about. depends. He, it, it depends. It depends if he if he's in this mode where he's posting a lot of weird stuff that nobody understands, and he's terrible. If he's if he's actually posting coherent stuff, then he makes good posts. He just you just the don't problem know. Problem is most of it isn't coherent. He's mostly manic. He's more manic than not. He goes through streaks. It depends. But, but to be honest, uh, Jaceros kind of goes through streaks too. So they've they've got that in common. All right. Yeah. So so let, let me think. What else? Uh, let's see. Does the chat room have any How questions? Often uh, do you masturbate a week? Oh, here, the, here, the, the, the mid thirties, Jay Searles? Yeah, mid thirties, married. So you know, it's probably like twice a week. All right. It's about average. Okay, Maybe and a little less than average. And uh, <laughs> here, here's a question from the chat room from uh, Ubari ninety. Uh, are you voting for Trump or Hillary? Uh, I've never voted. Like, I don't know if that's a popular answer, but I've never voted for shit. You're actually in one of the few states where it can actually matter. Yeah. You're in uh, Missouri, right? Yeah. Yep. 
People always get confused yeah, with that. People always think, oh, Kansas City, it's Kansas, but there's a the Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. But the, the I, I guess the one that's more uh, the, the bigger side is the is the Kansas City, Missouri side, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Kansas City, Missouri has like two million people, and Kansas City, Kansas has like two hundred thousand. And and what about now? The Royals are they in Missouri? Yeah. Okay. Everything's in Missouri. All that's in Kansas is like a fucking ghetto. <laughs> okay. That's kind of weird, Kansas City, Missouri. Now do you think of it? I, I've, I've known this for a long time, but it's just kind of weird that I just sit there and, and think about it. But How, did you end up betting on uh, the Florida State game? Yeah, I told you that. I texted yeah, you that. I didn't, I, well, you said you were debating. I, I unfortunately I was busy. It was in Bimini. I didn't get back to Vegas right before. How, how much did you end up uh, winning on that game? A thousand, but a thousand bucks, which is a big sports bet for me. That is. I'm mean, usually like fifty and a hundred dollars. I mean, and would you agree with me that? Uh, that is your cliche version of a tale of two halves. I mean, the yeah, way they played yeah. in the second half, it was like it was a different team. A 30-0 yep. run against you know, another top 10 team, and that's, that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, honestly, honestly the way I yeah. saw it going in the first half, I thought, I thought it was dead. Yeah. That's that, just like a Jimbo Fisher thing, though. Like They used to do that with James yeah, Winston. They and, did. Yeah, seven I just, I seven times the year they won the national championship, they came from behind. Well... Yeah. That's, that's it. Okay, well, let's... I'll say one more thing because, you know, I did go to that school. In uh, all the years of them playing football and all the years of those great Bobby Bowden teams and, you know, the 80s and 90s, that was their biggest comeback in school history. They were down 28 6. They've never come back from uh, 22 points or more before. So, anyhow, go on, Druff. No, no, I was just going to say, uh, I guess the chat room doesn't have many questions for Jace Earls. I guess they, they know well, everything. It's really kind of surprising. Like, I've been a. Probably the most divisive figure on PFA. I, I am surprised too. I thought they were going to have a lot of questions. Like, for, for some reason, there's no one. I think Marty is more divisive than you. Yeah, yeah Marty, he's Marty only is been around like half the time. Well, that's because I've banned half the time. That's why. <laughs> In all fairness, and I mean, actually, it, has, it hasn't been all that. I will be fair that say some of the time Marty's been absent because I've banned him, and some of it has just been he's left and he hasn't been banned. So. I will say there have been – I know if, if I don't clarify this, I'm going to get like a really angry message going, you fucking asshole, don't talk about me on your show. You know I, I just don't post on your shithole because I don't want to. But like, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get that. And That has happened before where he doesn't post on my shithole because he doesn't want to, but it's also happened that he's just banned. I think currently he's banned. Oh, Jay Staff said he took a leak during the AMA. So I'm getting word that there is a uh, drinking game that's developed along the East Coast, and the drinking game is each time we introduce a new guest – a listener has to drink a shot, and the shot that this listener is drinking is cinnamon whiskey fireball. So every time we have a new caller on, they take one shot, and I guess this is picking up some steam along that east coast. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, uh, I, I guess that's it, Jay Searles. I guess there's not many more questions for uh, you. Jay Searles, do you have anything you want to promote? A website? A book? Uh, something. <laughs> no. Actually, there, there's, 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 there's one more question. There's one more question from the chat. This is from Lou Father. Has anything come back to your wife in any way from Poker Fraudler? Has your wife ever gone through any hassle due to uh, Poker Fraudler uh, and your actions there? No. 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 All right. never, never said anything to me. And is your marriage okay? Some, or are you, are, are you gonna... I know some people were like pulling their pictures off and posting them and shit, which is, that's uh, honestly, I haven't really touched on it, but that's why I've stepped away from PFA was back when, uh, but then that one dude died. Like I don't remember his name. Even. Delaware, yeah, and yeah, and like I had posted a week before, like I wish you would die. And I realized 
like PFA is pretty fucking toxic. It's pretty stupid, really. Well, um, you don't you don't have to let it do that to you, though. You you can't, you can't use that as an excuse why you, you say bad things on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like since the beginning, I've been kind of the heel, like the the site heel, and like I just realized it's it's pretty. Uh, I mean, it's not an excuse. I'm saying that's why I stepped away. Like, but I you don't have to do that. There's a middle ground where you you you're you're not intentionally toxic yourself and just participate there. You can do that. Yeah, I mean, it's, with my persona, it's kind of it's kind of hard to scale that back. I don't think <laughs> you can. Uh, of course you uh, can't. Operate the way I did for so many years and then just be like, hey, guys, let's all be friends. No, you don't have to be friends. You just post normally. Just, just post. Uh, Jay Serialist, no- are you going to think about maybe coming back to the to the forum? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't plan on coming back to the forum anytime soon. Okay. Now there's a uh, Turks and Caicos golf tournament. Maybe you come back and you, you run a little contest for it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Right. Okay. Well, thank you, Jay Searles, for coming Funny on guy. here. And uh, we, uh, you know, you, you're not banned. You can come back when you want. It's just uh, if you don't want to come back, that's fine. But I, I think there's a middle ground. I think you can come come back and be a normal poster and not a troll, and then then it won't be toxic. Like I, I don't get when somebody trolls all the time and then says, "Oh, it's a toxic environment." Well, yeah, you're making it that way. Like I, I don't get why yeah. you, that. Just don't do it. Yeah, but wouldn't that's be that much nature. fun, would it? What would yeah, be the that's, point? Yeah, that's his whole gig, though. I know, but he, he can has change. Has no, but then he doesn't like his own gig. That's the like he he's, he's like hating his own gig. So if if you if it's bothering you what you're doing and the reaction you're getting from people, you know, I was going to be do honest, it. Druff. I'd never seen you take such a interest in a forum member like this. Why don't you just tell him you love him and be done with it? Because that's what it sounds like to me. No, you're there's no re- interest. I'm just uh, risky, I'm giving agree. I'm giving I'm giving my opinion about uh, it. Doesn't make sense to me why no. someone who would I troll say him. that the whole thing's toxic. Trader Ruski, what do you think? Do you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. See, no, you but I do, I do think that ninety percent of the people probably don't even know what, what you guys are talking about. Me being one of them. See, that's the whole point. That's so, true. That's true. We shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't uh, focus too much on forum stuff here. So okay, thank thank you, Jay Searles. Anyway, he has called the Jay radio Searles, show before. Come so. Back. Just so come back. Jeff right. loves you. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's see. If, I don't know if we can now, even make any other calls. I have to make one more call now. Uh, I'm actually outside taking my young dog out. But the next call is going to be to someone who's been a part of it from the beginning, even before. She grew up in a small little village in rice paddies. In a hut, no electricity, no air condition. Uh, they had to go down to a stream just to get water. Do you know who that one person may be, Druff? Yeah, Karina Jett. Mm-hmm. Can you call her? Because she definitely has something. I'm sure she has to pimp. Did okay, I say well, that at the end? you have anything you want to Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's, yeah she'll never, she'll never pass that one up. That will be 30 minutes of, 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 of Vietnamese lady talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so give me the number. I'll call that up. and uh, then we... Oh, you don't know the number? Uh, actually, I can get it. Yeah, let me see here. All right. No, I do. Ha- I do have it. I just have to look it up. Okay. Well, hold on. I can. Do you want me to text it to you? Or can you? No, no, I've got. I've got it here. I've got it. It starts. The first number is an eight. Yeah, I got Second it. One. I got it. Okay. All right. I forgot. She I got the. Has, I, I, she has young ones that have to go to class in, in the morning. Oh, so do I. And, well, she doesn't take them. The nanny does, but still, she likes. Yeah, I actually. The whole see, listen, listen, listen. I, 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 I do take Benjamin and. I'm staying up so late doing this show. I, I, it's very tough for me. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to complain about something here. Does he get impressed when you drop him off with other kids and you're coming up with your eighty thousand dollar BMW or that don't or Mercedes or that don't hold much? Does, no, does he it? get impressed or do, do other people get impressed? Does he get impressed knowing that he's getting dropped off 
in the eighty thousand uh, dollar. No, he he has no clue how much the car costs. But uh, the the thing is, a, a lot of people who go to the school that he goes to have rich parents, so no one's gonna be impressed there. Oh, that's he, true. he doesn't go to school Beverly. in the ghetto, so yeah. You go to what Beverly High or Beverly? <laughs> Beverly High. Or? Yeah, uh, like, yeah. It's not. Uh, in fact, I went to his back to school night tonight, where the mm-hmm. you go there and the teacher tells you what they're going to do for the year, and I. It wasn't like this last year, but I've never seen – he's in a new school this year. His class is so white. Like I, I, I'm trying to think if there's even one non-white person in his class. I think it may be 100 – it's either Sounds 100% racist. white or almost – I'm just – I was surprised because I, I, I saw more well, diversity in these other classes. there are not many non-whites that live in Beverly Hills. No, but not, not, even, not even many Asians. I think there's like one Asian and the rest are white. No I black people. I Asian that was at the top of the class. Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of smart white people out there too. The white people can compete. Sometimes. I guarantee that. How old is the, the Asian? They're they're all uh, you know, five right now. I guarantee that the the Asian, the five year old Asian, could give half of PFA a run for their money if they both took the SATs right now. Maybe I should let them take the let the uh, Asian kid play the free roll. <laughs> Real cute. Well, let's get that jet lady on the phone. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, there she is. Hello? Jet? Hi. Yes? Welcome. Hi. This is, this is you're on the phone with uh, bracelet winner Todd Dandroff would tell us, myself, co-host Trey Daruski, and co-host Callaway out of Rochelle, New York. This is our 200th anniversary show. Very monumental moment. I feel so privileged to be a part of it. Absolutely. We had Jeannie on earlier. I'm How sure are, she was... Felt huh? good about being on it. So, she did you like expose it. your whole relationship yet? No, no. It's yeah, still that, under wraps. no, no. It's, it's already been fleshed out yet. We're, we're, yeah, it has. It has. Yeah. How are you? Just get it over with. I know. It's about <laughs> time. How, how are you, Karina? What's new? I'm excellent. The kids are back. I in was school? just watching. I was just watching Big Brother with Chip. Oh, is Chip? Chip's right there next to you, huh? He was. He made me leave the room. You <laughs> <laughs> like, go call the fraud show on your own. I'm not going to have this crap uh, in the now, background. Now, Karina, does he still listen to the fraud show? I know he used to. He's commented on it, but I, I, as of late, does he still kind of tune in or no? Be honest. I don't think okay. so. Really? We lost Jet Sox. So. We lost a listener. I remember I was at I was at a World Series table with him, and he he told me he listened. And I thought, oh, that's nice. That's uh, Chip Jet. Let me ask him. Let me ask him. Chip, do you still listen to their show? Now, be honest. He said he did for a long time, but now he doesn't. Oh boy, we lost listen. See, can we... you can you ask him? Like, and he could be open and honest and even malicious. What is it about the show that we kind of lost him along the way? What what is what's his? Critique? Yeah, how, how do we lose him as a listener? How can we get him okay, back? Okay, he says that the reason why is he quit. All listening to all podcasts, it wasn't personal. Oh, okay, okay. Well, as, as long as that's true, then I guess I can be. Now, if we wanted to bring him back, what kind of concessions could we make? If we did maybe a Chip Jet thirty-minute regular segment, uh, Chip Jet Memorial Tournament, uh, <laughs> what 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 could we do to get his? Li- is there anything that we could do? Get, that would not get him back. He doesn't no. like any publicity. Really? No, he's a very low key man. Yeah, really. Mm. He leaves the house for like three because weeks during what, the summer. What can they do That's to get it. you back as a listener? They want to see, know if they have to have a chip jet memorial tournament. 
I told him that. Too. <laughs> now he's like laughing, and his face is blood red right Aww. now. Oh, he's a good man. Good man. He's just not into that. He said that you know, put him in front of like anything public, he will freak out. But put him at a poker table, he's fine. Especially mixed game. Yeah. Especially mixed game. Yeah. So, Karina, what is new with you? What's going on in your world? Poker player, mother, wife, real estate, uh, extraordinaire. What else? Chef, uh, socialite, <laughs> women's poker hall of fame board member. The list goes on and on of your superlatives. What am I missing? Yeah, that was pretty good, Brandon. I'm Thank very you. impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, so what, what's you going know, on? It, the was, kids? it was a little bit of a transition since the fall of tilt but I've recovered pretty well with my real estate career and I'm very happy that I went into that direction now for those that don't know back in the day you know because there are people that are new enough that they don't even remember that era Karina was and her husband Chip were both uh what are they, red pros like you weren't friends at the yes, site. you we were, were yeah. red pros wow right I wasn't yeah. a friend. I was a pro. She won poker after dark. She beat out the lady with the smelly feet, Annie Duke. <laughs> and Annie Duke was sitting there I all pissed off. I beat out Mike Mattisau heads up. Yep. Well, I just, maybe it was three months ago. I, I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I saw the one hand and Annie Duke was just there mumbling. And, and oh, I had all these outs and, and she was pouting at the table. It was, it was pretty horrendous. Uh, I don't remember the hand, but you had like, I don't know. She had uh, queen 10. Yeah. I had queen 10. Okay. She had a, uh, I actually played the show for my kids the other day because I wanted to see how my kids were going to react to seeing their mom on TV. So it was really cute. But uh, it was the queen 10 and she had, I think, nine ten, and she flopped a straight flush draw. Well, okay, couldn't happen to an extra person. And she bricked a turn in river, <laughs> and then she was just bitching and moaning about it for the duration. I, I had her berating me before when I was short stacked and went all in with ace seven, and she had ace queen, and I flopped the seven and doubled up, and she's berating me. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm short stacked. I go with ace seven. It's super standard. Like, why are you berating me? That was you my know, first. What's, what's amazing to me is that I have on good authority from people that have told me that she basically only makes a living now flying around not just the u.s but canada and europe giving motivational speeches to companies making absurd amounts of money uh, you know as an hourly rate you know of course probably no less than first class you know airlines and hotels and that you know she probably makes i wouldn't be surprised half a million a year just you know giving speeches and mode you know and yeah it's unbelievable just, after the history with ub and with that epic poker fail and all that and she's still doing that well, you know what? If somebody wants to pay her and they do, you know what? Good for her. But I think they don't understand exactly what they're buying. They just they just say, oh, it's a poker star, a female poker star. You know, she was successful. Okay, we're like they they don't know the backstory about how scandalous she is. That's the problem. That's what bother. Well, otherwise, it wouldn't bother me. There's a lot me. of like, people that are public speakers that are scandalous. Well, I know, but it's not known. Just like, like the guy. What was the guy with the the stockbroker guy that stole all the money? You mean uh, Bernie Madoff? With... What? You're talking about Bernie Madoff? No, not him. The guy that played... Um, 
Wait, a poker player or somebody? No, the wolf, the wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, he still goes around and makes money and does speeches. But he was a criminal. But people know that. But the thing is, when he speaks, people know. Oh, he, you know, he was a criminal. They know his background. With Annie Duke, they just say, "Oh, this is a poker player." They don't. They just don't know. That's that's what bothers me. They, they hire her not. What. They don't know about the the scandal that was following her. It's just it's we know it, but but people outside of uh, the poker community don't. It never got out well enough. It should have, but it didn't. Yeah, well, that's that's that that goes for a lot of people, just like Ted Forrest, for example. Well, you know, we're going to talk about that. Obviously, that was a topic that uh, we are going to talk about. You are a good friend of his. You've known him. What, since you got into poker a decade ago? A decade plus, probably? Okay, more, more, more. Wow, I've known more. him for longer than a dec- ago, decade ago. But let me tell you, I wouldn't say we're good friends. I used to be more friendly with him. But, you know, he's his life has changed tremendously in the last 10 years. Well, can you? But I with, used to hang out with him more, yes. With, without betraying a, a friend or a colleague, whatever the term may be, could you maybe give our listeners some insight into, you know, you just made a statement that his life has changed drastically in, in, in the past decade. Can you expand on that, please? Um, well, I will tell you that when I was doing or had more dealings with him, I knew of many instances where he would take markers out of one casino and then pay another marker at another casino and kind of like, you know, what is the term? Pay, Robbing Peter pay to pay whatever. Yeah. Yes, he would do that. And eventually that ends up catching up to you, which that, here we are now. So what casinos have done in the, in the, in the past to help these guys recover is they put them on a payment plan. Now, once, you know, they don't pay their payment plan, you know, all of a sudden you're a criminal. And how they get you in this town is like, you know, they make you write a check, so then they get you for a bad check law. Yeah, and what she's so talking about for those turns into a crime. For those of you that don't know, so uh, Ted Forrest, uh, an arrest warrant was issued for him uh, on uh, at the end of August for uh, in Las Vegas. And he was charged with two felonies, drawing and passing a check without sufficient funds. As she, as she was explaining, that was probably because they made him pay a check, write a check as a as part of his agreement to pay them no, back. No, that's, that's not what it means at all. What the way it works, if if I may, is when you take out a marker for a casino, and I know this because I have casino credit. Say I take out ten thousand dollars. The way the marker is printed out, it's printed out with my name in the left hand corner. Okay, and then it basically says payable to the Bellagio or whatever casino it may be for X amount of money. Yeah, and then they issue you the funds for whatever you said. So it's not like you're writing a check to them. No, no, but, she, but she's saying that what happened was that uh, when he that, that once he got on the payment plan, that's when he – it may have been the same type of check, but that, that, that they, they had no, him – No, he just stopped on – no, no, that's incorrect. He just stopped honoring it? He just stopped making payments. Okay. And then they said, well, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to prosecute you. But the, the original right. charges, they don't stem from him doing anything wrong you know, with the payment plan other than not paying – it's the original charge of him just taking out a marker in general and not honoring it. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's yeah, that, so, 
Yeah, it says that he, it says that uh, he had insufficient funds when he tried to pass two checks totaling two hundred fifteen thousand right. between October twenty eighth, two thousand twelve, and May seventeenth. But those two checks are the markers he got at the casino right. to get chips. Right, right. And, and it was at the win this happened. Yeah. So, but here's the thing: yeah. these these casinos are just as guilty, okay? Because they know he doesn't have the funds, and they give him like thirty days to pay it off, and they know that the money's not in there, but they're hoping that they might get paid back, and then all of a sudden. You know, they're going to, you know, See, I don't, I don't buy that. You. I don't I, believe, I mean, listen, just as much as you, me, Druff, all of us want to take the casino's money, they want to take our money too. I mean, everyone knows it's fair game. They're dirty. We're trying to be dirty. We try to find any edge we can find, you know, so all they can do. And again, I speak of experience because I have credit lines at a number of high-end casinos. They run your credit. They make sure that you have good credit. If you have bad credit, if you have a bankruptcy on your record, you know, it hasn't been seven years, whatever, whatever, they're not going to give you credit. So, so at one point, he had to have decent credit. At one point, he, he had, had one have, point, yes. Exactly. That is correct. And that's right. Now, the problem that casinos have and, and why things like this occur is because I can walk in right now to the Bellagio and I can get $60,000. And it's based on the fact that two years ago, when I applied for credit for the first time, I had great credit. I had money in the bank. But they don't know what's gone on. Basically, there's no uh, protocol or there's no, uh, what's the term, checks and balances that they can basically follow up on you, whether it's twice a year or you know every couple months to make sure that you're in the same st- uh, financial you know point that you were when they issued you credit. I mean, a lot can happen in two years. A lot can happen in six months. You know, a guy wins a tournament. Ted Forrest wins a tournament. He has half a million in the bank. The Bellagio sees that. Okay, we'll give you $100,000. Yeah, we'll give you 200000 Six months from now, all that, that 500000 is gone. Plus, he owes other people money. And, and you get, and, but there's, they're not going to know that when he walks in there. They don't check your financial, you know. Yeah, I have to agree. It's the individual's responsibility to of course it is. You can't to, put to know what money you have. Okay, so hey, we have a caller. I want to make sure see if the caller has anything to add to this. If it's just a general call, we'll have to talk to him later. But a caller, you're on the air from five zero eight. Oh uh, yeah, it's a different topic. So you can continue, Drew. Who, who is this? I'm just curious. Technation twenty two. Technation twenty two. Okay, well, feel free to call back later. Yeah, we're, we're talking about this topic right now. But uh, thanks for your call, and we'll uh, you can call in a bit later. No worries. Thanks, All right. Jeff. Now, Karina. Are you there, Karina? Yes, I am. Okay, you'll have more insight into this as well, being a friend of both the parties I'm about to mention. But from everything I've read in in you know various po- poker po- publications, and I have no personal insight into, uh, and I'm speaking now of Mike Matisau as well as Ted Farce. I don't know either one of them uh, personally. I've played tournaments with them, and, and other than that, I've had some I've had some conversations with Mike Matisau, but I, I don't know him personally. But from everything I've read, a lot of the blame seems to be on Mike Matisau for not honoring this bet. And, you know, people, I've seen people come to Ted's defense saying that if Mike would have paid him the million dollars, that, you know, Ted could have paid everybody off, that that Ted really expected to get paid if he won that bet, that he would have paid Mike if he would have lost. What is your take on that? Is there anything you may know, just, you know, personally that, that isn't reported, you know, in regards to what went on? And, of course, talking about their famous, uh, million-dollar weight loss bet from about six years ago that Ted Forrest won. Okay, so what I'm going to say about that is more of observer, okay? So I think, yes, Ted 
you know, Mike still knows that he owes the bet, but at the time he was getting paid crazy money from Full Tilt, and if he did have to pay it, he would be able to lean on Full Tilt. I'm sure Mike probably thinks, like, now that he doesn't have that income from Full Tilt anymore, that he's unable to pay it. So it's kind of like Mike's blaming Full Tilt, Ted's blaming Mike, you know, it's the blame game type of thing. So... You know, I'm not saying but still, that nonetheless, when, and I, wrong. I, it, it's kind of the same thing that, that Eric Lindgren said to everyone that he owed money in fantasy sports and in loans. Well, it's not my fault. I lost my job with full tilt. But still, as a person, you know, just integrity wise, you know, I don't feel like that's a legitimate excuse. Well, not only that, I, I, with somebody, if you owe someone money, you know, you have to pay it. I, I have a question. I agree with you. I have a question. I agree with you. This I'm not saying that I don't agree with you. I'm saying that's probably what they're saying. Well, well, that, that is what you're saying. I have a question, though, for the other side, though. If not getting paid the million dollars from, uh, from Mattisau has caused Ted Forrest all these problems, uh, then how could Ted Forrest have paid Mattisau if – he lost the bet. No, because he was laying huge odds. Oh, was he laying odds? It was, I think it was – I mean I have to look, but maybe it was 100000 to win a million. It might have even been as low as like 50000 because Madison was a heavy favorite in, in what most people who followed this handicapped it as because Ted Forrest had to lose so much weight so quickly and risk you know dying from it. Like it was an absurd amount of weight. So like you know, it was reported – you know, he was – jogging or running in Vegas in, in the, the dead part of, you know, the, the dead heat of summer with like five layers of clothes, kind of like what, you know, how Rocky used to train that movie. So it was not an even money bet. I'd have to look at it, but I, I want to say at the very least it was 100000 to win a million. It might have even been, or 100000 he would have lost if, if, you know, it went the other way. It might have even been much less. It wasn't And a you great don't bet. even know the backstory where some people can cover Ted's part of that piece of the action sometimes people exactly do too. yep very good point excellent point so we don't know i mean you could say that about a million instances i heard this from guys in the poker room that's made crazy bets. you can say that well if this happened then this wouldn't have happened you could say that a million times the the gist of it is they owe they have to take some people have to take ownership of what they did somebody has to own their bets and okay, I, that they they made those bets. I want to be accurate. Uh, it, it was two million, not a million, and it was twenty to one. So he would have had to. What would that be, Drew? Hundred thousand. Uh, yeah. It was so it, it, it his end wasn't. Anyhow, you know, in my opinion, in my opinion, they if they were going to make that bet, and Ted was smart about making that bet, he would have had some type of arrangement or some type of an amount in escrow on Mike's side yeah, they should instead have. of his word. Okay, so I'm actually reading this from ESPN. So this would be Zachary. When all was said and done, the terms that they agreed to, uh, they were adjusted twice. It ended up being $2 million if Ted Forrest got to 140 pounds. And, and listen, when the bet was made, they had him on a scale. He weighed 250 pounds, and he had to get to 140 in three months. I mean that's kind of nuts. Yeah, that is. <laughs> okay, and he did it. That is so, crazy. So it was two million that he should have gotten, and if he would have lost, he would have had to pay one hundred fifty thousand to to Mike. And, okay, so, and, and uh, so I, I have another. That's, you know, two million—that's a lot of money. 
that is that, you know, that okay, wipes so, away so, a lot of fucking problems. So I, I have I have a question here though. Uh, I don't even know why Mike would make such a bet like that. He never had two million. He claimed he was drunk <laughs> at the time, and then he okay, also thought so that the, this is a the quote. Phelps claimed the same thing. You yeah. can't claim that when the bet is going on for months at a time. No, no, for, for sure, for sure, Mattis House in the wrong here. The qu- the question is though. Uh, Ted Forrest, he once owned uh, a, a good-sized portion of UB, and uh, he made a lot of money from that. W- where did all the money go? Because just from that alone... Okay, see, this is this is right here what kind of irritates me. This is a quote on ESPN. This is Mike Matisseau. As soon as I made the bet, I said, I don't want you to die. Okay? Then I told him, I don't have the $2 million to pay you out. I really made the bet because I didn't think it was feasibly possible for him to do so. Meaning lose that kind of right. So that's, that's what I'm saying. My point exactly. He doesn't even have two million dollars at the time. So why would he even make a bet? I mean, why would Ted even think that he had that kind of money? I mean, it's a ridiculous bet. He, this is what happened to Forrest. He starved himself for eleven days straight and ran sixteen miles a day in the Vegas sun. He lost all the muscle around his heart. Ooh. And then this is a Ted Forrest quote. All of that. And I've gotten $5,000 so far. <laughs> and the agreement they made after this, because of full tilt, was that Madison would pay him $5,000 a month until it was paid off. And what would that be? That'd be 30 years or whatever. Yeah, it'd be a long time. It'd only be, for, yeah, that'd only be 60K a year. It'd take yeah. a long time. Yeah, so Madison paid for the first three months, then he just stopped paying completely. So, anyhow, well, it's, it's still kind of scummy. But. I understand, but like like I said, don't you think Ted for a second might think, well, maybe Mike doesn't have the two million. Yeah, it was dumb. Like, it was. It was dumb. He should have had an escrowed. I, I can't imagine. But, okay, and this is this is the other thing, and this is the last thing I really say about it. Ted Forrest also went on record and said that he had lost a prop bet to Mike Matisau a year before this. And he paid Mike Matisau $100,000 in cash after he lost. So he thought Mike would not honorably make you know make a bet basically he thought mike was more honorable than well, i know but it's still two million dollars that's hard well, not to escrow okay but you know what then then make payments you know even if you're paying i mean look at no the, i'm, the I'm actually I, no i'm not defending I mean, i'm not defending uh yeah. madison at all i'm just saying that uh no six months before or so it says here he gave him a hundred thousand dollars yeah i'm saying but, that just from from a standpoint of protecting himself forrest made a big mistake i'm not i'm not saying that makes it okay for mike not to pay him i'm just saying that was a uh, a big mistake on Ted's part because that's so much money involved, two million. Uh, unless you think the person's so rich, it's not, it's not like you're doing it with Guy Le Liberté, who you know two million isn't that much to him. Someone who right. two million is a lot of money to them, it doesn't excuse them from paying it. But you've got to make sure before you have a bet with that that they do have the money and that it's going to be there if you win. Otherwise, now, you've made a big mistake. Correct. Now, now Karina, it's, correct. it's not, well. And I'll, can I I'm just sorry. add something? Sure. Go you ahead. know, also. You know, think if you had a regular business and you had an automobile company and you're doing business with a vendor and they want to buy $2 million worth of tires, you're going to do your due diligence. You're going to make sure they have cash flow coming in, a business model that works before you extend them that credit. And essentially, that's what he was doing. So... You know, getting money from Full Tilt any month that they know was shady with the whole poker thing, even without knowing they didn't have the money to begin with, you know, that's certainly not a smart thing to do. Karina, in your history of 
poker and gambling. And I know that, that you are a gambler, and, and I kind of find that sexy about you. <laughs> what is the biggest prop bet you've ever made in your life? Or just bet, even if it wasn't a prop bet. Just what's the biggest wager you've made oh, with, another, no, I mean... with, with another human being? Not, not like you know, betting on a sporting you know, contest or something like that. I don't do that. So you've never made like any kind of bet with anyone? Probably or? like a thousand dollars. Every time I try to make a bet with somebody and I say, okay, I'll make it, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever it is, they'll be like, they get scared because they know me that I won't bet something unless I know for sure. So then they just drop out. I'm not like, you know, I don't hang around crazy gamblers that they're willing to bet something with. Well, I know, but I mean, you have a lot of friends that, that, that are, and I, I know you well enough to at least speculate that if you thought you had an edge and a thousand dollar bet with somebody that you wouldn't hesitate to pull the trigger. No, I wouldn't, but most people don't want to bet against me. Hmm. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Calawat, anything you want to add to this? Yeah, it's been quiet tonight, Calawat. Uh, the other thing I want to add is I know that um, Mattisau tweeted something out recently that uh, it was settled you know a couple of years ago and everyone should leave him the fuck alone don't what know is if it, that's true what does he mean by what settled what does that mean I don't know settled could mean that he told uh, Forrest to just go screw now, settled settled meant that after what happened with Full Tilt and that income was gone that they had agreed on a monthly payment plan but that only went for about three months or so and then Madison just basically ignored the debt so they probably now, came to some did terms. You, hmm? Did you see the tweet re- recently between Mark Cuban and Mike Mattisau? No, I did not. Please tell us. That's an interesting uh, go- duo communicating. Yeah, I think about like, you know, Mike is saying, you know, he's going to vote for Trump. And then like, you know, um, and Cuban Mark is Cuban very anti Cuban's very anti Trump. Yeah, he is. Yes, he's definitely voting for Hillary. And he said, um, Mike, something about, like, and you can look this tweet up, and I might be misquoting it, so don't quote me on this. But he said something about, vote for Hillary, and I'll, and I'll forget about what you owe me. <laughs> and, and then he said, wow. I'll never, I don't care, I don't care, I'll never vote for her. <laughs> I can't believe you, this is like... Really good news. I can't believe you guys this missed was, it. I'm looking at it now. This was yesterday that it got posted. Um, I'm, I'm reading this now from a site called cardchat.com. That's just the first link that came out. Um, Mike Matisau wasn't dubbed the mouth for nothing. The always outspoken poker pro has been living up to that moniker on Twitter recently, including a debate today with billionaire businessman and reality TV star Mark Cuban. Mattisau, a staunch supporter of GOP president candidate Donald Trump, took on the star of CNBC's Shark Tank and owner of the Dallas Mavericks on the topic of Hillary Clinton, Trump's Democratic opponent. The poker pro, via a series of posts filled with improper grammar and spelling, let it be known just how corrupt he thinks the former first lady is. The controversial owner of the Dallas Mavericks got things started out by calling out Trump's so-called internet trolls. Why is it 95% of Trump supporters won't show their face in pics? The country loves Trump, right? Come out of the Twitter basement, Cuban said. Uh, so that, I guess that's how it started, and I'm trying to find... Okay, th- and this is what 
And and Druff, this tweet that I'm talking about from Matisau is a new one. Uh, he tweeted it on September 3rd, and it says, uh, to all of this has been resolved for over two years. Thank you and leave me alone. Uh, so Because apparently when the news of uh, Ted Forrest, uh, you know, in a warrant for his arrest and everything came out, people were kind of, you know, bumping the, the thread on 2 plus 2 and also tweeting at Mike, like, you know, why didn't you pay the guy? He's claiming as of, you know, last week that it was resolved two years ago. I don't know what resolved means, though, you know? I'd like to hear that from Ted. Yeah, I'm sure Ted doesn't think it's resolved. <laughs> I'm not and I'm not seeing anything where uh Cuban has insinuated or stated that Madison owed him money. Maybe it got deleted, but huh. Still very interesting. I have a copy of it that I can email to you to you. Okay, I'd like to do you see know, it. Do you know what? Did he like invest in something for him or back it or something? Does anybody know about that? Like how we'd owe him the money in the first place? I don't know. Maybe they could have made some bet in the in the past. But Madison is one of those guys that you know. Be honest. If it came out that he owed a ton of people a ton of money, no one would be like, "Oh wow, I never would have thought that." You know. <laughs> well, the thing is, Mike is not going to like. Mike is not really dishonest. If he says he owes it, he owes it. You know, usually, he's not going to lie and say he doesn't. When he does, he's pretty honorable that way he'll say he doesn't have the money to pay but he right. won't he won't lie about something that he owes well i mean i find it very hard to believe that it's been settled because ted forrest even as recently as a couple months ago was calling mike madison on, out on twitter for not paying him so i'm looking at yeah Mark that's Cuban's, why i said i are you, well, maybe you saying, maybe settled according to madison yeah. is that he told ted to go screw and that's settled no karina <laughs> are you sure that there was this was a tweet from Mark Cuban? Yeah. Okay, because I'm looking. Mm-hmm. And when, when would you guess no. it was? Like how long? How, how long? I'm, I'm going to pull it up. Okay, I'm not seeing anything about him calling up Mattisau for owing him money. No, Mattisau. Wait, Mattisau no, owed money okay. to Cuban or Cuban owed Mattisau? Okay, he is it. Listen. Yeah. Okay, this is what Mike Mattisau wrote. If you gave me your whole net worth. I'd never vote for that evil, lying, despicable slime ball. I'd rather die. Never. And he wrote back, Mike Mattisau, Hillary Clinton, do the right thing. Vote for Clinton and we are even. Okay. I mean, that's kind of vague, though. Huh. So let me forward yeah, this it, it is vague, but I'll say that uh, if uh, if there's a large sum of money involved... And Mark Cuban is willing to pay it. I will vote for Hillary Clinton if, if he pays me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same vote. Yeah. Same one vote. <laughs> what, what's vote the number Hillary? drop? What what would what would you be? Uh, what's the you know a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks? You know what? Actually, where I, where I am, it doesn't matter. Uh, Hillary's going to clobber in this state, so I, I, I'll sell out pretty cheap over here. Cause it, yeah, uh, Druff would do it for an In-N-Out burger. Yeah, Come on. At this point, I think I would. <laughs> I'm not voting for her. I'll, I'll say right now. No, I'm not no. either. I'm not voting for either one of them. But, uh... Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, Karina, uh, changing the topic, 
what's going on? I mean, you're always involved in, in charitable things and promoting things and just community activity. Uh, do you have what's on your agenda for the rest of the year? Um, well, in January of 2017, I will have my once again annual autism poker charity event at the Golden Nugget, January 22nd. Okay, and that's the same uh, UFC fighters, celebrities, poker pros. I imagine it's going to be the same format that it's been for for years. Yes. I mean, it's going to have, I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit this year and bring a lot more different celebrities this year. But, uh, you know, it will be a good combination of celebrities, let's say, poker pros, Reality now for, stars. Now, for those that are stuck back in the 80s, like our own Dan Druff is, will uh, 80s fixture Mr. Belding be making a, a, another visit, possibly? I certainly hope so. Dennis Haskins? Yes. He was a big hit last year. I imagine he was. Principal Belding. He's always after that Zach Morris. Didn't he block you on Facebook for no yes, reason? Yes, I'm still blocked. I don't like talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to friend request him and ask him to come on the fraud show because that would be kind of cool to me. You know, I was in college, I was in high school, I used to watch them. You know, I've seen every show, and, and I just sent him a. And I have like, I, I look at him on Facebook, and it says like five mutual friends, and I'm like, oh, there's Jeannie, oh, there's Karina, like Stacy Nutini, like all the all the female you know poker players that are my friends. And then I just sent him a kind, gentle message. Hi, Mister Belding. Maybe that's what it, I should have said. Haskins, huh? Probably get sick of being called. Uh, what Anyhow. is going on, Jesse? Hey, 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 hey! What is going on here? Hey, 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 hey! What is going on here? I think, I think, Bra- I think Brandon tried to add him as uh, as Mr. Belding, and he said, "What's going on here?" <laughs> so that was it, and he blocked me. And uh, you know, Karina, when we were up in Reno, I, I asked you if you could maybe get him on for me. You said you would. Maybe uh, sometime later in the year, you could have him come on sure he can promote something or you know sell something he has a book you know a web series it's got to be doing something right i will ask him okay and, and other than uh your, your charity tournament in january i know you'll be joining Jeannie and myself or maybe i should say i'll be joining you because you ladies have been going for years in the bahamas in, in january uh yes i'm so excited about your attendance oh thank you i'm excited too is there anything else that uh that's on any big uh, events that are on your calendar the rest of 2016? No, not right now. <laughs> the big event is I'm going to Disneyland at the end of the month. That's you, my big You go event. to Disneyland more than... And, you know, listen, I, I wish you were my mom growing up. I mean, you take these kids to Disneyland, it seems like almost every other week. I mean, you were just in Disneyland, like, what, a, a, less than a month ago, a month ago? No, it's been, it's been at least a couple... Uh, June. So no, it's been three months. Yes, Jeannie told me you're in Disneyland like a couple weeks ago. I don't believe that. No, I was at Universal Studios. Oh, okay. And That's Legoland, good. and Legoland. I frequent all the amusement parks. So we're going at the end of the month to Disneyland, and then Six Flags. Wow. Now, where do do you stay at the bike when you're out there? Because I know you got the connections, and you know. You're I will be attending. I will be staying at the bike. That weekend, the next time I stay, yes. Wow, isn't that place fabulous? Yeah, actually, I was very impressed. I, you know, I, I 
busted. I Stone Cold bubbled the tournament. Then I came on the radio show. Uh, I think that was the last time we did radio. And I was telling Druff and, and my other co-hosts, I was really impressed how nice the bike was. I hadn't, I hadn't been there in, in probably, I think, 2008, 2009. And every other time I, I'd come to L.A. to play poker is only the commerce. But the rooms were, were gorgeous. Um, I mean, even the hotel and, and, and you know, the, the card room, very nice. It was well kept. It was clean. It wasn't so big like commerce was that you kind of felt like this is just too much. It, you know, it was kind of comfortable, cozy even. Um, and the rooms, literally, they would – I'd compare them to, you know, any room, like any standard. You know, we didn't have a suite or anything, but I'd compare them to any kind of strip, you know, like high-end strip resort, like standard room, like the Wynn or, you know – Bellagio, I mean, it was a very nice decorated room. The, you know, the furniture was, was I mean, just all of it was very, very modern, nice. very yes, modern, very, exactly. very modern and clean. That's for sure. Yep. Yes. They've really now, changed. Jeannie just sent me a text and she says she's listening. Disneyland is great. She said, ask about the nanny. I don't know what that means, what she wants me to ask, but she just said, ask about the what nanny. About my, what about my nanny? I don't know. Uh, maybe is there any funny nanny story? You can now. You have a nanny that that uh, helps and assists you. Um, how how did you meet her? I mean, I know like she's kind of part of your family. How what can you tell us about your nanny? Uh, I interviewed her and uh, wasn't sure about her. So what I do with these nannies is like I tell them you're not hired; you're on probation. So you can work with me and we can see if we work well together. And if we do, then I'll hire you. If not, you can move on. You know, you know what's, fun, what's funny thing. is... So I don't you, want to set up some expectations. You don't even know this, uh, Karina, but I actually... Wendy, the nanny you, you were considering hiring brought a tape recorder in there and recorded what was going on. And I'm going to play it on the show. I don't care if you like it or not. Oh. Here it comes. <laughs> Niles, you got any seltzer? Oh, yeah, I had too much pickled hair, and it's all right here. Oh, my God. All right, all right, you win, Miss Fine. If Brighton really wants to play canasta, then I suppose I should allow him to follow his dream. What dream? Playing cons with a bunch of old ladies? I think it's sick. Would you have hired that nanny? Would she have passed the test? No. Oh. That was Fran Drescher, right? Yeah, that was Fran Drescher. That's, that's cute. Now, the nanny goes with you to Disneyland? She does. It does not get kind of expensive. One more mouth to feed, one more bed to buy. It is, but it get, also gives me, like, if I wanted to go play poker later, uh, I need somebody to watch the kids. Oh, good point. I, I kind of wish. Leave the house. Yeah, I kind of I wish I had that sometimes, too, when I'm with Benjamin in Las Vegas. I go, you know, I, I just. I, I want to go play in the forty eighty game in, in Bellagio, and I can't do it. I've got Benjamin here. Well, bring him over to my house. Oh, really? Okay. If, that's, uh, if that offer is open, I'm going to take advantage of it. He's never seen a, a non-white kid, though, so he might be a little culturally shocked. Druff was saying all his classmates except for – actually, no, you said he had one Asian classmate? But but he had some last year. See, he's had some in preschool, and, and also in last year he had some a lot of classmates who weren't white. It's just this year, for some reason, it's a very white class. Hmm. Yeah, my son had that problem the other day at the park. Chip said it was a black kid, and he was like, "Oh my god, look at that!" <laughs> like, 
No, to be honest, I, I don't. No I don't black th- kids in his class either. I, I, but I don't think Benjamin would even be alarmed by it. First of all, as I said, in, in preschool and in other classes, he's had kids who are not white. But I, I think he just doesn't even think about that. I think he wouldn't care what race the kid is. Has your son ever seen an African American kid before? Yeah, I, he, he had some in his, in his preschool. Oh, okay. Must be. See, my son doesn't, so it, it was foreign to him. But I don't know. I mean, I have my black friends that come over to my house, so I don't know why he would think, you know, that was weird. And, and by the way, getting back to a subject we, we just broached on, Kalawat just sent me a, a link in Skype, and the, the tweet from Mike, uh, I don't see the date on it. Oh, it, okay, it was September 3rd, so five days ago, and his tweet was, to all this, to all, this has been resolved for over two years, thank you, and leave me alone. <laughs> and then Mike is tweeting that uh, I mean, he's just kind of fighting with people because I guess everyone's kind of started hammering him when Ted Forrest got arrested and was blaming him. So I don't know. Who knows? I I think that what Callawat said is probably accurate. That maybe in Mike's mind, it's been resolved, but resolved does not e- mean paid. Resolved does not equal paid. Yeah, so. he's resolved to never pay him. Yeah, Karina, when well, you go to the book, already... I'm sorry. Go. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. If they made a deal, he would have probably said, we already made a deal or whatever type of thing. He would yeah. be more specific. Yeah. So go when, ahead. When you're at the bike, what do you play there? What 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 game? I play the 2040 Hold'em. And do you find that that's uh, a better game than the 2040 at Commerce, or do you just like the facility better because it's just so nice? And what, what 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 why your preference for the bike over Commerce? Well, I mean, I just like the bike because they treat me better there, but not necessarily does it mean the games are better. I mean, as a whole, I think that California poker is dying. Um, there's a lot of competition, and it's pretty spread out in different areas. I heard right now that the um, Hawaiian Gardens 2040 game is doing well. So, I mean, it just all depends. I mean, you know, the commerce used to treat their higher higher limit really good, and now they don't. Yeah, they lost it, a lot it, really, of business, it really so is kind of dying over there in commerce. Out. That's true. Yeah. Now, Karina, true or false, uh, somebody was reporting that you were recently spotted with me in Reno, Nevada, and you tried to get a pit boss to, to get you a ham sandwich, and they responded by telling you that you were $17,000 overcomped. Do you have any, do you have any <laughs> yeah, comment on this? like three yeah, I was think about three thousand overcome. I'm proud okay. of you, actually. That's that's Karina. Nice. Karina and I were in uh, with Jeannie at the Pepper Mill in uh, Reno for the Run It Up Reno. We met the whole Survivor crew that that trip, and her host told her that they could not do anything for her. She was like three thousand, if not more, <laughs> overcome. Now, Karina, I still don't so know. Now, I Brandon didn't, I didn't... says that every casino I go into, <laughs> he always says I'm overcome at that casino. Now, now, listen. I mean, Druff, you would be proud of this lady. She is the biggest. The biggest compor by far that I've ever met. Well, like, I was going to say, it, 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 take, it takes some talent to get 3,000 overcome. Oh, exactly. I mean, she milks these places like no fucking tomorrow. It, it's, 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 you know, like I she went to uh, play, play in the if Arizona. If you guys look like me, you would get away with it more. But how are you $3,000 overcomped at the Pepper Mill in Reno? I never still got clarification from you. What did you do there to get... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've never paid for a meal or a hotel room. But I mean, so $3,000. And they also pick me up by with limo at the airport. Wow. Must be nice. Hmm. 
Must All right. Be nice. so, but it's not like I don't give them action. No, I know. I've, I've, you're, I've seen you there. You are an action junkie. You know, I think I, I was talking with Jeannie about this. Uh, we need to head up to Reno again. That was a fun little trip. And now they're sending no, me tons not, of offers. Not that they cut me off. Uh, well, you could yeah, if, if, if Karina doesn't get any comp, she's not going. Yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. Let's well, get that straight right now. Karina, do you have anything else you want to give? Any shout-outs? Anything? We, we have about 15 other guests that we have to call, and we wanted to get you in oh, the Oh, well, thank you for adding me to your oh, agenda today. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. Todd, do you have any last remarks? Kalawat, Frederuski? Nope. Druff? All right, see you guys. I'll be watching Big Brother now. Okay, okay. thank you, Karina. We'll talk <laughs> thank, to you soon. Thank you, Karina. Well, what is the date again in, in January for your tournament? For the January 22nd. January 22nd, the Golden Nugget. Uh, is it going to be in the afternoon or the evening? The evening. I think around 6 or 7. Okay, so January. Because last year you had it literally on the day of the NFC and AFC championship game. And it looks like this is on a Sunday, too. I hope yeah, this boy. is the same weekend. It probably is. Come on! How do you schedule this during? We're gonna have we're gonna have TVs there. Don't worry. Yeah, but it's not the same. Okay. All right, Hun. Thank you so much for calling in and being a part of us for. You for called all me. These, well, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean. <laughs> and hopefully, when when we're still around for four hundred shows or five hundred, you'll you'll call. I'll in be there. I'll be there. Okay. Thousands over comped at various casinos all over the nation. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Karina. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, so that was Karina Jett. Now, I, I wanted—I think it's time for us to have our contest before it gets too late. It's already almost 11 o'clock Pacific time, almost 2 on the East Coast. We're going to lose We're going to have two of them, I thought, right? We are. We are yeah. now, now, Druff, uh, just so those that are listening know, this is our biggest free roll we've ever had. They're six-handed, but what looks like due to an Internet connection, that – Nuts has been sitting out for quite some time and blinding out. And it's oh, very, really? very sad. This, I, I, I know who that guy is. He, he, <laughs> he, he was he in these first things... place, and now all his chips are going uh, really? every hand. Because, because uh, he takes these things very seriously. Well, his internet cable provider he's says he's Matt from Minnesota. Yeah, that's who it is, yeah. Not Matt said of King's Matt. No, no, it's a different Matt. Okay, well, poor Matt, his internet isn't good. And he's just being blinded wow, out. Wow, this has got to be pissing him off because this 4, is... 4,500 at a time after being the chip leader when they're six-handed. Because this, and, this guy is uh, very into the free roll. So, I'm, I'm, and, uh, yeah. this, so we got Daniel72 from Germany, uh, the second shortest stack. We have Gamblebot Shaved Penis from Philly in first place. Vac Nuts, uh, he's actually just came back, is in third place. Then we have Pot Ripper from Joe Mama's. In uh, fourth, followed by Shizmoney in fifth, and Shar Sharham is that yeah, how you yeah, pronounce it? Sharham, I guess. Yeah, he's he's the shorter stack. Huh. And they're six handed now for for all the gold. Wow. Yeah. So, do you want to do the 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 contest, huh? Yeah. So let's do the contest, and uh, we're going to be paying thirty dollars each if and only if you win. So if you don't win it goes into next now, week. Can you explain the rules and what you got to so, do to get the money? So here's the, the contest is called PFA Trivia. It's very simple. And uh, it we're going to ask you trivia questions about Poker Fraud Alert, maybe the radio show, maybe the forum, just Poker Fraud Alert trivia. And you have to get four of the six questions right minimum, four, five or six right, and you'll win the $30. And we're going to ask you all six even if you get the first four right, we're going to go through the other two anyway just for fun. But if you don't get four right minimum, 
then you do not win the $30. And I will let, uh, when we pick the contestants, whoever gets, whoever the first contestant can choose whether they want my questions, which I will do, or Brandon's questions, which he will do. And then the second contestant will get whatever wasn't chosen by the first guy. So uh, what we're going to do here is you have to call either 775... But can we do it like a radio show? You have to be caller number nine? Yes, yes. You have okay, to... good. So I don't say... feel like you should just be able to call in automatically. No, it's, it's going to be... Uh, because it's late, and I, I don't want uh, the heartbreak of not getting enough it's calls. late for who? This is our prime time. No. no. It's not even 11 o'clock. It's, it's, it's 2 a.m. on the East Coast. So uh, is the fifth caller... Caller seven... number 200 for the 200 show. <laughs> yeah, we'll be here all night. <laughs> Seven seven five three seven two eight three five five seven seven five fraud fifty five or seven zero two four three zero eighteen zero eight. Start calling now, and uh, I think people are going to try to be clever and just wait until we get a few calls. But uh, hey, Brandon, uh, you weren't kidding about that. Takes thirty minutes to do her promos, huh? Yes, I told you. <laughs> okay, here comes here comes the call. Caller, who is this from two zero three? Just shit, I got it right away. The first call. Yep. Yep. Who are you? That sucks. Vegas Jim. Okay, Vegas Jim. Call back. Try man. Call number two. Who are you? Go ahead, caller two. It was. It was. I can tell you who it was. He hung up. It was Scott from the East Coast. It counts. Okay, uh, Vegas Jim is a fast dialer. Is that you again, Vegas Jim? <laughs> Vegas Jim. Okay, well, number you, three. You, you may you win. Time. You guys. You guys better. I thought uh, it was going to be three again. Okay, okay you, you better hang on and call back. Oh, we, we have caller number four coming in. That's, uh, uh, I, th- I think Scott from the East Coast looks like a battle here. Scott from the East Coast, you're number four. So, uh, and it looks right like again. Vegas Jim's the winner. We only had two people competing for this. Wow, I guess uh, our ratings aren't as good as I thought. So, okay. Uh, up, Scott, <laughs> a lot of people that listen to it in the archives. This, yeah. is, this is actually terrible. <laughs> okay, so so Vegas Jim. Richard, can I call in the next time we do this just to add some? I said I was going to be. I said I was going to be number three also. Said, yeah, yeah you, you predict. Three. It's too bad the contest is not predicting what caller numbers you are. You'd already be a winner. <laughs> okay, so so okay, Vegas Jim, which whose questions do you like? Would you like my questions or Brandon's questions? I'll take your questions. Okay, my questions. Shit, I'm okay. fucking tired by the way. So my mouth is all raspy. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll take your questions. Okay, here we go. I, I'm glad your voice is raspy. It makes me sound better, you know, with my cold here. So here, here are the questions, and they're actually none of them are multiple choice or true false. So these are tough questions. Okay. You you may not get four or six. I'm I'm not kidding here. But uh, anyway, poker fraud alert started in March of 2012. However, a month earlier in February of 2012, I announced that I would be starting my own site with my own forum. And Poker Fraud Alert was not going to be the name of the site. I decided on a whim to change the name of the site to Poker Fraud Alert. What was the intended name of the site I was going to be running as was announced in February 2012? And I'll, I'll give you one hint. It's I a just su- think it was your name, bandruff.com. Oh. That's how we tell us, oh, I'll, I'll give name, you one right? more chance. It's a site okay. that... No, I don't, I don't, I don't, we don't give no more chances. You miss it, you're done. No, no, no. no. Uh, you'll, you'll hear why. You'll uh, hear why, Brandon. You'll hear why. I, it, it, a, a, a site, I was going to give a hint before he said it. It's a site that is st- still running today, and I still own today. So so which one do you... Th- what do you think it is? That's the only hint I give. Okay, that, unfortunately, that's incorrect. You were close originally. DandruffPoker.com is what it was intended to be. 
Now, you said, right. yeah, said dantruff.com. Uh, you got very close, but it wasn't quite. I, I gave you the chance. I was hoping you'd say it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I would have had a better shot if you went back 10 years ago. <laughs> okay, number two. I thought you were going to go into Oh, we are going to keep. Oh, yeah. I'm not even thinking straight. I've been up for another fucking three days. That's um, okay. Number, <laughs> yeah, number two. I'm like, okay, I lost. Number yeah. two. What was the name? Of the busted payment processor, this payment processor who got in trouble uh, and went to jail, who was the guest on the Poker Fraud Alert Black Friday on Black Friday show. We interviewed him for about an hour and a half talking all about online poker payment processing. What was his name? On the, the Black Friday show, oh, holy shit. I was on this fucking quad jack thing for, for fucking like three days. Um, hold on. This is ridiculous. I am not thinking of this. <laughs> okay, wait. Oh, this is crazy. I can't even think of this. No, just something. I don't like Taylor. What's the question, Druff? The question is: What is the name of the person who appeared on the Black Friday on Black Friday show in 2012? A Payment processor who got busted by the U.S. government and went to prison for five months. We had him on here. These are hard questions. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we've had people talking about it. This this isn't like we've had people talking on the forum about this guy. So I thought that maybe this wouldn't be that hard. I've been on the forum the past few months. I just came back like the other day. I know, but this is also a radio show. Okay, that's fine. So I, I guess you're missing this one too. Yeah. Fail. Okay. Number three, you better get this one right, or you've already uh, you already clinched you already clinched out of losing, clinched out of winning. Aside from Jacep, name at least one other poker fraud alert scammer who ripped off at least five Templar. people on the site since 2012. Templar. The Templar, yeah, that's that was mentioned. I was like, ah, oh, they're mentioning the Templar. That's gonna be a, a trivia question. Okay, you got that one. So you got one. Name two, at least two guys. Wait, is he still drawing live or no? Yeah, he's still drawing live. Yeah, he's only okay. missed two. He can he can miss up to two, and he's missed the first two. So he's got uh, three questions left. He's got to get them all. Name at least two guys in poker that one step has had a crush on since Poker Fraud Alert opened in 2012. Uh, Tom Blonde. And, uh, I don't read all this shit. Hold on. <laughs> You're getting good. Tom Dwan's one of them. I'll give you that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know Tom Dwan. Um, hold on. I'll, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get one. Hold on. You know what? They should be able to phone a friend or, or ask a friend <laughs> or lifeline. They should get one lifeline. These are some hard questions. Nah, this one, this one's easy, actually. Um, <laughs> Are we talking about the yeah, pimple face kid? I'll, I'll give you some inspirational music. And I'll just say, uh, I, I, I don't like call him saying it, but I'm going to go with the Ryan, Ryan LaPlante. Ryan LaPlante, he, he is. Ryan LaPlante. Can I make a guess? Uh, yeah, make, no? yeah, make a guess. Is it that Fedor Holtz? Because he's been yeah. talking about having a crush on him. Yes, you're correct, Brandon. It is Fedor Holtz. Right. You like my uh, ding ding uh, sound? Yes. Okay. Very so, good. Sorry. That's uh, so. Unfortunately, you're drawing dead, but uh, we'll let you do the last uh, two questions anyway. Name at least three cities 
where Marty, a.k.a. Judonk, a.k.a. Tide, has lived since Poker Fraud Alert has opened? That's easy. Vegas Jim, come on. You know what it is? I don't pay attention to his shit. I don't. I never, like, I really haven't. I never paid attention to his shit since the beginning. I, I mean, I've I mean, never a big form guy as far as reading that shit. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to waste my time. Um, I know he's having down in Mexico driving a fucking ball. Um, fucking dogs or some shit. Um, all right. I'm out. Uh, Congrats on 200, uh, two by the way. Thanks for doing it. Uh, putting time yeah. in both of you guys. You know, Can we at least send them like, a t shirt or something? <laughs> no. Anything? No, I wasn't going to accept nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Right. Your questions were too hard, Ruff. Well, I, it, it was your fault, Brandon. You told me to make hard questions. I made hard questions. Well, but that's, I, 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 I won the hard questions. That's why I chose you. <laughs> okay, so, so do you have any answers for, uh, for the three cities he's lived in uh, since? At least three cities he's lived in since he's been on Poker Fraud Alert. No, I, I West Coast. So I'm in San Francisco. We got Oregon. We got Sacramento. We got Mexico. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know Mexico. Well, that's not cities, though. It's uh, Mexico's a country. Yeah, I obviously. Yeah. So he's lived in. He's lived in Ensenada. He's lived in San Diego. He's lived in Sacramento. He lived in. I'm forgetting the name of the city in Oregon where he lived, but uh, I actually would have accepted just Oregon because I didn't even know which city it was. And then uh, he's also lived in uh, in Tijuana, and uh, he, he, sorry, is Rosarito, not uh, not Tijuana. Yeah, Rosarito. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, those are some answers you could have given. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember Rosarito. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so here, here's here's the last one to see if you can manage to get two out of six here. Be kind of two and a half because you did get the half the one step question. But in January 2014, something happened to me at Caesars, which knocked me off the radio for an entire month. I could not do the radio for a month after this happened to me at Caesars. What happened to me in January 2014 at Caesars? Oh. Any idea? You redeemed a coupon for a free rub and tug. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. Your son, your son was is Benjamin Bain. Yeah, yeah, no. Is it some, something with Benjamin? No, it did not have to do with Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. I, I fell down at Caesars from. I fainted when I was sick and broke three ribs. That happened. You know, you, you, you told that story about a couple of months ago. Yeah. I, that's funny too. Well, not funny. Well, it was good. It was a good try. You know, like th- thank you for playing. I know uh, you didn't win the prize, uh, but he's you, asking the one payment processor shading guy. Was his name Charlie Shem? No, his, his name was no. Ch- Chad Ellie. Was his name. Charlie Shrem was he was a no. Charlie Shrem was a uh, he was related to the world of Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, he was on. He was actually on the the other show long after I left. Justin Schwartz, that's that? that? that's Stealth Monk. Justin Schwartz once called up here and yelled at me. I remember that. All right, thank Vegas John, thanks for calling in. Twenty minutes from me, yeah. Really? All right, later, guys. I'll, All right, thank uh, you, Vegas Jim. Talking when I'm awake sometimes. So yeah, hopefully somebody that deserves the money can fucking okay. win it. So. Okay, thank you, All Vegas right. Jim. Take care, so Vegas Jim, uh, he, he kind of bricked that one. He only uh, got one and a half questions that's, out of that's six. That's not kind of. That's actually bricking it. 
Now, brick, a full brick is zero out of six. Well, but that's still pretty okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so we're going to do the numbers again. Seven seven five three seven two eight three five five seven zero two four three zero eighteen zero eight. We have a call from four one two. Hello. Hi, Druff. Hi. Hi, Druff. Hi. Hi. You cocksucker fucker. Okay, thank thank you. Congratulations on your 200th show. Oh, my God. This is Grandma Rosa. Did I always (laughs) talk to you? I'm being funny. This is vicious old lady, Druff. No, that's that's bad guy. That's, that's bad guy. Twenty three's. Uh, I'm Grandma Rosa. That's Grandma Rosa. I'm being funny. She's our she's yeah. our she's our oldest I'm listener. I'm being funny. Oh. God, what are you doing? This I is, feel like I'm talking to the lady, the mama from Goonies. No, this is this here. is actually uh, this is yeah. this is bad guy's grandmother. She's she's uh, how old are you, uh, Grandma Rosa? <laughs> I'm Grandma Rosa. I talked to you before. Yeah, Tommy's oh grandmother. God. Right, right. How yeah. how old are I you? I made him mad. He don't believe that I that I called him that. I called him that because he made me mad. How how old are you, ma'am? I'm 95 years old. Is that true, John? It's true. Never, it is true. And yes. I never talk. I never talk like this. I'm just being funny. That's good. She really is ninety five. She's really ninety five. This, awesome. this is really Grandma Rosa. Yeah, I'm ninety five. I'm I'm Grandma Rosa talking to you. Kind of I'm ninety five. I'm ninety five years old. I was just ninety five in August. And and uh, I'll take ninety six in the points. Do you usually stay up till two in the morning? It's two a.m. over there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm I'm always up. I'm off half the night, <laughs> all the time. This is live from the residential. <laughs> yeah, because you want to lay, like, lay me ninety six in the under? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> no, no, never mind. Wow, that's, so, that's, no, I'm we, just being funny. No, no, we, Grandma Rosa, do you want to play the the forum trivia game for thirty free dollars? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. No, gra- I, I don't no, think she knows that much about I don't have thirty-three dollars. No, if you win, if you win, you get thirty dollars. No, but she she wouldn't know about the forum. So well, then we'll revise no. a little bit. I, no, I, I don't, don't want to gamble. I don't play. No, no. I don't gamble. <laughs> Sweetheart, it's it's free money. You don't have to. It's what they call a free roll. I, I think bad guy has traumatized her. I think uh, with no, all his gambling. Thank you. I am playing. I'm not playing. No, but you don't have to put up any of your social security. You, but you have to understand, Brandon. She's, no, she's, I ain't not going to put up nothing. She's, she's I'm not playing. She's dealt. She's dealt with uh, Tommy her whole life here, and uh, you, <laughs> I, th- I think she's been traumatized as far as gambling is concerned. Okay, let's yeah. just try, let's no. just try here. It's uh, Grandma Rosa. It's what they call a free roll. Okay, which means no. She no, you're, not, you're not understanding. You risk nothing, but if you win, we'll send you a, a thirty dollars worth of bitcoins. That's your <laughs> wallet. Now you have you. What wallet no. do you use for your bitcoins, dear? No, I'm not gambling. No, I know, honey, but you don't have to gamble. It's, it's Brandon, I, I think I think we have to give up this uh, attempt here. What? Where do you store your bitcoins, Grandma Rosa? Where am I store what? Your bitcoins. I don't have any coins to store, <laughs> so, so I don't store any. Let's just see. Let's just see. Let's just see how you would do. I, it I'm, here. Su- I'm surprised that Grandma Rosa doesn't have a coin purse. I'm just going to ask. No. You very easy. Yeah, I have pen- yeah, I have pennies in a change purse. Grandma Rosa, okay. What? In what year? Yeah, I'm did- Grandma Rosa. In what year? Uh, what? In what year did the Titanic sink? What year the Titanic stunk? Yes. Stunk? I don't. Oh my God, I don't remember. That was before she was born. I did. She wasn't born yet. I don't. Yeah, it's, still, it's close. I don't remember. 
Okay, what is the um, largest? It's 1921. Oh, close. What is the largest state in the United States of America, mass-wise? Lo- it's the biggest state in the, the USA. Lo- With the most land. Which has the most land? The largest state yep. in the U.S. of America. Yep. Oh, there's a lot of large states. Yep, but which one? This one has more largeness. Than any other Pennsylvania. one. No, actually, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, that, that's seventeen. Close. Pennsylvania. Druff, do you know the answer? It's Alaska. Very good. New York. New York. Okay. <laughs> Grandma Rosa, who is the arth author of all of the Harry Potter books? Who's the author of the? I don't know that author. Okay, J.K. Rawlings. Okay, we're, we're doing great. Well, Harry Potter, that's not really in her, oh, uh, yeah. in her demographic. I'm not doing so great. <laughs> okay. No, you're, you're doing... Grandma Rosa, I'm, this is... This I is missed one, all the questions, so I'm not doing too great. This, this is one right in, your, uh, right in your wheelhouse. Who was the oldest U.S. president to ever take office? This person was the 69 oldest. years old. George Washington. George Washington. No, that's correct. Incorrect. Druff? That was uh, Ronald Reagan. Yes, very good. Uh, Ronald, oh, Ronald, oh, yeah. you, I, oh, wait a minute. I thought you met the first president. Yeah, it's, it's understandable. You're still doing good. Now, Grandma Rose, here's one that you'd remember because you were just a pristine young teen. What year did World yeah. War II begin? What year did World 1941, War II? 1941, 1940. Nope, that's incorrect. Rough. Huh? No, you're, you're oh, close. In, uh, 19, the World War. 1938. 1938. I guess. Uh, oh, okay, and this is the last one, Grandma Rose. I know you're an avid tennis fan. What is the last Grand Slam tournament in tennis each calendar year? What is the name of the last Grand Slam tournament in tennis each calendar year? I don't know that because I don't know much about sports. Okay, it's in the United States, and it's an open event. That's that's a clue. <laughs> it's it's happening the, now. It's in the U.S., and it's an open event. Anyone can play in it if you qualify. Grandma Rose, do you have any? You have a guess? Yes, event. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I, I can't get none of you. I, I can't answer none of your questions. Okay, well, that's a good a, try thank anyway. You for, for calling in, I tried. Yeah, thank, thank you, Grandma Rosa. You know okay, listen, I don't want you to go out as a loser. Here's the last one. Who is the famous African-American who gave the speech, I have a dream? Jo- uh, Luther King. Very there we go. Yeah, you got one Luther of those. King. <laughs> Mark Luther King. All right. Mark Luther King. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. All right. I'll fail sure. my test. We'll make sure a coin is deposited in your Bitcoin wallet, okay, dear? Pardon me? Just send okay. us your Bitcoin uh, encrypted wallet address, okay? They won't turn back. My address? No, okay. We'll write, we'll write it onto the end of the blockchain. Okay, thank, uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Nice <laughs> talking to you. No, 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 I mean, you're gonna put my grandma on a spot like that and not ask me any questions. Okay, so what what questions do we have for bad guy? Brandon, ask me some questions, boy. Well, okay. you... are you ready? Come on, big guy. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Let's see how smart I am, boy. Okay, how many? Boy, boy. How many times you call Josie, nigger? We haven't okay. called Josie. I yet. asked that question, motherfucker. 
Okay, now this isn't that kind of show now. But wait, we didn't call. Hey, we, yeah, haven't, we, we haven't. We haven't called Josie yet. Show, and I'm coming. I'm coming full force of the Rosa, nigger. Uh, okay, we're not going to use those terms. We're not. Hey, gonna hey, 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 hey! I say nigger when the fuck I want because I ain't scared of no niggers. Okay, Druff. You uh, are no uh, Druff. All right, all right. We, we had to, we had to do away with bad guy. It's not what bad guy was drinking too much tonight. No, thank you. God uh, damn. We like for Grandma Rosa though. No, that was actually very good. Well, let's see. Do you want to maybe try uh, one more contest thing? Get somebody on here? Yeah. So uh, seven 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 five three seven two eight three five five. I guess I guess we're on call number two. We Grandma, don't advocate the N word here on the fraud show. Gra- so Grandma funny. Rosa was technically the the first caller. So seven seven five three seven two eight three five five seven zero two four three zero eighteen zero eight, and uh, you can be the fifth caller, and you have a chance to win thirty dollars from Brandon. So call in if you're interested in playing. Don't be. Maybe the questions will be easier. It seems like Brandon was. Uh, he felt my questions were tough, meaning maybe his are easier. So we are a little bit easier. We, ha- we have a call from eight one five caller. Who are you? Hey guys, Blubber Nuffle. Blubber Nuffle. Okay, well, uh, try what's his name? Blubber Nuffle. I know who he is. All right, well, just keep calling back. Keep calling back. That's call number two. Call number three. Uh, we're waiting for here. Seven zero two four three zero eighteen zero eight seven seven five three seven two. Eight three five five. If you want to play this contest, I'm surprised there's not more demand for this. So we have it's a lot 30, of listeners. Thirty dollars, guys. I mean, it's still thirty fucking thirty real dollars. I think you, buy a, you, know, you can go to the Outback and yeah, get. Yeah, here, here we have uh, five eight five is is uh, coming in here. Five eight five. You are caller number three. We have a. Uh, yeah, it's Kawa. Yeah, how, how, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's number five, he gets in. There's nowhere where it says co-hosts are ineligible. <laughs> All right. Uh, seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. If you want to call in, we need. Uh, I guess I'll have to count that. Uh, call in number four. We're looking for. Call number. I got excited. We're getting another. Call I mean, guys, you're getting three th- free thirty bucks. This is embarrassing. I'm glad we didn't do like call number two hundred. It'd be really embarrassing. I was no trying to get in? the free thirty bucks. Okay, uh, call eight one five again. Who's in? Uh, Blubber Nuffle, you're number four. If you hang up quickly and call back, you're number five. I'll try. Okay, we have better ratings than it appears here. It's the oh, ratings are that listen in the archives. Yeah, no, we actually have listeners now. They're just not calling for. I feel bad for that Vegas gem. He seemed Damn really it. sad. Okay, Let's see here. We uh, we're still waiting for the fifth call. Reminds me of college radio. I, I I used to hear people in college on their radio shows, and they'd say, "Okay, we're giving away these concert tickets." Seventh caller. All right, we're still looking for our first caller, everybody. Concert tickets. Then, like fifteen minutes later, okay. Anyone want to call? We're giving away a, a possible thirty dollars. Yeah, real thirty dollars cash money. Nobody wants it. I don't get this. Scott from the East Coast, call in. Yeah, we kept getting calls from him. Now he's not calling anymore. Hey, Druff, he says, I'm speed dialing you, and I'm getting voices. Scott from the East Coast says, "I've been calling in. Druff won't answer. Now I'll, I won't listen for eight months. <laughs> we don't want to alienate them. We already lost that chip jet. Mm-hmm. All right, come on. Whoever calls the next thirty free dollars." If you're getting and, weird, uh, if you're getting right. weird voicemail, then try uh, try seven zero two four three zero eighteen zero eight. If you're getting now, right voicemail. now, they have a very heated battle between Gamblebot's shaved penis, Shiz Money, and Daniel seventy two. Uh, the shaved penis and Shiz Money are about equal in chips. Daniel is the short stack. He has thirty percent, roughly, of what the other two, the, the penis and Shiz Money, have. But they're three handed now. I'm going to try with my own. Yeah, I'm going to try with my own phone here. 
Maybe it's not working. And this is not a – you never do the Skype updates. I've had the same Skype on here. Well, here, we have, we have someone from 734 calling, and they'll be the – What area code is 734? Maybe it's not working. I, I think that's, not, that's a Pennsylvania area. A caller, turn on your radio. Yeah, it's off. Hi, who is this? Oh, this is Sysop. Right? Yeah, what's up? No, this isn't Sysop. I know the real Sysop, believe me. No, it is Sysop. Caller, who is this? It is Sysop. Sysop, what's up? No, I don't know. Someone from 503 claimed they were trying to get through and it wasn't, but we'll go with Sysop. He can play. Who's 503? I don't know. No, what state is it? It's Oregon, yeah. No. The Sysop, if this is the real Sysop, then you have to answer something only Sysop would know. Okay. Who do I often confuse Sysop with on the fraud show? Kawa. Okay. Hey, yeah. Sysop. How see, are you, buddy? See, now, now, we're, now the calls are coming through for some reason. They, they actually, we baked the calls. Well, no, it's too late. They, they Sysop. Well, wait, no, but we're going to have one more, though. We have $60 to give away, don't we? No, but I have no more uh, questions. I have plenty of questions okay. here. All right, I have fine. 30 questions. All right, okay. fine. Now, Sysop, do you understand the rules of the game? Yes. i got to get four or six, right? Yep. You have to get four of six, and then when you're done, you have to send Druff, if you win, uh, a tweet, a private message, and you have to politely ask. This was a new rule that was made in 2006. You have to politely ask for your $30. You can't demand it. You can't be rude about it. No name calling. Just say, hi, this is Sysop. I won the $30 with the question with the guy. Can I please have my $30 delivered? Then you got PayPal. You got check you got bank transfer all these various ways am i correct druff yes okay are you ready <laughs> to stop to play the game i am ready okay number one is a two-part question who is on poker fraud alert known as the legendary photoshop king and who is known on poker fraud alert as nova scotia's number one dj Two-part question, who is the Photoshop king and who is Nova Scotia's number one DJ? That would be Four Dragons and Sonatine. Okay, Binko, do we have the bell, Druff? Yeah, well, you know what? There's a little bit of a, a mistake because there was uh, DJ Chaps is the number one DJ and then and then Sonatine was the real number one DJ. But it's Nova Scotia, Druff. That's the key to this question. DJ no, no, Chaps no, they, they does both not have Nova Scotia in his title. Oh, he doesn't? No. I thought he did. No. All right, all right. I will. I will. Uh, Can you ring the bell, please? I'll give it to him. Okay. Very good. Question number two: Who is the longtime PFA forum poster who loves transsexuals? <laughs> that would be longtime or low limit lurker. LOL. Very good. Wow. Uh, okay. Looks like we may be given. We may be giving away uh, thirty dollars. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, Here's one. Not counting yourself, name seven people who have hosted or co-hosted PFA Radio. Not counting okay. yourself. You can't Google this. Okay. Well, I'll say Drexel. Okay. One. Cal. Calop. Two. Uh, Judok until Druff cut him off because he was drunk. Was that true, Druff? Did that, he ever yeah, actually he, come on yeah, as a he co-host? Actually, he actually was one time. Okay. Yeah. That's three. Okay, uh, hold on now. Um, it's fine, take your time. I don't think you're cheating. Traderuski, Traderuski. Uh, four, boom. Man, this is a hard one here. Um, trying to maniac. Again. Okay, boom, five. Seriously serious. Boom, six. Come on, one more. 
Come on. Shit. Oh. Can't give you any help because you're already dominating with a 2-0 lead. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Five seconds. All right, I passed. Fuck it. I can't think of them. The answers you could have given are fuck vowels, Eric Ryland. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't believe you even said Callawan. No, he didn't. So, no, he so, didn't. No, I think he did. He didn't say Druff. How did he not mention yeah, me? Yeah, he, he could have said Druff. He, I thought he said Druff. He, co- he said co-host, though. No, okay, no, okay, no he said he said he said host okay, or co-host. That's fine. But either way, correct. Other correct answers would have been Eric Ryland, the original uh, third host of the show. Uh, fuck vowels. And who else can you think of, Druff? Uh, the Northern California guy. Northern California Dare, guy. Daredevil. Good. That, Daredevil. That was, there, good, okay. that was a good question. Thank the way you read that question, Druff was a valid answer. Yeah, it was. It was you said host or co-host. Yeah. yeah. It says on my paper who name seven people who have hosted or co-hosted PFA Radio. Yeah, okay, okay. very close. Very close. Been in the room. Still hanging in there. What restaurant did Brandon and Druff famously argue about after Druff would not tell Brandon what sides he wanted to order or he liked to order from said restaurant? What restaurant did Brandon Druff argue about live on radio and it caused awkwardness over Druff not answering what sides he likes with his order? What restaurant? I remember that uh, segment on the radio, but I was it Buzio's? Druff, given his... his no. The correct answer, Daniel Druff, is... El Pollo Loco. Very good. 2-2. Two, two. I do remember... I do remember Jeff being mad about the chicken, though. Yep. Okay. I'll give, get your confidence back up a little bit. At one point, this is question number five, you're two and two. At one point, Todd blocked the IP address of every good standing internet using person in the country of Mexico only because of one PFA listener he did not like. Who is this PFA listener's name? MWH72. Pretty good. Druff, give him his little bell. All right, you're up three to two now. Okay, let's let's get this one right. Okay, so we don't have to go to a sweat for, for question number seven, all right? Here's all a right. question. Every year that Druff comes to the World Series, he gets a refrigerator in his room at the Rio. He puts the same three different types of liquids into that refrigerator every year. Name for me those three liquids. Pepsi, water, and orange juice. You got it. Good job. All right. <coughs> so, those too easy? I thought those were good questions. Yeah, I thought they were pretty good, and, and uh, congratulations. You're the winner. All right, kick ass. So, uh, Sysop, you win $30. You can collect it in whatever way you want. Yet. I'm not going to hang up on him. Okay. You can you can uh, you can collect it in uh, one of various ways. That I same way I pay out the free roll. Just uh, PM me. I will send you the money. And uh, now, this up since you're probably going to be the uh, the last one I ask questions to. I'll come up with some new ones for Druff. And you, you've done well, real fast. Let's just see uh, how you would have done with these other questions uh, that I that I have on here. Uh, okay, what store did Druff shit up? <laughs> Target. Druff? Mm-mm. What's the correct answer, Druff? 
The correct babies answer, yeah, babies are us is the is the answer. That's correct. Damn it. Where was Druff staying when he was afraid his girlfriend at the time might have been either kidnapped or raped because she drunkenly passed out because Druff was in such a good blackjack game he could not walk her back to her hotel room? He was in Aruba. Very, very good. Wow, this very, guy, this guy is uh, pretty good at this stuff. Okay, and let's see. We have uh, one more. How often does Druff get sick a year? Six, 12, 18, 24, or over 100 times a year? The answer is over 100 times yep. a year. 100 times a year. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, buddy. You got it. And uh, contact thanks, Ruff, guys. Man. You got to be polite when you ask him for the money, though. Don't, you know. Get All right. Off. Thanks, guys. That was, that was really I, fun. I can't thanks. believe Brandon asked that last question. He's the one who's missed, like, the last uh, month and a half because he's, he's been sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll let you go. Thanks a lot. Okay. No other questions that didn't get asked were: What is Druff's stance on anal sex? I, uh, wait, that's a good question. What is my stance? I don't even know. You're not. You're anti-anal sex. And uh, wait, when I'm did so- I? I never talked about that. What did you- we talked about? Neither one of us are into the ass. We've talked about this many years ago. Remember, Dustin was the one that was into the ass. You and I. We well, no, he it. he was like eating the ass. That was yeah, that was the problem. Touching it, penetrating. Like, I'm not it, really in. I wouldn't say like well, I don't know. Like it's. it's I don't think I've ever expressed fully how I'm not. No, I'm not really big on it, but I'm not like super anti doing that. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Either you like it or you don't. I think. No, there's a middle ground. He did good though. He got the three. I didn't think he'd get the three liquids. I mean, the orange juice was the kicker. I was. I thought he may miss that one. I was proud. Of, I I thought you were going to ask him name two of them, but he actually went and named all three. Okay, so let's. Uh, Let's, let's, I want to talk about some, some fraud show stuff here. We have, we've been going for uh, three and a half hours, and we haven't, other than Ted Forrest, we haven't talked about any fraud show stuff. So Hold I on. Wait, I needed the, uh, an update. ESPN? Oh, I don't think I have that. Uh, okay, well, I'll just do The biggest fraud tournament in the history of, of the fraud site has just concluded. It was a thrilling, thrilling ending uh, where someone's pair of kings lost to two pair. Uh, I don't know what the two pair was, but it was a bad beat because uh, the person who finished in second typed in, ooh, ouch, as the river, I guess, completed the other person's two pair to crack said player's pocket kings. So GambleBot's shaved penis finishes in second place, and how much will he receive? $120. Okay, and then in first place, uh, the two pair winner... Daniel seventy two, uh, and where is he from? He's from Who Germany. He? Germany. So the German, the Kraut wins. How much money? Two hundred and fifty dollars. Very good. And now Druff, if he does ask you for a currency, very nice, Daniel. If Druff, if, if he Daniel asks you for the currency conversion, he can obviously count that you would do it honorably. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to make him wait three months while I. Uh, Pretend that uh, yes. I'm converting currency. But apparently, it was one of those real bad beats where the uh, shaved penis had the kings, and the other shift or Daniel uh, hit two pair on the river. Listen, I, I I know all about that. I know I, I remember the final hand in 2005, the 3K limit event. I, I flopped middle pair uh, against the short stack heads up against me, who had top pair. Mm-hmm. I check raised it all in, and in fact, for some reason, I just felt when I was check raising. I had a pair of tens. He had a pair of kings. Now, I didn't know he had a pair of kings, but I check raised them all in, and I thought I probably wasn't good, even though I should have been heads up. You think you know, flopping middle pair heads up is pretty mm-hmm. good against the short stack, but I thought 
I bet I'm behind, and I want to see a, a seven on the turn. Sorry, sorry, I didn't check raise. I check raised him. He called, but but I still thought I was behind, and I'm, I closed my eyes behind the sunglasses. And I'm like, please a seven on the turn, please a seven on the turn. Which is fine. A ten actually would have been better than a seven, but uh, I was just picturing a seven. I closed my eyes. I heard the card hit. I opened my eyes. There's a freaking seven there, and I go, oh my god, I'm going to win this. And I, I, I bet. Yeah, he called, and then he turned over top pair, and he had a lot of outs. Actually, he had straight outs too. He had a lot of outs on me, and then. Brick River, and I did it. So I, that's how I won a bracelet. So congratulations to uh, Daniel72 for, for winning the large PFA tournament the same way I won a bracelet, by by beating a, a pair of kings with two pair on the turn. Nice. And by the way, that nice jet lady uh, just sent me an email, and the, the actual tweet is what she said. Mark Cuban wrote to Mike Mattiso, uh at Hillary Clinton, do the right thing, vote for Clinton, and we are even. Wow. So I don't know. Maybe there's some underlying uh, something that went on there. Weird. So, yeah. so, so what's the first fraud topic? So the first, go well, to, you, you made you break. made you made reference to it actually. The the currency exchange, Fedor Holtz, a uh, a subject of One Step's desire, uh, but also the current hottest tournament player. I don't mean the way he looks, though. Maybe One Step would say that too. But the hottest tournament player out there in 2016 went from an unknown to many people like me and Brandon to being a. a Pretty well-known guy because he's winning like every high roller event. He's racked up over, I believe, twenty-two million dollars in caches in uh, in like a year's time. It's crazy. He just plays these high roller events and just wins every single one of them. The guy just never runs bad and also obviously plays really well and just seems to really have a knack for beating the typical high roller player, which seems to be usually a mixture of other poker pros and uh, and. And rich guys, but it's not like you're playing all rich fish. Here, you're you're playing some really top pros as well, and and Fedor just keeps crushing them over and over. So he's like 22 years old, I believe he's German. Anyway, he and two others accused Global Poker Index and Global Poker League owner Alexander Dreyfus. We've talked about before on the show. In fact, I called him a snake oil salesman. I said that I didn't trust the guy. We've talked about him in a few different ways. We talked about the Global Poker League, how we thought it would be a failure. And also, we talked last year about how he stiffed three players out of a World Series seat that was promised to them as part of a contest having to do with the Global Poker Index. And only after being shamed about it on 2 Plus 2 did he finally back down and and give them the seats. But he was trying to stiff them and trying to go back on on the promised prize uh, of a World Series main event seat in 2015. Uh, but anyway, they have accused him, unbelievably, you know, because the Global Poker Index is a big thing. The Glo- Global Poker League is a big thing. Uh, the Global Poker Index has a partnership. They're the official player ranking uh, for the World Series of Poker. You'd think that someone who's the owner of all that would not be scamming poker players out of $20,000. But that's what happened. So this this is a shocking story to me. Even with my criticism of Alexander Dreyfus, I never expected this of him. I always thought this guy overpromised and underdelivered. I thought he was basically a snake oil salesman in the world of poker, but not someone who would do something like this. I thought at least he had some money from his snake oil sales antics, and that he would never be in this position. But this is this just broke on September third, and. As I said, I've always been critical of Alex Dreyfus, and I thought he was big on vision, big on hype, and low on actually delivering anything of value. I questioned why the World Series was even dealing with him last year, 
and, and having a partnership with him after he tried to stiff three players out of the seats that he promised in a, in a very embarrassing scandal where he had a contest to win three seats by being uh, at or near the top of the Global Poker Index leaderboard, only to just abruptly change it and say, no, that you're not getting it, and then, ch- and then changing it to, okay, you're getting it, but it's only a stake. You owe us money back if you win. So that was back in 2015. This is what's happening now. Here's a post from a guy named Value H. I think his name is Henrik something. It doesn't really matter. But uh, the, the only big name of the three involved is Fedor Holtz. But uh, they're, they're all friends. Value H on 2 plus 2, his first name is Henrik, posted the following. After thorough deliberation and discussions with multiple parties, BBV is bad for me, which is another poster there. Fedor Holtz and I have decided to raise awareness in regards to our recent dealings with Global Poker League CEO Alex Dreyfus. For context, BBV and I have been very active in the uh, SHR staking scene. I did something over on 2 Plus 2 for staking for the past few years. I met Alex the first time in person in Vegas this summer, where we had long conversations regarding the Global Poker League. BBV and I attended the first Cube match featuring uh, Aaron Paul upon Alex's invitation. That was when they were having this stupid thing where you were playing poker in the cube. Uh, a few days later, Alex approached me again, asking if I could trade him $20,000 U.S. dollars in Vegas for a Euro bank transfer. So basically he was saying that uh, Alex came to him and said, hey, I need twenty k U.S. Can I send you Euros through a bank transfer? Can you just hand me twenty k cash right now and I immediately send you a Euro bank transfer for the equivalent amount of money? So... He says, we agreed because BBV needed bank euros. So it, it was convenient. The only reason they agreed is because this BBV guy, his friend, needed euros in the bank. So he's like, oh, perfect. Here, send it to BBV's bank account. We met up. I gave him the cash. And Alex said he would send same day. BBV and I put the issue out of our minds because we were accustomed to dealing with multitudes of transfers during, during the WSOP. So these are all high-limit high players. So 20000 may sound like a lot to you to forget about, but for these guys, uh, you know, like Fedor Holtz is entering $250,000 buy-in tournaments. So these guys, they're like, they're not going to forget about the money, but they're, they're not going to, they figure that they'll get paid and they're, they're not going to worry about this every second of the day. So he writes, five weeks later, after leaving Vegas and doing accounting with BBV, we realized we never received the transfer, despite Alex stating he would send the same day and not mentioning the duration of the summer that he did not. We promptly contacted Alex, to which he replied that he never had the intention not to send, but that the Global Poker League was struggling and he could not pay at this point. What? So he's claiming that he could not even pay $20,000 that he had agreed to exchange same day. This was not a loan. This was not a stake. This was, hey, give me 20000 cash U.S. I'll send you 20000 euro in the bank today. That, that was yeah, the agreement. Swap. Yeah, it was, it was a swap. swap. It was an instant swap, supposedly. But then the summer, I guess this happened in June, the summer passes by, and they said uh, five weeks passed, not the whole summer, five weeks passed, they realized he never sent it. So they're like, oh, maybe he just forgot. Hey, Alex, where's the 20K? Oh, sorry, man. The, uh, the GPL is not doing that well. I can't send it. Which, first of all, the GPL is supposed to be separate from his, his personal net worth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the- how, how about a dude borrowing cash from poker players to fund the business yeah so I mean, come yeah on. so so and that shouldn't even have to do with it even if the business is about to crash and burn he should have 20k himself but uh he said he couldn't pay at this point he said he asked for an extension until the end of august and we're talking about he, he took this loan in june until the end of august 
and he offered to pay interest. I made it clear that receiving the money on time was more important than interest. He had asked for a trade, not a loan. A week ago, and this is like late August we're talking about here, a week ago from September 3rd. When we still hadn't received the money, I sent him a reminder of the deadline to apply pressure. He claimed he was waiting on a $150,000 transfer and would pay us back once it cleared. <laughs> that's like straight out of Scammer's Playbook 101 is the, the, the large transfer that's coming to them that just held up in some way. And that once it comes through, they'll, they'll take care of everything. Yeah, I'm not saying it's actually there actually is a transfer because I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't. But, I mean, it sounds like uh, you know a VC funding round. Is what he's trying to claim. It yeah, is. I mean, yeah, it's possible too. So he says, then he writes, around the same time at EPT Barcelona, I reached out to a few close friends asking for their opinion on the issue. We weren't sure at this point whether it was better to inform the public to ensure nobody else gets taken advantage of by Alex or if we should just treat it as a single misstep that shouldn't have such a dire impact on his public image. Well, that's, that's a pretty big misstep to, to do a currency transfer when you don't have the money to, to, to transfer the guy, and then, and then five weeks later, you still don't have 20K to transfer back. I mean, he, he deserves his public image to be destroyed. He, at that he point. knew. Yeah, he, he knew. He knew when right. he was taking this money that he could not pay them back. Right. Yeah, he, he, forced, right. he forced these guys to give him a loan thinking it's just an instant exchange. That's, that's right. the sick thing here. So that really, people say, oh, you know, that's not really a scam. I mean, it is a scam. You, if you want a loan, you go up to them and say, hey, can you loan me 20K and I can pay you back in such and such time. You, you don't say, hey, I just need some U.S. dollars. I'll send you euros today. Okay, sure. And then disappear. And then five weeks later, oh, I can't pay. The GPL's not doing well. Well, you should have paid five weeks ago. What, what happened to I'll pay you tomorrow? Where'd the money go then? The, G, the GPL didn't crash in one day. So yeah, it'd be like if you flew down to visit your buddy Marty down in Mexico, and he said, "Oh, you know, I'm going to the U.S. soon. Uh, I really could use some money. I'll give you pesos, and you can use them down here." You give him the money, and then he, he never gives you the the other currency. Yeah, it's not a loan. Yeah, it's not. It's just it's just straight up <laughs> stealing the money is what it's doing. Yeah. So so he says he goes on to write. We understand that the future of the Global Poker League, as well as the people involved with it, whose work we respect, are all somewhat dependent on Alex's reputation. That's what I said at the beginning when he started this thing. that He, didn't have the, he already didn't have the best reputation from what happened the year before. However, almost everyone we spoke with agreed that we should make the whole story public, drawing the conclusion that the way Alex treated the problem made it likely it wasn't an isolated misstep. Yeah, you think he, he couldn't pay you twenty thousand dollars <laughs> and, and 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 took a loan he couldn't pay you know, and took a. Uh, Money from you in a phony currency exchange? Yeah, that's that. I wouldn't say it's an isolated misstep. After hearing that Alex had done the same thing to Fedor, referring to Fedor Holtz, we had no choice but to take action to make this post. We would not have come out unless we felt it was necessary. Three days ago, this is referring to August 31st, Alex sent me a copy of a transaction receipt showing he had wired the money to BBV's bank account with an added 5% interest. The money cleared yesterday. We gave Alex a heads up on Thursday that we'll be making this post on 2 plus 2. That was Valuation's statement. Now, here's Fedor Holtz's statement. So he paid, but only after being told, hey, we're about to go public. So then he quickly scrambled to, to pay the money because he knew that uh, them going public with it would sound much better if he had already paid by the time they went public than if, if he hadn't. Okay, so here's Fedor Holtz. Hello, 2 plus 2 community. My name is Fedor Holtz, and after deliberate consideration with Henrik and uh, BBV is bad for me, I felt the necessity to share my recent dealings with Alex Dreyfus and my thoughts on it with you. On June 3rd, so this is, this is pretty early, June 3rd, 2016, noticed during the World Series, uh, Alex approached me 
and asked for $10,000 cash in Vegas to trade for a Euro bank transfer. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Stating that, quote, he spent the... Uh, he spent 50k in the last few days for their studio, and has reached his daily limits. So he's claiming they had some studio there, and they uh, they had spent 50k cash, and so now he needs more U.S. cash. So he said the same day I sent him my bank details via email, and he responded with thanks. We will pr- we will proceed current next week. I think he's trying to say like uh, you got back to he was thanks. We'll proceed current next week. Probably means we're, I'll, I'll send it to you next week. I was very busy in Vegas and didn't do my accounting until end of July, beginning of August, assuming that he wired me the money in euros. When this message reached me on July 28, 2016, and by the way, this is, of course, after Value H, Henrik brought this up, and he knew that he'd be going to Fedora anyway, so that's why he gave this heads up. He said, I just wanted to tell you that I'm a bit late read the transfer of 10K, as I spent a lot of resources in the last six weeks due to our Vegas investment. <laughs> And I'm in the middle of st- strategic financing deal, which, if you allow me to have a few weeks, end of August, early September, to process the euro bank transfer with interest, would be highly appreciated. I apologize for the delay. Uh, not my style, just entrepreneur life. Hope it is fine for you. <laughs> is, is entrepreneur life anything like thug life? It's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I just stiffed you on, on what was supposed to be a currency trade, but that's just, it's just entrepreneur life. That's all. So, believe it or not, uh, instead of Fedor getting pissed, which I would have been furious if I got this message almost two months after I was supposed to get the transfer, he said, I responded that it's okay, but I'd like to get it out of the way as soon as possible. That's not what I would say. I'd say, no, you're going to pay me now or else I'm going to go public with this. He said, I already didn't feel comfortable with the situation, but I had a lot of other stuff on my plate and didn't spend too much time thinking about it until the 27th of August, 2016 in Barcelona. I randomly find out that he also owes money to Henrik under a similar time frame. This is the point where I start to question my decision to give him the benefit of the doubt. I sent Alex a message demanding my money. He says he'll put a wire on August 31st. I received 9,500 uh, uh, euros on uh, September 2nd. The reason I – and that's, that translates to more than 10,000, so he got paid plus interest. Uh, the reason why I post the story is not out of personal interest. I don't have any reason to harm Alex Dreyfus, nor do I have any way – do I any way profit from posting this. Quite the opposite. The reason I post the story is because I strongly care for poker and its community and how we get presented to the outside. In my personal opinion, our two cases, he knowingly mislead us to get three months loan out of a declared trade without communicating in any way for the first seven weeks. He represents poker to the outside, so he represents, represents us as a community to the outside. I think the above story is very questionable behavior as a serious entrepreneur and as showing missing integrity. I really do hope this was a simple mi- single misstep, Fedor. So, and yeah, you know, there's broken English, of course, because English is not his first language. But you get the point. He's trying to say, I'm not doing this maliciously. I just, uh, I just think that everyone should know this because uh, this wasn't ethical. And I agree. I mean, they, they did the right thing by coming forward, even though he paid them. In fact, he paid them only when they said they were coming forward. Some people on 2 Plus 2 who are uh, apologizing for Alex are going, well, you know, he paid, right? So they, they've been made whole and they got interest. Well, they didn't ask for interest. The deal was not... We'll do a currency exchange, and three months later, you'll get the money back with interest. The deal was you do it today. And the interest was just a, uh, a phony baloney way of uh, making it look like that he's sorry for the whole thing, and he's trying to make it, you know, make it right for them so they gained a little bit from it. But uh, these guys, these are high-limit players. They're not looking for 5% interest over three months on, on this type of money. They, they just wanted it right away and be done with it. They, they didn't, and they definitely did not want to loan money to someone who couldn't pay 
and or definitely not do a currency exchange with someone who didn't have the money on the other side. So they they were straight up scammed here. It's just he finally paid them back from the scam three months later. That's what happened, and I'm sure what he did, he must have borrowed from Peter to pay Paul here, and that's how he quickly came up with the money on August 31st. Maybe it was from some venture capital money, I don't know, but it's something... It seems like odd timing to me that right before they were about to post this, then he quickly paid them all. So I think he just... He knew his time was up and that his only chance to maintain his rep at this point was to pay them before they were going to post it. So, so where did he get the money? I, I think he either he could have borrowed from someone. He could have given someone equity in, in the Global Poker League. Who knows? He, I mean, he had various ways to raise it if it was urgent. I think it wasn't urgent until they really put the screws to him and said, we're about to post this on 2 plus 2. And then Alex, who of course is... This is a guy who's who's a snake oil salesman. This is someone whose reputation is important to him. And why he let it go this far, I don't know. But that shows you how bad of a shape he's in. But he must have said, okay, if they post this and I haven't paid them yet, this is going to look horrendous. At least if they post and I've paid them, then it's, it's going to diffuse it somewhat. So he must have done whatever he had to do. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to the, you know, if he went in the back of the Rio somewhere and blew someone for the money. <laughs> So, I mean, he, he, at that point, I think he knew it was of dire urgency to get this paid before they post the story. I, I'm not surprised by any of this. I mean, I'm not at liberty to talk about it, but I know a number of people who have had, uh, let's say, unsatisfactory business dealings with him. Um, so I'm, I'm honestly not surprised. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> In fact, whenever I see anything weird, like what happened a year ago, about a year and a half ago now, with the, the three World Series seats, the way he stiffed these people, the way he lied about what was promised in the first place, the way he kept changing the terms, the way there was never any kind of – even when he, he made it right, he made them feel like they were stupid and just didn't understand the whole way and he's just, he's just honoring it anyway. It was never like uh, – the whole thing had a very unsatisfying ending. Even though they got what they were promised, they had to fight and push so hard and again take it public. And I'm thinking, how do you trust someone who does business this way? How can you ever trust someone who does uh, over again a small amount of money, thirty thousand dollars? It's always about thirty thousand. Like last year it was thirty thousand, three seats. This year is thirty thousand in cash. Twenty to uh, to Henrik and this BBV guy together, and then ten for Fedora Holtz. So thirty thousand dollars for someone who is supposed to be this uh, successful entrepreneur who has these these big companies like the Global Poker League and the Global Poker Index that are supposed to be a big deal in poker. Well, so, I mean, Druff, when <laughs> First of all, I mean those those companies probably aren't as big as a lot of people might think that they are. Um, and the other thing is, you know, he I'm sure he draws a nice salary and all that, but he doesn't necessarily own those companies. I mean, it's actually a lot more likely that it's a you know consortium of investors or VC funding or whatever. It probably that is actually and that, owns it, and that's what yeah. I that's what I think is going on. I've actually known yeah. someone like this who didn't do it with with anything in poker, but someone who did this in real estate who yeah. would find properties that he thought were of good value to buy. But he, this guy was flat broke. He was always flat broke. And he, what he would do is he would go around and find investors, sometimes friends of his, sometimes – he actually tried to get me to do it. I said – I just said, you know, thanks but no thanks. It was, it was a, someone I was on good terms with. I just didn't want to get involved for obvious reasons. But, but he would go around to all these different investors to buy these. So on the surface, it would look like this guy owns all this rental property and all these buildings. But in, in reality, he owned just about nothing. He was just managing the whole thing for other people whose, whose money that uh, was going into it. So, yeah, Alex Dreyfus, it probably is something like that, that uh, this guy's well, just perpetually the broke. Epic Poker League, Epic Poker League was you know, kind of a big deal for a while. 
and you know Annie Duke and some of the other execs drew a nice salary, but you know they didn't own it all, and it wasn't their money that they lost. Yeah, it, and I know, it's it was, probably something very very similar with these companies. It, it probably is, and then there's also suspicions that he's, he claimed five million dollars or almost five million dollars was invested by some Chinese company into the Global Poker League. Some suspect that that is either exaggerated or just fabricated completely, that there was never this type of money invested in it and that uh, either the investment was much smaller or this Chinese investor never existed, but, but that he pretended it did to make it look like it was a bigger thing in the first place. Because well, the, th- the thing with these VC investors is that a lot of times the, the way it'll work is, um, you know, they'll tell you, okay, you know, we will pledge X amount, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, you can say that I've got that investment because technically you do, right? Um, but just like a, a vesting schedule with stocks, it's the same thing with the money, right? They can deliver X amount on uh, you know, whatever day they want, and they can ratchet things up as well. Um, so he could have been pledged $5 million and you know, received uh, just a small fraction of that. And it would be contingent as well. Uh, they would have certain milestones that they would have to meet. And it doesn't mean just because you are pledged $5 million from a VC doesn't mean that someone just throws $5 million in your bank account. Um, there are usually milestones that you have to reach. There are usually contingencies on it. Interesting. Um, so, you know, I mean, he actually could have gotten that investment um, and still not have any money. Yeah, that's, that's probably that's possible. probably what happened. So th- this is what he said. In case anyone's thinking maybe maybe they're just falsely accusing him, maybe it didn't really happen this way. Alex Dreyfus himself posted quickly on two plus two in response. He said, "Dear all, I've already spoken on this matter for a few hours t- yesterday with all parties involved. A matter that has been settled already again with both parties. I hate when people say that after they they scam someone and then months later they 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 give the money back and act like." You should, uh, it's you, like Mattisau said, it's resolved. Yeah, it's resolved. Like, like I, I give the money back. I'm like, okay, fine, let me steal from you and I'll, I'll pay you a year later. Like, you yeah. know, just because you give the money back you stole doesn't mean you didn't steal in the first place. So he says, I've apologized to them to both for having failed in reporting the original repayment deadline as, as it was intended. What does that mean? It was intended for like the, the next day or within a week. What do you mean as it was intended? I've also apologized to them for both the lack of communication and non-professionalism that was inherent in this on my part. We've had a tough summer, and a lot of things didn't work out as planned. While I have legitimate reasons to have been late, these don't represent valid excuses. What are the excuses? (laughs) What could be a legitimate reason to have a currency exchange that's supposed to be instant or almost instant, and then you take three months and only send it when the person says they're going to go public. Because you don't have the money to pay. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's his that's legitimate excuse. 100%. I apologize for that, and I'm ready to take ownership of that mistake. Isn't that nice? I'm not immune from making errors like this. There is never any malicious intent. Well, what was, the, what was the intent? I don't think malicious, like, oh, I want to hurt Fedor Holtz. It was just, I want to steal. I'm not trying to maliciously steal. I just want to nicely steal. Like, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? There's no malicious intent. It's not like he accidentally uh, took this money from them. This was he knew what he was doing the whole time. He just he just thought this is PR. Okay, just trying to spin it. Yeah, a couple of things about that drop. So first of all, I, I would hate to be his accountant at the end of the year if he's taking just cash from poker players at the Rio and. You know, paying them back out of company cash. I mean, it's just a really bizarre thing to be doing with uh, with company funds, and I would be 
real interested to see how that all you know gets shown in the ledger. Um, but above and beyond that, I mean, the the only thing you could really argue is okay, well, you know, maybe he wanted to do this currency exchange and he thought certain monies were there that weren't there, or you know, he had expenses and he didn't realize what was there. But it just seems really, really unlikely. You know, when you're at the point where you're asking these guys for cash, you probably know that the coffers are empty. Yeah, and all these stories about why you need the cash, it, it just you can't believe any of it at this point. You have to believe he just he was flat broke and just uh, made up stories of what he needed. I had to take a small little break. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, well, no, but I have to do it just to stay fresh for the duration. Well, it's that's like okay. We, we had we had Cal White. He just stepped in and yeah. done a bang up job uh, here. But I have to ask, and I, I know I'll, I'm going to sound ignorant. Although I've heard the term, and I know it somehow applies to the WSOP, my two questions are, what exactly is a global poker index? And how, with him raising money, capital, whatever, how is this supposed to be profitable? How does this make money for him or his company or his investors? Those are my questions. I'll I'll stay on the line while you ask. Okay, the global poker index is is a player ranking system. And uh, and it's supposed to rank them not just on how they do with the World Series or some other tournament. It's supposed to be ranking them. It's kind of like uh, supposed to be it's like, more, like the AP poll in college football. It, well, it's kind of a more advanced version of, of what the the card player rankings were when they just have the rankings overall of people's tournament rankings when they used to have that. I don't know if they know if they even have that anymore. They do card player player of the year every year. Okay, so it's it's, it's kind of similar to that. Uh, how that's supposed to make a whole lot of money, I don't know. But they did manage to get a partnership with the World Series. And they are the official rankers for the World Series but as well. Not even a whole lot of money. How does it make any money? Well, the World Series. Where do they get any profit from? The World again? Series pays them to the license it. Yeah. I, I don't know how they make profit otherwise. I, I've, I've, Adver- advertising and partnerships. But what uh, are they advert? Like, how, what do you mean? Who's when you say well, if advertising? You go, if you go to okay, so if you want to look anyone up, you go to their website, and it, there are ads all over the place for. Um, you know, so just web, so web-based advertising. Right. Well, I got to be uh, honest. Even if I had so much money that it meant nothing to me, this would not be something that I'd even consider contemplating investing my money in. It doesn't really seem like it's it's. A- well, on a, on a smaller scale, you could also ask, well, okay, how does uh, Poker News make money, right? And it's all from advertising and affiliate partnerships, and it's really the same thing. Um, just the global global poker index is kind of on a smaller scale. Yeah, I guess that, I guess that's possible. But yeah, so he said it was a, a very rough summer, and that's that's why he can't pay the the what was supposed to be a personal currency exchange that was supposed to be instant. Months later, he he couldn't pay it. It was a rough summer. No, oh, it's a cruel <laughs> summer, not rough. Come on, rough. <laughs> it is a cruel summer. Not a rough summer. Yeah. So he says eventually, after clearing internal funds. I gave both parties a clear deadline, a day at the end of August, which included an added fee in the form of a flat 5% interest as a financial means of apologizing as well, because... That's actually about. Uh, sounds like no. it's about Alex Dreyfus. It's a. Uh, it's a cruel summer. Now you're Tra- gone. Now you're Tra- gone. That's perfect. Trader Ruski, you still with us? Oh no. Trader Ruski, I'm here. All right. That's, well, you know what? I have to ask Kalawat. Kalawat, I'm. I am here. Oh, that's oh, a real Trader Ruski. I don't think. The, I'm, making the, I'm making the herbal tea. Have you been listening? Did you just hear the song Druff played? Been, yeah, I've been. 
I have. Okay, what movie is that from? It's our generation. Druff, play it again for the kiddo. No, I know the song. I mean, is it like the Bangles or something? No, it's Bananarama. What movie is it from? Sixteen Candles. No, it's from the from the Karate Kid. Oh. Trader yeah. Ruski, really? You know. So anyway, anyway, I got some extra trivia for you. In addition okay. to the Karate Kid, mm-hmm. it was also in Rami and Michelle's high school reunion. How was it? I didn't know that. Okay, I'm going to ask you, Calawat, oh, some trivia now. Since you know that movie, what was? Who's? Sounds like someone's packing up their house. Or I think something. I think What's it's Trader Ruski. No, I, mean, I think that's that's the I'll, a, that's I'll a go team. back on yeah. mute. Yeah. Now, Calawat in the movie. When Daniel first meets his love interest and he introduces himself and he says, hi, my name is Daniel. And then he says, what's your name? What, what does his love interest exactly reply? I have no clue. Druff? Oh, uh... Okay, Granada Raj in the chat, you're close, but that's not what she said. First person in the chat that says it gets ten bucks. You get thirty bucks to give it away. Ten dollars. Come on. What exactly? Wasn't it, wasn't it, wasn't it something like uh, I didn't say what my name was? No, 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 no. Come on. First person in the chat because they're usually very resilient. No one knows. Now Daniel. Yep. There we go. Okay. Limp Donk Bingo in the chat got it. Okay. I mean, I'm going to assume no one Googled that. Uh, the correct answer is Ally with an I. That's right, Ally with an I. I remember that. Limp Donk Bingo, we're going to give you 10 bucks. Druff, I feel like, do I have enough uh, pull here to yeah. touch some of Okay. Message Druff, as long as you're in good standing and not in a bad country. And then we have 20 more dollars we'll give away throughout the show. But good job. Who's Limp Donkey or Limp Donk he's, he's, Bingo? He's been around. He's been okay, around. I don't know these people. Well, Brandon, how the fuck do you know that? I just – I've watched that Hell movie, and I'm very, very good. My mind is very sharp with 80s – you know how Druff can tell you where he was like in 1986 on a rainy day in September? That's kind of how I am with 80s, even some 90s movie, like movie trivia. I just – alley with an eye. You know, just I, – I, <laughs> I mean, I, I – you know, I mean, it, it – like talk about 80s fixture movies like Karate Kid, Goonies – um, you know, Weird Science, Breakfast Club, all those movies. I, it, it, it's almost like I'm still in that era that I remember the lines, I remember the dialogue. Uh, so, of all the things that you could have a photographic memory of, all the 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 life changing, you know, science research, all that kind of stuff, you remember '80s movies lines? Alley with an eye. Okay, so <laughs> Alley with an eye. So here, let's let's, let's throw on another <laughs> limp. Donk Bingo is saying donate it to the free roll. He don't even want our ten dollars. Oh, oh. Okay, so, so like, you know, I, I, have, I have two people we just threw on the line here. Uh, we have Scott from the East Coast, and we have another former co-host who has returned to us. Daredevil, hello. Todd, Brandon, how's it going? Daredevil, welcome back. He was is that a Daredevil. It's Daredevil. Yep, he's here. Oh wow! That's What's me. up, Congrats, buddy? Congrats, gentlemen. Two hundred shows. Good uh, stuff. Oh, it's, it's it's not good stuff. His connection isn't that good, but we we can kind of. Yeah, I'm at an undisclosed location in uh, <laughs> California. Yeah, I, I actually know where he is. Well, kind of know where he is, and uh, yeah, he's. Uh, we had this discussion earlier about how he was going to call in because he's uh, at a secret location, and uh, I said, you know, try to make it work. So I'm I'm I appreciate uh, now uh, Scott from the East Coast. Are you with us? No, no, we lost him. 
Well, anyway, Daredevil, it's uh, good to see good you. Good to hear you, buddy. Where 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 you been? Isn't it late your time in Quebec or wherever it is you are? <laughs> no, he's in California. He just said that. Who, Daredevil? Yes. Yeah. No. What part of California? The uh, the Bay Area. I can't hear. He's in the Bay Area. He Wait, so he's here. where Calawat was the other time? Yes, we always seem I to have people this. around there. This is some sort of setup. <laughs> no, we, he is, and we've had, I had this discussion with him privately, but he's he doesn't have the best connection. I'll say that. Is he at the yeah, same Ramada that Calawat was at with the bad connection? Maybe. Daredevil, where are you? Because you sound all mumbled and jumbled. Well, it's, it's a bad uh, internet connection to us. Yeah, hotel Wi-Fi, you know. But can we maybe try it again, or will it be the same result? It'll be the same result. How do you know this? Well, I'm not 100%, but pretty high percent. Because it, he, he, he just sounds ba- all like staticky and muffled. Well, it sounds like it's like pixelated almost. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a audio version of being pixelated. Well, how do we even know this is a real, da- real Daredevil? Because he's calling then? on Daredevil Skype. Look at all, so people can't hack Skype, Druff? No. Skype they, is, they hacked a final table guy the other day. Skype is, they, the, Skype is the most uh, secure thing ever. Did you hear <laughs> about that? No. The one guy, uh, let's see, some November Niner, they hacked his 2 plus 2 account well, on social media, and then uh, they got like $20,000. No. I'm like, hold, that hold sounds on. like Steve the Pimp. He used to do that all the time. Yeah, no. I, I, we have to ask him questions only the real, real uh, Daredevil would know. Daredevil, you yeah. and I once had a sandwich and a delicatessen, an overpriced delicatessen at that. What kind of sandwich did you order? What? Uh oh, we won't be able to understand his answer. No, this ain't the real dev. No, it's it's him, but we're just having some technical no, difficulties. He would know the sandwich that he ordered. I should, I shouldn't. No, we can't even understand him. That's the problem. Hotel Wi Fi is notoriously awful. Yeah. yeah, I'll give him a. When I'm at the Palazzo, I'm, uh, the Wi Fi is very crisp and clean. You wouldn't well, even know that I was at they, the Palazzo. Well, this is they, a, he's they give not at the you, Palazzo. They give special customers like you priority internet. So oh. he's not at the Palazzo right now. We got to give him a break. Okay, well, I, I give Daredevil an A for I give him an A for effort here. I'll give him that at least. Yeah, but I wish we could understand what he was saying. I know it's kind of, it's kind of well, like listening I'll, to Charlie Brown's mother. You know what, Todd? I'll I can maybe text you a number you can reach me at. Okay, well, I hear you better now. Am um, I coming through now? I moved to a different part of the hotel room. <laughs> it's a little bit better. So now, right. what kind of sandwich did you order at the overpriced deli? Well, I had a pastrami. Yep. Okay, it's Daredevil then. Nobody <laughs> would guess pastrami. Brandon's so skeptical. Oh, I'm just saying. So skeptical. Well, they hacked. Uh, I'm trying to see who it was. It was one of the November Nine people. It got into all his stuff. Anyhow, Daredevil, how are you? What What are you doing in the the Bay Area? You there catching a, a a baseball game? Actually, I did. Wow. See, I knew that. Game yeah. yesterday in the fabulous Coliseum. Oh, we we don't really hear much. Now, Daredevil, can you call into the number? Maybe that will be better, just using your Sprint or AT&T LTE service, as they call it? Yeah, I don't have that. Okay, well, here, send, send me a text of the best way to reach you there, and I'll try. All right. All right. Okay, I'll text you talk. Yeah, okay. So See, we, I, mean, I love the kid, but that's almost unbearable. No, it was unbearable. good for the listeners. I know, it's not. I know. I know. They it's like he's in the say, witness protection program. You know what? For all we know, this is why that one guy, uh, Jet, Chip Jet, maybe stop listening. Maybe deep down he's telling people, no, they have bad signals and connections, and the people sound fuzzy. So I just gave up on all these podcasts. Yeah. But, uh, you know, th- this Dreyfus guy, uh, Druff? Yeah. If you were one of those pros that, you know, joined his league and were 
you know, getting whatever payment they're getting for playing in the stuff. I mean, I would run as soon as I got a check from him. I would run as quickly as I could to the bank. Yes, definitely to cash it. Wait, hold, hold, I mean? hold on. So, 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 uh, Daredevil's back here. Daredevil. Uh, let's see. Can we hear him any better? <laughs> nope. Can't hear any better. You really worked on that one. That's real cute. You know what? I got a good one for you. Uh, who wants the next trivia? Uh, one of the hosts. Uh, sure, you ask me. But then we got to okay. go back to this discussion here. Go, go other ahead. than Johnny Bax, name me one other November Niner without touching a keyboard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. All right, Callawat, do you know any other November Niners now? I mean, we knew them, you know, when they were getting down and we were watching. Oh, fuck. I don't. Mm. And by the way, the November Niner who got his hat, his shit hacked and everything, uh, it was Josh Beckley, the China maniac from the former host of the Zone Blitz. Uh, Josh Beckley. Sent me the link. Yeah. Oh, was I late on that question? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Beckley, and it was actually $6,000 because they hacked into his 2 plus 2 account. And just off private messages, they got $6,000. Isn't that amazing? Yep. How dumb these people are. Yeah. Well, there's a fake Dan Druff that used to run around and ask for uh, trades, and people fell. Yeah, for but it. he was asking for coupons, not money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, so anyway, back to this thing with uh, with, with uh, Dreyfus, and so so Dreyfus uh, finishing what his statement was. Uh, eventually, after clearing internal funds, I gave both parties a clear deadline, a day at the end of August, which included an added fee in the form of flat 5% interest as a financial means of apologizing as well. I, I, I hate that. So he throws 5% on and thinks it makes it better. Uh, this was fully respected, and all parties were paid, including flat 5% interest on top. For me, this matter is settled, and I'm not intending to add any comment publicly on this, as I was believe it to be a private matter. Well, yeah, you're hoped it would be a private matter, but uh, he says, I'm not looking to for a public trial on 2 plus 2, but understand that this is something which is unavoidable. As such, I'll focus my efforts on doing what I'm best at, delivering a vision of promoting poker as a sport. Well, you know what, though? Don't you think at least, and I'm not making any excuses for, for the Dreyfus, but at least giving the 5% interest, I mean, that's... No token of no. I mean, I'm not saying it makes it right. Well, no, no, no. Well, no, it's, it's all part of the manipulation. That's why it bothers me so much about it. It actually bothers me more what than he gave the manipulation. It. Because okay, this is why. Does not make he, it right what he did? But no, no. A I'll tell you. Like, no, it's not a gesture. That's what he wants you to think. That's what. That's why it bothers me. Well, I'd rather then, he didn't. I'd rather he didn't. He's give doing it. a good job because that's what I think. Well, I know. Well, he is doing a good job. That, that's how he's gotten uh, fooled all these people to to trust him. He. He throws this on a very token sum. It's not like he doubled. He throws 5% on, which is very small. And he does well, this to make it look like not only did he pay, but he gave them something extra. So he's not that bad of a guy. That's what he bought. That 5% bought him saying, so much okay, rep. If, if, so, so hold on. If somebody did this to you, the same exact thing, what would you rather get? The exact amount back or get the exact amount plus 5%? Oh, no. I'm not going to throw away money, but I'm not talking about it on these from these guys' standpoint. I'm talking about when he threw the 5% on, he didn't do it because he felt guilty or that he felt this was the right thing to do. He said, what can I do? This is going to come out. They're going to post this. This is going to come out. It's going to make me look awful. What can I do for a small amount of money to buy the public's approval back in a way? So I didn't he, say I approve. I still think it's shitty what he did. But I'm just saying, at least. But it's it's to manipulate the public. It's it's to try to make it's to what? So he can do the same thing again? No. Like, so so it doesn't affect his 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 brand of the listen, global poker index and global okay, poker. I can league. tell you this. I could be in this grocery store, like Smiths, Whole Foods, Albertsons, what have you, and I'm going up and I'm grabbing the last box of of I like now the uh, 
Special K with like pecans. It's really, really good. And there's one box and I'm grabbing it. And the Dreyfus kid's right next to me and he's grabbing it at the same time. I wouldn't know him from Adam. But, but that doesn't mean anything. What, what, what I, is that? I just wanted to say the okay. story. But I, the point I'm making is I don't even know what who he looks like. No, but it's not about what he looks like. He's got, he's got, he's got, got this business. It's cool. Would you know him if he came up to you to get your Wheaties? Would you know it was Dreyfus? Yeah, at this point I would. But, but that's not mm. – it, it, it's not so much about being recognized in public. He, he has a brand that, that is very important to him. He's, that's how he's making his living. And he – at this point, there's not a lot he could do when this is about to come public – all he could do is pay back, but then he knew just paying back would people would say, well, it's still been three months. Why would you do this, and why would you uh, pretend like you're going to pay them instantly? So he's thinking, what can I do to distract everybody? What can, what's a cheap thing I could do to distract everybody and make myself look like a good guy? But really, well, I don't think it distracted me. I don't know. I, it I, did well, you because know, you're, you're giving him credit. Can we, get, <laughs> can we get someone else's take on it? Because maybe you and I are at the, what they call a standstill. Kalawat, do you think it was a distraction, the 5%? Well – I do agree with uh, Druff to at least the extent that he's probably doing it to protect his image because, you know, if he is one of those guys that uses other people's money to start companies all over the place, which I think it is likely he is, um, he really kind of does need to save face. Um, and I also yeah, but think see, that you're, you're Druff's lynchman. You're no, see, no, no, come on, come on. I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm a little nuanced, though. Hold on. Okay. So, right. uh and in addition to that, I think this is a, you know, the last thing he wants to be seen as is being busto and broke and not having any money, right? So being able to throw a little bit more on top also lets him let other people know, hey, you know, I actually do have money and all that stuff. Um, so you're saying the gesture wasn't pure, that he was actually doing it from a PR, let's make me look as better as I can standpoint? I think it's probably a little of both. I'm saying 100%. Um, he, he didn't feel guilty about this. If he felt guilty about this at all, he wouldn't have done it in the first place. This is this is a, something that was – and he told all these lies probably about why he you know why he needed the money then when they loaned it to him or when, not when they, when they, quote, exchanged it with him. Yeah. The whole thing well, – Look, if someone fucks you, they can't unfuck you, right? But they can do you know some kind of a gesture of, of apology. Exactly, uh, but I, but I don't think it's a sincere one. I think it's it's he, he he's thinking I've got to buy my PR back somehow, but I don't have a lot of money to do it with. What's yeah. something really I, cheap I, I can agree do? Agree, it's self serving. I agree, self serving to on a couple of fronts, but you know that's it why also, it actually offends a, a, a really unscrupulous bastard would would wouldn't do it at all. But so. then, but then he's out. Then he then then people are not going to want to uh, deal with the global poker league. People are going to quit. You know, it would be a horrible. Yeah. Horrible PR if he just said, "Well, I can't pay. I, sorry, these guys are out the money." Then, then the uh, real shitstorm would happen. He, but he, it also is somewhat of a mea culpa. I mean, when you in public apologize for what happened and then offer to pay a little bit of money on top, you're basically saying, "Yeah, I admitted it was my fault. My bad. You know, here's a little something extra." But it's, I, it's, I think it's probably like. Probably eighty percent self interest and twenty percent. I don't give him this much credit. I, I say just, and especially given his history from last year, I say it's a hundred percent self interest, a hundred percent trying to rescue his reputation so he can make more money in the future off of his reputation, rather than any kind of uh, guilt or any kind of desire to actually make it right for these people. And in fact, I think if I they, disagree. I, I think, think he's if, already done. I don't think any high stakes pro now, whatever. Do any sort of transaction? Well, no, then not, we're not talking about transactions. We're talking about uh, the Global Poker League and the Global Poker Index. People would Has be the walking. World Series issued a statement? No, I was going to comment. In fact, I was going to contact Seth Polanski and and ask him. You know, do you guys still want to be associated with them? To be honest, like I'm surprised the World Series hasn't disassociated at this point. If they if this happened during the World Series, this actually happened during the World Series. This didn't happen in December where. 
the World Series should still sever ties from someone like that uh, who's managing their uh, their their point system if he's doing things like that. But but this happened during the World Series. I don't know if it happened at the Rio, but it happened against players who were there in Vegas to play the World Series. So they came they come to Vegas to play the World Series, meet up with a guy who's managing their uh, their points index, and then he scams them. So I would think the World Series should drop them at that point. He, he's actually uh, scamming Jeff, their players. Let me interject real fast. Uh, you were a computer scientist? Yes. We have to do something a little bit covert now. Uh, you always talk about how you're on the fraud show and you're multitasking. I'm doing things too now. I'm on the podcast. I'm walking my uh, not-so-old dog you're out. Walking, you're walking texting. a dog right now? I'm te- Yeah, I am. I'm texting oh with God. the listeners. Uh, so Daredevil is in a hotel which you would like not to be disclosed. He can't call the 775 number, uh, but he can receive calls. He doesn't want the name of the hotel uh, on the air nor the room number. So I have the hotel number. I have the room number, but he wants to know, is there a way we can mute? You can somehow connect him, mute yourself, so radio doesn't hear all the there, there actually is. If, if you add him. Let's see. If you can send me – let's see. He sent it to me. Um, yeah, if you send me – just send – he only asked me a question in, in text. If you can send me the, all the information, what I can do is I can call it on my cell phone and – He said he tried calling you, but no reply okay, or well, texting you. Okay, have him have him text me the exact phone number and room number. I will. Or I can just send you a screenshot. Okay, wh- wh- whatever. I just I'm trying to make it simple here. I want then I will call up the hotel off the air on my cell phone and three my three way my cell phone onto the uh, onto the show. That's the only way we can do it. There's, okay, there's, no, there's no way for me to speak to the hotel and ask for the room number over the air without it going through the air. If the if okay, the, I just sent you a screenshot of his phone. There's. Of his room number in the hotel, so he would like to be a part of two hundred, like everyone else. Yeah, I just I, I I always get frustrated when I see someone who I don't think is a good and honest person is trying to well, manipulate. Daredevil's a good guy. I'm he not, left the radio. It wasn't about us. <laughs> I, I'm t- he had you know, personal uh, growth issues, and he wanted to expand, and apparently tore the what is he in the Bay Area? He said. Go to a ball game, maybe he's done with hockey. Who knows? Daredevil's great. I'm talking about uh, Alex Dreyfus. Uh, I, I don't. I don't like when people try to manipulate the public into believing that they're a great guy with with insincere or BS, girl, gest- or girl. BS gestures that don't really mean anything, don't cost them very much, but are are meant to make it look like they're a good person. When in reality, the whole thing is just to manipulate us further. I don't want to well, be Jeff, manipulated. The whole thing is manipulation. Jeff, let's be honest here. I mean. The ecosystem around poker uh, has been in decline for a number of years. I mean, there have been a ton of magazines that are not around anymore, media outlets, you know, uh, advertising has been hard to get, all that kind of good stuff. With that being the environment, I think the World Series is going to completely give him a pass. I don't think they're going to stop doing business with him at all over this. They're going to just wait till it blows over and, and chalk it up to, you know, some kind of a, a personal uh, beef that they had and just not worry about oh, it. Daredevil is saying he has an early matinee to see guys and dolls and has to be up early. He wants to know if we can call him now. No, I'm actually calling him right now. Okay. Have you ever seen guys and dolls? Yes. I never but, have. Is it good? You know, it's, kind it's, of going along with what I was saying about <laughs> the global poker league be, or the poker world kind of being in decline. I think that everyone in the in the poker world thought that this global po- poker league was stupid, but he was the only guy that was actually doing everything. So people were kind of holding their tongue, holding their breath, and hoping that this was something that would actually do something. And I think that he's going to get 
quite a lot of, I mean, I don't think people are going to be loaning him money, but I think he's going to get a complete pass on this because he's one of the few guys who's actually trying to do something and everyone in the industry is just crossing their fingers and hoping that it works out. Yeah, but also if he's looking for investment from VCs or whatever yeah. it is, right. and now he's mixing his personal life, putting it in writing, yeah. piercing the corporate veil, he's going to be personally responsible now yep. for anything that goes sour in the future. I mean, that's a big deal. This isn't... I agree. And that, and that was a point that I was making before, and I totally, totally agree with you that... You know, this is really going to hurt his credibility from the point of view of being able to get more money in the future because he's he's going and asking random poker players for cash to fund his business. I mean, uh, Trader Ruski, you know, in the business world, like you just don't do shit like that. <laughs> you know I mean? No, exactly, and that's why if it was player to player, it probably would blow over, not be a big deal. He paid right. for it. But now, now Trader Ruski, okay, okay. what I, do I, you? I put a lot. Hang on, I, I put a lot of effort into this, but I think we got it. Uh, Daredevil, are you there? Gentlemen, oh wow, he sounds like a million bucks, like that uh, Clint Eastwood, million dollar baby. See, I, I, I made it, I made it happen. I just the, hope the chair is in the right place. In the, the, room, the radio didn't hear anything. Yeah, like I, I just, I just uh, definitely put the whole thing together. Now this Dreyfus guy, there's one thing we're all overlooking here. He's lucky none of this happened in North Korea. <laughs> okay, well I'm just saying, if he would have pulled these shenanigans at Kim Jong Il, definitely execute him. Now, now here, here's a funny uh, aside to this whole thing. Mason Malmuth chimed in and said, Dreyfus has also inquired about buying 2 plus 2 Interactive LLC. <laughs> and then, then he clarified the website but not the publishing company. And we've told him it's not for sale. Best wishes, Mason. So I guess Dreyfus contacted Mason at some point and said, hey, we want to buy 2 plus 2.com. And, and uh, Mason said no. There's no way Mason would ever sell that for any sum of money because that's like his whole identity. I mean, he he walks around every day wearing the same two plus two shirt he never washes. So wow, and if he's going after two plus two, I think the next logical step after they turned him down. That's right. Maybe I'll get an offer from Dreyfus. Maybe he'll say, uh, you know, I'll I'll get you four point nine million in VC money if you stop talking badly about me. Now, uh, Tuesday, Daredevil, are you familiar with the subject matter at hand? No, I admit that I'm I'm not. Uh oh! For once, Daredevil doesn't know anything. This is this is this is not the same Daredevil. But he can tell you where to park at the best Thai place in downtown Vegas. I'll tell you that. That was that was the good thing having keeping uh, Daredevil around. He always had knowledge of these things. Like just uh, now, we just have the I don't know. I can't believe it. Now, Daredevil, can you set aside rumors uh, on this 200th show that we're doing once and for all that neither Druff or myself ran you off? Blackmailed you, extorted you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh-oh, pause. I mean, if that's what you want me to say on the uh-huh. air, right? <laughs> no, no. We talked about this on the, uh, the the Moscow special, but uh, for anyone who didn't hear that, no, I left uh, for my own reasons. It had nothing to do with the site, the show, or anyone on it, or the forum, or anything. Yeah, you do have fans, Daredevil. When you appeared on that one uh, Moscow show... Just recently, I had someone text me who, who was like a few months behind on the radio listening, and he said, I'm just getting to that uh, show about the, the woman with Nolan Dalla and the, and the motorboating, and it's so nice that Daredevil's come back. And I said, oh, well, you're not, you're not going to be very happy when you get to the next show because he's gone again. Don't get used to it, yeah. 
No, I've just been, you know, retiring on my podcast fortune from. Uh, yeah, we were saying we were saying earlier in the show, uh, you know, whether Brandon should be eligible to win the free roll money because of uh, he's an employee of the site, and I said, wait a minute, he's not an employee. He, I don't pay him anything. So just just like you, you're also not an employee. Okay, well, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, you know, he's uh, Daredevil's a struggling podcaster in high priced <laughs> Northern California area. We got thirty dollars left in the in the queue. No, to 20, donate. no we have twenty dollars left. You no, the other guy said to redonate. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so Daredevil, I'm gonna ask you we're gonna play the same game here real fast. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you six questions, okay, right in your wheelhouse. Vegas fun facts. Trivia. You have to get four out of the six, to, and, and you can't redonate the money. At some point, someone has to keep it. If not, it just doesn't make fucking sense. Oh no, I'll I'll take it. Trust me. Okay, and I okay. So <laughs> here you go. Okay, I, I just literally googled Vegas trivia. Clicked on a site. I don't I don't even know the questions I'm about to read. Okay, question number one, and this looks like a doozy. I ain't gonna lie. If you get this, I'll be impressed. Which casino opened up in January of 2003 on Craig Road, just west of Interstate 15, north of west of Nellis Air Force Base? So obviously it's a non-strip casino. It's pretty it opened hard. up on Craig Road, west of, and we know he can't be googling because he can't even use the phone to call a. a, a That's right. We have we have proof he has no internet yeah. connection. Yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm to take a shot. Okay, take your shot. Is it the cannery? Very good. Jesus Whoa, Christ. Oh, boy. Would you have gotten that draw? Be no, honest. No. Callawat? No way. Draderuski? I've never, I've never even heard of it. Okay. All right. So that's one. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed it. I did, Very good. So I didn't we gotta know you guys were on the Draderuski. Killawat, how's it going? I didn't know you guys were on there. Okay. Good, are you? Now, you're one to one know. As mentioned earlier... There was a story with me and Jeannie involving playing this game. The term or the word paigao is actually a Chinese word. What does it translate to in English? I, I didn't know this. I never would have gotten this. I no fucking clue. Monkey. No, that's bakara. Well, I used to deal paigao, actually. Um, I know it's played with tiles. Does it mean no? It, well, tile, there's two versions. Poker? There's Pygal tiles, and there's also Pygal, yeah. more popular version I, with cards. But the word Pygal apparently means... Pile it, poker? I don't know. No, it, it translates to make nine. Pygal poker is a make game nine. played with either dominoes or... Yeah, either it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's played with either dominoes or cards, although it's slow-moving, it could blah, blah, blah. Uh, the word Pygal literally in English means make nines and comes from the original Chinese game played with the dominoes. I guess okay. Huh. That's why because if I guess oh you know what because nine in in out tiles I believe is like the best hand so that oh, that does it? make sense okay one and one if you came to Las Vegas Nevada and you wanted to go to a nightclub called Rum Jungle what casino is it located in hmm. I think I think I know this one but I won't say it. I don't believe it exists anymore, but I think it was in the Mandalay Bay. That's what I was going to say. That is correct. Maybe it doesn't exist. I'm just looking at... Oh, you know, it says that these questions are accurate as of September 9th, 2016. Wow. No, China Maniac yeah. guessed Rio. He would not no, have I, I knew it was Mandalay Bay. Okay. That makes sense, though, Rio Rum Jungle. Yeah. 
Okay, very, very good. Okay, so you're it's two and one. Uh, let's see. Question number three. Uh, this is too hard. Oh, this is too easy. Okay, we got we selected a casino on the strip for our wedding. We got married in the Chapel of the Clouds, a hundred and three floors above the strip. In which hotel and casino did we wed? I'm going to read it again. No, this is easy. Come on. Okay, is that is that too easy? Yes. No, no, come on. It's the stratosphere. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll come up I'll, I'll come up with the harder one. In 2007, according to Forbes magazine Best 100 Companies to Work For, which Las Vegas casino company came in at number 18? <sighs> You're, you're up two to one. Well, Druff said the last one was too easy, so I've got to mix it up. 2007, this company was rated number 18 in Fortune Magazine's 100 Best Companies to Work For in the United States. To get this, I'll be fucking floored. I wouldn't well, have. I, I mean, mean, if I, it if be I sat there for a while and guessed it, I'd get it, but it... It, I, it, could, it couldn't be Caesars. We know that. It's, it's not going to be... I doubt it's going to be one of the big boys, so... It's going to be like a local's place. It's either going to be Boyd or Station. Uh, I don't know. Well, could it, are there any other big local chains? Not really. This is for $30, buddy. We can't help you. Uh, <laughs> I got one you already scrubbed off the books. I mean, this is hard. Yeah, I know. Jared was mad at me. Oh, that you I, got, I was... It's you're up two to one. You got credit for it. Oh, you got credit. Okay, that's good. Yeah, you're up two to one. Yeah, I felt guilty for scrubbing. No, because I got the I got the cannery, the rum jungle, and oh, the, that's right, that's right, three to one. Okay, yeah, so it's scrapped. You're up. You're up two to one. Okay. <laughs> well, Ralph, he said it's too easy. No, I didn't say we should scrap it. I just thought I just thought it was too easy. But this is a very hard one. So this, I think maybe we have to. Get I don't know. One. I'll guess station. Cause I mean, you're you're doing internet something. Because how the fuck did you get that? That's absolutely right. Druff, can you ring a bell or something? Uh, well, that was a blunt. Yeah. Let's let's see if I have the the bell to still toll here. Here we go. All right, you're up three to one. I'm going to have to get harder questions here. Uh, okay, I mean, I don't, you know what, Druff, don't even say anything, Daredevil. Don't answer. I'm going to read this, Druff. If you don't think this is appropriate, if it's too easy, then just you veto it. Okay, this is he's up three to one, so if he gets this, he wins. Which hotel built in ninth – again, Daredevil, don't comment, please – which hotel built in 1941 was the first hotel resort ever to be built on the Strip? What is the name? Is that too easy, Druff? No, that's fine. Okay. That's the question then. What hotel built in 1941 was the first ever hotel resort to be built on the Las Vegas Strip? 1941. Uh, I'm going to guess Flamingo? You know what's funny? You're incorrect. China Maniac just chimed in at the same time and said it. And the answer is El Rancho. And then it says there's a little side under it. Many people wrongly assume that it was Bugsy Siegel's Flamingo. One of the many. So cute how my boy China Maniac's playing this with us. Okay. Uh, So it's three to two. Um, This is it. This is the the final one. He's up at the bottom of the ninth here. No, no. If he loses, it goes to... no, this is it. He's got three out of five. He has to get. He has to get the last one. Oh, okay, okay. No, but he's up. Isn't he up three to two? Yeah, he had to get four out of six. But if he misses it, then it goes to one more, wouldn't it? What? No. Oh no, no. Four out of six. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yep, yep, yep. You're right. Okay. 
Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, I gotta find a good one here. Um, what what casino hotel holds the World Series annually? Not what casino hotel is, is known for the most number of fails in the in a given day? <laughs> okay, I mean it's something uh, to choose from. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna ask this one if it if it whatever if he doesn't get it he doesn't get it if he gets it he gets it. The Mirage's association with the Cirque show Love started because of the friendship of Cirque du Soleil founder Guy Liberté and which Beetle? Hmm. Well, there's only... <laughs> yeah, at least you have some, only a few to choose from. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'll say one thing, just so you know this. The original... This is the only clue I'll give you. The original... Uh, idea of love began in discussions in 1998. Oh, so we can eliminate one of them. Yes, that's <laughs> why I said that. So you can only eliminate one. Do you understand the question? I can re- I can read. You can eliminate it one. Well, the one that Sorry, wasn't that the one that was dead in, in before yeah. 98. Yeah. Basically, it, it, you have a one in minus. Wait, were three of them? Oh, weren't three of them alive in 98? All yeah, of them. Yeah. Were. No, 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 no. They weren't all alive. All of them were. What the hell are you talking about? Well, obviously, John Lennon was what wasn't. All the other ones were. Yes, that's what I meant. Uh, friends with uh, Scott. The fact that you told me the year, I'm going to go with George Harrison. Okay, he's right, Jeff. Okay, give him some bells. That was that was kind of hard. Good job. He wins. Well, he's the winner. Why would you tell me the year? Oh yeah, I felt bad. I you need the money. Kind of tipped that one, but. Is when you have a chance, you have to write Druff a polite message. Okay, you can't just be rude. You can't even just be. Well, not only that, he has to, he has to spend the, he has to use at least half the money to buy a GSM phone. Yeah, that would, that would be nice. Uh, and you I have a GSM phone, and, and we're out of money to give away, but that was good. And you know, what, I'll ask. Uh, let me see if I can find one more hard one because that is your. For someone that doesn't live I'll, in Vegas, you know a lot I'll, about... I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask you guys. I'll ask you a question, Brandon. Okay. You get this one. So it's incorrectly believed that the Strip in Vegas is actually in Vegas. It's not. Only one of the hotels is in Vegas. All the rest are in which two other places? Let's in- say, say that again. I, I, hold on. I want to hear this, but I, I don't think I heard it right. So most people think the Las Vegas Strip is in the city of Las Vegas. It's Clark County. Which is incorrect. Well, it's so one, there's actually one casino on the Strip that is in the city of Las Vegas. But all the rest are in two different places. What are those places? I know I know. one is uh, is Paradise. Correct. One is Paradise. Okay. Uh with Spring Valley? Okay, I don't know. I'm just saying Spring Valley? New. Okay, Paradise, Clark County. Oh, Enterprise? It's an unincorporated Enterprise? part of Enterprise? Clark County. But no, no. Okay. And it's basically from from just past the wind to, like, just past SLS. Because hmm. everything Mandalay Bay to win is in Paradise. The stratosphere is in the city of Las Vegas. But between those two, there's something else. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. So it's not Enterprise? I thought, I, I thought, I thought, Nevada. 
What is it? Oh, Winchester, you're right. I've heard that term. But it, I, is, it is Winchester. Yeah, well, of course it is. He's not going to lie to us. Yeah. I was, I was confusing Enterprise with Winchester. Nobody knows these things either, except Daredevil. Wow. All right, Daredevil, <laughs> let me give you one more. Uh, there's no way you're going to get this. Uh, okay. Since... I have to, how can I word this without giving away? Okay. Since 1975, the Las Vegas Review-Journal has given out an award called Entertainer of the Year. This person has won Daredevil. it more... Huh? No, no. Okay. Never. This person has won it more than any other artist, person, or act. Ooh. Well, it's... This is the obvious guess, so it's probably wrong, but I'm going to go with uh, Wayne Newton. No, you think it would be. It's actually uh, – and I, I, okay, you know what? I was going to say, but I thought this would give it away. He's no longer alive. And then I thought it maybe would give you two, two choices. Yeah, that's what – you said Danny Gans? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's I who it was. Those, I thought maybe you'd say the, the guy with the tiger, the one guy with the tiger, because he died too. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Danny Gans. Very good, Daredevil. And – Again, message drop. We can send you the Bitcoin. Grandma Rose, she don't have a wallet, but if you want the Bitcoin or – don't ask Druff for no Canadian currency exchanges because he's not doing currency exchanges. Yeah, I've learned my lesson. Yeah, he's learned his lesson. but I, I had oh, to learn it uh, by proxy, but I learned it. Yeah. That's, hmm. that's what you guys were discussing, right? Some currency shenanigans? Yep. With the, so, you uh, know what? I'll even do this for you. Uh this is actually. Uh, if you can answer this, I know you're not cheating. This will be the last one. I'll add. I'll add ten bucks in there to Druff, and then we'll send you an even forty. This is a free roll. It's one question. Right. What was the name of the guy who mapped out the Las Vegas Valley? He's the one that came up with your Winchester and Enterprises and all that. What was the name of the guy who mapped out the Las Vegas Valley? I have no idea. Part John of his. Part of Smith. Wow, what did you what did you say? He said John Smith. John Smith, you just scared me. Seriously, I mean it's ten bucks, but it's just oh, how, really? sick, how sick it would be. His name is John Fremont. <laughs> I e, you know Fremont Street yeah, Fremont downtown. Street, yeah, yeah downtown. Oh when you downtown. said the John, like, like them. wow, wow, wow. Okay. Uh, well, here I have one question. I may have discussed this before, but uh, the guy who's uh, who Clark County is named after, uh, he had a daughter who died in 2012 uh how what decade was this guy born in not the daughter what decade was he born in the one who clark county is named after his daughter died in 2012 what decade was he born in i'm gonna say the 1870s 1880s 1880s uh say the 20s 1920s 18 it's definitely the 1800s no way it's got daughter yeah, what are you talking about? No, no, he you know, he had a daughter. We're not asking about his daughter. We're asking about oh, his what, daughter died. Uh, you know, his daughter yeah. died in 2012. I'm going to say she died really, really old, like ridiculous, like mm. low hundreds or like late 90s. I'm going to say 1880. 1870. Would you believe the answer is he was he was born in the 1830s? Oh, come on. Mm. Yep. When she died in 2012, he was the he was the oldest parent of any living person in the world. So you're saying the, the lady died in 2012 and she told people my dad was born in 1830? In 1839 he was born. That's crazy. Because he had her very late when he was like 68 years old. Wow. Trader Ruski, are you still with us? 
I'm here. And, 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 and then she and then she lived for, she lived very long. But that's crazy. I I couldn't believe that in 2012 there was a person alive whose parent was born in 1839. That's that's. <laughs> oh, by the way, I heard you guys is uh, Las Vegas uh, Roundup Who Owns What show. That was that was good stuff. Oh, good. yeah, we, we Daredevil's that. listening. I'm impressed. I will say the one the one you mentioned who owned the trop. Yes, and I don't know if it's gone through yet, but it's been sold. I don't know if it's fully been handed over to uh, Penn National Gaming, who own the M Resort. So uh, Mr. Kessler will have a new place to. I'm, I'm just surprised that, that no, Tropicana right now it, it has been handed over officially. I'm, I'm surprised Tropicana okay. Entertainment doesn't just finally buy it because <laughs> it, it seems like they yeah, should. No, own it was it. sold, but not to them. Yeah, <laughs> sold to Penn National. Nope, it's it's already. Uh, how much do you think it was sold for? Well, you know what? Let's oh, ask Trader Ruski this because that's his little stomping ground. Trader Ruski, what do you think your sweet little Tropicana went for in the open market? I have a guess, but uh, how much? If either one of you get it right, you get ten dollars from me. You have to get it on the right on the nose. What I'm looking at. I. Uh, All right, uh, oh, Daredevil, you go first. Daredevil, go first. Three forty-seven. Okay. Now go ahead, Trader Risky. One dollar. Okay. I'm going under. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it could have worked. But give us, give us another guess, just in case. Okay, I'll say uh, one million dollars. Two hundred fifty. Of course, uh, Daredevil wins. It was three hundred sixty. He was off by thirteen million. But you know what? As a consolation question, we haven't asked anything Daredevil or uh, Trader Ruski real fast, without cheating, without Googling before the herbal tea kicks your ass. How many states does the Nevada does Nevada border and name all of them? Let's go, Trader Ruski. No Googling. I know that one. That's How easy. many states does the state of Nevada border and name them, please? Are you there, Trader Ruski? Sorry, I was on mute. Okay, I think it's... Uh, mute, very convenient. It's it four, California, Arizona... Integrity. Colorado... No, that's wrong. No. I'm going to answer this, but I, I haven't looked this up, I promise. I'm going to say it's it's California, Arizona, Utah, and uh, Oregon. Okay, that's going to be wrong. Go ahead, uh... Daredevil. Oh, Jesus. I have no idea. I'm not okay. Canadian. Okay. pick this up and tell us right now the answers. You're a smart what's the, guy. What's the question again? Come on. What are the, what are the states that, that border Nevada? Not even paying attention. He, listen, I sat at a bar <laughs> having a fine scotch with that Hanson boy, and he told me how smart you are. He said, I'll tell you one thing about Calawat. He might not be the best PLO8 player in the police game, but he is one <laughs> fucking smart motherfucker. And I said, I can tell. I can tell. Okay, how many states border the state of Nevada and name them? Either order. Uh, can I can I just name them? Name them, so, sure. All right, so California. Yes. Uh, Arizona. Yes. Oregon. Yes, that's the one Druff missed. No, I said Oregon. Uh, what are you talking about? I said Oregon. Then you, there's another one you missed because you only said and, four. All right, Utah. Okay, got it. And what? Oh my God! There's one other state. It's it's five. What's, what's, that, what's that? What's that little state in the it's, in the it's, upper it's, right it's, corner? It's, it's, it's Idaho. 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 Yeah. Idaho. That's correct. So, Jeff, I thought you said Idaho, not Oregon. No, that's a hard no. one. Okay, my mistake. Yes, California, Oregon, Idaho, Utah, and uh, Arizona. And it's actually funny. 
uh, NFL Hall of Famer, uh, murderer, and Palace Station casino robber O.J. Simpson is in a Nevada state prison so far up north uh, that it's literally, I think, about 10 miles from the Idaho border. Hmm. And a lot of people uh, think that he was sent there purposely by the judge because the one request after sentencing that his family had was to send him to a nearby prison in either Las Vegas or Reno so his family, friends, and attorneys could easily access him. But now, besides having to take like two airplanes, you know, two flights to get there, and then they also have to drive, I think I read like another two hours. So it's it's very very hard to to get to where he. Okay, is. I have I have one more trivia question, then we'll move on. My my final one here is, what is the name of the gambling town in Nevada that primarily serves Salt Lake City residents? I know this one. Oh, I, that's easy. It's Mesquite. No, nope. no, nope. it's not Mesquite. Oh, you said no, Utah residents, Salt Lake residents. Oh, Salt Lake City. Yep, Salt Lake. Oh, I thought. Uh, Let's see. I mean, there's like Pioch. Nope. There's no that. No, that's all. Wendover. It is Wendover. That's correct. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. That's fucking good. I'm sorry. I thought you said Utah, meaning just the closest. Now would be that would be Mesquite. But wow, I've heard the name. Where where how how far and uh, approximately is that from? Uh, it's right on the border of Utah, by where Salt Lake is in northern northeastern Nevada. You know, there's so many little cities in Las Vegas with casinos and. Small towns that you've never even heard of. I mean, I think it's one of the few like cities, population wise, that other than like Carson City, like Reno and Lake Tahoe, which are kind of all similar in the same area, they're not far. Like Reno's like forty five minutes an hour. Uh, you know that it's. You know, mo- most states have at least what like four or five big cities, and really here in Vegas, we you don't. You got Nevada, you know. Well, Las but that's, that's that's true of a lot of the the southwestern states, though. You, you have uh, well, name a state that that is that's similar. And I'm not talking like Wyoming or well, so say, well, well, you have Wyoming, you have Idaho, that you have. Uh, well, okay, name a name like Montana. a state in the south. Oh no, those no, those all have enough population where that's not like that. But uh, but I'm saying in the west, there's a lot of sparse populated states. Even California has some sparse populated areas. It's just uh, some very. Oh, dense I got a trivia question for you guys. You just inspired me, Druff, with that. Okay. See who can get this right. What is the? Hold on one second. I gotta switch. Don't don't say it yet. Give me okay. one second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, you're listening to the Poker Fraudler Trivia Show, the Geography <laughs> Trivia Show. You know, it's amazing because there there is so much scandal okay. and bullshit that has gone on. I'm yeah, we're, and we're talking we're, we're talking trivia. about Nevada trivia. Just, right. Say it one so, more time. I'm ready now. All right, this is not Nevada trivia, but you reminded me of this when you said sparsely populated. So, what is the least visited state? In the United States. Oh, gosh. I'm going to guess uh, North Dakota. Boom. Nailed oh, it. Oh, my God. You don't even give us room to, to do deductive reasoning. Good job, Druff. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I just guessed it because I just. Well, listen, Mama Rose thinks the biggest state by landmass in the United States is Pennsylvania. Look, look, Grandma Rose is 95. The fact that she can even call and talk. Look, the fact that she's still above ground is great. No, you're right. It is. But I think, Druff, when you're 95, you ain't guessing Pennsylvania, though. Look, when I'm 95 and I'm still breathing and I can even talk to somebody on, on a radio show, I'd be happy. Listen, many of our listeners are worried at the rate you get sick, you ain't going to make it to 50. 
I know. Well, that's uh, but yeah, these are minor uh, illnesses, so that's they don't have to worry. Okay, so yeah, so okay, let, let's uh, let's move on to another topic here. Well, I know everybody. But we have it. to do. Uh, I have another okay. caller we have to make, but we can do it after the segment. That's fine. Okay. I know everybody okay. enjoyed. Uh, I just uh, just wanted to call in and congratulate you on the show. Two hundred. Who's this? Episodes. Oh, I forgot. I forgot he was here. <laughs> who is that? That's some guy who used to co-host with us. Who? Yeah, I got I got run <laughs> off the show. That's the guy Wait, we for, it's the guy we that's it's the guy we forced off and and then threatened that he can't tell anyone the truth. That's Daredevil. Yeah, that's right. No, Daredevil, you stay on as long as you want, buddy. You've earned that. No, right. I gotta go. Guys. No, he has I to gotta, go. I gotta so wait, you just tomorrow. come and you take the thirty dollars and you leave? That feels like what the John Malkovich say, like a quickie, in that one poker movie. That not seem right. Yeah, exactly. You just come, you answer a trivia, you get everything right. You well, this is your fault, Brandon. You're, you're the one. Right. Hold on, Brandon. Right. You're the yeah. one who offered it to him. You, you, you gave him the money. Now he has. But to, I thought he'd stick around. Well, now he has the desire to. You should have said we're going to do trivia in an hour, and you can be the contestant. That no, would have kept him on here. It's all right. Daredevil is coming down to L.A. at all, or no? He won't make it near there on his bankroll. The thirty dollars he said he needed just to get the <laughs> breakfast buffet at the Marriott. Yeah, the the Amtrak's not not taking no, no, uh, not this trip. I'm actually going back home tomorrow, but I am planning on being LA in the next six months. Not okay, sure. well, maybe me and uh, Daredevil can finally meet. I, I still... What about what about Vegas, Daredevil? Oh, I'll be there. Uh, yeah, in December. Listen, the one thing I'll say about um, please, where where are you going to be staying at? Uh, the Mirage. Okay, I'll I'll be seeing you. Will you get in touch with me? Yeah. The one thing I'll say about Daredevil, if we had a PFA basketball team, he would play center. He's a tall kid. Like you hear his voice, you maybe think he's skinny, or he is tall and he's not fat, but not skinny. He's kind of I don't know what's the term like husky. Like he'd be a. a I think I'm, be, I think I'm exactly Druff's size. I thought you were no, like wait. six six four six five. No, I'm just over six two. Okay, oh. see, see, you're giving. It what do you credit. what do you weigh? You're a big boy. Ooh, right now, about uh, actually, I've lost probably a lot of. Weight I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna but, say yep. when I'm. I'm gonna say when I saw you, you were like two forty, two forty five. Yeah, that's about right. When I saw yeah. you, yeah, that's a good. That's center. I mean, in a white PFA league, that would be the center. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a big country over here. Yeah. No, uh, Vancouver Grizzly alum. I know but, who he is. Uh, he went to the University of Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right? Well, we took him instead of Steve Nash. So good. It was. I was. It was one of. There. He's actually to this day still regarded as one of the biggest draft busts in, in NBA. And I don't think his career was that bad. He was never, you know, dominant. But mm. he, I don't think he was. Anyhow, it's kind of sad what happened to that uh, Grizzlies team. They couldn't even support an NBA team. Yeah. Well, I was rooting for them. <laughs> but listen, about I, I hear what sounds like crickets right now. Someone out in the in the in the wilderness. I'm outside. I'm outside with my dog again. There's crickets my, in Vegas. I'm not gonna lie. My girlfriend went out to get me sushi, and then my dog gets kind of you know alone and, and freaks out when I'm by myself. So I come outside with him. Oh, so and is the girl I met Brandon or is it no? A it's one? that's that's a different one. <laughs> no. <laughs> now that I'm not with that girl, what, what did what did you think of that girl? Um, you can be honest. No, no, no. You could say she was a mutt. <laughs> it, it's that's why I'm not with her. So oh no, she wasn't a mutt. She seems a little, uh, little, little snobby. Yeah, she was kind of. She she is snobby. I'm is glad it, you said that. Is, is that the one? Is that the one who didn't like you doing the radio? Yes, that was the one who didn't oh, like okay. you doing the radio. Yeah, very good. I, no, I agree. I concur with you. 
She yeah, wasn't we, very hospitable to my fellow guests that came to do radio with me. But Daredevil, I'll, I'll buy you a, a pastrami. I mean, of course, with my M Life points, not my hard-earned dollars. But let me know when you come to Vegas, and you know we'll meet up again and have a meal and hang out. Of course. And I'll be know, at the Mirage, so I'm ready to you know mm-hmm. get that sandwich. I've eaten with Druff there back in the day. Yep. Druff, what what is the name of the place? Which particular place? Uh, the uh, the Carnegie. The deli. Yeah, yeah very good. Yeah. Over yeah, most Carnegie. overpriced deli in in Las Vegas. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. saying a lot. Yeah, it is. I'll tell you if I if I had you know the money and, and just the where well I probably can get the money, but the wherewithal I would build a New York a real traditional New York deli in the city because there isn't one. There isn't really. You know, we've talked about this before, but well, maybe, the closest maybe thing should, we got is Bagel Cafe, and I don't think that's that's. Maybe you should talk to Alex Dreyfus about raising you some VC money. <laughs> maybe I should. They're opening. Uh, I think it's a Cantor's in the Link soon, right? They've had a couple Cantor's in here, and they've gone. They've busted. There used to be a Cantor in, I think Caesars years ago, and another one at MGM. But yeah, I heard something. They're also building what an in out burger on the strip. I think that's yeah, is that near? at the link. Yeah, that'll be in the yeah. link too. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, you know we had a, a, a some debate over whether we thought that the in and out burger would have inflated prices since it's on the strip, and the yeah. consensus for the most part was that it wouldn't because every store, you know, no matter where it's located, it's always the same. But even like Subway, a six inch sandwich on the strip is like nine dollars. What yeah, do you think? Terrible. What What do you think, Daredevil? I think it will because I think they negotiated that to come there, and they're probably getting some kind of like break on the rent or something like that. Well, you think it will be the same the same price? Yes. Okay. Because I think that's that's a huge draw for that promenade, which is kind of dying. From what I like, half those stores have gone out of business since they opened. Yeah. So I wonder if they went to them and said, "Hey." Charge your normal prices. We'll give you a cut on the rent or something. Because I don't. Well, I mean, even in volume, maybe they could charge the normal prices because that place is going to be jammed. Like, yeah, that's, that's what we're thinking. That just they're, they're going to just make it up by volume. Yeah, that could be too. But I could also see you know Caesars going to them and being like, "Hey, we need kind of an anchor." Like, th- there's no reason to go there right now unless you want to go to the wheel, which I don't think a lot of people do. But. Yep. It's kind of a weird area because you don't – what's weird about it is you don't go anywhere through it. You know what I mean? Like almost everywhere else in Vegas is designed for you to go through it to go somewhere else. And when you go through that link thing, it's like you go to the end, the big wheels at the end, and then you would just have to walk back the exact same way you came. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Really have to like need a destination to go there because it, like it's not a thoroughfare. I, I, I noticed that too. Yeah, the you, form you, shops and everything like you walk through, you can get to the Mirage from there. So they get people walking through there. Like that's kind of you know, especially with the heat in Vegas, like that's kind of a shortcut air conditioned thing. Like that. So to go to like a dead end, basically, you really need something there. I think you also don't really see it well from the street on the Strip. It's kind of hidden in a way. Unless you know it's there, yeah, you well, can kind of forget it's there. Yeah. So I mean, you see, you see, you see, see the wheel, but that's it. And I don't think the wheel's <laughs> drawing what they thought it would. Yeah, well, they have, they have like these amusement park-style uh, switchbacks there that people are supposed to line up and then never open because you just walk right through. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. And I've uh, the, uh, the gift store looks like a ghost town. Like, there's probably dust gathering on the postcard. Yeah, there, there has to be. 
Okay, well, Daredevil, thank you for coming on here and uh, enjoy. The, send okay. PM you how you want the thirty dollars, and I'll, they'll ship it to you. All right. You, you finally got all paid right. after all this time. You finally get paid for being on the show. I know. I I, I'm probably working I out to about a two cents an hour from that thirty bucks. So, did did I everyone get this connected or just me? No, just you. Good talking to you, okay. Daredevil. Good hear from you. All right, Godspeed, uh, uh, Drexel Trader Calwatt. Have a good show, guys. All right, thank you, Daredevil. Thank you. Okay, okay, have fun up there. So we when I, I hung up on him, I just looked and I see my own cell phone number. I'm like, what? The, I'm hanging up on myself, and then I realized, oh yeah, I, I, that was my shenanigans way of connecting him here. But see, I, I made it happen though, it, way better than before when he sounded like Charlie Brown's mom. So okay, next topic, and then we'll uh, make whatever other call. Uh, Ben Tallarine, known as Ben86, and Doug Polk are in an internet slap fight, which strangely enough started when they were both commenting on the Alex Dreyfus situation. They just were both posting in that thread, and then they started fighting. And then this this kind of accomplished for Alex Dreyfus what 9-11 accomplished for Gary Condit. Where, That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah it, it was perfect. <laughs> it was just... Uh, it was perfect. Like it shouldn't have been a bigger story, but for some reason on two plus two, they were more interested in seeing their uh, their high limit uh, heroes fighting with each other than than talking about Alex Dreyfus being a scammer. So, so the the Alex Dreyfus thing just died, and then the Ben Hollerine and Doug Polk fight took off in two directions. So first, it took off in the direction of just them fighting back and forth about what happened, and then second, it took off in a direction about. This PLO Dream Machine, uh, a piece of software that uh, was allegedly used to play high limit poker and beat high limit poker by by Ben eighty six. So, I have a a video that Doug Polk made talking about the situation. He rambled for a staggering thirty two minutes about this, and I, I know I shouldn't criticize because it takes me about thirty two minutes to give the intro to my radio show, but. Uh, <laughs> But still, I have to say that even giving the intro to this show was more interesting and listenable, in my opinion, than than listening to this guy ramble for 32 minutes, jumping all over the place. It was a tough thing to listen to, and I'm not going to force you guys to listen to 32 minutes of this, but I do want to play the key parts about what happened. I'll let him explain via the video, and then I'll stop it, and and we'll talk about what happened, and you'll get an idea of what actually occurred. So first, I'm going to start with uh, him explaining. This is this is Doug Polk, WCG writer, explaining what happened. <coughs> Sorry about that. Between him and Ben Tallarine, they became friends in 2013, and they agreed to swap coaching because uh, Doug was the better no limit player, and Ben was the better PLO player. So they figured, hey, you know, we're, we're two players on the top of our respective games, why don't we coach each other, and then we'll both dominate, and they also agreed to ch- trade some pieces, and this is where the whole thing started to fall apart, so I'll, I'll start uh, playing this video, and I'll stop it when we get to the relevant parts here, let me jump to the right spot here. These games as well, at the time I had actually been playing a lot of 6-max, this is kind of towards, I guess, the end of when I was really trying to pursue 6-max as something I was doing you know, at a professional level, and this was the big game, right? And it's interesting because that game is so big. You know, the, I think the max buy-in was 200K. Uh, min buy-in was, I believe, 120K. I think you had to buy-in for 150 big blinds. 
And, you know, comparatively, if you looked at what ran right below that, the biggest was 2550. So definitely a a pretty serious business game. Anyway, I played for at least a weekend and I think I lost about a million dollars. And so I was looking for people that could invest in me to take a piece so that I could free up some more capital, right? And Ben86 was one of those people. Ultimately, he agreed to take some percentage in exchange for sending me some amount of money. I can't remember the specifics. We're talking about three and a half years ago at this point. You know, this is a very long time ago. But he sent me the money. He had a piece. I actually think I ended up winning like some chunk of it back, uh, sent him some money back, and he made money. And actually, on that trip, this is the first time in, in I'd actually met Ben. We met up, and we went to uh, Joe Forte's in Vancouver, we talked about poker, talked about working out some kind of partnership, talked about having a deal. And uh, you just talked about poker, and and really it was it was kind of refreshing because, you know, it was good to have that kind of somebody to like bounce ideas off of, and then and then have something that you're kind of working towards maybe down the road, right? Some kind of future partnership. But anyway, I just want to keep this as, as business related as I can. We I, I left Vancouver after that, and I came back to Vancouver several months later in the fall, looking to play online, trying to play more heads up. I was about to play the sauce challenge. I didn't mean to play all that stuff that actually isn't very relevant. You can already hear what I mean by this, the rambling. Like, like what is all, why does any of this matter, what he just said? But here comes the part which really makes uh, more sense and which is more relevant to the story. Challenge against Ben Solsky. And over that course of time, when I got back, I met up with Ben several times. And we ultimately agreed that, you know, I was coming up on the Heads Up world as being one of the best players maybe one of the maybe the best and he was one of the best PLO players and so we had a very natural alliance there in that I could be I could help him with PLO and he could help me with no limit sorry let's let's take that over again I could help him with no limit and he could help me with PLO so I was extremely excited about this because I knew that in the no limit landscape things were kind of coming to a close for me and if I look back at my heads up no limit career, somewhere around that challenge with Ben, uh, sorry, with Sauce, we got to make sure we don't confuse our Bens here, but somewhere around that challenge with Sauce, that there wasn't many people left to play. You know, I'd played uh, Ikesum, I'd played um, really everyone else that there was left to play, and I knew that that was kind of coming to an end. So I was naturally looking for my next my next step, right? And my next step seemed, at least on the surface, to be PLO because. It was the most similar with the way it functioned. There was a lot of heads-up PLO action. I could use um, I could use parts of my no limit training over in PLO and vice versa. So this seemed awesome. Same building. Let's make a deal, right? And we hung out a couple times out of the gate, and then we made a deal that I would exchange twenty five percent. Sorry, let me tell the deals. I would exchange my no limit coaching for his PLO coaching. And we would trade deals, and we would both have pieces of each other in, I think, I want to say we actually had pieces in both games, but I, I could be wrong. But, but the bottom line is we were going to have pieces in both games. And I was pumped, right? I was extremely excited for this. This was a great opportunity. So we did some no-limit sessions. We talked about some no-limit strategy. We talked about it online. He would come down to my condo, came down a couple of times, and I would coach him in real life. He'd bring his notebook. He would always write everything on pencil, which I don't understand, but he would always do. And we started training. I talked. So, 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 what he was doing here is you know, he gave the coaching first. Uh, ben eighty six came to Doug, and Doug gave him no limit coaching first. 
and, and Ben would scribble down in pencil whatever he wanted to know. And, of course, the expectation here and their agreement was that, uh, two things. Number one, that Ben would then coach him back in PLO, so Doug would become a better PLO player. And also they were trading some percentage, maybe 25%, I forgot what he said, in the action in the respective games that they would go play. So it was like a, a coach and trade of, of action. And I, I think it was like Ben would get whatever action that uh, Doug would play in PLO once he learned how to play PLO better. And the same thing, uh, Doug would get Ben's action in no limit. So it's basically like uh, I teach you how to play better and then I get a percentage of your action. And they, they were going to do this both ways. So he's saying that he started out coaching first and that Ben learned a lot from him. I'm about preflop. I taught him about how you should be playing no limit hold'em. I taught him about a lot of his errors. I analyzed a bunch of his hands. And I really gave him a lot of in-depth personal coaching on how to become better at no limit. And I don't know if you guys are aware of how coaching works, but the real, the real issue with coaching, I think, is that the first few hours are just by far the most valuable because you're going to hit topics that are so important and so broad that it really teaches people the way that you should think, the way that you should approach poker. And we did those sessions, and I was like, oh, not sweating him at all. Not in any way did I think that Ben would, you know, would not return the favor, right? And then after several of these sessions, at least two in person, and I, once again, there was like maybe a call, a couple calls on Skype, and then also some, some messages on Skype as far as coaching goes. Um, after, after these sessions, you know, a week and a half later, week, week and a half later, he says to me, Oh, it turns out I can't do it. So it turns out that he can't return the favor and do the coaching. So that's the main crux of this fight. That That's what this whole thing's about. That uh, Ben, after receiving the good coaching from Doug, who was one of the top uh, No Limit players at the time, that uh, he says, okay, thank you very much for the coaching. Uh, now F you, I'm not coaching you. That, that's it. Goodbye. And so, so Doug was pissed off. Doug was like, wait a minute. That was our agreement. That was what we were supposed to do. I coach you, you coach me. Why aren't you coaching me? So, so, so Doug was understandably very angry about this. And that's when the bad blood all started. Now, for unknown reasons, you think at that point that Doug would say, okay, well, you know, fuck off, get away from me. I, you know, I, I want nothing more to do with you. You just stiffed me on my agreement. And maybe even call him out. But that's not what he did. Remember, this happened a few years ago. For unknown reasons, Doug forgave Ben for this. And uh, they both loaned Isildur uh, $150,000 together in this weird kind of arrangement where they were loaning money to Isildur because they wanted to play him and win back the money that uh, they had loaned him. Which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because... If you're loaning someone money to play you and you beat them, then how do you ever expect to be paid back? But that's that's the way it was. So here, here's him discussing that loan to Isildur and that agreement they had. And I, I guess, uh, Brandon, didn't they hug it out at one point before this? Didn't they literally hug each other? Did we lose Brandon? No, I'm sorry. I just, I'm having a little snack and I muted myself. But yes, they ended up, uh, according to the thread, getting drunk. And hugging it out in a hotel room like at six in the morning after a night of drinking. <laughs> well, yeah, that was, I see, I, I see well, this that, that's jumping ahead, though. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's a, um, 
Oh, that's right. That is jumping ahead to the hugging it out. I'm sorry. So here, here's yeah, what. He, yeah, because they had a big blow up. Yeah, this this this, this is before this is before the hugging out. That's right. I, I am getting ahead. So here, this is them uh, before the hugging. We still had several deals kind of overhanging. We had um, we had a couple deals as far as you know. We gave Isildur a loan for 150k. He had a piece of that in exchange. He would have a piece of my action. And this is actually where I made a, a fairly large mistake. Uh, for most of the year, I gave him a piece of the action for three or four months. I'm, I'm not sure how much he won. It was definitely a decent chunk. I won a lot in those games. And then in 2014, I had not played in a few months. And when I played a session against Ildor, I told Benny he didn't have any action. But, of course, he had a right to that action because part of the loan with Isildur was that you had a right for the piece of the action. And so I made a mistake, and I wrote him out of a session. And this is one of the two mistakes that I made as far as our business deals are concerned. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me, and I still don't understand it. And this is where Doug looks bad. Because I, you know, Ben obviously looks terrible for the refusing to coach him after they had the agreement. And there's, there's no question about that. But th- this is so weird. And maybe you guys can explain this to me. I, I don't get this. H- how can you write someone out of the action? What does that even mean? If you, if you forget he had a piece of the action because of the Isildur thing, you're not writing him out of anything. You're just forgetting it. And then you know, he reminds you, hey, this is my, I actually had action here. Oh, okay, sorry. But this sounds like he made a conscious decision to cut him out of it until Ben came forward and objected, at which point he backed down. But, only, but you'll hear why he backed down. Listen to this. And Ben messaged me the next day, like, I'm supposed to have a piece of this. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you, you actually are correct. So uh, he actually owed me some money because I've lost money in the session. So, that's what <laughs> so, so he says, hey, you know, I'm supposed to have a piece of you in Isler. And, and he's like, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. And guess what? I lost, so now you owe me money. <laughs> That's, that's actually pretty funny that, that Ben was he, Ben didn't watch the match, so he objected. Hey, wait a minute. I'm supposed to have a piece of that. He's like, oh, really? You wanted a piece of my losing session? Okay, well, you have it now. Now you now pay me. So I, I don't understand that. It's really weird. Of course, uh, Doug was very willing to grant him that piece now that the session was over and he lost already. I wish I could do that after the fact. Uh, who would like a piece of my 2016 World Series of Poker? Anyone? Uh, unfortunately, I already had one. <laughs> So, so that's I don't know. I don't. What does he mean by wrote him out? That's such a weird way of putting it because that makes it sound like he consciously did it rather than uh, th- then he just forgot that Ben had a piece of him. Well, that part would be understandable. You can lose track, but to, to quote write him out, it kind of sounded like to me. It sounds like, and I'm not sure about this. This is just my theory, but to me, it sounds like that he really liked his spot against Isildur there, and he's like, oh. Crap! But Ben has a piece. We gave him this loan. I bet he won't remember this is last year. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play him and hope Ben doesn't notice. And then he loses the next. Then he loses and the next day. Ben's like, "Oh man, you cheated me out of my piece." He's like, "Oh, okay. You want your piece now? Okay, here it is. Pay me money." So that was the first thing that I I wasn't. But well, so I think the way that it works, Druff, is when they take pieces, it's for um, very specific games. Um, so, you know, he may have had a piece with it, of him at certain stakes and he forgot that he had a piece of him at this stake and they even do it where, um, there'll be certain time frames, Um, and maybe he thought that that piece had already expired. You know, I mean, there, there could be legit reasons why he would think that, uh, that he did not have a piece. Yeah, of Yeah, no, there. I don't, I don't mind that so much that he made it the oversight. It's just the way he yeah. called it, right, writing him out almost sounds like, uh, maybe he just yeah. put it the wrong way, but it almost sounds like he intentionally... Dropped him out. Okay, so then going on here, uh, well, they may, they, he may just record it before he plays a session. 
He may actually like write down. Oh, maybe. What maybe that's what he means. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. One mistake that I made, and another mistake that I made was Isildur sat me in PLO, and we were not sure. I, I was at a time when Ben had action of me in PLO, and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to play him or not. But I wanted to play him on my action, so the question was, do I give Ben a piece or not? And I tried to get his attention on Sky, but he just wasn't there. Whatever, that's fine. And I made a game-time decision to give him a piece that he ultimately regretted that I gave him. And I apologize for both of those events. You know, I'm not perfect. I made a couple mistakes regarding you know, our deals here. But the bottom line still is that if you make a deal and you agree to exchange information... Well, now hang on a second here. This one's even weirder. And, and uh, on 2 plus 2... This, this is what he wrote about the second one. This, is, this one's even weirder, the second one. He says, Second, there was a session where I did not give Ben a piece when he was entitled to a piece. Uh, we had a prior deal that included he should have had the action... Or I'm sorry, that was, that was wrong. Uh, that was the one we just talked about. The first, this is the first one. Uh, the first I, mistake I made was give him a piece of a game where I had to make a decision that he did not want. We had just agreed to a deal and was outside of it, but I didn't want him to think I was writing him out of action. It turned out he did not want the piece, and I should not have made that decision for him. However, as many high-stakes players know, when someone sits you and you have to decide, it puts you in a tough situation. What the hell does this mean? It sounds like that they had an agreement and that this particular match with Isildur, this PLO match, was outside that agreement, meaning he didn't have a piece, meaning Ben did not have a piece whether he wanted it or not. He just didn't have a piece. They, and then somehow, even though it was outside of their agreement, he just decided... For Ben, you know what? You have a piece of this now. It's outside of agreement, but I've made a decision. You have a piece for this. And then he lost, and again, Ben owed him money. So I can understand well, Ben being pissed here. Well, I, I think that it was that he Ben had a piece of him for his PLO action. Um, but because of the stakes or because it was a Sildur and because they had loaned him money, he wasn't sure if when he played a Sildur in PLO that Ben still had a piece of his action. Uh, so he wasn't sure. He tried to get a hold of him, and he just made the decision to give him a piece before he played. Yeah, this I don't know. The whole thing sounds shady to me, because you don't know. Like, I could see this. Like, he messages, he messages Ben saying, hey, you want a piece of this? Hey, you want a piece? Ben, where are you? Hello? Ben, you want a piece? Oh, crap, I've got to decide here. Well, I, I actually think this is kind of understandable, because, you know, Ben, he wrote him off out of a piece that Ben wanted, and now he he didn't want to make the well, same no, no, he, no, he, he again, claimed this happened you know? first, though. Even though he told it... Oh, it did first. Yeah, okay. yeah he claimed this one happened, for, at least the way he wrote it up. Okay. He said, my first mistake was this, even though he said it second on the video. So, okay. so it really sounds like he just kind of forced a piece on him that was outside of their agreement. I would think in this case, you, you have to... The error should be on the side of caution, because to force someone into a piece they don't want is worse than not giving them a piece they do want, especially if it's outside of the scope of the agreement, so there'd be no way Ben could come to him and say, hey, you know, we agreed to this. He could say, look, this is out of our agreement. I couldn't just force you to have a piece. So he forced him to have a piece, and then he lost. So, Druff, let's say you were staking me when I go down and beat up those farmers at at, uh, the PLO8, right? Yeah. And you're staking me because, you you know, you see I'm winning money down there and all that kind of stuff. And then I go down there, and some massive whale is in a town, and they, they bump the stakes up. And that wasn't in our agreement that you would stake me for that. However, you are staking me for that game because you know that I'm plus EV in it. I, I try to get a hold of you to see, you know, like what would I, what should I do? Like, 
if I can't get a hold of you, then, then I just then comment. I shouldn't have then I shouldn't have it. It may, it may piss me off afterwards, like oh, I wish you got a hold of me, but but I think right. it's worse than you just deciding because maybe I wouldn't have wanted it. And then for me to right. find out, hey, hey, by the way, you just lost a lot of money that uh, we didn't agree that you you should have been able to lose. But, uh, but, but I thought it was, I thought it was a plus though. EV like, spot could, for you. So I could I could go down there and I could crush it. Yeah, you could. And you'd, you'd be like, well, where's my piece? And I'd be like, well. We didn't agree to these stakes, and you could be really pissed off. Well, you know? I'd, I'd be frustrated, but I but way. I wouldn't be pissed at you because I'd say, look, you know, you didn't you didn't know whether I'd want to take this type of risk. Yeah. So 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 even though it's it's regrettable that you couldn't have asked me, and I would have said yes that because you couldn't get a hold of me, but okay. it, it's better that you didn't play with my money because you know had I not wanted and you lost, then I would have really been pissed because this is exactly why we had a a, a limit and stakes. Right. Of, of, so that's a I, – I, you can't just decide – he even admits it's a mistake, but I think it's worse than he's letting on here that he just decided and and, uh, and then it turned out he didn't want it. Like I, I think that's that's where you, where you have to draw the line and say I can't decide for this person. Even if I think they would want it, and, until they say yes, I do want it, you, you can't force it on them. And that's what it sounds like. So that's that, – that doesn't look very good to me. But that, those the, – the, you know, he admits they were mistakes, but uh, – that doesn't look the best. Now, so far in this video, by far the one who looks worse, provided this is all true, which I think it is because Ben is, you know, he's admitted to a lot of it on uh, 2 plus 2, is, is Ben, Ben is much more at fault here because Ben, uh, he, the biggest part was going back on the PLO agreement. But listen to the, this next part, which is surprisingly glossed over after mentioned quickly, being mentioned quickly, the reason why... Ben said no. The reason why Ben supposedly went back on agreeing to coach Doug. That's – in my book, that's a binding deal. Not, oh, turns out I have an NDA because of the software that I have that makes it so I can't tell you anything. You know, you can't bring that up later after you get the information from me. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> an NDA in the software? So, no, you didn't miss anything. When you're listening, you're probably saying, I didn't hear anything about software. Why didn't you play that part to me? Well, that, that it, there was no part. This just dropped out of nowhere. It's like, you can't do that. You can't just say I'm not going to coach you because of an NDA with software you're using. Well, he just glosses over that and goes on to the next thing. He doesn't discuss really that much about this. So I'll let, I'll let you listen to what he says. It ends very quickly. That's just bullshit. That's not acceptable. I don't care what your software does. That's not allowed, right? So I guess that to me – was the biggest the biggest problem that I had, and then I think when you when you look moving forward, a year or whatever, a year later, he then sat me at five hundred one k cap no limit. So before we get to the sitting him at cap no limit, he just talked about Ben using some kind of software while he plays high stakes PLO, which is a pretty big deal. Like what kind of software is it? Now it's not, it sounds like it's not just a HUD or some you know some kind of tool that. Uh, that that keeps uh, keeps track of, of certain players' tendencies that that a lot of people use. I, I don't like those either. I think those should be outlawed. But this sounds like you know he, he said that Ben had an NDA, a non disclosure agreement, regarding a piece of software that he uses. So it must be some kind of pretty impressive piece of software to where he's signing an NDA, not to ever show anyone. And that was Ben's excuse. Hey, I'd love to coach you, but I had to sign a piece of an NDA. Over this piece of software, so since this software is such a big part of my PLO winning, I can't show you. Now that's crazy because that's basically, if this is true, this is Ben basically saying the only reason I'm winning is because of the is because of the software I'm using, and without it, I don't have that much to teach you. So sorry, like because he could have just said, look, I'm going to teach you uh, my knowledge of PLO, but we're going to leave out the software tool because I can't discuss it. 
he just said, look, I can't, I can't help you at all because of uh, the NDA on the software tool, which makes it sound like the software tool was a very, very big part of Ben's PLO success. And the weird thing is Ben doesn't – Doug does not go on in this video. He's got a 32-minute video here. He's got 20 more minutes after this part, which I'm not going to play you all 20 minutes. But you would think at this point he would say, hey, this is wrong. What's he doing using these, uh, these tools that, are, uh, that, that do so much that I had to, you know, he had to sign an NDA for it? This is cheating. Why is Ben cheating at PLO? He doesn't say that. He just goes on. The only thing he's pissed pissed off about regarding the tool is that the tool was used as the excuse of why Ben couldn't coach him. But to me, it's a pretty big deal that that that, uh, piece of software is being used, and it makes me wonder in some of these nosebleed games these guys play, how many of them are using some kind of software tool that gives them a big advantage. And there's been some discussion about PLO is a, a more complicated game as far as the decision trees uh, to solve by, by a bot than, it, than No Limit. But uh, it is easier to solve heads up than like a six max game. And the reason it's harder is because of the, the fact that you have four cards in your hand in, in uh, PLO and, and two cards in your hand in No Limit. And, and then the four cards you only choose two to use. So there's a lot more. It's much more involved. So... By, by the way, someone's texting me, boring. <laughs> yeah, Druff, I can tell you a little bit about that, I yeah, think. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I'm pretty sure that Ben's partner is a guy named Alex Martin. Uh, have you heard of him before? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was going to get to him, but go, go ahead. You can, you can talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, basically, um, he has worked on some custom software for quite some time. Uh, and basically... Uh, the stuff you can find public demos of uh, some of the software, which is uh, a decision tree software. And my guess would be, you know, whatever they're using is some kind of more advanced version of that. And uh, I think probably what it is is that um, strategies that they have come up with that they've discovered kind of using this tool um, have div- have resulted in a lot of the strategy that they use for playing, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're talking about like a real-time uh, software that's running and making the decisions for them. I think that um, in partnership with Alex, he developed this custom stuff and they learned a ton about the game uh, using this research tool that they probably wouldn't have been able to learn otherwise. If that's true, if all they did is analyze hands with a research tool, that I don't have a problem with because that's just uh, using it as a learning tool rather than using it to play. Right. Uh, if well, we don't know. We yeah, don't we don't know, know sure. if, if that's really, yeah. There is a, a little video that, that's on Alex Martin's YouTube page called Betting Tree Demo. I'm not going to play it because it's very boring to listen to on the radio, and most of you won't understand it anyway. But it's, it's him giving a 14-minute demo of, of this betting tree software that you were discussing. Yep. So, so if it is a derivation of that, then, uh, you know, provided that... the this is not some tool that was uh, also running in the background and giving them advice during play, then that's fine. If they want to use it as a, uh, as a teacher, basically, that's fine. Or, or as a, or as a, or as an, a research tool to uh, discover better strategies. That's fine. There's, there's no, there shouldn't be anything against uh, using computers to learn better strategies in game. You just should not have a computer ever playing for you or giving you advice during uh, a, a match you're playing at that moment. So, we don't know much more about this uh, this PLO Dream Machine that, that was derisively referred to by that by others that uh, heard this being mentioned. But but strangely, Doug doesn't make any more mention of it. Now I still don't understand even if this is what uh, even if 
Ben learned some of his strategies from that. You would think he could still just give him general coaching in PLO, the independent of the strategies they learned from that machine. He could still do maybe, uh, but I, I think Ben was claiming that his partner, which we think was this Alex Martin guy, just told him, "No, you can't do it. You can't coach him because I'm afraid you're going to give away my stuff." So maybe he told Ben, "Just absolutely no, you're not doing it." But you th- the, the problem was Ben should have asked him if Ben thought this is an issue. He had an NDA with a guy. You've got to ask him before you agree to do this coaching with uh, with Doug and, and swap coaching. You have to quickly go and say, "Hey." Uh, can I do this? Can I also go coach Doug? And if uh, Alex says no, then don't make the agreement. But you can't make the agreement and, and go back on it. I mean, at this point, you've got to do something for him. You can't just say, ah, my partner said no, so all right, thanks for the coaching, but F you. Goodbye. And and find out before you accept the coaching from Doug. Yeah, that's what right? I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you, have to, you have to know whether you can do it. And if, and if yeah. you somehow didn't check on that, then you have to find some way to make it right. You can't just say, well, my partner's not letting me, so F you. Thanks for the coaching, right. chump. So, yeah. so, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> so that's uh, that's pretty bad. So uh, anyway, then they – so this is uh, – let me get to the next part here. Uh, so this part of the cap, no limit. This part I think uh, Doug is creating a lot of drama over nothing. He's, he's complaining that Ben sat with him at 500,000 cap, no limit. And that he had coached Ben on 500,000 cap, no limit. And he thinks it's very unethical to go sit with him now, now that he knows all his moves. Now, keep in mind, Ben did not sit with him under a fake account. He knew it was Ben. Ben sat under his own account. So you'd think if somebody sits with you that you don't want to play, don't play him. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's all exactly. you have to do. And if he's tricked into playing him under a different account, that's horrible. But that's not what happened. He sat under his own account. And then Doug sat out because he said, hey, I taught you all my moves. I'm not, you know, not going to play you now. Now, I think it's a little bit crappy after someone coaches you to go sit with them heads up. I, I generally don't. Uh, there, there's a, a story I had with Brandon where uh, we, we were both sitting on, uh, on WSOP.com and, and one of us sat with the other. And I, I think uh, yeah, I, I, he sat with me and then I just sat out and typed LOL and then he knew it was me. So I wasn't going to play Brandon. And even if, now, when Brandon sat, he didn't know it was me. But even if he did, I, I, you know, I didn't want to play him, and we, you know, he didn't want to play me. You, you don't play people you're friends with or people that have coached you. That you, you shouldn't do it. But at the same time, uh, no one was forcing Doug to play, and he chose not to play. So it should have just ended. He could have just said, "He sat with me. I was surprised to do that. It was kind of rude, but uh, I chose not to play him. That was it." I mean, he makes a huge de- deal out of this here, like it's something. And I, I actually thought the opposite, Druff. Uh, believe it or not, that. Um... I mean, Doug was basically saying that if you discuss poker with anyone, like, the unwritten rule is that you never play against them. And that just seems ridiculous. I mean, it almost seems like a mild form of collusion. Like, you're just going to get together with your buddies that you talk poker about and just agree to just never play each other. Yeah, it it, it does kind of sound like a weird soft playing thing. Yeah. So this is him. And we had talked a good chunk about Cap. He says in the thread that he would not talked about Cap with me at all. That is bullshit. That is complete bullshit. In fact, Jason Loves was there. We talked about it when we were ha- hanging out one day. I talked a bunch about Cap. He was playing someone in Cap. I can't remember what his name was off the top of, his, off the top of my head. But he was talking about all these mistakes he was make, making. We talked about what better strategies are. We talked about 30 my Cap stuff. And we talked a bunch about Cap. And then to use that information and then sit me six months later after that combo or nine months later after that combo... That is totally absurd. You do not make friends with people, screw them over in a deal, 
and then ask them questions about how they think about poker in a subject just to sit them six months later? Are you kidding me? That's are you kidding me? There's, 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 are you kidding me? Like uh, he's he's very me a fucking yeah. He's, he's overly dramatic here. Are you kidding me? Like he sat you in a poker game under his own account. You make the decision at that point. Do I play him or not play him? Okay. Click the sit out yeah. button, and that's what he did. He actually. Did. It's not like he played and lost, and like he, he clicked sit out. He sat out. That's it. It's over. Like <laughs> what's? So what? he's, I mean, he's starting to get on like psycho ex girlfriend territory here. You know what I mean? Like give it a rest. Yeah. So that that's where he's starting to sound kind of ridiculous. Now then, there's another part of this where I I didn't love from Doug, and that is where. He he's trying to make Ben sound bad in that he was talking trash about uh, two of his friends. That is, Ben had two friends that when he yeah you know, that he talked trash about to Doug, and Doug claimed that uh, this he was taken aback by this because you know he thought these two were his friends, and to hear him talking trash about them behind their back isn't good. Now I can understand those feelings. I've I've had this before where I'm friends with someone. And I think they're good friends with someone else, and then I hear him talking trash about that other person. I think, wow, I wonder what they're th- saying about me when I'm not there. But if he just said that, that would be fine. But l- listen to the way he describes this. I really don't want this piece. He makes me take them. I don't want them. You know, he should know that he's not good enough to beat those games. You know, like Wait a minute, no, actually, I, 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 I don't want I, to just I, have I, your pieces. I, I jumped coaching sessions. And here we go. Something that kind of just immediately jumped out at me about Ben that I thought just something was kind of off. He would just constantly throw all of his friends under the bus. And I remember the first time that I met him, one of his first conversational topics with me was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I always have Phil Galfon pieces online and, you know, I, I, I really don't want those pieces. He makes me take them. I don't want them. You know, he should know that he's not good enough to beat those games. You know, like, I, just, I don't want to just have your pieces. And I, and I was like, okay, this is weird that he's telling me this, like, just out of the gate, right? And then he went on just talking about Galphine being upset with Galphine. He's like, cut it off and all this stuff. And I think at that moment, you know, when you see someone do that out of the gate, you should, you should send a couple red flags that they might have like a few problems with, with maybe even where their life is at or maybe the way they view people. I'm not totally sure. But I was like, you know, whatever. Like Galphine admittingly does seem like he'd be bad in a lot of the games that he was playing and probably losing. So from, you know, a business perspective, that makes sense to me. And then, and then he moved over talking about the one drop. He was about to play the big one for, or sorry, he was about to play the, the 100K one drop. And he was talking about his friend, Don Wynn. And he said, you know, Don, Don was trying to get me for free in the one drop, no markup. And I said, okay, well, if you're selling a markup, then don't sell to him. He's like, well, no, we were swapping. And I was like, I don't understand. If you're swapping, then you don't pay markup because you're getting his action. Do you think he's plus EV? And he said, well... But it's my action. And, and I- so, so what he's trying to say here is that uh, Ben was, was frustrated that he was uh, swapping with Don and he felt he was a better player than Don. So therefore Don's you know, getting over on him and that, that Don should have to pay markup above their swap, which is ridiculous. Nobody does that. And then he claims Ben also was criticizing Phil Galfon and saying that uh, – you know, talking about how you – know, something about owning a piece of Galfon and Galfon's playing these games and getting beat and he's bad. And So here's the problem. Instead of just saying he was talking trash about two of his friends, even if he wants to name them, he was talking trash about uh, Galfon and, and Don Wynn, and I didn't, uh, I didn't think that was right to do if he's friends with these guys. Instead of leaving it at that, he actually goes and repeats what the trash is. Mm-hmm. He repeats the bashing 
that that Ben did to him privately. At least at least only Doug was hearing this bashing. Now Doug is putting the bashing out for everyone to hear to embarrass Galfond and Don Wen. Why? They they're not involved in this. If if you're so if you're so outraged that Ben treated them this way and, and talked about them this way, why are you telling all of us exactly what he said? Right. Because you're just publicly trashing him. It's like it's like yeah, you know, I I uh I, I just want to say that uh I, I was surprised that, that Brandon was, was telling me that uh, Calwatt is a complete moron and that, that he sucks on radio. So everybody, you know, that's what Brandon, like, if I said that, it'd be insulting Wait, Calwatt. Hold up, hold up. No, I'm eating some sushi. You could have just been a man and said it to my face, Brandon. <laughs> now, what are we talking about? Am I running someone else off? Of no, 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 yeah, no, no. I was talking about how crappy I am for radio. Are we almost done with this, with this Dreyfus segment? Because we had a lot of other No, we're way, we're way past the Dreyfus segment. We're, we're doing the, the, the Ben 86 thing. Here, uh, beer and poker, we'll, we'll throw him on, too. So I gotta call someone. Remember? Well, we'll call someone after this is done. We'll call. But, but, you but said Ruff, that you know, two minutes ago. Ruff, here's the thing, though, with uh, this whole thing is I'm I'm definitely not giving Ben a pass because I think he really kind of fucked Doug over. But Doug really is kind of sounding like a psycho ex girlfriend, and I really do think that he is mentioning these personal details in an effort to hurt Ben. Um, and I also think that he mentioned that software. I know it sounds like. He did it as a, kind of an aside, but he's a smart guy. I think he knew that there would be a shitstorm when he actually said, yes, he is using this software. Uh, and, in fact, you know, a new thread came up on there uh, discussing exactly that. So, I mean, it really does seem to me that he's saying a lot of this stuff uh, to kind of like, get back uh, you know? Do you think they got some limit hold'em dream machine out there? I, I should get it. I just I just uh, went into a slump on Bovada. I think maybe I need it. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 anyway, the... the yeah, this is a uh, there's a lot of pettiness in this video, and and yeah. again, and, and the in the grand scheme of things, of who's right and who's wrong, the big picture, Ben was wrong here because he he committed the greatest sin, which started this whole thing, and that was this uh, thing with stiffing him on the coaching. And there's no excuse for that, and there's nothing you can say that would make that any better. And uh, and that uh, that was just outright wrong to do. But this this video it also gets later, and I'm not going to bother playing it. But he gets into all this personal stuff, and if you want to see it, you can watch it. It's up on Doug Polk's uh, YouTube channel. All this different personal stuff about Ben and his his, uh, his social skills, and, and, and how he, uh, he, he that he he freaked out at Doug and said he remind me of the people who used to pick on me in high school. I hate people like you, and like you know, like it just sounds like leave that out. Yeah, why why throw that in there? I mean, who cares if, if if people used to pick on Ben in high school? It's, 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 it has nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this. That's the that, same reason psycho ex-girlfriends talk smack about, you know, their former boyfriends. You know, he's he's hurt over his, you know, idol not reciprocating his friendship and he's upset over some stuff that happened, so he's he's talking shit about him. Yeah. And he shouldn't be. And it was Listen, a- if my best friend had a dream machine and he didn't share it with me, I'd be pissed off too. <laughs> You're in trouble, Jeff. That- so, Jeff ain't got no dream machine. Y- you know what's weird, Brandon? You just sent me a phone number for someone to call, and that same mm-hmm. person texted me today from a completely different area code. Yeah, because his phone died. Oh, okay. He did that. He's using a backup <laughs> number. He doesn't have a charger. I don't know. I-, I think this individual actually is from the city. Where the where I first had sex uh, twenty seven years ago. You can tell him what city is. I think he lives. Uh, no, he doesn't Illinois. live there anymore. Yeah, no, no, not anymore. He's from originally Iowa. He lived in California for a while. Yeah, he lived in uh, in Simi Valley, California. Mm-hmm, that's him. Yeah. So, He's okay. been around a long time. He goes back to the uh, yeah 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll call him in a second. But yeah, so the, so I'm not going to play this stuff. But this is a weird, like, 32-minute rambling video that really could have been done in about maybe eight minutes and and, and just gotten out the, the main points here, especially, you know, the, the major point about the, the coaching exchange. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Calwatt. This really does sound like a, almost like a jilted ex-girlfriend. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the only thing I'll give Doug credit for here is I had criticized on previous shows when he did his uh, polker casts, those videos, that he was always standing in front of these weird horizontal blinds with light coming in in the background. And I thought, that's just a weird background. And every time he appeared on video, it was always in front of those horizontal blinds that are closed during the daytime with, with light kind of shining through. And I thought it was just an odd background. Well, he must have listened. He must be listening to the show because this video and other videos he's done since do not have the horizontal blinds. So <laughs> uh, congratulations, Doug Polk. You, you have uh, learned the error of your ways you well, if seriously, serious is producing his videos. Oh, maybe right? that's it. Maybe, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe he was listening. Maybe that said, is right, it. Maybe Doug, we got to cut this out. Maybe that's it. Maybe seriously, serious. Like, hey, Doug, you know they're making fun of you on Poker Fraudler about your horizontal blinds. But I like my blinds. No, you can't do it. You just stand, just stand <laughs> against the wall. A wall's boring. Blinds are cool. I'm sorry. Look, it's it's, it's distracting. It's distracting. Are you we'll, kidding me? We'll give are you credit for that? Are you kidding me? I want my blinds. Are you kidding me? <laughs> So no more horizontal blinds. I like the I like the I mean the the wall isn't perfect because he's standing next to like a light switch and a old school looking thermostat. Yeah. But but it's better than horizontal blinds. At least it's not distracting. I, I will say that overall, you know, watching the video and their interactions, I think they both did bad things to each other. Um and I don't think either one of them comes off as, you know at least to me, they don't neither one of them come off as, you know, terrible people that are outright trying to scam each other i think you know this is a personal thing that it was a they had a, a personal as well as a professional fallout and it really should have been kept uh private like i don't think there's any reason for this to be and it was so weird because this was bottled up for years and then it just it just bubbled yeah. to the surface during this alex Dreyfus thread for That's whatever reason and now, you don't think maybe that has something to do with each other that it was maybe done as interference yeah maybe alex Dreyfus is like hey i'll give you a piece of the gpl if you guys start fighting Okay, let's do it. I'm just waiting for the upswing poker ads to appear in the thread. <laughs> that that would be funny, though. It would be funny if we find out years later that uh, Alex Dreyfus, he's such a manipulator, he actually got the two of them to fight to to get this all the heat off him, and it worked. But, now, Calawat, where's that Hanson kid tonight? He's been texting me. He texted me last night, like, at right promptly at 730. Where's the fraud show? Uh, I said, oh, Druff's still under the weather tomorrow. And he's nowhere to be found tonight, it seems. Well, last I knew, he was at the Commerce, and, and he's probably still there. Oh, uh, maybe he's stuck. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe I don't, maybe I don't the, think he's... Well, I mean, you never know. How do he you might know? Be he stuck, could be up, but, he could be stuck, it, you know. Yeah, but what I mean is, I think he's just putting in hours, regardless of whether he's up or down, you know? No, I don't know. What does that mean, just putting in hours, whether you're up or down? I mean that he's there to play. He's there to work. And he was planning to be there, regardless. Oh, okay, gotcha. What is he playing there? He's playing like that five ten no limit. Uh, I think he's back at one two. He's rebuilding. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that because I know he's going to hear it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, actually, he's got a. Um, he's doing and he's done this for the last three years. He's got a uh, five hundred hour challenge that he's doing. So he's made uh, a challenge that he's going to put in. You know, five hundred hours by the end of the year or something like that. And what does he win? 
What does he win? He wins two million dollars from some, Ted, what are you he, saying, he, some I mean, kind of contest. No, no, he wins. No, he, he, it's more of a motivation thing to get him to. No, I, I know what it is. Himself, I'll do this. I'll do that. No, no, he, yeah. he wins. He wins two million dollars from Mike Matisau. <laughs> Uh, uh, he just you know sent what? me a. Uh, he just sent me a picture. It does not look like he's stuck. Wait, so he's unless listening? He dug, unless he dug in real deep, he's not. Yeah, stuck. is he listening? Is that why he sent the picture? Yeah, he. Yeah, he's definitely listening. Shout out to okay. I met him and well, Here, I'll send you guys uh, the a, picture. A nice, well, yeah, send me a text. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, I feel a little bad for him because he was kind of put in an awkward position that I can kind of relate to. What the hell was that? What's what? Oh, I heard that it sounded like the Skype disconnected. Your Skype has been a little bit uh, questionable. Oh, that's what it was. All right, let me look at this. Um, hey, guys. Who's that? Yeah, who, who is that? You're in poker, man. How's it going? Oh, I forgot he's here. Yeah, I, I How agree. How you keep doing this? Listen, the one day you had the kid from the department store security guard on, and we're talking off-air private things. You can't. This is my one pet peeve with you. I know it's the anniversary show, and and but this is during the show. That, you, you know, you it's can't not. Po- just have mysterious people pop but, in. But and hold out on, like hold this. on, Brandon. I I added him. I said beer and poker. I just forgot, and you forgot too. But you know, it's the public show. You know, we're not talking privately here. But remember the security guard. <laughs> yes, incident? that that was traumatic. I agree, but uh, <laughs> it was. Now, where is this Hanson? Hey, beer and poker. How are you? I'm oh, going, no. I just want to call him for the 200 show, say hello. At least they last longer than Bad Guy. He lasted about as long as Jose Alba did. You can't be saying that he said it, you know, in the chat that it's it's the anniversary. I think anything goes. You can't come in here doing the end. I know, I know, I know. It's not work out. This is a different show. We don't, you know, we don't talk like that. But, well, I was yeah. just calling in and say hello, and I was just a, figured it's a good good segment too. Because um, I just think it's like so many people deal with these, uh, you know, poker players. There's just so much like. Oh, we're gonna back this old door fifty fifty. Okay, booked, and they don't like make any terms as far as that stuff goes. It just like okay, we're booked for that, and they don't. And then they just think, well, maybe we booked them for this game or that game. Maybe he didn't say I couldn't play him or this. You know, there's just so much like unclarity and so much. That's what goes on about like what you know, like Madison and Forrest. They never made any terms. Like it's probably just some like yeah. unclosed like words. They probably just think that to, to themselves, like if if uh, full tilt goes down, then the, it's null and void. Whereas to the poker world, like all of us hearing about it, we probably just don't think nothing of it. But it might be just some kind of like unwritten, you know, just common. You think that they that they think that way, but maybe they don't, and that's why they come into all these weird situations all the time. Yeah, and it, it looks and like the handsome also- kid's a little shy of five thousand in front of him. By the way, yeah, that's what uh, I mean. It, nice I mean to to me, it's like a lot of these guys are you know, they've just never done anything except play poker, right? So they don't really know how to do certain things, and they don't understand right. that they really should have contracts. And they, some of them, you know, even though they're millionaires, are not the most socially functional people on the planet. Well, yeah, you know? it's both. It's both. Uh, it's both that, and also a lot of them just are. They're very smart in poker, but they're not smart in other things yeah. in life. It's not even always about social. Just even just with common sense, as far as uh, managing your life and managing your money, they just uh, they lack that. The only thing that they have the ability in is poker. And then sometimes right. that creates a false confidence that they think if I'm so good at poker and there's so many other people in the world, including smart people who are not that good at poker or are not as good as See, me, that I've got to be better at them at, at everything else. That's why I'm, I take a lot of pride in myself because I feel like I'm kind of medium at everything. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I don't excel at nothing. still there? No, he's long gone. No, nah, I'm here. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Wow. Traderuski, one of the things I was going to say is what I, I've dealt good with job, contracts, please. you know, for forever, as I assume you probably have too, 
mm-hmm. that contracts are for what you don't think is going to happen, right? I mean, you don't sign a contract. Uh, the main reason you sign a contract is for when the shit hits the fan, right? right. And all of these little prop bets like beer and poker is talking about, you know, everything is fine until something goes wrong. And then you're like, oh, fuck. You know, we don't have a neutral document to refer to. And then it's he said, she said, she said, and it turns into exactly what we're seeing here. The Chinaman is asking. They both have completely different versions of the contract in their head. And then they're agreeing to it. Right. And that when everything's going fine, it's fine. Then when something goes out of whack, then it's... it's But a a business person would never make any, any agreement for the amount of money that these guys are making essentially agreements for without a fucking contract. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know? And these guys have done nothing but play poker. They don't know any better. Well, and know? plus they're so young. They have the, yeah. they, they have an experience half the stuff that's out there to handle. The, the funny I thing is these guys happens, actually, so. they're younger than we are, but they're actually not like kids anymore. They're, they're, well, I guess three years ago they were a little younger, but they're 30 now. So it's not even like they're little kids. They should, right. they should know. But, if they're so, intelligent enough to win at high-stakes poker like this, they should be intelligent enough to you know, create these business deals. It doesn't translate, yeah, though, but because you can have a yeah, really, yeah, really yeah, smart yeah. businessman and he might suck at poker. Trader you know I mean? true. Oh, that's true. But. Trader Ruski, now you've spent some time with me in public. Would you agree that I'm kind of medium at everything? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> see, see, Brandon's setting the bar low here, so this way, if, if he is even slightly oh, above... low, medium. No, no, I'm saying it's, it's low in that if you're even slightly above average at anything, people will give you credit. Like, oh, Brandon, you try so hard. Wow, you're you're above average at something now. now I thought I thought the the deal was that Brandon, you had an extra large penis. That's the one thing you're not. Well, how do you about, know this? Right? Uh, Chinaman sent me a Skype when I was away eating the sushi. He said, "Astruff, if he can play Ben, who's Ben Tolerines? That that's Ben eighty six. Oh, okay. If you could play his thoughts on coaching and how valuable it is. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'll just play this little clip here. This is uh, that's the guy that used to host the Zone Blitz. Yeah. So this is something that China Maniac actually pointed out uh, himself, and that he found a clip of uh, Ben eighty six appearing on uh, on uh, the the some other uh, the Poker Life podcast that uh, Joe Ingram thing, which is blowing up huge. And uh, this is a, a small clip of him talking about how a few hours of coaching is worth <laughs> so much money. And that's exactly what he got. And this, this is, he recorded this after, he recorded this video in October 2015, like two years after that's exactly what he got, is a few hours of coaching. So it's not even like Ben would say, oh, look, you only gave me a few hours. I didn't think I really owed anything. Here, Ben is actually saying himself, Oh yeah, a few hours of coaching is huge. That's really all you need. Let me let me get to this point. Point of this here. Let me get to this. It's involved. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this is going to look like in one hour. But go ahead, go ahead, get into this, Poppy. If it gets if it gets dry, just tell me because I'm not watching Twitch chat. So if if people want a new topic, what just tell me and whatever. We'll this has been eighty six. Right. But the thing about coaching, there, there's a couple things that come to mind. But the the crucial thing is. As a professional poker player, if you spend two hours with someone who is way better than you, you will get so you will gain so much in those two hours that they probably no one would charge you enough for it. So for that reason, I think traditional coaching arrangements are rather shitty. So so wait a minute. That's then that means you owe Doug a lot, like a lot back for what he did. Well, but he goes on to say that it's better to swap pieces. Uh, which is what they were doing, you know. Um, he was taking a piece of 
uh, of Doug in PLO, or sorry, of Doug in No Limit Hold'em, and uh, Doug was taking a piece of him in No Limit. That was assuming they were both coaching each other, though. Yeah, that that's true. Problem. That part didn't happen. Yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. Let's let's make the call to uh, yeah this uh, individual that. I'm going to tap out, guys. I lasted longer oh, than yeah. I thought I yeah, would. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, hey, I'm tapping out, too. Um, you know, they're dropping the flies. Well, we're just losing everybody now? Dropping. I'm staying off of it. I'll stay off of it. I got an early call tomorrow, so in a few hours. All right, buddy. Trederuski, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow off the air, huh? Okay, that sounds great. Okay. All right, guys. Have a good night. Godspeed. Good night. So aren't, aren't you glad, Brandon, I brought the uh, Trederuski into this uh, fold here? Yeah, no, he's an awesome. He's my soldier. And, and Calwatt, he's uh, you know he does such a good job talking about these poker subjects. So uh, we the the, the Hanson kid, kid kind of came along with him too. It's like a package deal. Yeah. So okay. So uh, we have. Uh, so uh, a, I was telling you. Well, hold on. I, one more person joined us. Uh, is this Lou Father? I think it is. He's not talking. He's trying. He's calling me, and I'm telling him what the hell are you doing. But, he, I'm but on he's the radio. but he's on, and he's not talking. He's, on the call. he's here. I see him. I even see like what looks like a, a half picture of him. So we gotta call Doom. Okay, we'll, we'll call Doom. Sleep soon. Okay, I'll call Doom. I see the number. I just threw on since we lost two co-hosts. I figured I'd add another one on here, who's done user shows on here before with beer and poker. But he's not talking. I don't you get, get in those business deals where you have to when you not only deal with one or two different things or three or four different things. That's when you get really problems because then you have to deal with all the other stuff on the side. You know what I mean? Yeah. So many different other tran- you know transactions you get going. Yeah, this is actually the, this is the most I've ever seen. This picture of Lou Father is the most I've ever seen of him. Hello, is this Doom? This is Doom. Doom. So you've Doom. What's up, General? What's up, General Zod, Drexel, Adam and Druff, All you, all you people of TSA. Doom. Wasn't Doom? Doom he, I think Doom was Doom. one of the last. Doom. I think he was one of the last people ever to post on Donkdown. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. The site had been dead for like a year. And he's writing, <laughs> "What's up, people? Doom." <laughs> What's happening? Buddy, long how time, are you? long time. You know, Druff pointed, out, Druff pointed out earlier that he had sex for the first time in your birth town. Yeah, were you actually born? He in, did. Wait, he, you were, he did. He did. That's why I always have to give him a little bit of a grief about Singing Valley Girls. So you were, were you were actually born in were you born in Simi Valley or that's just where you grew up? Uh, I was born and raised there. Wow, wow. You know? So when how old were you when you left Simi Valley? Uh, twenty one. And, and, 21 and, and what what year was this? Can you tell us that? What's that? What year were you twenty one? Oh shoot! Uh, that was, uh, let me do the math on that. It was probably I was probably like you know early two thousand. Okay, well, so so you were there. You were actually there when I was there in Simi Valley losing, losing my virginity. You were you were pretty young at the time, but you were you were alive and you were there. I was, I was, I was, I was a little, I was a little lad in uh, high school. Uh, who, who, <laughs> was girl, who was the girl? Who was girl that you lost your virginity to in Simi Valley? Is there any kind of? I don't think Druff ever. I don't think. I don't think Druff ever. No, I've never. Uh, I've never stated ever, her name uh, or anything. I never stated her name. I, no, she wouldn't know Doom because he. I, he. She. If he left when he was twenty-one in the two thousands, then she's older than he is. By How long deal. do you think you lasted? Um, you know, surprisingly long. Actually, I didn't time it, but it was. It wasn't like a like a super fast thing. Like under over what, five what, minutes. Oh, yeah, way over five. Minutes? Way over five minutes. Way over. Five. 
Over 10 minutes? Yeah. Over the first time you ever had sex? Over yes. Over 10 minutes? Yeah. Now you were in a condom, I assume, then? Well, you, know what, you know what the problem was? You know, you, know, you know what actually, I think maybe, you know what may have made the whole thing last longer was that we were in the back of a car where I was too tall to fit back there. Oh. So I think just being uncomfortable made it uh, last longer. Well, do you, you still remember the area of whereabouts it was? Yeah, I'll tell you why I don't. I, I was just driving around randomly with her. And and I didn't really know oh. where I was going. And of course, there's no GPS uh, navigation in 1989. Right, right, right. So, right. so I'm just dry, I just kind of. I happen to be in Simi Valley with you, and we had done a last longer bet. You would have won. Yes. I don't think I. <laughs> I, I would have won the last longer. Yeah. Time. I know I wasn't over ten minutes. It's impossible. You sure, you sure. I'm telling you, it was. It was, but I'm telling you, no, it was. It was on a street. Actually, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was just in some random street, like a cul-de-sac, that we just kind of pulled off there and i remember like because the windows got fogged up like people couldn't just like look in and see what was going on but i was a little worried that might happen but i wasn't going to stop it because it, it was her kind of she was kind of instigating it so i wasn't going to stop it i wasn't gonna say oh let's find a better place i just i just went with it you still you still have contact with this person no no we had we had a falling out not that long after that and uh, she had a lot of issues this girl she was she was a pretty girl you can find her on facebook now if you want no i i have found her i i didn't make no i didn't make it no but i didn't make any contact we might we we might be friends with her on i might be friends with her on facebook too who knows but i I thought you're much younger though you said you were 21 in the 2000s yeah but i have i have friends from all different types of age brackets yeah but she's in her 40s now but uh but it was funny is i i found her on on facebook and uh I think even MySpace. I didn't make any contact with her. There's some people I just look up to see what happened to them, but I have no interest in making contact. She was, she was one of them. So she didn't even know I, I looked or anything. But I, when I saw her when she was in her 30s, like in her mid-30s, she was she was still looking very good. And and uh, I thought, wow, oh. she kept herself very well. Well, not anymore. She she just got married, I, I think, uh, I don't know, two years ago or something, and Boy, did that change quickly! Not not from being married. Before she was married, it changed. She just abruptly hit the wall, and I was surprised to see that because she looked very good for a lot longer than I would have expected, and then it just fell really fast. So, yeah, must must be all that fast food she's eating or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what I'm getting a <laughs> Skype message from uh, a former or listener. He used to uh, host a football show it's in the Boston area. He wants. He says. This is true now. I'm not making this up. Ask Druff if he went bareback. <laughs> it's from the China man. He really wants to know if I went bareback? Right, that's a, that's really? in my Skype queue. I'm reading it to you. <laughs> I don't know why there's such fascination with this right now. But uh, um, I, You know what was also weird about this whole thing was that three days later, I went on a, like a big family trip to, to Israel and a few other places. And it was just such a weird right. feeling just being in that airplane for all those hours and just thinking, you know, I can't believe I just had sex three days ago. It's crazy. Like I, it, it was hard to, I was kind was of it, just, was it, hard to, was it hard to leave her since she had to go on vacation? Well, it kind of, I'll tell you why, especially was she was like many girls that age, you know, like many teenage girls. I, I was only 17 at the time. So like many girls that age, she was very wishy-washy from one day to the next of, of her feelings. And I knew if I got up and left for like several weeks, which is what, what I did. That by the time I come back, she'd be over me, and that's exactly what happened. So, oh, yeah, you should have gone to Israel then. So, did you go bareback or no? No, oh, that's why you went over <laughs> ten minutes in. Smart boy, smart, smart. This 
bikini girls are kind of uh, wild at times. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you been back to the area since then? Well, the, the funny thing is, if, if I if I didn't go bareback, or if I did go bareback and she got pregnant, I would actually have a child who is uh, 26 years old now. Ooh. Yeah. Older than maybe some of the listeners here. Is that really true? Yep. I would have a child who's 26 if, if uh, I got her pregnant. Yep, I, I could even be a grandfather. In fact, we have uh, we have a, a listener who's a grandfather. UGA is the team said that uh, is, he either is a grandfather or is about to be. I think he's about to be, right? But he posted on the forum he's about to be a grandfather. And I, I've met UGA before. He was a nice guy. He went through. Uh, he had a stroke and was uh, looking pretty bad for some time. So she, he, uh, yeah, it's, it's good that he's improving. But. It always gets me when people who are the same age as me are grandparents, and he is. Like he he just announced he's going to be a grandfather, and he's born the same year as I am. So I'm not even close to that. I mean, Ben's not even six yet. Mm. So anyway, that uh, that was uh, th- that was the situation in, in Simi Valley. In uh, have, you, have you been back to the area uh, anytime? Well, I've been to the general area of Simi Valley many times. Uh, I I don't know exactly where I was that night, so I couldn't duplicate it if my life depended on it. Uh, was, there, was there alcohol involved that night? No, there's no alcohol involved. And there was sleeping on a street involved, though. Or not on a street, but uh, my car was parked. What happened is I could not make it home. Simi Valley was 55 miles from where I lived, and right. I could not make it home. I was too tired. So I, I tried driving. I got to about Chatsworth, and I was like, you know, I can't do it. So I pulled Ooh, off the I pulled, That's my old stomping ground. Really? So I, I pulled off the 118, and I, I just went off some ra- random exit, went to a residential neighborhood that bad guy probably lived in, and I uh, just laid down and went to sleep in my car for about two hours, and and woke back up, turned turned on the radio to keep me awake for the rest of the drive. And I remember the first thing I turned on was Shadow Stevens, like. American Top 40, some Top 40 show, which is a ripoff of Casey Kasem's Top 40, but it was Shadow right. Stevens. So that was what I heard. That was the first thing I heard. So, like, whenever I'd hear Shadow Stevens after that, it would always remind me of, of that. And he okay. was he was kind of more of a Southern California celebrity. but He was also Center Square? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was involved in that, too, yeah. Uh, I believe he was always... He was always Center Square. He'd go, and Center Square, I'm Shadow Stevens, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, well, you know, Shadow Stevens got scammed a few years ago, or maybe about more than a few, right? About six, seven years ago. He got scammed, and I was actually involved in, like, uh, talking about the scam with him and some other people that were possibly going to be a, a victim of the, of the, there's like a radio scam. I actually posted about this guy on Poker Fraud Alert, but there's a, this guy named Stephen W. Blood who was a radio scammer. And and so he scammed Shadow Stevens and really screwed him over pretty badly. Because Shadow Stevens actually got a job announcing, I think, for like the Late Late Show, something. What was the guy's name? What did the Late Late Show? Craig uh, Ferguson. Yeah, I think that's what it was. So he, Shadow Stevens was the announcer, and he actually quit that position to go program uh, a fail station, a fail internet thing that that was uh, for Sammy Hagar. In, in Cabo San Lucas, and the whole thing was like a big scam. Sammy Hagar had you know, he had no idea he was kind of just tricked. He was tricked too. But anyway, I, when the whole thing kind of came came out, uh, there was someone else who was about to be scammed by the same guy who I knew. So Whoopi Goldberg. I kind of got in the middle of the whole thing, and I, I was I was actually talking to Shadow Stevens about it, and he was telling me the whole story. And I'm thinking this is so weird. I'm talking to Shadow Stevens. He's the one who like I heard when I 
like right after I lost my virginity. So I, I didn't tell him that though. I thought I it, thought it all got ruined did. when they made Whoopi Goldberg the host. <laughs> same thing with Family Feud when they put the one guy, and same thing with uh, Price is Right when they put the other guy from Cleveland. Well, you know, you know, with Family Feud, the the, the guy after Richard Dawson killed himself. Yes, but that's not. Yeah, an excuse. how did he? I think he hung himself, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. What was his name yeah, again? It was Ray Combs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now my, and you know what? Lot the. Uh, what's his name? What was the guy from uh, Pressure Luck? No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. Peter Demarkin? Yeah, he died in a plane crash. Huh. What kind of plane? Is it a small plane or a commercial Yeah, plane? it was like a Cessna, like single engine. Yeah, that's whatever. that's usually how it happens. Those those are uh, going to be dangerous. They over they over they overpack them and then just can't carry the weight. Well, and they're just they're just you a lot more. Sick, than- the one guy that uh, I'm not a NASCAR person, but the one guy that I think it's I could be wrong, so the chat can correct me. I think it's uh, Henricks. Is that his name? Is any of you guys NASCAR people? No. <laughs> but he, no. he survived no. two plane crashes where, like, in each one, other people died on the plane. Not one, but two. Well, I think it's something Hendricks. I don't know. Someone in the chat might know. But there was one guy from NASCAR, two plane crashes. Then you got, uh, uh, you know, who do you think is, was the most notable athlete? Because a lot of athletes have died. Payne, remember Payne Stewart? He, yeah, you know, yeah. He's Payne's got one of them. Definitely yeah, one of them. He was like, yeah. he was like a number two golfer in the world behind Tiger Woods at the time when he died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the baseball player? Was it, was it Roberto Clemente or? I thought he was. Like, I thought he had a, an auto accident. No, there was some famous baseball player that I thought it was. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but it, I thought it was like a Puerto Rican baseball player. Anyhow, I'm never going on those little single engine planes. You couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that, well, you know, you know who died was uh, Richie Valens and the Big Bopper, yeah. and died in that plane. They made plane that crash. movie where they flipped a coin, that yeah. or something. Yeah, and someone, someone lost it, and then and birthday Kurt... Clemente dies. A pirate star dies in plane crash carrying aid to Puerto Rico. Oh, it was okay. So I, I thought it was a, for some reason. I thought it was an auto accident. Nineteen seventy-two. Oh no! I'm sorry. He died in a plane crash en route to deliver earthquake aid to Nicaragua. Okay, it's, I always thought he died in a foreign country in a in an auto accident. No, nope. hmm. he died in a plane crash too. I thought I thought I thought he died in a grease fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, what were we even talking about here? Plane crashes. Yep. Any, for those that don't know, <clears throat> Doom is one of the very few people outside of the forum that you know i met on the forum years and years ago but we've actually uh have a real life friendship doom commonly texts me at we kind of keep similar hours so he'll text me at two three four even five in the morning some days and we'll talk and catch up and chit chat and so you know he's not just that's why i wanted to make a point to have him on or he's actually you know although we've never met i would definitely consider doom a real life friend really so, so now doom uh, why did you move from see me Simi Valley to Iowa, or wherever we, wherever you are right now. Um, I moved out here uh, basically because, um, uh, really, because my family moved out here. Baby's mother. I didn't. Right, baby, baby's mom. No, no, this is before. No, this is before I had my son. Um, I, uh, to be quite honest with you guys, uh, I moved out here because uh, my grandfather passed away and. Uh, he left his house to my to my mom, and so I was kind of stuck in the middle of you know moving out here with my family, or I could have stayed in California and just lived with my friends. But um, 
kind of the life I was living at the time wasn't too productive and too, uh, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really, uh, a path I wanted to keep going down, so I had to, you know, I had to make some life. Well, that that, that kind of sounds like uh, everybody on this site. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, so I, I knew if I kept going down the same road that I was going down, I there's only two things left for me. So I just, you know, I moved out here with my family and, um, you know, trying to make a better life for myself. Went to school, graduated college, and and then uh, you know just try to find my way in the world out here. But uh, I've been out here for about. Mm, about eleven years now, and I'm trying to make I'm trying to make it back out to to Vegas because uh, that's where I think I can see myself for the next fifteen years of my life being at. But uh, really, coming to Vegas, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I and I say that because yeah, yeah. Brandon <laughs> will get you the airport. <laughs> no, I just say I say that because of my brother just recently moved out there, and uh, he's been trying to get me to move out there as well with him. So. That's kind of still kind of in debate whether or not I'm going to do it, but I mean, it's definitely it's definitely possible for me to do it. I just have to uh, get my head out of my butt and start doing what I need to do. Now, do you know in Iowa? Do you know where Carroll is? What's the name of the town? Carroll, C A R R O L L. Uh, Carroll. No, I actually live in this place. It's called the Quad Cities. And it's basically, it's like, I'm like right on the Mississippi River. Like, uh, like I'm only, I'm only five minutes away from Iowa. Like just go across, you know, I go, I go to Iowa pretty much like every day. Just go across okay. The well, let me, let me tell you about Carroll. If anyone goes to Carroll, there's a small shack located in Carroll and hidden in that shack is the call to listen line. And, 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 and you guys can check, you can look up the 712-775-8162 that's located in Carroll, Iowa. It's in a small shack in Carroll, Iowa. And in that shack is the call to listen line. And uh, that's uh, you'll find it there. You'll just see it sitting there, and you'll see it answering itself whenever people call up to listen to this show. So, ah. yeah. Did you put it there yourself, or who put it there? I, I, ha- I had somebody uh, do it for me. I've never been to Carroll myself. but It was a listener from uh, Donkdown that, that was a... Okay. Yeah, I'm like I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I'm probably like two hours away from Chicago, so you know I I kind of frequent the city from time to time. But Iowa, yeah, definitely it's a, it's a, this is a cool little place. Like there's a lot to do out here. It just depends on you know what you like to do. But um, the Midwest ain't too bad. But like I said, yeah, I'm just trying to make it out to Vegas now. Just to now, Doom. Now, Doom. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've given away all our. Uh, we had to. Three hundred plus dollar. What was the total of the free roll? No, no, no. Much more. We, the free roll was. Uh, it was. It was five hundred fifty-five. Five fifty-five, and then we've given away another sixty dollars. So we're kind of out in the coffers. But I'll personally uh, take twenty dollars out of my bank account. Oh wow! Okay, and I'll get it to Druff, and he can get it to you via Bitcoin or uh, any of the methods, as long as you ask politely. But now, Doom. One thing I don't know about you is what is your subject area of expertise. Now, if I was to ask you some trivia, what are the things that you are into or you know about? Like, with, like you know, I don't oh. know if it would be Vegas or poker, but I like to pick a category and ask Doom some trivia, but what give me just a subject. Like, it could be oh. movies, television, sports, you know, science. I mean, I... What's your strong I mean, suit, pretty, Doom? I'm, ooh, I, I mean, I'm a pretty well-rounded person. I mean... See, he's, uh, me- he's medium at everything. 
Uh, I mean, um, uh, movies, sports, poker. Um, okay, what what is uh what what is what sport are you the most knowledgeable about? Football, but okay. it just depends. Like I've, I've been, I'm a you know I'm a Raiders fan, so. Uh, but you know about <laughs> other teams and history and players and. For the, uh, for the most part, like you know, I kind of I kind of tune that stuff out from time to time. But when I do, kind of. Uh, Watch it. I it just comes just comes back naturally, you know. So, but I mean, okay. don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not I'm not the most knowledgeable person about sports, but I, I mean I know a little. Well, bit Well, dude, basically, it, but... what I'm asking you is to pick a category. Do you want sports trivia from football? What what you pick? I'll come up with the questions. Yeah. You you pick. All right. We'll we'll we'll, we'll try we'll try football. Let's see we'll, we'll see where we're at here. Okay. <laughs> let me let me load something up here and. See, and, I, uh, and I'll try to answer as best as I know, but if I don't know it, don't be surprised. Okay. Now, the rules are, are going to be pretty simple, Doom. You have to get uh, four out of six questions right. Isn't that what we've been doing, Jeff? I have right. one available if you don't have. Do I have, do I have, do I have any, like, lifelines or anybody I can call? Or no, do I... no, 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 it's all you. Any it's all you. privileges just because you're my friend. Uh, <laughs> Okay, let's do let's do NFL. I got one question if you need. No, one. go ahead. Sure. All right, can I, it's kind of not that. It's not that bad. It's not that really that tough. But maybe who has more as a quarterback? Who has more rushing touchdowns than anyone in NFL history? Who, who's ran as a quarterback? Uh, I'd say yeah, Michael as a quarterback. Vick. Michael. Do Vick. I have how many? How Warren many? How many? Warren Moon. Oh, really? I was gonna. You know, I was gonna say. Um, was that Randall Cunningham? I was going to say Randall Cunningham. I said Everybody's that. wrong. The record was just set tonight by Cam Newton. Six years into the league, 72 touchdowns. Jesus. Wow. wow. I would not have known. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not really a big Cam Newton fan. I mean, I know who he is, but, I mean, when I watched the Super Bowl last year, it was kind of displeasing to watch. But. It's just amazing. He's uh, only well, played for six uh, years. He's got the record. He's got like another ten years left to play, and the guy's going to like shatter his record. But that's, it was just set the night, and that's why I, re- I thought about it. I was like, yeah. you saw the game tonight, you would have known. But yeah, maybe if you watch it all the way through. But did you guys? Did you guys watch the game tonight? No, I watched yeah, I did. it. It was actually a good game. Came down to the wire. Why? Uh, while uh, Drexel's looking at that question, that's who's that? That's, that's last Lou Father. We f- he finally got his mic fixed. Oh. Yeah. I just want to pop in real quick and uh, just say, I know that Drexel gets a lot of accolades for everything he does for the show and whatnot, but really, Druff is the main event. Well, we're not doing a competition here. Brandon no, I know very... it's not a competition. I'm just saying that, I mean, you run the forum, you do everything. If it wasn't for you, none of this would be around. None of this NWP would not would be around. So I just want to say I appreciate you at, you know, Keeping it around, whatnot, and that's really all I wanted to say. Well, well thank, pre- I appreciate it personally. Well, thank you, Lou Father. You know, this Keeping is the first time I've this is the first time I've seen like a real picture of you. It's a kind of a half picture of your face, but I see. A, is this you at this uh, football stadium? That's me. Yeah. That's okay. at the Lions game during. Uh, it was last season at Sunday Night Football against the Broncos, actually. But I mean, there's been post uh, pictures posted of me before, like. Not the fake one with the sideburns, but the real one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just wanted to say I appreciate everything, you know, just personally, just the entertainment 
basis, you know, I, I just appreciate it. Okay, well, thank you. I'm and uh, yeah, I've I've. I think I messed a total up. I think he said forty-four touchdowns he rushed for, but that was actually the most. Wow. Steve Young, <laughs> Steve Young before that. Had We've got two completely different conversations going on here. I had to get that. Right. Dress for prayers. Okay, well, uh, thank you, uh, Lou Father, for the, the appreciation of, of you know, running the site and. You know, I mean, I know, I know, it has to be a lot of work to do everything to keep it all going and everything. That I just want to say, I I think you don't get enough accolade for that, and you should because it's a lot of work. So I just appreciate it. I mean, we all fuck around on the site, so you know, no, it, it's I, it's it's a lot to put up with. There's a lot of people who are tough to put up with there. So uh, yeah, I'll say there's a lot because the problem is it's it's hard on a site like this to keep everyone happy, and you have people that, that get all pissed off. Over so many different things, and then, uh, and then, and some who are just really psycho. Like I'm not going to mention who would, the name of the person, but you know, referring to that, uh, you don't even do anything to them, and they think you're you're their enemy because you don't make moderation decisions that they want with a with a forum, and right. you just you really deal with a lot of unbalanced people. I'll say with the, with the radio for the most part, and I should say the most part, not completely, but for the most part on the radio, most of the listeners are, are pretty good about. Uh, uh, being appreciative, being polite, uh, not not doing anything crazy, but you know we've even had a few uh, crazy listeners as well. So, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> put in a lot of time into this. For I mean, you're not getting any money back either. Well, that, yeah, that's so that's what I always want people like to know. Jew bag or whatever, like they don't understand, like the, the how much effort it actually takes to like run all of this. Well, I've I've told people before actually, at least at least go on. at the very least they can appreciate that. I'm not running this to monetize it. I've never, uh, I've never tried to make money off of this. I, I've, uh, I've never tried to exploit the site or the users for money. That I, I'm really running it just for the love of the community, and and uh, and and I try to run something that that people will enjoy. And then there, you know, I have to make some decisions at some points that some people are not going to agree with or like, because you can't keep everybody happy. But uh, but that I'm I'm doing it overall to create something that not just I'll like, but that. Everyone likes same with this radio show. I want people, I want the listeners to like it, not just uh, me enjoying doing it. But the, you know, there's always uh, downsides. And, you know, I've, Brandon and I have talked about before just running into people yeah, in card rooms that recognize us and know all our stories and know all about us, and we have no clue who they are. And they'll sometimes that's another thing. Like a lot of the site reflects your like. Uh presence at a table too like even if you have nothing to do with it like super racist stuff and whatnot you have to deal with all that stuff i mean i understand that and also i want to say drexel i love that you're on the show too i mean drexel his stories like uh in the pits and whatnot are the best those are the best segments for me but i appreciate all of it is what i'm trying to say well thank you i'm, I'm glad you appreciate it i'm glad uh and you know thanks for Expressing this here, and it's you know, it's always good to hear that that some people do uh, appreciate the show and the site and the, the forum and all that. So this way, you know, so I'm not making money from it. I've got to I've got to get something out of it. <laughs> so at least I'm going to get some <laughs> right, appreciation. Right. The combination's good, and it's just sometimes for some people, it's just how far is too far. You know, where, where do we cross the line? That's what that's what you deal with, I'm sure, a lot with what you're thinking about. You know, yeah, decisions. Yeah, and, and I try to be like you know on the forum, like I try to be a poster too. I try to on the forum not act as as someone that uh, that everybody has to, has to kiss my ass or everybody has to like me. I, I I try to act as a poster as well. And as long as there's not someone just absolutely trolling me constantly and trying to make my life miserable, there I, I I put up with. That's, 
yeah, just like tonight, like when bad guy one time was okay when he said the N bomb, then it was like two, three, four, and you're like, okay, gotta go. You know, it's, it's bad guy. How far can you go with this? I mean, well, he was he was drunk was the problem. He was too drunk. Yeah, oh, and he, <laughs> but if you would have just said, did you let him go for one time and two times, and after that, it's just like, all right, it's, he's not going to stop. We gotta just shut this off. No, we lost Brandon somehow. I mean, I, I want Brandon to know that I also appreciate oh, he's him on the show too because his his angles as far as like the when he worked as a pit boss and whatnot uh, and on the crabs table, those are great stories that are really entertaining. But you have an entertaining side as well. I just want you to know that I appreciate all of it. Like, okay, well, thank you. All the way around, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good, clean entertainment, Jeff. But I don't know about no, clean. I, mean, but... I don't know about clean. Yeah, I, I don't know about clean either. <laughs> But it, it is entertaining. But you know what? I, I'll say this. You know, and I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that we talk a bit about uh, you know what the site means to us and everything. I've always wanted this show and this site to just be a place where people can be themselves and express themselves, and 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 uh, and we can say the way we really see things, and not have to worry about who we're going to get angry, or not have to kiss anybody's ass, not have to worry about offending sponsors or, or offending certain people. Just just go out and we see a situation and say this is how we feel about it, and this is this is how we feel about this person and what they're doing, and this situation, and just not have to worry about any kind of filter. And that's and this way, I think a lot of people appreciate that about this show that when they listen to something, that they're hearing something real, and they're hearing someone being themselves and expressing their real opinions and, and not worrying about who's going to get angry and, and not trying to put on a false front to impress people. So, right. I think you guys, like, honestly, that I started getting like a little nervous when, uh, someone was busting your balls about something like the way you looked or something, just something really petty. And then you were like talking about, you know what? I don't even need to deal with this shit. I can just like shut this all down. And I was like, Oh no, don't do it. Like I, I get so much entertainment out of the site, like just fucking around on the phone and whatnot. Well, since, since you bring it up, uh, I mentioned I talk about the future of this site. Uh, the changes are coming to Bovada at the end of the month. It's going to be gone as far as Bovada Poker. That Ignition thing is going to start up, which I'll talk about shortly. Uh, I mean, we, I've mentioned that before, but I'm going to give you my suggestion about I think it's better to create a new account there, but I'll get into that in a little bit. But I don't know what the future is for me playing poker. Depending on how the the limit hold'em games are that that are still there online, I, it's it's not really practical for me to go become a pro live player on a regular basis just because of my family situation. So, you know, if if my poker play dwindles down to to very little, uh, you could think, well, maybe I'll lose interest in the whole poker community and shut this down. But I, I don't I don't foresee that happening. I enjoy having this show. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. I don't enjoy coughing like that, but. I enjoy doing this show. I enjoy the community, and there's a lot of people in the community who don't even play poker anymore at all. And, uh, of course, it's more meaningful to talk about poker if I'm part of the, the game itself, which I have been for 15 years, or 16 years now. But the if, if I were to seriously reduce how much I'm playing, I, I don't see it causing me to, to want to quit any of this now, and I, I don't see the site shutting down anytime soon or, or this show being over. Uh, whenever I've talked about, like, I don't have to do this, I, I, I'm just trying to remind everybody, who, you know, if there's certain people, not not anyone on this phone call, or, but you know, there's certain people that, that uh, they, they they think it's funny to use the site in some way to get me angry and to get me frustrated. And I say, look, if, if, if this is, if it becomes too much of that theme where the where it's just people trying to make me unhappy or miserable, 
I'm not going to do it because I'm not gaining anything from it. So uh, that's what I was trying to say that, you know, I've, I, I've got it when I'm running it, I've got to feel like I'm getting something out of it. And since it's yeah. not money, I've got to feel like there's something that I'm enjoying about it because I'm not going to just do it and hate it because right. why, why would I do that? So yeah, but, 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 but here's, the thing, the thing about it though is like most people actually like you. They just don't respond. They don't call in. They don't like post a lot of the call. A lot of the people that like, listen to the radio show, don't post on the forum, but they also agree with you and like what you're saying. I like what you're saying too, but I do both. But it's just the difference. You have to figure out a way to like merge those mediums, I guess. I don't know how you could do it, but you see what I'm saying though? Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I appreciate that. And I, I know what you're saying. And, uh, and I, and I keep everything in mind when I, think about the site and what I want to do with it what I want to keep doing with it but no the show's not going to shut down anytime soon the 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 site's not going to shut down it's all it's all there and yeah. it's it's going to stay yeah. the same yeah i think even though like I, even i know i personally don't play nearly as much as i once did i still take an interest and i don't follow it, you know as many hours as a day or whatever as i might have back in the day or whatever or you know put as much time into it but i like to always read up on the stories and see what's going on in poker just know what where it's you know what what it's heading towards because it's still always going to be a hobby of mine it's just still an interest of mine to want to know i think you're kind of the same way too yeah like especially if you see a scandal you you're all up on it you want to know what's going on i mean we don't want to see any scandals go on but they do interest us when they happen and we want to figure out what's going on with it. You know? by, the, by the way, the, the ratings are finally falling. They, they held pretty well for a while, but I guess the fact that it's uh, 215 Pacific is uh, yeah, kind of harmful for our ratings. Yeah, for Lou Father, it's fine. Lou Father's always up real late. Like Whenever I'm on the site at like 3 in the morning, he's, he's always messaging me. <laughs> I'm up late a lot too, but... <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I check in uh, my uh, Dodgers, you know, and my Doyers. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, yeah. So, anyway, Lou Father, yeah. Thanks, and uh, I appreciate all the compliments there, and uh, I'm glad you appreciate the site. I know you're on there a lot, so. Yeah. No, I totally, totally. I mean, there's so much entertainment on the site between the radio and the forum, and anyone that just listens to the radio show, they should actually just go over to the forum too, though. I mean, there's a lot of fun to be had over there as well. Like, if you if you're generally interested in things that are being said on radio, you're gonna love the forum, and they have multiple, you know. Uh, subsections that you can jump into. You don't have to just post on flying uh, uh, stupidity or whatever. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of yeah. It's true. The, 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 right. The, the other sections like the scam scandals and shadiness and the poker community right. discussion. There's there's no trolling on those. I don't allow that over there. So if you want to just right. participate but not deal with the trolling Parti- and, and participate? stuff. Participate. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> a, a Mason Malmuth. Uh, yeah, you might need a little thick skin sometimes applying stupidity. But anyways, uh, are- I, Druff, I just wanted you to know that I appreciate it because it's like you know the 200th show or whatever. I just wanted you to know that there are people out there that actually do appreciate what you do. Okay, so, thank anyways, you. Anyways, man, take it easy. Thank you, thank you, Lou Father. See you, Lou. All right, peace. And uh, I got to see what he looked like tonight too. That was that was really half his face. Okay, so he's got a picture or two posted on the phone. For some reason, I never saw him. Okay, so uh, let me talk about Bovada a bit, and uh, the, you know they're they're ending on September 30th. I'm not going to go into that whole story because I've done it ever since that was announced. So. But the the poker's ending on September 30th, and what's replacing it is Ignition Casino is running a poker room. And before I get into that, though, we have another caller. It looks like from the UK. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, Jeff. Sorry to interrupt. UK calling. 
Uh, just wanted to say congratulations on reaching show 200. Really appreciate the show, and uh, thanks to you and Brandon and uh, everybody else for doing it. And, and who is it, who is this? Um, I'm a work on the phone. We've we've been in contact by email. You did you dedicated a show to Kate for me. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, so yeah, uh, me, yeah, yeah. So, uh, just want to say shout out to Beard and Poker and anybody else who left RIP messages on the forum thread for that show. Are you from, uh, you kind of sound like you're from Scotland. Is that where you're from? No, no, I'm from uh, northwest England. <laughs> for some reason, you sound like Scotland to me. I don't know. But all right. <laughs> what, what do you think of uh, Colonel Fabersham? Do you like Colonel Fabersham or not? Yeah, great. Yeah, you've got a really good accent for there. Uh, Colonel Fabersham, <laughs> the Colonel's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, thank you. Now, I, I, yeah, I know who you are. We've we've corresponded via email, and he had, unfortunately That's had right, the yeah. Uh, yeah. a girlfriend who uh, who passed away, who was also a listener to the show. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I'd like to say. What was that? Just wanted to ring up and say yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, and I appreciate the show, and I uh, hope you carry on doing it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Okay. Take care. Good night. I shouldn't say good night. It's actually uh, ten a.m. Yeah. over there. I, I, it's good night to me. I, I look outside; it's dark. But even for you guys in the East Coast, <laughs> the sun's got to be rising soon. Another hour or two. Yeah. yeah. But uh, when handicap me calls in that he's going to work, I'll know it's getting too late. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that Bovada. I was going to say that this Ignition Casino, which is replacing Bovada Poker, and you you could sign up right now. Like it's it's there. It's running right now. If you were to go on the Ignition Casino Poker Room, it's the same players as Bovada. Except that's going to continue on, and Bovada Poker is going to end September 30th. But they they give you various small incentives to transfer your Bovada account over to Ignition, and uh, like a hundred dollar bonus and some kind of free roll. But for any kind of medium or high limit player, it doesn't seem very impressive to me. It just seems like, all right, you know, big deal. That's what everyone said when they go, you know, okay, we transfer over there. This is all we get. Like it's not very exciting. They're, they're treating it like it's supposed to be exciting, but it wasn't. And then I saw some kind of advertisement for the Ignition Casino, and it had all these new player bonuses up to $1,200, blah, blah, blah. And I go, wait a minute. Why would I ever transfer my Bovada account there if I can create a new Ignition account and get these new player bonuses? Now, you might say, well, I'm not a new player. I'm on Bovada. Well, supposedly, it's a separate company. We know it really isn't, but they're supposed to be acting as a separate company. So I think on Ignition, I should qualify as a brand new player the same way as someone who never played poker in their life. That I, you know, The fact that I've played all these years on Bodog and Bovada shouldn't matter. So I, if, if I qualify for all these new player bonuses, why would I ever want any kind of a bonus for transferring the small bonus for just transferring my account over. Now, if you've already transferred your account on Ignition, then you might as well forget it. I've also heard rumors. Do so you think this is a soft launch right now until the s- September 30th, and then they might offer something better? Now, I already see I already see offers on Ignition as a new player. You get such and such. I, I've never I mean, clicked I, on them or tried it. But... I see a $1,000 casino bonus and a $100 poker bonus, which is the Oh, is that all there is? The same thing okay. They're offering. Okay, so, $1,000 so, is casino. Okay, if, maybe that's what I missed. I could have sworn I saw something better than like a thousand dollars just new player bonus period. Maybe it was a casino and I missed the fine print. But I, you know, maybe maybe you're bringing up a good point. Maybe waiting till October first isn't a bad idea. So it's not like you can't sign up for Ignition on October first. You just can't transfer your Bovada money there. So 
maybe I should wait for October 1st to sign up for Ignition. And you know, if I lose the $100 uh, transfer bonus, big, you know, big deal, I'm sure I could probably get that same thing, that same bonus as a new player. I believe they'd still at least offer that. Yeah, so I, I think that's the smarter thing to do. I, you can't do much worse. It's almost a free roll because what they're giving you to transfer over is so small. And if they're going to act as a separate company, you, I, I can't really see them saying, okay, well, if you were on Bovada before, you don't get this because they're trying to pretend like they're totally different. It was, it was a sale. So I, I'm thinking that's what I'm going to do. I've also got that weird issue where on Ignition, you know, they took away my bonuses on, on Bovada. So, like, if I transfer over, maybe... Does that transfer Yeah, over maybe my no bonuses transfer, too. Account. So, yeah. So, I, I think yeah. I'm just going to sign up new on Ignition, and uh, maybe I'll wait till October 1st, like you were saying. Uh, so, that now I'm not promising anyone this. This is just a theory of mine that you may do better just signing up new and not doing this transfer thing. Now, another thing I want to bring up here... in relation to Bovada, is the poker point situation. I just went through this this past week. I had a lot of poker points. And I had always believed that your option for the poker points, if you had a lot of them, was was just really only to play tournaments. Because, yes, you could buy sports bonuses with them, and sports bonuses you, you could use to make sports bets, which I do. But the reason I didn't do this, I saw they were only $10 bonuses. And I always thought a $10 bonus means you can make a $10 bet with it. And that's kind of useless. I make much bigger bets than that. So I'm not going to be betting $10 on all those individual games. It's too much trouble for a medium limit better like I am. So I I never even paid attention to the sports bonus thing. And I just was – so I played one poker tournament on Bovada, and I really had a heartbreaking tournament there, which really frustrated me. I never like online tournaments – to begin with, yeah, right about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I, I we run an online tournament on on Poker Fraudler, but I'll tell you, I just don't like online poker tournaments. And when I play them, I don't enjoy playing them. Well, I played one just because it was free a few weeks ago, and I got off to a good start. And I was playing it very well. It's not like I was just you know running into you know, you know great hand after great hand. I was, I did win like like two races, but i was making all the right moves i was folding at the right time i was i was uh, pushing at the right time i was calling all ins at the right time I was, I was making the right decision every time reading everything real well my 5k starting stack went up to 48k and we were eight spots from the money and uh, i was 27th out of uh, 127 left or something and uh, i was about half the biggest stack as it's far a Sunday as, tournament, like the hundred k. Yeah, it was hundred k, right? And 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 uh, top prize in the tournament was twenty three k. So that, it would have been nice to win. And at this point, there's only hundred twenty seven people left, and I'm like twenty seventh in chip, so I'm right in there. And I get aces, and uh, the guy raises early position. I I, I re raise him. Uh, I, I think maybe one other person called him. It comes back around, or maybe just me and him. Whatever it was, the flop was uh, like jack nine four two diamonds. I've got aces, no diamond. And he fires out at me. This guy's a, the like the chip leader of the whole tournament. He just donk bet fires out at me. Well, that's a crappy thing. I, I see that, I go, crap. You know, there's no way to get away from this. This guy could have so many things with Jack-9-4-2 diamonds to where he'd just be betting out. In fact, it seems more likely he'd have something that isn't that strong because the way the blinds were, the blinds were getting pretty big. Yeah, you're not folding on the flop. Yeah, there's no way I'm folding the flop. So, so why not just, why not just let me at least check raise me 
and, and get me to put extra chips in. Otherwise, if I have something like Ace-King, I'd just be folding there. So, like, uh, you'd think that firing out is something like he wants me to fold. But it, either way, I wasn't folding. I just, I go, okay, you know, if he ha- if he's flopped a set, then, oh, well, then I'm going to lose, probably. So, he fired out. I put him all in. And there, there really wasn't, a, it's not like I could have played the hand through without going all in. It was just the way the blinds were. There was no way to, get, to do that against him. So, yeah. so I, I put it all in. Right there, figuring if he's got a draw, whatever, ace-jack, he's, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to make him uh, call it off right here. He snap-called me, had pocket jacks, flop top set. That was that. So I'm like, God, I put all these hours into it on, on my Sunday, get all the way here, eight from the money, which wasn't all that much money, but it was still the money. And, and more importantly, was like 27th in chips to win 23K, and just in one, one flash, it's gone. And I know that's how they yeah. work, and this wasn't, it's not like it was a bad beat. I mean, it was a two-outer on the flop, but, you know, it was a, he flopped a set over my ace. This is a very standard tournament spot, and, and there's, you know, the, the way the stacks were, there's no way to get away from it. Like, what a freaking waste of time this was. Like, that's what I kept saying to myself. What a terrible waste of my Sunday this was. Now, were you, were you playing another game on the side, or were you just focusing <clears> No, no, I was just playing this, because I was, I was taking a break from the 3060, because I was running so bad in it recently. So I was like, I was like oh, this is all I'm doing. Yeah. And it was so slow, and I'm like, okay, at least I'm doing well. And then it was just That's gone. Why so, it feels worse, though, is because if you're just playing that table, yeah. If you were maybe playing another game on the side, it wouldn't feel as bad. And I was like, I was like, oh, I could have done so many things with with this Sunday, and instead I did this crap for for four or five hours, whatever it was, till this happened. So I was so frustrated. And I said, you know, I have so many more poker points left. I've got to play like four more of these because my poker points are going to expire on September 30th, as will yours, as will everybody's. So yeah. I said, this is my only choice. I, I might as well play these free tournaments to me, even though I don't really like them, because that's all I can do with it. Well, then I thought, I almost played this Labor Day $270 tournament, again with points, and then I thought, wait a minute. Let me think about these sports things. So I started asking around, can I combine these $10 sports bonuses to be like one big sports bet? And no one really knew, but uh, I decided to try a test with it. And just get two of them. But then I saw the bad news. I'd had to wait 24 hours to even see that because they don't uh, process it for 24 hours. Anyway, after talking to Bovada support, and which is usually useless, but I was convinced. I spoke to someone there who seemed knowledgeable, and it seemed to me that yes, I could just buy all these $10 bonuses. And as an added reason to do this, it was a better deal because you would get. Uh, a $10 sports bonus for 900 points, meaning each point was worth 1.11 cents, where buying it in tournaments is only worth 1 cent. So it's like an 11% better value. Yeah, it's better value. There's a slight rollover, but if you've got a decent balance in your account, you're not really worried about that too much. Yeah, or if you're just betting sports anyway, if you're going to bet sports with real money anyway, like I am. They, they wa- did, right after they uh, announced this, it's gone now because I'm actually looking in this thing just to see, but they did have a $10 cash bonus for a while, but... They, they wanted twelve hundred and fifty points. No, I, I, yeah, I actually that prefer was, this. So, yeah, so so I went and, and uh, I, I just went and bought over and over and over ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars, and it was fast. You just click it through every few yeah, seconds, and and within a few minutes, I've I've I had used all my poker points, and I had bought nine hundred sixty dollars of sports bonuses, and sure enough, next day. Nine hundred sixty dollars is is in my account now. I can't cash it out. I had to roll it over three times, meaning I had to make a almost $3,000 worth of sports bets, but that, that doesn't take that long to do at, at the level that I bet. And uh, provided I, I don't... I think you said, I mean, well, 
I'm just, you just said you wanted to put. You were trying to get some more money. I don't know if you were trying to get more money on this site. You were trying to do something with Bitcoin. I don't know if it was to get money on here or to get money on Ignition. I don't know if that was what it was, but yeah, that, that's well. Yeah, I was because I was running bad in poker. That's why I was trying to get the yeah. Uh, the Bitcoin. So I mean, it wasn't. Uh, you know, it was. You were going to bet some sports probably anyway. Yeah, I was. That's, that's the whole point. That's way. the whole point. I was going to do it anyway. Turns. But my suggestion yeah. to you guys listening: if you have poker points on Bovada, this is the best way. To get rid of them, you get the best value with it, and uh, and even if you don't want, to, if you don't really like betting sports, if you really want, you could bet both sides of the same game and guarantee yourself uh, cash minus whatever uh, the, the juice is. You could just bet both sides of the same game. But this is what I would advise doing, unless you really like these tournaments. And I didn't, I, so I just want to let everybody know you can do multiples of the tens, and then they just all add together. You don't even have to do anything; they automatically add together. So if you do 45 purchases of, of $10 sports bonuses, you'll get $450 just plopped in your account to bet sports with. So, And as I said, it's a three times rollover, meaning you have to bet that much. Three times whatever the bonuses, you have to bet that much to be able to cash it out. But that's not very much. It's, it's yeah. not like a 20 times rollover. If, if sports, I'm just going to say something, though. If sports isn't what somebody wants to bet, they did add a lot of other uh, ones where like they used to have just like a like for example $100 plus $9 uh, you know it's 1000 or 10900 uh points that's for like a regular tournament they added like uh $100 plus $5 which you can actually use for like uh, uh heads up sit and go or you can use it for like a 6 max hyper turbo that only has like 5% rake you can actually use those to play your points as well I mean, how so much if you want to just play something short game you, you instead of playing like a long MTT you could do it that way yeah that's true yeah, so there's. So I, mean, just, I, I play a lot of like a lot of heads up sit and goes and hyper turbos, and you can do that with them because now they have added a lot with five percent. Um, so yeah, that's so that's just some various uh, advice I'm giving as far you you definitely want to use them all. Do not let them go away. Do not let them expire on the thirtieth because you'll regret it. It's free money. Why would you ever waste free money? So make sure all your poker points are used, and also. <coughs> Sorry, but that you have to use the client to do it to, to convert them the client the poker client. So you can't do it through the website. You can't do it through the mobile app. You need the poker client to be able to do it. And I have a somebody was asking about that in the in the thread. Yeah, it was daily asking about it. So I I, I posted on the poker fraud alert uh, the poker community discussion forum. You can find that thread about Bovada there, and I'm explaining there how to do it and how to convert your poker points through the client and. Uh, Definitely do it. Here's here's some texts we got from the six one nine. What a pleasant surprise finding Poker Fraud Alert on live to keep me company driving to Vegas. Yeah, that is. Uh, you know, driving to Vegas at this time it, it's very lonely, especially if you're alone in the car. It's just you and the open road. There's nothing to see because it's dark. If you're coming from Southern California, you know, four or five hours, and this guy, uh, you know, he happens to find Poker Fraud Alert, which he didn't expect. I guess he thought we were going to be on Wednesday. So yeah, here we are live and. I wonder if he's using the call to listen line. I bet he is, because this way the cell reception is not an issue, as long as you have enough to make a phone call, which is much easier than data. From the 443, referring to some of our poker talk earlier, or the the poker news talk, boring, much rather hear Drexel's crickets and the silent guy snore, dull show. (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, Let's see here. From the Drexel's still there, I think. Someone else texting. I, I wanted to talk to Rosa. I couldn't get through. So I want to talk to Grandma Rosa. 
from the 505, just tuned in, but do people not realize Ted Forrest was free-rolling Mike Matisau as well? He might have been. I know it was a lower amount of money, 100000 but uh, it's possible that he was free-rolling him for hundred or 150000 his side of the bet because you know, Ted Forrest has been pretty broke for a while. So it is possible that I think was happening. He, I think he realized he could come up with that amount of money to, to bet him there. Like he thought this was the greatest bet. He, 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 like, if you feel really dedicated, some of these guys actually do have a lot of dedication to want to lose that much weight or do something just because they need the money. Like, yeah, the, the problem with weight loss... You starve yourself for 11 days or something, that's crazy. Well, the problem with weight loss bets is that people can sweat out a lot of water and lose like phony weight that uh, isn't a real weight loss, but it, but it temporarily shows up as weight loss. And that counts well, for a weight loss bet. Scale. Yeah. So, so that's the problem. Is that's why he was jogging in these jackets in the, in the summer, and he it was very dangerous. What he was doing, you know, he could have had heart attacks, and uh, I guess he 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 maybe even damaged his body some. So, I, I would never do anything like this. I would never attempt to lose a uh, hundred ten pounds in three months. That's very dangerous. But that's crazy. Yeah. But but still, uh, I I'd be afraid to bet it against somebody. Someone who's dedicated enough to, to do it and, and take the risk to their health, they they can really drop weight very fast, especially water weight. So I, I remember, in fact, there was some sort of weight loss contest that uh, one of my old girlfriends, she at her work, there was a weight loss contest. And I remember she told me how shocked she was at how dedicated this one guy in the office was who just dropped not 110 pounds, but I think he lost like 65 pounds in a short time. And this is not someone who's really fat. This is just someone who's maybe a little bit heavy, but not really fat to where 65 pounds in a short time would be very tough to do. But this guy did it. And same sort of thing, just you know, sweating out all the water. And and uh, she, she thought it looked uh, very dangerous what he was doing, but he won the contest. And I forgot how much he won. It wasn't $2 million. But I, I thought of that when I heard about this weight loss bet. It's just a type of bet. Even something that sounds like someone can't do it, uh, they might be able to. So Especially for that type of money. Well, you know that for every two hours that you don't put anything, or excuse me, for every eight hours you don't put anything in your body, you lose two pounds. Oh, look, we have another person who just joined us here. Is, is this that Hanson kid? This is the Hanson kid. I'm driving back from Commerce. And, and did you win there? I did. I had a good night. I've been uh, listening to the show. I actually turned the show on right at 8 p.m., and it seems like you guys had a record for the intro. It looked like it was about three hours and 15 minutes tonight. <laughs> and uh, were you listening on the call to listen line by any chance? No, you weren't. It disappoints me. Well, I mean, I was streaming it through my phone. I know. I just, I but, just, but, I just always have this fantasy that someone's like, "I want to listen to Poker Fraud Alert." Oh man, the data's not good enough here. Wait, there's the call to listen line. Oh, I'm so glad that exists. Thanks for making that. That's that's always what I, I hope. But your your site is blocked, so drop commerce Wi-Fi identifies your site as a gambling site. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? That I, I know. I thought that was hilarious. That, that that commerce, a casino, blocks Poker Fraud Alert because Poker Fraud Alert is a gambling site. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Well, even when you're on commerce's Wi-Fi, though, sometimes Bravo doesn't work for the same reasons. You know, the thing that's supposed to track their games so that you can look at the games, if you're on yeah. their Wi-Fi, they block that, too. I think they're using some sort of third-party company to decide what is and isn't. I think they just don't want people browsing porn from the hotel rooms or something. So I think probably gambling gets lumped in there, and then it ends up that ridiculous situation of a, a casino blocking a, a gambling discussion for them. It's got to be bad No, you can, surf, sure. well, you can surf porn on there. 
Oh, you, oh, you can surf porn, but no gambling. That's funny. Yeah. I wonder if they're blocking gambling just because they don't want to, like the competition. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they don't want you sitting up there yeah, playing online poker or something. Weird. They 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 had blocked Crushlight Poker for a while, but now we're not on. We're not blocked. Who knows what algorithm they're going with? Yeah, I just got a message from Lou Father saying the Greek Town Casino uh, in in Michigan they block uh, poker fraud alert as well. Wow, that is a bummer. So, uh, okay, so is there anything you heard tonight uh, so far in the show, uh, Hanson Kid, that uh, well, you want to comment on? What's your? I mean, I listened to the whole thing. I mean, sometimes I was involved in hands and stuff, but like, what side do you fall on? in the whole Ben versus Doug thing? Or do you think they're just both kind of dumb? Well, I, I think Ben did something uh, that was very wrong and messed up. That he, you know, he screwed Doug in their agreement. I, I feel that. And then I feel, as far as Doug is concerned, that uh, that video and all the personal stuff he tries to bring into this, I felt was very petty, and that he also overstated the uh, how big of a deal it was that he sat with him at cap no limit. Yeah, I just, I mean, there are two. I mean, I, I'll echo your sentiments. I mean, there's just two. I, I honestly, like, since the World Series, I actually talked to Kawhi about this. I haven't really been all that active on my personal Twitter because, you know, I was putting out tweets every day with little tips, and I, I just got so much shit that I didn't want to deal with it. But one of the things that Kawhi taught me pretty well, especially with the whole Lyman situation, is I just don't go public with any of the stuff. It just looks really bad like posting stuff on 2 plus 2, going back and forth. People don't understand how misinterpreted texts are and forum posts are. It's just it's just a big, big mess. And there's a lot of haters out there, too. So a lot of those guys on 2 plus 2, they just love the fact that they can tear down Doug Polk, whether it's justified or not. Seems like the only guy that's untouchable nowadays is Phil Galfon, but I know that people are just waiting in the wings where if his fight doesn't work, they're just going to go at him now, too. Yeah, yeah. strangely you enough, know, that's I the one thing we, we haven't talked about yet. That's the last uh, topic of the of the main agenda is the Phil Galfond uh, attempt to start a gambling. So actually, there's that and the Caesars thing, but those are the last two things we're going to talk about. But, yeah, that's uh, you, you're probably right that if, if that's a fail site, that people are going to enjoy making fun of that and making uh, you know, tearing him down for that thing if it does not work out. Well, two plus two I is mean, a cancer, thing- I mean... Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's just really bad. And the one other thing I find interesting, you guys touched on it a little bit, but, you know, I had heard, because I play all these high-stakes 08 events, I know some guys that are very, very specialized in 08 and 08 tournaments, and I had heard through the grapevine a little bit that Gus Hansen had lost most of his money playing heads-up 08 on full tilt. And the guy or groups of guys that he had lost it to basically wrote themselves a program that figured out the math of heads up away. You know, Hanson was playing like 1K, 2K, 2K, 4K. And the question is, if you make your own software and it's telling you what to do while you're playing, is that cheating if or if it's not against the terms of agreements because they don't even know what you're using? Almost like the whole synthetic drug cat and mouse game that the government plays nowadays where people change a molecule in synthetic drugs, and now it's not illegal because it's not in the water, you know? And, and the future of online poker and artificial intelligence, it's like, well, how can you play online at all anymore moving forward? It's kind of like backgammon and computer chess. Like, you're never going to know if somebody's remotely using a computer to tell yeah. them what to do. Well, the, the, the poker software can 
it, depending on how intrusive it is, can detect some of these. But but as far as whether it should be allowed, I think it, they just need to ban all kind of third party tools that give you any kind of advice or information during the game. And if you want to, when you're not playing, use uh, information. You, you want to use tools to analyze hand histories and learn from them. That should be fine. But I think that there should yeah, not be no, any. They can ban it. They can ban, they can try to ban it all you want. I mean, people are savvy enough to run it off locally on a different network. You can't detect it. Well, it, start, mean, it starts getting harder and harder. Are you going to tell me that people aren't going to use it on the side? But it starts getting harder and harder to do and and uh, and use it effectively if you're using a whole different computer and have to enter everything you know as it's occurring. Or there, there's there's always ways. If it's interactive enough, then then they can always tell. They always have ways to tell if they write the write it well enough to to look for these tools, and if it's if it's the, if, if it's on like the same a, computer you can because like I remember like Poker Stars back in the day. I used to play a lot of Sit and Go. It's called like Sit and Go Wizard. Anytime you open that software and Poker Stars open, it said you can't you run this. You can't run this at the same time. Yeah, but and, and but even if you run it on a different machine, like if you run a different machine, the only way to do it that is totally undetectable is if you enter by hand. Okay, you know the. This is the this is what this person has in their stack. This is what I have in my stack. This, these are my hands. This is what's on the board. That, you know, like it's a lot to enter in a short time. That you have to make the decision. Right. So, so that, oh, that's. But I think they're way past that though now, Drop. You can have stuff that's running off of locally and it's picking up. I mean, they, you write scripts on the side that picks up everything that, that's done. I mean, how I would know way more about. Well, I'm saying, but these are detectable. It's detectable. Well. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying it's detectable, and they can have a very harsh terms of service if you're caught doing this. Uh, you'll be shut down. The problem comes where they're not against the terms of service, and then people can just run them. And then, and then, if it, where they have to stay away from is defining a bot. They shouldn't say a bot is this, but a, a bot is not this. They should just make it very broad. If it's any piece of software that helps you make any decision based upon uh, uh, any hands that are there, either the hands that you enter yourself, you know, type in yourself, or ones that it sees itself by, by examining the, the poker software that's running, this is against our terms, and if we catch you, we not only shut your account down, but we confiscate your money. And, and yes, so you're talking about HUDs too then, right? Yes. I, I think that it should all be... Because the problem is it's still giving it an unfair advantage over those that don't use it, and, and it's, it's still allowing uh, a computer to help people analyze things and make decisions. It's a little different than uh, um, if, if you want to have a, like a tool to analyze hand histories and, and come up with strategy or whatever. That's, that's a different story. Or if you want to uh, analyze hand histories and, and look at people's tendencies and stuff, that's fine. But you shouldn't have it where it can display anything on the screen or make moves for you or give you advice. Nothing like that. I think all that should be banned. I think that's, that's the most fair way to do it and that makes it where everybody is playing entirely based upon their own ability and not, not, not being assisted by a computer in any way, even if a computer helped them. Now, it, in theory, no, I mean, in theory, I, I agree with you, but, I mean, we've seen super user scandals in the past when there's enough money involved, even if it's against the terms of services, you don't think that there are going to be people that are going to be running this stuff on the side? Well, no, there will be. My whole point is not the law. I'm not even talking about the rules. I'm just saying that, as computer stuff gets more and more advanced, you just can't trust it when you're playing for that type of money. Yes, for, for that type of money, I agree. For, for that type of money, no. I'd be nervous. And also, uh, yes, there will always be people who, who violate it and take the chance, and uh, you may always run into that. I'm just saying that the sites need to make it as difficult as possible. They need to make the, the rules as strict as possible, the consequences uh, 
that you need to make them stiff for violating it and then you know for the people that still do it okay you know that's going to happen but it'll be a lot less if it's uh very very strict against it uh, it's like they got all these new tools. It's like almost like if you look at sports and all the, the various new performance-enhancing drugs, it's almost like that with, with poker sites. Like how do you enforce everything? New, something new comes out all the time. You know, what's, what do you, like, where do you draw the line? What, how do you, you know what I mean? Well, it's just, I, I just feel the line should be drawn at, and again, it can't be completely enforced because there's always uh, people will, will continue breaking it and, and those you just have to catch and some will get away with it. But... I'm saying that as far as the terms of service, as far as the rules they make and the, and the con- and, and stiff consequences for the rules, if you break them, that it should be just anything that is assisting you while you play in any way should not be allowed, period. Well, I mean, like I said, I don't have a problem with that, but I just I don't even know if that's really the issue moving forward. I mean, I don't mean to be a pessimist, but I, I maybe the days of online poker are over in the sense of just that you can't, I mean, with like I said, as computers advance, how can you possibly trust even playing for mid stakes the other side at all? Well, you can't, and that's that's also you know? why that's also why you may just have to say, look, this may be happening, but I'm just going to put up with it because there's enough fish in the game in a six max game that I'll, I'll put up with a bot or two there, even if they're not supposed to be there. I'll, I'll just tolerate them because I'm I'm playing six max, and that's not who I'm there for. So you have to make a decision for yourself: do I tolerate it or do I just boycott the whole thing because uh, I don't trust any of it? And that's a decision I've had right. to make every day playing online poker. Of, of do I trust it? Like you know, this big. I, I just uh, lost a lot of money straight on Bovada, and, and some of them were just the sickest spots where I'm thinking, you know, how is it over and over and over again? Every time I get in a big hand, I just lose, 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 even when I'm like ninety, ninety-six percent chance to win. How is this happening so many times straight? And uh, and I, of course, it crosses my mind. What if the, what if this is some form of rigging it as as they're closing the room? What if they're you know, I, I these go through my head, and I also say, well, it could just be incredibly bad luck as i've had playing live before it's it's hard to tell and i always have to go through this in my mind you know if i'm winning every day then great then i don't have to think very much other than just you know money's rolling in when i'm losing then i always have to think you know do i really want to continue is it possible it's not right you have to go through that and yet you, you have to assess the risk uh by the way caller we have another caller is this handicap me yep how's it going guys i i said that I, as soon as you call in and say that you're getting ready for work that's when i know it's getting too late no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? I'm actually up early today. Well, it's getting close to 6 a.m. there. Well, yeah, I was just trying to get this down longer. So. Okay. Well, you know, we'll, we'll be here for... I, we, I've got uh, two topics, uh, three topics to do still. I've got the... Uh, Got the Phil Galfon room. I've got the Caesars situation, and I've got uh, the Wells Fargo situation, so... Trap, let me ask you one more question, though, about that, about that thing, because you were just saying, that reminded me of something. Obviously, you've got intimate knowledge of the whole ultimate, that thing. I never liked Mark Safe from the day I was doing Live at the Bike, and there was that story about how, I don't even know who it was, playing Mark Safe heads up at 100, 200 on Absolute, and then Mark Safe was getting destroyed, and then he came back in the room, and then the guy felt like Mark Safe was super using him. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, that was actually someone who, uh, his, his name is Michael Reed. He, he went under Reggie Man, and he was a, a limit player. And he he was playing Mark. See, Mark was not a good limit hold'em player. He just wasn't. And, and he was seen by the regulars there as a fish, and not like in an arrogant way, like where everyone thinks they're better than everybody else. He, he, he legitimately was uh, not anywhere as good as, as the good limit hold'em regulars on that site. So Reggie Man was playing him heads up, doing very well against him, 
at, at I think hundred two hundred or one fifty three hundred. And then Mark busted his account, and then said, "Hang on, punk! I'm going to be right back to destroy you." And sat out for a little bit, came back with like fifteen thousand dollars. And the weird thing is his avatar picture changed, which is really weird because you know that that has to be. Uh, even if you're Mark Safe, who was who was an investor of the site, you you know the, it's support that has to approve any kind of avatar change. So somehow the avatar changed right then. He sat back in with fifteen thousand, and then from there on, from that point forward, not only couldn't Reggie Man beat him, but Mark always seemed to be making the right move. Mark was, uh, and this is before the the other super user stuff came out. So had had Reggie Man accused him of it, he would have sounded crazy. He would have sounded like a sore loser. But but. Uh, there was there was the infamous King Nine hand where uh, Mark raised pre flop, Reggie Man three bet with King Nine with King Nine offsuit, Mark four bet in position, Reggie Man called and flop came King King Nine. Reggie Man planned to check raise the flop. He checks. Mark checks. Turn is like some blank. Reggie Man bets he folds. And the, for those of you that don't know Limit Hold'em that well, the reason this is so ridiculous is that there's all kinds of light three bets out of position in Heads Up Limit Hold'em. So if you four bet a light, th- uh, if you four bet the person in position in Limit Hold'em, and the board comes king king nine, there are so many boards where someone who's three betting you is going to fold, even if you've totally missed it, even if you capped it with junk. There's many people who are going to fold that king king nine with their three bet because they may not have ace high. They may have they may have uh, queen you know they may have uh, queen eight and just give up. They may have you know, five six suited. They have seven eight suited. Things like that. You know, there's a lot of hands that are going to three bet that they're going to just give up. So to not at least throw one flop bet out there was really really strange after capping at pre and and then fold and then just folding. It's not like he had ace high and said I'm going to call down to fold to Reggie Man's next bet on the turn. There's in limit holding was really strange, but it wasn't just that hand. There were so many hands, and, and then Reggie Man just got destroyed. And the thing with the avatar changing, my theory about this... See, I, Mark Mark was always known as, as someone who had a temper. Mark would get agitated very easily. He would tilt and chat. He, he would uh, cuss people out on the site. He would, he would get people's chat banned just because... Uh, you know, he he was fighting with them, saying, "Hey, you don't know what I can do here." He he'd even taunt people, saying, "You know, you have no idea how much money I have. You have no idea what my position on this site is. You know, you, you you're clueless. You don't know how much power I have here." So, I believe that Mark, for the most part, didn't cheat. Why do I say that? Because he was losing. He was he was he was a fish. So, he wasn't a fish who was winning. He was a fish who was losing on that site. So, I think that Mark, for the most part, uh, didn't believe in cheating. And wanted to play a fair game even when he, when he was losing. However, Reggie Man was talking so much trash to him and had, and had talked trash to him the day before. I left that out. Reggie Man had, uh, the day before, was talking all kinds of trash to Mark and Chat in, in a different game, in a, 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 like a full ring game. So I think that Mark hated him. And he, now Mark not only hates him, but is losing a lot of money to him, heads up. So, Re, so Mark busts his account. And thinks to himself, you know what? I never cheat. I'm not a cheater. But just this one time, this guy's such an asshole, this Reggie man, I'm going to get him. Just this one time, I- I'm, I'm going to screw this guy. And I don't have proof of this, but this is, you know, it seems likely to me. And so he, so I think he called up whoever had access to that tool, probably Scott Tom or whoever else, AJ 
whoever, whoever was uh, uh, AJ Green, whoever was he could reach there, and said, "Hey, you know that tool you have for where I can uh, see everyone's whole cards? Uh, let me use it that one time. Just let me. This is one guy I hate here. I'm playing him heads up. He's being a real dick to me. Just let me let me teach him a lesson. Just this one time." So like, okay, sure, Mark, here it is. And then when Mark went and did it, um, he probably said, "Oh, by the way, I changed my avatar. Can you change? You know, can you approve it for me?" Because right then is when the avatar changed. And uh, so he probably. But, but didn't Mark deny though that there was ever cheating going on? Right. Right. So this is what happened. So so after after the. So at the time when Reggie Man lost, he privately told one of his friends that that I was good friends with that, that he suspected this, but they both decided not to say anything. I, I think I think the friend posted it, but 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 Reggie Man never did because he felt like he'd come off as a sore loser. But once the once the super user thing came out, he thought about hey, a year earlier this is what happened with Mark. So um, Mark, but Mark when he anal- he watched this uh, this video. Someone made about the Pot Ripper tournament where Pot Ripper was cheating, and definitely was cheating. There's no question anymore. In fact, they admitted later he was cheating. Mark was the only person to have watched that and said, I, "I'm not seeing any conclusive cheating there." And it was obvious to anyone with the slightest knowledge of poker that there was obvious cheating in that Pot Ripper tournament. So Mark claimed that he doesn't see it, which is suspicious. And when I brought up the situation with the hand histories, Mark went and asked Absolute Poker for the hand histories of the match with Reggie Man and said that somehow they were lost. <laughs> and then showed a really, really phony-looking chat session that he had with support about it being gone. So it was very, very suspicious. At the very least, we know for sure there was super using on there. We, you know, with the whole, Looking at the whole cards, we know that it happened at Limit Hold'em. We know that Mark was an owner there. And we know that Mark left and came back, the avatar changed, suddenly he couldn't do anything wrong, he seemed to always know what Reggie Man had. So, connect the dots. We don't have absolute proof, but pretty close. So that was, uh, that was what happened there. Are you still here, uh, Hanson Kid? Yeah, I'm still here. I mean, I just know that you would, you would know that, but your story on Bovada just of Limit Fulham reminds me yeah. so of that. Because me and Mark Spacey, we there was no love loss because... Uh, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was something on 2 Plus 2 in 2005, but he was a real douche. Yeah, he was. What happened to him? I haven't heard from him in a long no, time. No, he, he pretty much vanished uh, after, shortly after all that, he just kind of went away. So I, I don't know what he's doing now. Yeah, he's also an attorney, but I don't know if he's practicing. I, I don't know what he's doing. But he's he's been out of poker, but it, at least in Limit Hold'em, he was not a winning player. I can tell you that. People, I was happy to see him in the game. He was honestly someone who... I was I was happy to see sit down with me. Not even just like a, a a pro that I didn't have all that much respect for the game. This was someone who actually I thought was at, you know, added to the value of the game for being there. So anybody else want to call in seven seven five fraud fifty five seven seven five three seven two eight three five five? Talking a bit about Phil Galfons and his uh, poker site. He is starting a, a new poker site. It's uh, not going to be serving U.S. players. So if you're a U.S. listener, unless you leave the country, you're not going to be playing on Phil Galfon's site. He's going to be doing hey, everything. Matt. Yeah. I'm going to um, actually go because I did oh, no problem. drive for like a few minutes. But um glad the show's still on. Appreciate what you guys do. Where's Brandon? 
the way. Brandon, see, I, I don't know. He just kind of faded away. I don't know where he is. Uh, because I would, like, I would have expected him to interrupt during that whole Reggie Dance thing. It's, it was, like, connected. But, okay. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Okay, Bye. talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, it's, it's we lost Brandon, and uh, it was funny. Brandon disappeared, then he came back, and then he disappeared again. So I don't know. Uh, going to the Phil Galfon thing. He wrote a blog saying the following. This was on August 31st. The blog is called A Poker Site Should. A poker site should value poker players. It should value the casual player for the money he's willing to put on the line to play a game he loves. For choosing poker over other hobbies and for choosing their site over other sites. It should value the enthusiast and semi-professional for the liquidity they provide for growing the game. For spreading the word across different mediums about their favorite site. That's a real cough. That's not me mocking Phil Galfon. It should value the professional for embodying the dream that brings so many people to poker, for proving that poker is a game of skill, for promoting the game of poker to their fans, students, followers, or subscribers. A poker site needs to believe in the dream of poker as a career. It shouldn't cater to professionals over other players, but it must make every policy change with the viability of the dream in mind. A poker poker site needs to be a software and user experience company. Like other software companies, it should be eager to mine the trove of knowledge, experience, ideas, and feedback of its player base. It should seek to build a fun and engaging environment that all types of players enjoy playing in. A poker site should be transparent. It can't respond to every little idea, thought, or wish, but it should do its best to explain its actions. It can't seek to please everyone by making changes that hurt the business, but it shouldn't ignore the public. It should be held accountable for the decisions it makes. It should be able to explain itself in a way that reasonable customers will understand. A poker site should believe in fairness. Not fairness for the sake of public image and profit, but fairness for fairness's sake. It shouldn't let honest honest players, professional or recreational, be taken advantage of by others exploiting unenforceable rules. It should seek to put a stop to predatory behavior and cheating of any kind. It should strive to create a level playing field as possible. A poker site should be agile in this ever-changing online environment. New ideas for improvement should be acted upon. New advances in technology should be responded to. New problems should be met with creative solutions. A poker site should understand that it doesn't have to lose for the players to win. Poker operators, professionals, and non-professionals all have their goals, wants, and needs, and these lists aren't mutually exclusive. It is possible for policy changes to be win-win-win or win-win-tie. The search for these changes should be never-ending. A poker site shouldn't should not obsess over where poker was five or ten years ago. It should seek to build a sustainable economy in the condition to the present. It must continue to adapt to the climate. I want a fair, honest, transparent poker site that believes in the dream that I have lived. I'm going to give it my best shot. So that's Phil Galfon's announcement that he's starting a poker site that supposedly will have all these attributes. And then... uh, the first response to this on Poker Fraud Alert was from Snake in the Ass, who said, This is how rich guys go broke. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he kind of has a point that it's a very risky proposition in, in this day and age of poker to be starting a new poker site and putting any kind of money into investment in one. Because the market's pretty saturated, and that's true. Now, Galfon brings up a lot of good points. I, I can't say I disagree with any of his statements about what a poker site should be. Uh, they, they shouldn't 
a poker site there there is a place for pros on a poker site. I know a lot of poker sites these days are trying to uh, drive out the pros as much as they can, but there is a place for pros. Pros do bring action to the site. They almost act as like unpaid props. They, there's players that want to aspire to be like the pros, so you want players to see them and see how successful they are and attempt to continue playing and, and maybe become like those pros one day. Uh, of course, the fish are very important to keep happy, the one he refers to as casual players. That's obvious. Uh, something I really agree, he says a poker site needs to be a software and user experience company and that they should mine the trove of knowledge that its player base brings. Totally true. All of the poker sites that exist, even PokerStars, seem to have problems with this. Now, PokerStars is very good with their, their software and interface, but they're, not still, they're still not very good with the community. They're still not very good at understanding the community's wants, needs, concerns, especially nowadays in the Amaya era. So he's saying that uh, a new poker site needs to ask the community what it wants, needs to consult the community as much as possible, and not shouldn't just drop a product on the community and say this is the way it is because there's there's a lot of people that can help. Some will even do it for free. He's also saying a poker site should be transparent, and I agree. That's a big problem. Poker Stars, by the way, is not transparent at all. They're they're uh, they have good software. They they're the best of the sites, but they are not transparent. They never have been, and they're not always fair. So a poker site should be fair, as he said. A poker site should be transparent. You should always feel like you can trust the poker site and that you understand all of their actions and that it's never just like, we're making this decision, we're not telling you why, that's the way it is, or, or too bad, this is just we did what we decided, but we're not giving you justification. Like we, uh, Poker stars, for example, they had all those fails at their live events, at the PCA at the EPT Barcelona, various problems where players get cheated or not treated well. And PokerStars always covers it up. They, they never try to make it right once everyone gets back home. All they want to do is cover it up. They're, they're not transparent, and they're not always fair. So what Phil is saying, look, you know, and this is the way I would run a poker site. I would say if you, there's any problem, you're, you're treated unfairly. Bring it to me personally. I'll make sure it's made right. I'm not saying you can walk all over me or the site, but I'm saying that uh, we're never going to walk all over you. We're never going to cheat you. We're never going to screw you and say, well, this is our decision. Tough luck. Unless it's a fair decision. So you know, tr- he, he wants transparency and fairness and says he's going to bring that, and I, I think that's great. Uh, he's saying that a poker site should not obsess with the way poker was five or ten years ago, but should see the current economy of poker and then adapt to it, which I, I agree to that as well. And that sometimes you can make everyone happy, or at least close to happy, that is the recreational players, the kind of semi-professionals and the professionals, you can make them all happy at once because they all have different goals as to why they're there. You don't have to piss off one group to make the other happy. So these are all true things. These are all things that could be done better by every poker site that exists today, even poker stars. So it would sound like, from what I'm saying here, that he's going to succeed because he's bringing something that's badly needed in the poker world. But I'm not sure about that. I'd like to see it succeed, but it is very, very hard to unseat a giant. And PokerStars is very... 
What were I, I have to say it, but I think he has about zero percent chance of succeeding. But what I think this might do is give some other poker rooms the message of you know maybe I'm coming for you. Maybe these are some things you want to actually look into. This is what you know players of my caliber want to see, and I'm trying to be fair about it all. But like to raise the capital to even put a dent into what PokerStar is doing, it's just not possible. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem is that the marketing what that would be involved. In, in, you need like nine figures, I mean, and that's how much money you're going to need to get going. Yeah, that's the problem. You, you not only need a good software product and and uh, good support in place and everything like that. It costs but, a ton in security, by the way. Yeah. Millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars probably just security alone. I'm not joking. That stuff's expensive. Yeah, the, the, right. And then you also have. The marketing, which is going to be very, very expensive to get the word out that this is the new place to play, if you just count on well, word. Is he talking or, about being? Is he talking about being a skin, or is he going to actually start? No, 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 no. There's a whole network. new site. No, there's a whole new site. He's saying, he's basically saying all the current poker sites suck. They they all leave a lot to be desired. This is the way it should be. We're starting our own, totally new site. And and once everyone sees how great we are and how we've, we're doing it right in the first place, everyone's going to come here and ditch everywhere else. That, that's basically what he's trying to say. And so he's intending to compete with poker stars. That's the whole point here. He's not going to go into the U.S. market. He's not going to do anything illegal. It sounds like they're – now, I don't know who's investing in this. I don't know who he got to invest. I, clearly, Phil Galfon can't afford to do this himself. It's a very expensive venture. Uh, but wouldn't PokerStars have, like, at a minimum, I'm not even, this isn't even an exaggeration, for whatever money he gathers up, PokerStars is going to have, what, 500 times the resources that he has in terms of money? Well, yeah, I don't know how much. 100 to 500 times? I, I don't know how much he's going to gather, but it, it'll be a lot more. And, and that's the other concern, is that even if he does manage to start putting a dent in their business, then they can f- strike back, make changes themselves. It's not like PokerStars can't uh, adapt to whatever he's doing. So even if he starts to be successful, they could say, okay, well, we're going to copy what he's doing right, and then no one's going to have a reason to go over there. The, the only time these sites fall apart in, in a, a market where it's pretty stable is if they don't listen to the needs of the customers, and the customers are frustrated enough to where they go over to the new one. Like An example of this was when everybody abandoned, when the high-limit players and medium players abandoned Hollywood Park to go to Commerce. And that was because for a long time Hollywood Park was ignoring the concerns of the players, and the place became a shithole, and there, it was dangerous in the parking lot, and and the the room just got dilapidated, and and you know the high limit players just felt like that they were, uh, you know, they were getting harassed by people uh, trying to hit them up for loans, and it just it was a ghetto experience over there. People didn't like it, and then Commerce opened up that new high limit room, that new big, uh, nice looking high limit room over there in 2002 and uh, people finally said, all right, we've, we've had enough. We have a, a good alternative now in commerce and went over there and between them and the bike, it really uh, decimated Hollywood parks business. And there has been, but that's because Hollywood parks sat on their ass and they watched their mid and high limit action disappear because they, they did not address the concerns that a lot of people had poker stars. I don't know if they're going to do that. Poker stars may say, okay, if, if for some reason Phil is successful with, it, with what he's doing or starts to be successful, he won't be successful overnight. If he starts to be successful, then poker stars can adjust and say, okay, well, we're going to change this too. And then there it goes. There's, there's one other issue I thought of that could be a problem in that, okay, Phil Galfon has pointed out a lot of things that people who are very familiar with online poker will complain about. 
lack of transparency, lack of fairness all the time, software not always being the best, uh, you know, policies that are hostile towards pro players, things like that. Well, okay, fine. That makes the site that makes his new site good for me, good for you. But what about the recreational player? The recreational player doesn't notice these things. They they don't care about these things. They don't think about how the pro is being treated. They don't think about is the site fair or transparent. All the recreational player wants is to deposit money, find a game to play, and enjoy playing it. That's it. So I think his new site might have trouble attracting anything but the dedicated pro who's kind of fed up with with poker stars. And that's not going to be enough to to be successful. So. Yeah, I agree. Like even, even if he signs some other pros, this this is not, this is a different era in poker. Like when full tilt started getting huge, they had a bunch of huge names on their time, you know, on their team and they were all on ESPN. Poker was in the boom stage. It's not like that anymore. He could get a bunch of people and it's just going to be, you know, yeah, I, I think the it's only not be the same. I think the only way it really has a chance is if it does something that's that's really innovative to get people over there that that will appeal to everybody that may even involve taking a loss at the beginning. You know, charge that's no why I think he, charge he has to take a loss in the beginning. Not actually not put a ton of money in so he doesn't like just blow his load real quick. I think he needs just really just get a good reputation of what, and just little by little get word of mouth out there, and yeah. then put more money in as it's growing. Like for example, say for for the away. for the first two months, we're not going to charge any rake, things like that, uh, or yeah. you charge super low rake, and then people say, oh, "Okay, wow, the rake is uh, at you know zero rake or a tenth of what we pay on poker stars." Okay, we're, we're going to try that. But if it's just come over to my site because we're fair and transparent, and uh, you know we do, we know the way poker should be. That's going to attract a few diehards. That's not going to attract, attract the masses. So that's that's the problem. I'm assuming that nowadays, and you probably know better than I do, Jeff, with Bovada now that they, they accept it, but I assume that Bitcoin is, is where the currency for online poker makes the most sense now? Yeah, it, it, it does. And the reason it does, it really takes out the, well, especially in the U.S., in in, in Non-U.S. countries, it's still useful, but not as useful because uh, the U.S., the payment processing is so tough. Right. So definitely, Bitcoin is a game changer as far as that's concerned and and, and makes it easy to deposit and, and withdraw. It costs us like nothing to, to do it. I yeah. Mean, it actually costs them a lot of money to send these checks. Like, we complain about it, but they have to they send this to you like FedEx overnight from another country. They have to issue the check. they got to get a care, somebody to actually write. Well, that's the hardest thing. Is they, they, have to, right, they have to get these people who are willing to break the law and very likely get caught. And then so for that reason, these processors charge them a lot of money. I got my uh, $3,000 check from Bank of Singapore a couple days ago, actually. I've got $995 left on Bovada. I don't think I'm going to switch it to Ignition. I, I might just do a little bit of sports gambling, but it's always been a weird, weird process. But when you do a Bitcoin thing, a transfer or deposit, they don't even need to use an intermediary at all, right? It's almost like an old-school ACH transaction, right? Back in the party poker days with nobody in between. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm a little confused. Uh, when, when you when you put in or withdraw Bitcoin from a, from the site, there's no there's no process. I'm not sure if there is or not. They may or may not be processing their own Bitcoin transactions. They they still have to have something that verifies the whole thing. And uh, they could do it in house. Okay. They could do it in house. It's either in house or they have some kind of. It's definitely cheap the way they're doing it. That's why they don't charge you any fees. Like the like okay. they were charging Net Teller back in the day. Net Teller was expensive actually. Mm-hmm. They, they were a lot of times eating the cost of people doing the ACH. Like the deposit, they're eating like five percent every time. Even more than I don't that, so ever getting charged. 
I don't remember getting charged. I remember putting money on party poker. Through no, the sites were charged. Yeah, yeah, the sites were the sites were eating it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you want to hear something crazy? I discovered that these sites were mostly eating the InstaCash charge, where you could do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like the one that those were nine percent. So they were eating yeah. a nine percent, and and so uh, this was great because what I would do is I would keep it just about no money on NetTeller. I used to leave a lot of money on NetTeller. Then I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm just going to withdraw to my bank from NetTeller. And if I if I bust on the poker site, I'll just use these uh, InstaCash things, which is like a you know an EFT that gives me a credit before it actually takes it out of my account. And yeah, it's nine percent, but I don't pay it. The site pays it. So. It was it was like having a virtual bankroll there, there to where. Well, why does Bovada charge you the nine percent then? Because they just don't they figure that they don't need to eat the charge nowadays. Well, they're not charging nine percent. They do char- a credit card. The credit card they do is a credit a, card. They do. Yeah, they're they're charging you four point nine percent. There's you know almost five, and and they're they're charging it. Yeah, just because that's what they're. I don't know what their processor's charging them, but they they just want to recoup some of it. Yeah, they just figure they they can. I think Bitcoin, they're doing it so cheaply that they're willing to eat whatever very small charges they have. So Bitcoin is definitely the... Now, the funny thing is, I don't know why they're still stuck on this $9,500 limit. The 9500 before was because they didn't want to exceed the 10000 and get the attention of a lot of banks. For Bitcoin, I don't know why it's 9500 but for some reason, they stuck to the same 9500 but but still, so isn't Bitcoin entirely thing. anonymous though? Like like the dark web. That's why people buy off of silk. Well, the thing, right, the funny thing is, every transaction for Bitcoin is actually written to the blockchain. And if somebody really wants to inspect it, they can and somewhat figure out. They can't always figure out who you are, but they can figure out other things about you. So there's always this danger in that with Bitcoin using these these uh, services that uh, you use to buy and sell the Bitcoin that these services will see that you're using it for gambling. And the, the way they can find... So you never want to send it directly from Bovada to something like Circle or, uh, or Coinbase because they will see that it, that it came from Bovada or an address associated with Bovada. So you would never want to do that. You always have to get an, interme- an intermediate account at, a, at, a, at blockchain.info, which is free. And then you know, send it there first and then send it from, from blockchain you know, to, to whatever wallet you're using to cash out or deposit. What about when you buy your drugs online, though? You have to use an intermediary for that, too? Yes, because then they, they can shut you down for that, too, if they notice anything that they don't like. It's always better to use the intermediary, but but the thing is, you're not totally anonymous. They can they can track down at least what are the purchases you made and sometimes figure it out. So, like, here, let me give you an example. If uh, like By looking at the blog, they can figure out other things you've done uh, if you're not careful enough, they can fi- figure out other things you've done with uh, with your Bitcoin. So, let, let's say you let's say you just let's say you go buy something really illegal like child porn on there, okay? And then it gets the attention of the authorities. They may look at something else you bought. Let's say you bought some drugs for someone that they got shipped to your house, and because they're looking to bust you so much, they go get, they go after the person who sold you the drugs and say, "Look, we're not going to bust you. Just tell us who you sold this to and where you sent it." And then they, that person rolls over on you, and then they, uh, and, and then, and now they know you. You're, you're the same person behind both transactions. And now they know you know where to go to get the child porn. Then they come kick down your door and find your child porn, and then you, you're in jail for for a very long time. That, that's how they get some of these people. That's an extreme case, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not going to happen to most people. I'm just saying, it's it, not going to happen for gambling. Obviously. It's not going to happen for gambling. Just doing gambling. But but there have been some some situations where people have had their 
uh, Coinbase, Coinbase or, 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 or Circle can't shut down even with the intermediate uh, sites, really? they claim. They claim that. But it's not happening often. I've heard, I've heard it. Some people are claiming it's happened. It's always a small danger if they want to look deep enough into it. But uh, you definitely want to use the intermediate. Most people that get, the, get them shut down are the ones who are just using it directly. You'll, you never know what they're doing in between, though, too. Like, they might be doing some other things. What happened with it. your buddy with... What happened with the, your buddy from Seals with Club? Did he get his Bitcoin fees or something like that? What do you mean? Do you mean he, he uh... like did they come and take whatever you're talking about? Did they find him through the Bitcoin stuff? No, no, they found him because he was just blatantly uh, advertising himself as the owner of the site. Oh, okay. Yeah, now he's just saying, uh, "Hey, um, I'm the one who runs this. Uh, you know, come play here." Like that's. Uh... I always thought that was so ridiculous. I knew that day was going to come. That there, you know, something was going to bust him. It just didn't make any sense that this could just go on indefinitely, and that's what happened. Especially he lives in Nevada. I mean, yeah, living right he lived in Nevada. Somewhere else, I'm you, I, don't, I think he could have got away with it a lot longer. Yeah, he might have if he lived somewhere else. But yeah, living in Nevada, doing that was dumb. Especially as they they started their their own online poker sites there. So yeah, it was a dumb thing. He just felt like uh, you know he got away for the, for a while. He felt like it would just keep going that way and. It didn't, though I, though I heard he was planning a move to Antigua shortly before this happened anyway. Like, he started to get a little bit worried, but then, you know, the, the hammer came down before he had completely left. But, uh, anyway, so that, that's that's the uh, story with Phil Galfond. We'll see where it goes. We'll see if it ever goes anywhere. I have to say, the chances are much, much, much higher that it's going to be a complete failure than... It working. It's just very, very hard to get a whole new poker network running and successful. Very, very hard. And even if it succeeds for so a short he, time. Did he talk about where he... I mean, you said that it wasn't going to be open to U.S. players. Did he talk about where he was going to set up shop? Because aren't there individual country laws in the EU, like in Italy and France, where they yeah. have their own network? Yes, yeah, and so he had to get his own get licenses and stuff. Yeah, he's, he hasn't gone into all those details. He would have to move too, I think, as being the owner and people knowing he's the one. I mean, I don't think he could live in America anymore. Well, if he didn't serve U.S. players, he could. Well, as long as he stuck to everything true. legal. As long as he stuck that's to everything true. legal, he could. That's, and that's and yeah. that's why I think he's not serving the U.S. That's he true. does. He doesn't want to become a fugitive for the U.S. He just wants to run a poker site and serve player. Now he can't run it from the U.S. He still, even if it's serving, it has to exist somewhere else. Yeah, he couldn't serve or serve. Yeah, so. Anyway, I, I don't know that maybe that many details. I do know that there's a whole team in place already that like he's been doing. He's it's already he didn't just come up with this the other day. He he's had this for a while. He's just announcing this now. So I don't know when it's ready to launch. I know there's a team in place that's going to be working on it, and I know they're still meeting uh, with each other to kind of figure out you know who to bring aboard and things like that. So we'll see. But I. I I am skeptical whether this can work. Uh, if, if he makes it work and, and he improves the transparency and fairness in poker, and, and if it really becomes the type of poker site we are, we always wanted to see, then great, more power to him, and I'll, I'll give him praise for it. Uh, he's, yep. he's taking a risk here, but uh, we will almost, see. Like I said, almost as bad as it sounds, almost he should almost start it as a low budget fail site just to see if it actually could work, and then put money into it. Yeah, that I, way he doesn't risk a shitload of money. You know? I, I kind of agree. I, th- I think he probably has some investors he talked into this who have deep pockets but i agree that this is something that you may want to start out with something that's uh, a lot cheaper and see if you can if there's any interest at all i agree 
But, I mean, in the landscape of online poker, I mean, as much as people bitch about it, it's partially true. Like, when you have a bunch of guys that have basically sharpened their skills as players over, you know, the last 10, 15 years that just annihilate anyone that's recreational, I, I, I don't see how that model works. It's almost like if you're going to limit somebody to playing, like, one or two tables or something like that. Yeah, I'm wondering know? because he's, like, he's talking like being very pro-friendly – and saying, oh, they can coexist with the fish. Well, they can, but but it, I understand the point of the sites that uh, it, it does get to be where the pro players, if there's, especially if there's too many of them, become a burden. And and I, I hate to admit that being one myself, but the, but they do. If I, I I wouldn't like the pro players if I ran a site. I, a few of them are fine. I just wouldn't want to be overrun with them. It would uh, it would kill the action. I mean, it's like one thing. I don't think you ever talked about this, but I've had some discussions with other people. You know, all the L.A. card rooms, the major ones, already have a deal in place with poker stars in California if they ever come. That would, if if what they want happens, I think it would actually be a really, really bad thing. And what I mean is, is that they wanted total liquidity through the cages and the casinos, kind of like what the World Series of Poker does. Where if you start having recreational players who play like at Commerce and et cetera be able to put money into their online accounts through the cage in LA and you're on a poker stars platform where these guys have played on poker stars and have whatever aid have been killing the games for the last however many years multi-tabling it could really actually be bad for live poker games. yeah that's true but the, uh, I will say this though because most people don't live that close to the poker rooms who play in LA it's not that trivial to go down there and put money through the cage it's not like it's it's right next door. So, if you live forty miles from it, you're not you're not going to say, "Okay, let me drive down to the commerce right now to put money in my account." Like it's 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 too much hassle. So no, but I'm talking about the people that that, that I went from that play live. <laughs> you know what I mean? That are there anyways. Yeah, they're going to be able to put their money in really easily. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they don't lose it at the casino. Yeah, that's I true. I think if California passes a bill, 20 other states in the next five years have a good chance of passing a bill. Yeah, I, mean, Cali- I think it could be that powerful. Yeah, California really is the huge uh, – will be the huge test here. So get to the next topic about Caesars. A uh, very big ruling came down, which really could spell the eventual end of Caesars. Now, it's it, I, a lot of people are jumping the gun and saying, oh, that's it, Caesars is done. I, I wouldn't go that far. Like uh, this is the first step in – something bad that could happen to them but is not going to definitely happen. Basically, there was a... A judge just denied... This happened in late August. A judge denied Caesar's request to shield it, to, to shield the parent company from lawsuits over the bankruptcy. And the reason this is so big is what Caesar's did is they, they split up their operation into several subsidiaries... And they, they put the less valuable properties and entities of what they own into certain subsidiaries that they declared bankruptcy with. So this way, it's only the crap portions of their business declaring bankruptcy and the good portions of their business are not declaring bankruptcy. And Caesars has been saying, look, you know, we, we, we sold it. You know, we spun it off. This has been sold. It's, it's not related to, uh, to the bankruptcy we're declaring. It's only the crap part of Caesars that's declaring the bankruptcy. And the lien holders of Caesars have, have said – have cried foul on this thing. You can't do that. You can't just say only the good part of your company is uh, protected and the bad part is what's declaring bankruptcy. It's, it's, it's either the whole thing is declaring bankruptcy or you're not. It's got to be one or the other. So that's what, that's what the other side has been saying. 
So there's lawsuits related to the whole bankruptcy, but up until now, Caesars has been pushing for their parent company to be shielded from <coughs> any kind of lawsuits involving the bankruptcy. And therefore, if it were if it were shielded, then this way only the entities that they want to be exposed, the ones that aren't worth very much, could be vulnerable to these lawsuits. Well, a judge, a U.S. judge, has denied Caesar's request for an extension of this shield of uh, lawsuits. So now basically all these lawsuits can go through against this, the parent company of Caesar's over this. Now, that's not saying that they've lost any lawsuit. It's possible the lawsuit will take place and Caesar's will win. So that's why it's not over for Caesars yet, but there's uh, the the lien holders they're they're uh, claiming eleven billion in damages from Caesars, and they want to sue the entire Caesars, not just the bad parts of Caesars. And so what happened was the Caesars Entertainment Operating Company, one of the ones that they are declaring bankruptcy, is CEOC. They filed for Chapter Eleven protection in January two thousand fifteen. And they were asking for the court to continue to shield them from lawsuits against its parent. And uh, this uh, this has been denied. So there's no more shielding. So now now anyone, any part of Caesars can be sued. And that's that's the problem. Handicap me. I see you're coming back on. Do you have something to say about this? Yeah. Uh, so just really quickly want to say, um, well, the ruling was pretty bad. For uh, for the entertainment company, um, which is one of the subsidiaries or like good Caesars, bad Caesars, whatever. Um, ultimately, it, it, like all it's going to do is extend the bankruptcy. Um, the the lien holders for quote unquote the bad Caesars will maybe get like a property or two, or maybe get like of that eleven billion, maybe three, maybe four. Um, but like, it's, it's definitely not the end of the world. And the way you can tell this is that if you look at the loans for the good Caesars, right? Those loans are trading above par right now, which huh. means that if you buy a loan at, let's say like a face value of like a hundred dollars, right? Your par value is going to be a hundred dollars, right? But these loans are right now either at a hundred or at like a hundred and one. Meaning that it's money good. So, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's a good win for like the second lien holders who are probably going to get completely wiped out in the bad Caesars. But for the good Caesars, it's like they expected something like this, and ultimately, that eleven billion isn't going to be eleven billion. It's going to be far, far less. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's good. I was just reading something that got sent to me. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting point. And uh, yeah, those other loan trading above uh, above value is is a good sign for Caesars, and maybe maybe it isn't as bad as it looks. Yeah, I, I have a lot of people saying that this is the end for Caesars. It's done. And I said, no, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot more to this. You can't just say because lawsuits can proceed against them that they're done. There's a lot more to it than listen. It, it... Well, some people may not want to hear it or admit it, it's going to be a very, very, very long time before anyone can say that Caesars is that. It's just too big. It has too much old white man money. You know, it's 
But even so, worst case scenario, the first win holders of the quote unquote good seasons, they start to get impaired. Um, like even if that's the case, though, it, breaking up seasons right now, its value is actually it kind of being held together because in the bad seasons, no one's going to want the shitty properties. So it's if you start to break it up, you know, okay, you'll have like board gaming coming in, and they'll buy a few, and then you'll have stations coming in, and they'll buy a few. But like, in all honesty, it's like, what are those properties actually worth? And they're worth shit because like it's all about that player base. Like that's at the end of the day, that's where the true value is of Caesars. Like, yes, people can say, oh, they generate money from gambling. It's like no. You generate money from your player base, and Caesars has the biggest player base. Like, that's why they're alive. That's why they're going to stay alive. And the good Caesars, their advantage is that they have the they have the nicer properties, but they also have, I guess you would call it, um, the more, more mainstream properties. So... Yeah. Well, okay. We'll see. I, I agree. It's it's not just a simple thing. It's not just a short time that Caesar's going to be done. It it. Uh, I think you're right that it, whatever the resolution is, it's going to take a long time. Yeah. It, like if they choose to resolve this to like a, like a true true bankruptcy, so it's like okay, we actually want to break all of it up and screw it. We just want to get let's say more money, like an extra two billion out of it you're going to look at, like, a 10-year type of bankruptcy. Because, like, ultimately, the best end result will be the, uh, the second lien and the med holders for the bad Caesars, they get pennies on the dollars. It's not completely wiped out. The first lien holders of the bad Caesars will get either second lien paper or equity of the good Caesars, and they'll get some equity in whatever the new form of Caesars will be for the uh, for the bad Caesars. But, like, you just can't break up the company and you can't make them into two completely separate entities because then you'll have, like, one conglomerate and you'll have, like, another station or boy team. Yeah. Which, you know, it, it's not going to be worth anything. All right. Well, I wouldn't worry about my player points or anything like that. Yeah, I'm believe it or not, I'm not that I'm not that worried either. People are saying, "Oh, cash out your player points." I said, "Nah, I, I don't see this happening anytime soon. I'll, I'll keep them. I, I have like eighteen hundred dollars left worth of them, and I'm just holding them." It, it, like right now, now granted, they could change their policy any day of the week and basically say, "Oh, your player points are now worth you know one third of what they used to be." Yeah, but as long as you don't do that. It's as good as holding actual cash at this point. Like, I I would not worry about that at all. Like, that's not my worry when it comes to season. Yeah, I'm actually not that worried about that either. Well, all right, th- thanks for uh, thanks for calling in about that. And you always seem to have uh, an informed take on this situation. Yeah, no, um, it, it hasn't been as wild with it recently, but you know, it's still on the radar of a lot of people where I work. Um, oh, one thing I did want to say, that favor that you did do me, um, so I did go to Atlantic City uh, last weekend, but unfortunately I was staying at Borgata, and I just never got to Caesars, but the next time I go, I'll go to the, um, like, 
I'll go and try to pick it up. Okay. Very good. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. All right. Talk to you later. That was handicapped me. So, yeah, he, he was uh, – yeah, you know, he works in that industry. That's why he had a lot of the technical terms there. But uh, yeah, he, he's basically saying this to be a very long process, and uh, it's not as bad as it looks for Caesars. And that even yeah, the last thing they would want to do right now is to send people somewhere else and lower the comps program. I think no, they're not going to do that right now. That's why I think they're not they're, do that. yeah, it's they're the last not. Last thing that the company wants to do, they want to get people there. If anything, yeah, they're not. They're not, not going to destroy everything at this point. All right, so. Let's see. I think the last thing we have, and I know we had someone who wanted to call in about this. Uh, Vegas Jim wanted to call back. He, he's the one who had the, oh, no, no. The, the the epic fail with the uh, attempt to play our PFA trivia game. But he's going to try again, not with trivia, but uh, to talk to us. I want to talk about the Wells Fargo thing, then we can put J- uh, Vegas Jim back on. Wells Fargo had a big scandal that came down today. And I believe, I wasn't able to get a hold of her today to talk about it, so I can't tell you for sure, but I believe my mom was one of the victims. Uh, this is actually pretty unbelievable how, how far-reaching this was. Now, before I get to this, uh, maybe some of you have experienced with like getting a cell phone. You go to somewhere like the AT&T store, the T-Mobile store, whatever, and, and you get a cell phone, and they say something like, oh, do you want phone insurance? You say, no, I don't want it. Are you sure? What if you break your phone? No, no, I don't want it. And so so you keep saying, no, 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 no. You make sure they understand no. You get home. You think everything's fine with your new phone. A month later, you get your bill. There's phone insurance on it. You go, what the hell? Well, it's not that the sales rep was hard of hearing or incompetent. It's that they get a commission for selling you things like that. So they just force it on your line after you say no, figuring that you'll either just not notice and great for them, they get the commission, or even if you do notice and take it off, they, they already have gotten their commission for selling it. They don't care if you keep it. And they, they figure that you're not going to go back and complain, and even if you do, they'll say it was a mistake. They, they misheard you. So <coughs> this is a common tactic. This is a common tactic where employees are incentivized with making sales, making uh, some kind of upcharge, some kind of sale uh, on an additional feature or product, and that they're able to electronically force it on you even after you have not agreed to take it. In fact, even if you've told them you don't want it. So at Wells Fargo, for quite some time apparently, they have been forcing people into new accounts that they did not want or ask for. And and so they're not stealing people's money. What they'll do is they'll sign you up for a credit card you didn't ask for. They'll, they'll sign you up for a new bank account that you didn't want. You'll just get paperwork saying, uh, here's your new account. Sometimes you won't get anything, but you'll just have the account. Now, again, they're not taking money out of your account. They're not draining your accounts. They're not charging you anything. Well, sometimes they are. Sometimes they sign you up for accounts that have a fee to them. But that's not the that's not the purpose of what they're doing. What they're doing, what these reps are doing, it's, it's typically lower-level reps at the company, not uh, high managers. But they – and it became very common practice over there at Wells Fargo, apparently, that they would just force new products onto people who either said they don't want them or didn't say either way and they just force it on them. 
Now, I seem to recall, and as I said, I wasn't able to verify this, that my mom told me about two years ago that a Wells Fargo credit card just came in the mail. And that she, I know it was something, I knew it was Wells Fargo. I don't know the exact story, but I'm pretty sure there was something like this that a Wells Fargo card just came in the mail for her. And she called up and said, What the hell? I didn't order this. And they claimed it was a mistake. Said, So sorry, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't mean to. Uh, somehow it just got ordered for you. I don't know. But, you know, hey, do you want to keep it anyway? I think they even made some kind of concession where they gave her some sort of special bonuses for the credit cards if she keeps it. I think that's the way it was resolved. I think she actually did keep it. And the reason this happened was that someone got a bonus for signing her up for the credit card. They must have asked her when she was in the branch, and she said no. And they said, ah, well, we'll put it on her anyway. In fact, maybe they even took advantage of her because of her age. They just figured an older person uh, less likely to notice or say anything. Now, if they knew my mom, they would know that's not the case, but uh, maybe they, they did it based on that. But, but there were a lot of victims of this. 1.5 million accounts were started at Wells Fargo. And they admitted this. This is not just a, a guess or speculation. 1.5 million accounts were started without the account holder's permission. This is a mainstream news story that came out today. And amazingly, 5,300 employees of Wells Fargo were fired over this matter. 5,300 people were fired. It's not, it's not like they, they, they found uh, 100 employees and, and canned them from various branches that were the worst offenders. They found 5,300 people did this enough to where it was clear that they were forcing phony accounts onto people. Not, or not I shouldn't say phony, but unwanted accounts onto people who were already customers there. And they terminated over 5,000 employees. So this is widespread. This means it wasn't just happening in one city or at one branch or even in one state. This was happening everywhere to have where 5,300 people were knowingly breaking the law and doing this. And this is against the law. You cannot start a bank account or a credit card for a customer unless they agree to do so and sign the appropriate paperwork and understand that they're starting it. You can't just, just say, we've started this account for you. Here it is. That's not legal to do. And Wells Fargo has been doing that. 5,300 people at minimum. That's who they fired. 5,300 people at Wells Fargo. Employees there were fired for doing this. These 5,300 people opened 1.5 million accounts, which that shows a lot of accounts were opened by each person. 5,300 people sounds like a lot, but that means each person probably opened an average of about uh, 300 accounts, which is crazy. And I mean 300 accounts that, that were not wanted. So someone, you know, these people were all just, just doing it. Uh, that's, that's almost a rate of uh, one per day. For In fact, that, that is about what it is if you take the weekends out. And even if you want to say it happened over a few years, that means once every few days they're doing this to someone, which is crazy. A lot of times customers would find that they'd get fees. They, they, you know, they have a new bank account they didn't want, and then this one has a $15 fee per month, uh, a credit card with fees. You know, they, they, that was what was really annoying customers. Not only were they getting new accounts they didn't ask for, but there were fees. Now, if you're not a Wells Fargo customer, you don't have to worry. Nobody was opening up accounts, to my knowledge, without your ID 
for you. So they didn't just like decide you're going to be a Wells Fargo customer even though you never have been before. They were doing this to existing customers and opening up accounts uh, in addition to what they already had legitimately and then getting commission for it, for making a sale. Now, Wells Fargo, they made the mistake of providing a, a structure, too much of an incentive for these sales to be made. So if they're rewarding people of the branch for getting people to open accounts, not only is it annoying to be constantly hassled to open these new accounts you don't want whenever you go into the branch, but it also encouraged this behavior. Uh, I recently dealt with something, this has actually happened to my dad, again, not about banks, but uh, back in the realm of cell phones. He went into an AT&T store, he bought a new iPhone, and then they said, hey, we have a new uh, iPad mini that we're going to give you for uh, $49, if you'd like, when, you know, which you just get as, uh, you get this so cheap because you're buying a new iPhone 6, which is what he got. So since you bought an iPhone 6, we have a promotion. You get an iPad mini for $49. So he said, oh, sure. I don't really need an iPad mini that much for $49. How can I pass this up? So he bought it, and uh, then he gets his bill, and he couldn't believe it, that he was paying $20 a month for cell service for his iPad mini. And he even had its own phone number in, in 702. It was funny. He had a Vegas phone number for it. So he, he was very upset about this. He says, what the hell is this? And showed it to me. And I figured out what happened. And again, they I, maybe because he's older, they figured they're going to trick him. And they're going to tell him that he's just getting this for $49. And what the real story was is he's getting it for $49 if, he's, you know, if he agrees to uh, two years of service for $20 a month on the iPad mini. At which point, that's a terrible deal. Especially if you don't really need it. So I called up on, on, on his behalf, and, and they were very obnoxious to me at that store. And they were telling me, you know, it's, it's too bad. Maybe they can give him a partial refund, but he agreed to that. I said, I said, this is a scam. I know this. I know what you're pulling here. And I, I really gave it to them, and I, I threatened to, to go to the police about this and, uh, and, and make a big deal in the press. And I, I really gave it to them, and they eventually backed down. And, and reversed everything, but it wasn't easy. So, uh, and he still had to go back down, all the way back down to the store to bring them all this stuff back. So, this, this is very common when you reward lower level employees for sales too much and don't have enough oversight on the process. You have services that are forced upon people who are not going to want them. This happens in the cell phone realm, this happens with banking, as you've just seen with Wells Fargo. This happens in many other areas of life where you can be sold something that you cannot see and that the only way you know for sure that you don't have it is when you see your first bill. So there, there, there are ways to combat this and that these companies should do, such as there should always be an email sent to someone saying, this is, and very clearly, not something full of fine print, but these, this is just very clearly, this is what you've ordered. This is how much it's going to cost. Is this what you ordered? Yes or no? And if you say no, it cancels it. If you say yes, then fine. Then, then, it, then it confirms it. But this way you don't have to wait till you get your bill, your bank statement, to see that you've been screwed here. 
And it, it's it's very frustrating. It's very hard when this happens to you because you can go in and say, oh, I never agreed to this, and they're going to say to you, oh, yes, you did, you just forgot, or you didn't understand it, you should have been listening better. Or, well, I think you just changed your mind, or you, you should have paid better attention when they explained it to you. Or, okay, we'll cancel it now, but you've got to pay for what you've already had. Or even if you can completely get the whole thing reversed, it's a pain in the ass. Like what happened with my dad? I was I was pissed. I said, you're, you're sending him all the way back down to the store, which wasn't close by to where he lived. And he has to come all the way back down here for this whole thing? You know, and at best, you just you just end up wiping out the charges, but, but you've wasted all this time of his because of this scam here? I, I was really pissed because I knew it was intentional. And I knew it was intentional because they... Uh, you normally have to sign things whenever you sign up for new service, and and he didn't. You know, he's he's very alert. He, he's not. He, this is not like a senile old man. I mean, he's uh, he's just as alert today as as he was thirty years ago. So, I mean, this would have happened to me too if I was down there. The only way it may not have is if they are targeting older people. But I'm um, saying like he didn't do anything wrong to allow this to happen. So. So this is the problem when, when they incentivize lower level employees who aren't paid that well and give them big commissions for sales of products that the customer won't know if he's ordered until a month later you're it's going to get abused and it has been and and the only way they can stop it is if there's something that immediately informs the customer what he's purchased and when there's no way around it when the, when the when the purchase is not complete until the customer sees a list of what he ordered and and, and uh, agrees to it. And there's also tricks they pull in the store. Like there's like a terminal there where you're supposed to sign things, like an electronic terminal. Okay, do you agree to this? Yes. Do you agree to this? Yes, yes, yes. So what they do is they do it for you. They go, oh, you don't want to read all this stuff. This is just, uh, you know, or they don't even tell you. They just uh, click, 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 click. Okay, sign here. Sign here. Sign here. What they're really doing is they're clicking yes, 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 and you're not seeing them. I think that's what they pulled to my dad, in fact. So, like, they just pretend to be scrolling through it to get to the point part he has to sign. In, re- in reality, they're, uh, they're clicking yes on the stuff that my dad's supposed to be clicking. So, it should be something you get independent. It should be like an email that says, this is what you ordered. This is the new product you just had. Do you accept this yes, no? And if they don't get a response, then the answer is automatically no. Now, it's going to get past a few people who don't read it carefully or don't understand it. But a lot of people this won't happen to. Like like my dad, for example, if he got this from uh, from the the cell phone company saying you ordered an iPad Mini for you know and and, and twenty dollars a month service for it, he would have seen that right away and said no, that's not what I did. Instead, he had to get the bill. So that's that's what uh, this Wells Fargo thing has taught us. Something I already knew is that we're very vulnerable to this. And there's, there's really very little you can do to stop it because you don't know what's been done to you until it's too late. I know Seriously Serious, he was on earlier. He, he had complained on Poker Fraud Alert at one point that uh, they did this either to his sister or his girlfriend, but some, some female, either in his family or the girl he was dating, got that phone insurance forced on her. So... This is the article about uh, what happened with Wells Fargo. It's a 5,300 Wells Fargo employees fired over 1.5, over 2 million. I thought it was 1.5, over 
Two million phony accounts. It's a stupid autoplay video. And it said, uh, on Thursday, federal regulators said Wells Fargo employees secretly created millions of unauthorized bank and credit card accounts without their customers knowing it since 2011. I guess it's been five years. The phony accounts earned the bank unwarranted fees and allowed Wells Fargo employees to boost their sales figures and make more money. Wells Fargo employees secretly opened unauthorized accounts to hit sales targets and receive bonuses, Richard Cordray, director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, said in a statement. Wells Fargo confirmed to CNN that it had fired 5,300 employees over the last few years related to the shady behavior. Employees went so far to create phony PIN numbers and fake email addresses to enroll customers in online banking services. Wow, so my email, I, I guess that wouldn't work if they create fake email addresses to, to verify this stuff. Wow. But I guess the email addresses were to, to make online banking accounts because they wanted them in online banking services. And they, they're like, well, okay, the only way to enroll them in online banking services they don't want is to enroll them to an email address they don't really have access to. So I guess they're still figuring this out at Wells Fargo. And they said, uh, as far as the credit cards... I guess it was 1.5 million bank accounts were opened that were not authorized, and then over 500,000 credit cards, 565,000 credit cards were opened without the customer allowing it, and about 14,000 of those, which is still a small percentage compared to the 565,000, but but 14,000 of those incurred over $400,000 in fees total, including annual fees, interest charges, and overdraft protection fees. Wells Fargo did say they will pay full restitution to all victims. They have to. Uh, the bank is going to pay $185 million in fines and about $5 more million to refund customers, presumably for those fees. I'd love to see these fines going back to the customers. I hate when this goes to the government, especially $185 million is not that much for Wells Fargo. They're a huge company. So this is a slap on the wrist. They, they need steeper penalties for things like this, and it needs to go to the customers. Is this way if, if you bank there, especially if you're a victim of it, like if, if it didn't affect you, then then fine, don't pay the customers anything. But I think that when these fines are levied, I think they should go to the customers who were victimized. Yeah, I agree. Then, then people are like, okay, well, this sucks. I was a victim of this, but ha, look, like, I got paid. Like that's the way it should be. That, that's that's where these. I hate when these companies get fined and it goes to the government. What, what's the point of that? Usually, the fine's too small to bother the government. I mean, to bother the, the huge company. They they. Go right on and, and don't worry about it. And and the customers are still screwed. And who cares if they get made whole? Yeah, after after they went through the hassle of this, I, I still remember with my mom telling me how upset she was about this. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a credit card at Wells Fargo. I know if something happened to Wells Fargo that she she didn't want and they did behind her back. As soon as I read this article, I'm like, yeah, it reminds me of what my mom told me like two years ago. Remember, like years. I mean, years years ago. Like there was not, not as much of a big thing as like e billing and stuff. Nowadays, all these companies want to charge you like five bucks if you don't go into e billing for e, per bill or something. And it's actually cheaper to print the bills than what it probably you know was back in the day. But it's just that they feel like they can now get this money, it's just make you go to force you to go to e billing for like a lot a lot of different things. Yeah, I don't like e billing. Uh, I I like to. Have access I like to, to get a physical bill. Yeah, yeah I, I do like too. To be able to look it online too. I'm just that, that's exactly what I do. I, I I get the physical bill, and I look online, and, and I have both this way. The online is better for searching through things or whatever, but the physical bill, 
it's useful for it's more useful to look through that. I think, and also to be reminded by, like it, it just shows up. It's in your. Also, there's no way anyone can hack a physical bill. You're not going to lose access to the physical bill because of some issue with it with the site. It, it's it, it's always good to get a physical statement, physical bill, and then if you don't need it, if you say, okay, I've seen it, there's nothing interesting here, then then throw it away. Like I'll go pay a lot of them online, but I like to actually get the physical bill just to be able to see when I, I know it's coming. Like, oh, that bill's coming up, and then I go pay it online. Or sometimes I have an auto bill anyway, so it just takes it out of my uh, bank account. But I just like to see the physical bill. And sometimes some of that stuff, depending on what you do, you can write it off too. And it's good to have that physical bill already printed in front of you instead of having you go printing it yourself or whatever if you need to. Yeah, yeah. I I, I almost always reject the the e bill. Some now that are forcing me. It's like you you pay five bucks for this bill, otherwise you don't get it. So then I have to. I'm not going to pay five. Bucks yeah, I know that bill. sucks. I'm kind of screwed, but. Yeah, it just pisses me off because, you know, back in the day, it's just that's all it was. And now it's actually cheaper to print it nowadays and send it to you, probably, you know, printing wise. And just they send it like bulk mail. It doesn't cost them hardly anything to send this to you. Yeah. And, and, and you, you know what's going to, you know, what's going to really tilt me one day? And it, it's kind of going this direction is when customer service gets to the point where. You cannot call anyone anymore when it's going to be all email and it's even worse, all email to foreign third world countries that are handling the customer service. So it's it's like the worst of both worlds, email customer service, which is always awful and foreign customer service, which is always awful. So you get the foreign customer service agent answering email. I will be so tilted. I'll I'll probably die a really early death if I have to deal with that shit because I, I absolutely despise having to deal with companies by email. I hate when I can't call them. Usually my success level in resolving a problem revolves around ability to speak to someone on the phone versus having to do it by email. By email, it's useless, and there's so many reasons for this. First of all, they don't read your email carefully. They, they just scan it for keywords and respond, and, and you know, 75% of the time they respond to the wrong thing. They send thing. you the pre-written email that's already for like – they see the word, and they're like, oh, pre-written yeah. email. Here we go. Yeah, Let's form letter it. every time. Yeah, and then, and then also it's very easy to say no to someone in email. Because they can't argue back. All they can do is send another email back, which takes you know days to again get oh, another yeah, response. Yeah, hassle going back and forth. Back yeah, and forth. so so you can't have an argument with them. You can't uh, if they say no, you can't argue back except through another email, which takes an eternity. So they can and if you just get very persistent, they can just stop answering you. So you can't just nail them down. You can't force them to give you an answer. That you can't plead your case. You can't uh, pressure them. You can't demand to speak to someone in power. It's just whatever they want to write back to you, they can write back. Whatever they don't want to write back, they don't write back, and that's it. It's a very easy and passive-aggressive way to just ignore you and and do what they want, not what you want. So I, I just had this experience. I, I, I meant to put this in the agenda, but I had a bad experience with Coinbase. Uh, if So today is th- – well, actually, it's technically Friday now. It's it's overnight now, so it's uh, Friday morning right now. But let's see tomorrow, just just to take you the end. That then, did you get that this week? Then yeah, I got the Bitcoin this week. But yeah, I'll tell everybody okay. the story. There is let, let let's say today in the afternoon, just to take the ambiguity out of it. Today in the afternoon, which would be Friday, you say to me, uh, "Hey Todd, can you send me some Bitcoin?" And I'll say, sure. You say, well, what can you send them? I kind of need them soon. And I go, well, I'll send them to you on Saturday. You'll say, okay. 
Well, if I don't send them to you the next day, which is Saturday, and you call me up and go, what the hell? I go, no, 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 no. I did not mean Saturday, September 10th. I meant Saturday, September 17th. You would get really pissed. You'd say, what the hell? That's not what you meant by Saturday. When you say Saturday, that means the next upcoming Saturday. So this is exactly what happened to me on Coinbase. I went to go buy some Bitcoin on Coinbase. And uh, I, I bought about $2,500 worth of Bitcoin there. And it said, before I submitted the order, your Bitcoin will arrive on Wednesday. And this was on Tuesday. This was a Tuesday of last week. Your Bitcoin will arrive on Wednesday. Well, okay, I thought that's nice. In fact, I even posted to Poker Fraud Alert. Oh, yeah, this is nice. I'm getting my Bitcoin uh, tomorrow. It very clearly said your Bitcoin will arrive on Wednesday. Not Wednesday any date, just Wednesday. But it was Tuesday when I submitted it. And not Tuesday like it, you know, there's no way a time zone thing played into it because this was actually like at 6 p.m. or something. So it wasn't like uh, an East Coast, West Coast thing. In the U.S., where your Coinbase is based, it was Tuesday everywhere when I submitted this order and was promised Wednesday. But it turned out they didn't mean Wednesday. They meant Wednesday of the next week. Now, by the time the order processed, they sped it up by one extra day, so then it became Tuesday of next week. But I got pissed because I was promised, and when I placed this order, I was promised I'm going to get it Wednesday, just just the word Wednesday. And there was a day later, Wednesday. It was Tuesday. It says you're going to get it Wednesday. Well, I think that means tomorrow, not the next week Wednesday. If it's the next week Wednesday, they have to say Wednesday, September 7th. That's what they have to say, not, uh, not just Wednesday. I thought they meant Wednesday, August 31st. So I, 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 the problem was there was no way to call Coinbase. And I didn't realize this because Coinbase used to be different. Coinbase used to have a chat support that was actually good. You'd speak to someone in the U.S. who was knowledgeable. I once even spoke to a, a high person at the company through the chat system. This is years ago, but I did. I think they used to have a phone support. Anyway, they did away with all that. Now you can't chat. You can't speak to anyone even in the U.S. You can only communicate by email and you have people in the third world responding to you. And they never give you a satisfactory answer. So they kept calling the situation a, quote, misunderstanding. I'm sorry you misunderstood, they said to me. No, I didn't misunderstand. When it is Tuesday and you say something's coming Wednesday, that means tomorrow. All they have to do is put a date on the site, but they don't. They just say a day of the week. And if it happens, you know, so, so the thing says Wednesday, it really meant eight days from now. It really was, uh, I thought it was one day. That's what anyone, anyone would think. And I just wanted them to make it right in some way they wouldn't do it. And eventually they just shut me down and stopped answering me. So yeah, the Bitcoin came. I got them on, uh, I got them on Tuesday. As I said, they came one day faster, but I had to wait a full seven days from when I ordered them to get them. And I didn't want that. The price could have done anything. Now, fortunately, as a last laugh on them, the price actually went up. So I actually did gain from it, but it, it could have gone the other way just as easily. Yeah, it shouldn't say that. If you think if you're ordering on a Tuesday, you think you're gonna if it says Wednesday, you think you're gonna get a Wednesday, unless they say the specific date. Yeah. So you gotta at least conclude that date in there. Yeah. It probably was delayed until like the Wednesday. It probably would have been not even said that if it wouldn't have been like Labor Day, so they, because they probably don't work on Labor Day, so it probably delayed another day because of the bank thing, but. Still, they, they should say a day, otherwise yeah, they're going to confuse people. And just, just to see I wasn't crazy, the next day I went and just did a mock transaction. When I say mock, I mean I wasn't going to actually purchase anything more, but I was pretending like I was going through the motions of it. 
So I went through the motions. This is now Wednesday. And it says, your Bitcoin will arrive on Wednesday. Well, that's still confusing. It's not quite as confusing because you could think, well, maybe that does mean a week from now. But, but of course, the first thing you're going to probably think, if it's Wednesday and it says your Bitcoin arrived Wednesday, that it kind of sounds like the same day. So it's very simple. They just have to put okay. your Bitcoin arrive on Wednesday, comma, this date. Or just put the date. Forget the day of the week. Just, just say the date. Your, your Bitcoin arrived September 6th. Okay. But, but it, still, it still reads like that. And the funny thing is they even admitted, they, they admitted in the email, these, these third world uh, monkeys answering me, that, yeah, we admit that it was a mistake on our website not to list that. Well, okay, you admit that, then do something for me. But they were admitting the mistake and then saying, okay, sorry you misunderstood. Well, not just sorry, do something. But I couldn't. There was nothing I could do. They stopped answering me. First, they gave me basically the same answer over and over and over. And when well, I asked for they're going to they, reply with, you know that it takes three to four days or four to five business days. Well, which is true, you, and you kind of know that, but at the same time, you don't ever when – when it shows you Wednesday, the day later – it's the first time it's happened. You're thinking maybe this sped up. Maybe now it only takes one day. Well, that, I actually thought that they just uh, somehow – because I had to give them a lot of info when I signed up. I thought maybe they checked my credit somehow or maybe yeah, for my past transactions. Times. Yeah, my past transactions gave me enough credit yeah. to where they're willing to let me buy this many Bitcoin and, and get it before they technically take it out of my bank account. That's what I thought. Uh, they, they can't just say, oh, you know EFTs take uh, four four days, so that's why it, you, know, you should have figured it out. No. There's a lot of reasons why they could have credited me the next day. So – when they when it's Tuesday and they say it's coming Wednesday, that means it's coming the next day. So they really were redefining the term Wednesday. It, it reminds me of uh, Bill Clinton when he said, "It depends what the definition of is is." They were pretty much saying to me, "It depends what the definition of Wednesday is." That's yeah. <laughs> when you say a day of the week, it means the next upcoming one. And if it's the same day, that also kind of still implies it's the same day. It's just kind of an awkward way of saying it. But still, they should clarify. So they, they screwed up, and they, they didn't make it right. And this all falls under the heading of bad customer service when you cannot call anyone or speak to anyone meaningful. And I see more and more companies are taking this model. And, you know, if like in 10 years, I can't even call anyone. <laughs> sometimes you can call between like nine to five hours, or sometimes you can call and ask. Like my cable company, it's the worst. I get sometimes I get somebody and I'm like, please stop, let me speak to American. I'll even say that. And I feel kind of bad saying it because I know they're just there getting jobs and stuff. But hey, and I need to speak to somebody who can, you know, I can understand. If I can't understand them, then I'm not. I don't it's not just that they have no. They also have no power in these third world countries. They 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 only give the power to the American reps. The the third world country people have to just do what yeah. the computer tells them they can do. Uh, like, like, for example, Amazon customer service is one of the few companies that does give power to their foreign reps. So their foreign reps actually aren't bad. It's amazing. Like, you, you, you think of foreign reps as being terrible because they usually are because they're not allowed to do anything that's meaningful. So instead, they just pretend like they want to help you, but in, really they, in reality, they can't. And they lie to you, and then they, they passive-aggressively do things when they get sick of you. But when, when they're actually given power to do it and trained well, they, they can be effective. But that's very rare that a company will do this. So... Uh, I'd still rather speak to people in the U.S. because they understand the the U.S. customer service culture better. They they have pride in their own company. You know, you have some third party company taking calls for any co- company, no matter where they're based. You're not going to get good service usually. But anyway, uh, that's something I would not be looking forward to. And and I'll say, comparing Circle and and uh, Coinbase as far as uh, these Bitcoin. Wallets, which you can exchange for for real currency, either way. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a much bigger fan of Circle. I had a different issue with Circle, again, through an ambiguity on their site. A different ambiguity. I'm not going to go into what it was, but there, there was a different ambiguity on their site, which caused me to be out some money. Circle has limited hours you can call them. Something like you know, five hours a day on weekdays. Not, not super limited, but you know, somewhat limited. So, okay, I, I, I tried email support. It was a fail, as expected. So I called them up. And I got someone in the U.S. actually working at Circle. And that person, they, they, weren't, uh, they weren't very helpful, and they were just making excuses. But then I asked, I'd like to speak to a manager. And they got me not only a manager, but someone with some real power there. And the guy, you know, I explained the situation to him, and he was very nice. And he said, "Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think uh, our site is very ambiguous with this, and I think uh, I see how this happened." And so I was explaining. I said, "Well, yeah, you see it, but the problem is I'm out money because of this." So he says, "Well, what do you think the site should have said? Well, how should we do this so this doesn't happen?" So he's actually asking me for suggestions. I'm like, "Well, I can't believe they're asking me to to help them design their site." I said, "Okay, well, this is what I would do," and I told him. And he says, yeah, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And then then he said, okay, well, how about we do this for you to make it fair, to make it right for you? And they did. And uh, they put some extra money in my account to make it right. And 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 I didn't gain from it. In fact, I actually it was a, a compromise where they ate most of the thing that the error happened, but uh, I ate a small amount, but I agreed to that. And uh, But I was very impressed with the whole thing, that they – they they made almost the whole thing right in, in like an ambiguous situation that was caused by I mean I'll tell you, it had to do with their fee structure where they, it wasn't clear and then uh, I ended up paying a lot more fees than I should have because their site was ambiguous and when you it, bought coin or when you moved coin or when I moved coin yeah there was it was just a they, they, the site it was the site's fault I, mean, I it really was the site's fault for for not uh, being clear it's not clear on there but I, I mean I know how it works but yeah it's not clear. it was very unclear so so the guy told me he asked how how sh- how should we make it more clear? So I told him. It was funny. He actually wanted to know from me. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to – and this was someone who has some power over there. So he said, I'm going to tell the design team to change it. I said, okay, good. So, like this was great. I, I, I was very happy with the way this was handled. And I was able to reach someone who had some power and who could uh, make a meaningful decision. And the guy even wrote me a note afterwards thanking me for, uh, for my time and, and my suggestions. So I said, this is – you know, I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, yes, their, their email support was a fail, but at least I was able to reach someone on the phone and get this fixed. Coinbase, they just said, yeah, it's our fault, but F you. That, that was their attitude. Were you able to up what you bought, couldn't buy on there yet or no? I didn't try. Uh, I'll try next time because I don't want to use Coinbase again. But, um, oh, I, no, I'm, in, I'm at Circle. That's what I'm saying. I'm Circle. I, that, the reason I didn't use Circle this time was because I thought my limits were low, and then someone said, oh, you can, you can actually up your limits pretty easily. I didn't realize that, so. Yeah. Well, the Macs usually give you 3K a week, but, I mean. Yeah, I, I think actually that's what my, my Mac on Coinbase anyway. So, yeah. One I, thing that you can do, I, I don't know if you saw, I, I posted a couple times in the thread, but one thing you can do is you can transfer the money. You can like make the money just cash at any time and never transfer it to your bank and then rebuy the coin at any time. Yeah, that's not a bad it's idea. Like, it's, just like, it's just like sitting there like it's PayPal. Like my, I got a credit in your I got sort of like account like PayPal would have. So if you don't want to deal with the fluctuation, you could, you're obviously going to miss out if it goes up, but you're, you're not going to go down if it, it you know if you 
if you're falling asleep or you know and you wake up the next morning, you're not going to lose a bunch of money. The only thing I don't love about the that. money there, then you could actually buy coin at the going rate and transfer it to our site that you need to. Yeah, the only thing I don't love about that is that um, I'm still not convinced that these sites are really that viable or that they're that stable. And if they go out of business, you're just screwed. <laughs> That's it. That's the only problem is if they go out of business, then you just don't get your money, or if, or if there's some kind of hack and someone you know sends out your money. I I just don't like ever leaving anything of value in those sites for more than like a day. Yeah, that, that's my only concern. Uh, it depends what you want. I mean, if if you, I mean, I, dep- I don't know. But I, mean, I understand I the guess, other side I, of the I, coin. I, get your point. I understand I'm the other. Probably it depends on what how much you know. That can happen to any poker site too. I mean, if you, it just depends what you. Yeah, I understand. Right, I understand. Whatever you don't want to lose, you never want to. Obviously, you don't want to leave in anything. I, I do understand. I do understand what you're saying, though, about how, uh, you know, you, if you if you want to leave it to where you can uh, get Bitcoin again fast, without without dealing with the fluctuation of Bitcoin, and and not bump into that three k limit. Like if you want to get, let's say, you want to get ten k back on a, on a site where the Bitcoin, you can't buy ten k of Bitcoin this week. You have to do it over a period of weeks. It's a pain in the ass. He, he's saying just leave the. Uh, when you cash out, just leave it on there in, in U.S. dollars, so it doesn't fluctuate. And then, when you need to rebuy Bitcoin with it, you can't. So it's, it's not a bad, you know, it's not a bad suggestion, especially if you're a high limit player or something and need, you know, get money on and off quickly. Yeah. And and I'll say it's it's very frustrating to play on a poker site where you're not properly bankrolled. Even if you're you you have the personal bankroll for it, if you the money you have available to put on the site by the limits of what you get on and off there. If you can't get enough money on there, it's, it's it's very stressful to play. I've had so many times where I'm I'm not rolled on Bovada, and like, I'm, like I, I, someone will raise me on the turn, and I'll think, well, I I think I'm ahead of him. I want to three bet him, but then again, you know, I only have pocket aces unimproved. You know, what if he four bets me, and you know, I'm going to waste all this additional money? And like, if I have plenty of ro- roll on the side, I don't worry about. It. I just make the best move possible. If if I if I am a short on there, I'm worried like what I don't want to. Shoot off too much money on this one hand, and then cost myself the ability to play future hands. So that that's the problem. That's that's the problem with playing short stacked. So uh, yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, um, I never wanted to pay fees to put money on a poker site. Maybe basically because you know I grow up in the era of online poker where they're you don't have to pay these fees, and then now you have to pay all these. Make before, but bought to have Bitcoin. Like I didn't want to pay four point nine percent to put it on a, my credit card or anything. Or buy these prepaid cars or anything, and for a while, you know, I, they would cover the fees for like when they had Western Union or MoneyGram. For a while, they covered the fees, so I would just put on the amount of money. But then when they, they stopped covering it for like a year or two before they got Bitcoin, it was just I didn't want to pay the money to put. Yeah, it I hated it. I know. I, I, I amounts under and try to grind it up. That's what I did. I, I detested that. That's what I would do. That's why when I went when I returned to uh, I took a, a, a few month break over the summer on Bovada, but when I came back in October of last year, I just kept depositing. It took a little while to catch on. Like I kept just depositing like a thousand dollars every day, and I kept busting. I, bu- I busted twelve times the thousand dollars until finally on the twelfth deposit, I, uh, I I finally caught on and, and, and ran it way up, and then. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you were playing on that, but yeah, if you're 36, that's not that Yeah, it's nothing. You know, it goes real fast. So, like, I was just running yeah. bad, so every time I just bust, 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 bust. I'm like, damn it, is this ever going to go? And then finally, on the 12th, the, the 12th time, I put, you know, $12,000 on But I'm, I'm paying the damn credit card fees. I'm like, oh, this, like, I was getting t- 2% back from my credit card, so at least that, that was helping yeah. some. But it was still, after all said and done, about 3% I was paying every time. I'm like, god damn it, can I just finally freaking catch on and run it up? So finally, I ran it up, and then, you know, once I. Um, you know, I, I, I quickly ran up the twelfth 
deposit of a thousand dollars all the way up to like uh, you know thirty five forty, and then I would just leave about thirty on there and just keep cashing out when I got in excess of that. That's why that's why I had so much on there when I had that thing when I got shut down at fifty two thousand because I just uh, I had about thirty and then I ran about you know I, I ran up, and then that's when my account got frozen. So, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of, at that thirty sixty game. There's a lot of swings, big time swings. So. Anyway, here's the here's some texts to the guy. We're going to shut the show down very soon. Thank you, Beer and Poker, for being on towards the end of this. We've had a lot of different co-hosts tonight. Uh, from, no from 301, long-time lurker, listen to every show in my many hours playing live poker. That's that's one use people have of this show, p- playing live poker, uh, being at work, sleeping. Some people really try to fall asleep to this show. They're, they're, even Calwatt does that. He says, just want you to know I've been utilizing the call to listen line a lot. No, thank you. Drove to Maine two weeks ago, and that worked even when Sirius coverage was down, referring to Sirius Satellite Radio. Keep up the good work, Druff. Congrats on the 200, on 200, Papa. Then he said, I'm just tuning in now that I woke up on the East Coast. Who is the foreign voice co-host? There's no foreign voice co-host. What are you talking about? There was a guy who called in briefly who was from the UK, but not... There is no foreign co-host on here. It's from the 774. Spoiler, Terrence Chan rips Alex Dreyfus a new butthole on the latest PokerCast, LOL. Hmm. Well, I'm glad Terrence uh, spoke up, if that's true. Uh, yeah, I like it when the guys over at the PokerCast you know, will express opinions on things. They're, they're a less controversial show than this one, so they have to be more diplomatic about things than we do here, but they, they do express opinions sometimes. And I'm glad that, uh, Terrence Chan sees this the way I do about Alex Dreyfus. I was just, I was just so disgusted to see what happened there and the kind of, uh, manipulative message that he wrote back of, uh, well, you know, back to being a good entrepreneur, back to entrepreneur life. And, uh, I'm going to do what I do best. And, uh, this is, you know, it's been taken care of. It's, I've, I've talked to the parties. It, it's it's settled. It's done. Gave him five percent. Sh- he seems shady. Very shady. I just don't like it. I just didn't like the. Sometimes I I feel that even if you're doing something a little bit extra, just because you're doing something extra for someone doesn't mean that there's not some sort of manipulation involved. And that's when I ha- I hate when people are doing favors only to gain something from the favor later. That pisses me off. I hate when someone's doing a favor for impure reasons. If you want to do a favor for someone, just do it. To be nice, and I, you know, I I did a favor for someone on this side. I'm not going to go into what it was, but I did a favor that did I did not gain. Uh, I did not gain from from the favor I'm talking about here, but I did it for someone on the site that it's uh, always been uh, supportive of the site, and uh, I just did it to be nice. I said this person's been supportive of the site. I'm I'm going to do something nice for them, and I did it. I didn't ask for anything. And I didn't gain from it at all, and I wasn't expecting them to do me further favors later down the line. I just said I'll do you know do something nice here. That, that's the way a favor should be. You shouldn't be tacking on five percent interest because you're trying to manipulate everyone into thinking you're not as bad as you were. That's that's not that shouldn't be the reason you put the five percent on. If if you're truly sorry and you put five percent on to because you feel that person deserves extra money for it, fine, but not. Uh, not, not because you're trying to manipulate them. Not because you're trying to manipulate the public, the public perception of you, uh, of being shady and dishonest. 
And that's what this was. And I, I hate when the response to something includes some degree of manipulation, even if that manipulation is being done through something which is otherwise appearing to be positive, like giving interest. So There's just a lot of people – I mean there's a lot of great people in poker, don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of people just trying to like angle or just trying to find some kind of edge that they feel like they can get away with doing. Whether it be like take 5% here or do this or that or don't include – you know, like the Doug Polk thing. You know, maybe I don't want to include him in this. Well, maybe I can find a reason why I'm doing this. You know, not to put anything about go, going back to that. But you know what I'm saying? Like there's just a lot of people just trying to find that little thing that they can get away with. Yeah, and, and the poker world – the reason this show has so much to talk about every week with all the scams and scandals here – and I, I know we talk about other things. But there always seems – every week we have something to talk about as far as something shady that occurs in the world of poker and gambling. And that's because this community, not just this little community, but I mean the whole poker community and the whole gambling community, it attracts people who want to make easy money without really having to work for it. That that's it's 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 very alluring to instead of having to go to a job 5 days a week, 8 hours a day or more, to just sit around and play poker and and, and make money from it. It it's, so it it attracts people to the world to, to this poker world that want to just come into money easily that they don't have to work for. And unfortunately, a lot of times those p- type of people are also ones who are willing to cheat and steal, lie, scam, whatever they have to do to get money if, if the poker thing's not working out for them. Or they don't even want to play poker in the first place. They just want to take advantage of all the cash that's in poker and all the naive people who play poker that are good at poker but bad at everything else in life. So th- this attracts a lot of people who, who take advantage of that and take advantage of people's general trusting nature. And it bothers me to see, and that's why I like having this show to call these things out and to just, you know, when these things happen, to report them and report them as how they really are. Do you... Before we shut the stuff, do you remember the date of the first show, the very first show, PFA Radio? I don't remember it, but I can look it up right here because I, I just go to the, the archives. And in this case, there's 200 in, and it's you know, 2016, I, and the show started, I think site started. Well, the site started in March. Started. It started in March 2012, but we didn't do the radio right away. And, of right. course, there there's some weeks we didn't do shows, and that's that's why we didn't get to 200 as fast as we would have otherwise. Otherwise, it would. I mean, been. you didn't miss that many. Maybe I say five to eight a year, maybe you know at least forty-five shows, maybe a year or somewhere around there. Yeah, something like that. So that's why it makes sense to switch around. So, so going to the radio show. Let's see, the first show that's in the archives is from March twenty-first. That was a test show. Was actually, I guess we didn't record test show number one. I think I didn't have a way to do it then, but. Test show number two is the first one in there, but then we didn't do another one for a few weeks until April 15th. Then we didn't do another one for another at least two weeks, more than two weeks, until uh, May. And that's when we started to do regular shows was in, in May. Uh, we, In fact, the, the one that was in April was not even a traditional poker fraud alert radio. It was actually a show called Serious Biz with Dan Druff, Black Friday Anniversary Special. So that was just a, a special I did. Here, here, here's the very first, and since you bring it up, here's the very first thing we ever had on Poker Fraud Alert Radio. This was on 
March 21st, 2012. <laughs> the safety dance? <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know the thing we first thing we ever had was a safety dance. <laughs> That's funny. One two. Let, let me let me jump forward here. Yeah. That's still going. Okay. So then we did uh, the Eye of the Tiger, I guess. Boom! 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 I think it's more of an appropriate intro to Poker Fraudulent Radio for show. Yeah. Okay, let's get past this. It had very, very. Here we go. About to hear my first words spoken of Poker Fraudulent Radio four and a half years ago. everybody to the second test show of Poker Fraud Alert Radio. I know this one had very, very, very short notice. I decided 20 minutes before airtime that I was going to do it. And the motivation to do it was that, well, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, this is the second test show, and we're going to be testing a few things here. We're going to be testing the chat room. We have a new chat room this time. There's not the chat room we have now, by the way. The previous test show. And I changed it because the previous chat software crashed the server. So that, even though I liked that chat room, it just uh, wasn't going to work out for us. And we have a new chat room, and then we also have an on-air sign that's <laughs> on the very top of the forum. Yeah, you can't neglect the on-air sign. Forum, or actually mm. anywhere you are on the site, is going to flash on-air. Wow, so what, an, inno- what an innovation. Everyone. And then we also have archiving automatically oh. enabled. Every Good. time I connect to the radio and broadcast anything, it will archive it. Wow. So I'm going to be testing that as well and see how that works out. So these are the three tests. Now, if you notice the sound quality is not as good, it's because I, 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 I regret doing this. For like the first nine months or so of PFA radio, I, I just decided we're going to broadcast at 32 bits per second instead of 64. We could actually do 128, but I decided 64 is enough now. But I was actually doing 32 originally, and 32 just 32 kilobits is just not enough, and you end up getting kind of a, like a muffled sound. And I found that 64, that one sounds much much better. So that's what we've been doing since. Yeah, when I did a few shows, I did them at 96. That's I mean 64, 90, you know, that's kind of in between. But 64 sounds fine. I mean, I, I've downloaded a lot of the shows and listened to them afterwards. It's completely fine. 64. Yeah, and and I, it was funny because I went on for a while listening to it, and I like I noticed the bad sound quality. I kind of just tolerated it. Go, I guess that's the way it's going to sound. And I go, I wonder if this is because of the thirty-two, and I change it to sixty-four, and go, oh wow, this is so much better. So I, I go back and listen to these old episodes, and and it kind of bugs me just to hear. I mean, you can understand them, but you just you hear kind of like a, a muffle. Yeah, that I wish wasn't and there. And we will see. Where we go from here, if everything works out well, then a regular radio show that's scheduled, that has a specific time, 
that uh, has a real concept to it, these things won't be that far away, and we'll get them going. So I hope this. So that's the, anyway. That that was the the second test show, and the reason you don't hear test show number one is, as you heard me mentioning, I just put through the the archiving system, which automatically records the shows. And uh, so test show number one was not recorded at all. Test show number one, the whole point was just to see if people could hear me broadcasting. And I, I don't remember what I even did with this test show number two. It says uh, I just thought it would be like a nostalgic moment to say when the show first was, and because you know. I was kind of curious myself. I mean, without I could go back and look too, but just off the top of my head, I really didn't know. You know, it was an interesting question. Yeah. So March twenty first, two thousand twelve. And we're almost exactly four and a half years later. It's September 9th, 2016. Uh, so I want to give a few facts about this community before I uh, shut this whole thing down. Uh, this community, which is a sub-community within poker, it started on a site called Never Win Poker, as a lot of you know, in 2004. The only reason Never Win Poker started, and it wasn't started by me, it was started by uh, Brian Mikon and Dustin Never Win Wolf, and... They started it as a fan site for Dustin Everyone Wolf, who was just starting to win at the 100-200 game on PokerStars. And it's pretty ridiculous to start a fan site for an online player who had just started to win. But that, that's what they did. Dustin said, hey, can you set up a site for me? And Mike on said, Were they friends for a long time before that? Or? They knew each other from uh, from college. Or okay. either college, actually, I'm not sure if it was college or sure. the, or it may have been the, the Harris Chicago that they played poker. I don't remember which one it was, but they... I'm sure I heard it before, but I didn't really remember. Yeah, I, I'm sure I heard it before too. Anyway, they uh, so Mikeon threw that up there, and I had been playing Neverwin a lot over the years. He was a fish actually in 2003. In 2004, he markedly improved, and especially at heads up, he got really good. So I, he was like a rival of mine, and I decided to go and troll Neverwin on his new site. I forgot how I found out about it, but I like in the first few days I found out about it and went to go troll it, including about this new Mercedes that I had heard he bought with his poker winnings. But he financed part of it, and I was saying he should have just bought the whole thing outright because he's going to chunk off everything he has and won't be able to continue paying for the car. Yeah, his stars advertiser is how I found out about him. He had it very quick after the site went off. Maybe that's where I found it. So, so anyway, I, I went there and I posted initially as a guest. I didn't even register thinking that uh, you could actually post as a guest back then. I, I figured I'll post as a guest and I'll never I'll just troll him and never come back. But I people found the trolling I was doing with him to be funny and started responding to it. And then I, I actually created a dandruff account there. Started posting. And then people started showing up who had been watching us play on poker stars and, and recognized me as a successful high limit player there. And they started asking me poker questions about limit hold'em. So I started answering them. So between that and between the kind of crazy free speech nature of the site and environment that I, I kind of brought in there because Mikeon didn't start this as a free speech poker site. He started it as, as a site where you're supposed to worship never win. I'm the one who changed the direction of it. And, and uh, eventually it got the reputation of a place that you can just post anything there and it's not going to be deleted, unlike 2 plus 2. And that's where everything got going. Never win poker, I, again, I didn't own it at all. Uh, I be, eventually became a moderator a few years later, but I didn't really have any power other than you know being able to do moderator type stuff, but I didn't have any real decision making power on that site. Uh, eventually, Mikon and Neverwin both went broke, and they sold 
Never Win Poker to Poker News. I believe it was in 2007. And <coughs> I almost quit at that point because I felt that I was being exploited in a way because I, I was the one who had really built the site. to I didn't physically build it, but as far as the content I built, and I was getting nothing in this big sale. And while I was friends with, with, with Never Win and with Mike on, I was a little bit resentful that they were getting so much money for, from all my work, which really was mostly my work. I'm not being arrogant here. It really was. So, you know, I, I felt some sympathy for them because they were broke and I, I wasn't close to being broke. So I knew they needed the money. So I ended up reluctantly agreeing, and this was uh, Poker News offered this, that uh, they would get the big money, but that they'd pay me a token $5,000 plus give me a small payment every month of, uh, I think, like 2.5% of the gross revenue of what the site made, which, again, was small compared to what Micon and, and uh, Dustin were getting. But uh, at least they gave me something going forward. So They made pretty good money off that site for a little while. Oh, it did, yeah, it did. And... In fact, I know it was making over twenty thousand some months in in affiliate money. So yeah, for that site, it was a you know at its, at its peak, it was making about two hundred fifty thousand a year in affiliate money. Now, most of that was going to poker news at that point, but uh, we were getting some of it. I, I only got two point five percent of that, so I made some money from it, but not uh, you know. Not big money. The ones who were making good money were Dustin and Mycon, especially from the initial sale. Uh, in 2009, so let me get to the radio part of it, though. There, there was a radio that would run occasionally that Mycon would do that I'd be like a guest on, but I was never a regular host. Uh, I would do prank calls on there, and uh, I, I'd, I'd call in, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, an official host of the site, uh, of the show. Uh, but in, in 2008, after the radio had been on hiatus for a while, uh, I, I and I had become better friends with Micon by then. And I, I said, you know, let's, let's do our own radio show, me and you. So we, we got the Lithuanians at Poker News to put up a radio server there. And in February 2008, uh, I ran my first test show over there just by myself. And then uh, Micon and I started doing our show, and that was the first regular show that ever went on that site in this community. We, you know, there's there sporadic shows here and there before, but this was the first show that was regular every week. I was involved in it, and, and we've been basically doing some form of radio, or I've been, I shouldn't say we, because Micon's no longer involved, but I've been doing some form of radio show for this community since 2008. It's been uh, eight and a half years. Uh, there's a six-month period, which I'll get to in a second, where, where I wasn't. But other than that, uh, just about every week since early 2008, I've been doing a show. In the end of 2009, Poker News decided they had enough with us and, and our antics, and we were more trouble than we were worth because of the free speech atmosphere of the site, pissing too many people off that they were dealing with. So they cut us loose and agreed to let us take the forum and the radio show over to our own site that we would start ourselves. So we started a new site called Donk Down. It had to be very hastily put together. 
because uh, we had very little notice of this whole thing. Moved the f- we moved all the forum messages over there, and we moved the radio show over there. We even moved all the radio show archives over there. It was me and Mike on at first, and then we added uh, Brandon later on. Brandon was the producer for a while of the show, then he became uh, one of the hosts. And uh, it, it was a good show, and a lot of people really liked it. And then we did this all the way through the summer of 2011, and that's that's when the big breakup occurred, where I was basically driven from the site. And I'm not going to go into that whole story again, but I, I feel I was treated very poorly, and uh, I, I was forced off the site. So... Eventually, I, I sold my interest at a very low rate and left there. And uh, I thought I was done. I thought I was done with all this, and I wasn't going to be doing a radio show anymore, and I wasn't going to be doing uh, forum anymore. And f- between September 2011 and March 2012, I, I wasn't doing anything except occasionally writing a blog on dandruffpoker.com. But I was talked into starting another site. Some people said they didn't like what Donkdown had become without me. Some people said they didn't like the content of the forum. Some said they they thought the radio show was not good when I was not part of it. So I said, okay, I'll start up a new site. And that's when at first it was going to be dandruffpoker.com, but it ended up being uh, pokerfraudalert.com. That was an idea that just kind of came to me one day, and I bought the domain and. On March 2nd, 2012, we started Poker Fraud Alert. Or I think it was March 3rd, 2012, we started Poker Fraud Alert. And there was no radio show immediately, but as you heard, I just played a test show from just uh, 18 days later, so it didn't take that long. Ended up doing a show with both Brandon and a woman who used to post on the site. She went by Vowels. Her name was Angel, and... Uh, it's called the the Draft Drexel and Vowels show, and eventually Vowels just kind of I, I don't know what happened, but she just was done with it and just stopped doing radio. She claimed it was some family obligation, but then she just never returned to any forums. She was just gone. I asked if she wanted to come on tonight. I just uh, I, I asked her too late. I think she didn't get it in time. She might have actually come on. I know she's still around to some degree. She just isn't on these forums. So we we had uh, a lot of different co-hosts over the years and others like like beer and poker who uh weren't frequent regular co-hosts so he's he's co-hosted a few times also but would just kind of pick him up during the show and uh finish it off with him and uh so we, we've had a lot of different co-hosts over the years uh brandon has sometimes been here sometimes not he's taken some breaks for various reasons but uh He's been back uh, f- for quite some time in in recent times, which is, which is great. And that's uh, I've been here at almost every single episode. There are a few episodes that are in this 200 episode run we've had on Poker Fraud Alert where I'm not heard. I think like one or two where it was is done. It? What was it? We're gonna say there. Where is there ones where you didn't do it? Yeah, there were a few where I told Brandon, like, I'm okay, not going to be... I thought they were just called PFA Radio. That's what I didn't know. 
yeah, I said, I'm not going to be here and just, uh, you can do it if you want. So, like, you'll see, like, Into the, Into the Night with Drexel, and then a few of them I just didn't appear at all. Some of them I appeared briefly. Yeah, I remember he did those shows, but I mean, I didn't know if they were the call the, you know, the PFA radio. Yeah, they, they're, they're part of the umbrella of PFA radio and counted as, okay. as an, as a regular episode. So, uh, so that's, that's, that is included in the 200. And I, there weren't that many of those. There, there were a few of them over the years and it's, it's unusual. Like I'll, I'll call up the call to listen line when I'm walking the dog or the bathroom sometimes or whatever. And I'll just hear random samplings of the show because that's what it does. It just plays random episodes that it just picks from the four and a half year history. And something I always hear, it, it's never too long until I hear my voice again. Even if there's somebody else talking, it's, it's, uh, my voice appears pretty quickly if you call up the call to listen line during our off hours. So I, I've been here almost every episode and you know, it's, it's harder than you think to have this, uh, this type of, commitment to appearing regularly even if i miss certain days and change it from wednesday to thursday or wednesday to tuesday or you know skip a week here and there or do a friday show the point is that most weeks i'm here doing a show and for several hours and you know aside when i take vacations or something it's 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 really i'm just here all the time and a lot of times it's not that convenient and a lot of times it's it's i don't feel like it or i'm kind of tired or like today i was sick and I did this long show, so that's weird. Because I, I actually, I don't know, like way early in chat tonight, I posted the show's going to go over eight point five hours. So that's actually what we hit, like eight point five hours. What your hour now? Yeah, and I'm, I'm about to end it. So yeah, I knew yeah. it was going to be a very long one. I just knew this. Yeah, I knew oh, yeah, it's episode two hundred, so I thought it'd be long. Yeah, there's just I, I, there's a lot to do. Both there, there were a number of topics I wanted to talk about, and then there was all the stuff with, with just calling, catching up with various people that. Had been part of the show over time, so yeah. There's a lot of you know good history, and there's a lot of just stuff that just things just you know some bad things along the way. Just stuff moves on, you know. Like there were some great shows back in the uh, you know the Donk Down era, and then you know former co-host he just decided you know to go his separate ways. You went your separate ways, and he just kind of let that, that site die. Yeah, I mean that site's completely it's it's gone now. In life, and that's whatever it is, what it is. Yeah, that's and that site's gone now. Like Donk Down, there's just no Donk Down now. It's completely gone. Yeah. So and that and that happens, and things change over time, and people sometimes say, "Oh, when's Mike not coming back?" He's never coming back, and you know, we'll never be. I, mean, I wish he wouldn't let. I wish he wouldn't let the site just completely just die down. I wish he would just sold to somebody for like five bucks and said, "Here, just take it." Yeah, that that would have been nice. And there's a lot of history there from over I'm the sure years. And I'm sure you would have paid a couple bucks for it. You know? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I would have paid to to buy some of that content. I would have had to. I would have had to merge it in. It would have been a pain in the ass to merge it in here because it's different form software. But I, I probably could have found. It'd some. take a while, but you'd have just bought it just to have it, and then yeah, would have done it when you have time. Yeah, but yeah, it's too bad to lose that that history there. But you know, a lot of people that are in this community, especially the active ones on the forum, and even some of the radio listeners, a lot of them have been around for a very long time, going back to ten years or more. And when I first logged on to Neverwin Poker, it was in May 2004. So it was yeah, almost 12 and a half years after ago. that for me. Uh, I remember seeing, like, a, that's how I found out. Is when I saw Neverwin's uh, avatar on Poker Stars playing the big games. Yeah, that was Neverwin's well, biggest. 100, 200 was the biggest game at Stars at the time. For, it was for years. Yeah, that was his biggest contribution was, was that avatar, just getting people over there. And then uh, 
like I, I was really the one though, like driving all the content on the on the site. And uh, you know, MyCon, yeah, he he did the radio. You know, other than when he was trying to run off from the radio, he was uh, he was good on there. Like I I enjoyed doing the radio with him. And uh, but the, but the for, the forum, he just uh, he didn't contribute very much. He was and when he did contribute, it usually wasn't very good. So. Uh, that's that's why it was annoying because the the forum really is what enabled the radio show to grow to what it did. The forum had yeah, to kind of come first. A, uh, what's the word I want to use? Just I'm not exactly sure how I want to put it. Like his attention span, like he can only do a show for so long for radio, for, even for example, for like an hour or two. Okay, it's time to shut it down. It's time to go. It's time yeah, to that go, that, was, that was annoying. Yeah, After, well, that was the way he was, but so not always, but a lot of shows was that way. Yeah, that was and that was especially towards the end. That was annoying me. Like there were some we'd argue about that at the end of the show. People thought it was like a funny bit, but it was actually like I was legitimately annoyed that he was ending it, and I just I just wanted to just keep going. I mean, the, the whole point of internet radio is you just keep talking for as long as you feel like because there's no schedule and and nobody is uh, coming on after you. So I remember one time you started playing like a soccer sound or something. The oh yeah, the, thing the, that they make the soccer. The, I don't remember what those things are called, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he played like curling or something, so I can couldn't connect to the server. Yeah. Okay, so Lou Father is is back here. Yo, what's up? Where you at? What you got? Well, we're we're about to end this. It's. Uh, I mean, I was wondering. I had no idea you guys were still going. So. I always have to be so. When I saw that it was still going, I was like, I better call in. I don't want to be a uh, yeah. Well, then you're going to be at the very end because I'm. I've been talking for. Oh eight yeah, and a half wait, hours. Wait, wait. And- I don't want to like. I just want to ask you a question, real yeah. quick. Where are we at with daily picks, though? Did we talk about that at all? <laughs> no, I mean it, daily. I'll, I'll say something quick about daily here. I don't even know if he listens uh, to the show. I can say something real quick. Daily's God. Well, he, he pretty much is. It's it's amazing. This <laughs> this guy is. If if you read the Flying Stupidity Forum and look at the wagering thread, which is like 170 pages or whatever it is now. There's a guy named Daily no, who posts. It's like 300 pages. Oh, is it that much now? <laughs> oh, yeah, because, yeah, that's right. So it's more than like that. Okay. So, anyway, Daily posts, and he really is the, the best sports better on the site, without question. And. No doubt. He posts, Listen, he remember, posts a lot of props. Remember, Reggie Man was like the uh, John Anthony? Yeah. Who's better than John Anthony? <laughs> Daily's probably, yeah. Steve Stevens? I don't know. Well, it, I'll can say. We, can we give this man a rank yet, or no? Well, I, I, I put. He's like he's like master of props on there now, but should probably put him there. Master say. of props is, uh, has sort of like a double entendre. Though. Well, okay, like, but the the masters anyway. <laughs> daily, for those of you that don't know, if, if you if you want some good sports picks, now a lot of them are props, so you have to have a sports book that allows them but the props he's amazing with it's amazing the props the, pro- the props are the, the amazing part yeah. it, it's, oh, yeah. it's it's really amazing did you bet louisville uh lane the 15 or no <laughs> no i didn't bet any of that i should what? have but i didn't i, I should have that's tomorrow okay. that's tomorrow, that's tomorrow. It, you can still get in i can, can still, still get, get in get okay in? maybe i'll do it yeah, 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 yeah. no i've learned yeah, yeah. you know like like honestly yeah. I, nothing's a lock with 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 any sports ever so i i don't want people to feel like you know they're gonna bet daily's picks and be free money because that's not true but Daily's picks. That would be a great thread. Can we lock it up like a secret but, forum just just for us? But but he's yeah he's just providing. I'm telling you those. Like if you can get those props that he's posting, if your book has the props Daily's posting, I'm telling you like 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 during baseball season, 
Well, it's still going, but he's not posting as many of these anymore. But he was po- in July. He was posting strikeout props on like under a certain number of strikeouts, and like like he got he hit like fourteen in a row, and then this wasn't a fluke. Then he'd like lose one, and then hit like eight more in a row. So it was amazing. It, it wasn't just, just dumb luck. It was it was it was really just amazing, and and it was not just luck. And listen, I want to tell you right real quick. Wherever he gets his info, the way I'll tell you right now how I found NWP way back in the day. This kind of ties in for everything, like. For me, anyways, but I was googling sports betting. Like, like I didn't understand sports betting at the time. This is like 2005 or something like that. Or no, no, actually 2004 maybe. But I had no idea about sports betting. Like, I I just had no idea. And somehow I just stumbled upon Reggie Man's like forum on NWP, like. In 2005, so I just started betting all of his picks, just 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 out of nowhere, googling it, found it, bet all of his picks. If you know anything about Reggie Man, you remember what he would bet was all the uh, dogs. He was just bet the dog was all he did in base- baseball money line money line dogs, but it actually worked though. Because you don't have to go – you don't even have to come close to 50%. Well, that's what I was doing. Like in July, I was doing very well with that. Recently, yeah. it's, it's harder. At the very end of the season, it gets harder with the dog. Like today, I actually – I lost two of three. The sad thing is I, I actually would have won two of three, but I got too greedy and did a minus one and a half on, on one of them and it won by one. So. Right. Baseball is the but, best sport to bet dogs. But the dog, the dog bets, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say – Early season probably not. Uh, actually, early season might not be that bad. But yeah, no, like, early season's fine. Like all the way th- early, early to mid. That's like where you want to be for the dog picks. But like when it gets late season, you're in trouble. Yeah, it gets a lot harder. It, yeah, it, yeah. it gets a lot, because there are a lot fewer of them hit. It seems for like. obvious reasons as well. Yeah, these teams kind of give up and they start putting out minor league pitchers yeah. who aren't good, and, and then it, well, it just it goes much more predictably. But, but, like but daily like right got, now. <laughs> Daily's uh, I was just gonna say, it depends on how competitive it is. Like right now in the AL, the, for, competing for these wild cards, these teams are firing. They're winning a lot of games like Houston. New York's even still fighting. Baltimore, the Tigers are trying to hang around. I mean. No, they're trying to hang around. But, I mean, let's be honest. It's Cubbies' years. It's the Cubbies' year this year, right? Well, we'll see yeah. where we can get. Washington's good. I am. Dodgers pretty good, too. It's, it's eh, Dodgers aren't as good as Cubbies. Come on I think the Dodgers are going to face him in the NLCS. We'll see what happens. I think that's what's going to happen. I think the Dodgers are going to beat Washington. And the I think Cubs- it's going to be – I think it – honestly, just like shooting from the hip, I think it's going to be NL's year this year, but that's just my say. I mean – It's a crapshoot winning playoffs, man. It, it I really mean, that's how – yeah. Cra- the playoffs, it's just like whoever gets hot just runs the table. Like there's – like I was talking to Druff the other day about this. Like the – what was it? 20, uh, 2012 – Giants. It was the 2014 Giants. That was a, crap, a, a crappy, Giants a crappy team like, uh, that won the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of teams that just want, they just win the World Series just because they happen to get in there, and then they just run the table afterwards. They just get hot. Well, just like and, the Dodgers, like, the Dodgers go like 50 and 10 like a couple years ago, and then just yeah, yeah, they went they, they went 40 like 42 and 8, yeah, but it was the, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Well, yeah. They, they were under 500, and then they went 42 and 8. It was yeah. crazy. So so anyway, we're, I'm going to shut this down. But uh, thank you everybody for listening to this this long show. And we should have one. 
Daily picks, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow Daily's, daily, pick, follow daily's picks. He, he's making a lot of college football picks. I mean, this guy is really a sports betting genius from what I've Listen, seen. Listen, Todd, you need to really – Members like, We need to have like a members only kind of thing. No, let, I don't know. Just let him let him post what he wants to post. I don't. I don't want to start restricting things. You know, like I, this is what. Like, no, he, let him post all of his picks, please. This, this, this is what this is my attitude about it. I, all I, the retards betting betting the game. I know, but look, he he's <laughs> he wants to post. He has certain ones to post for the public. He has certain ones he keeps for himself. Some of he just gives to his friends. But you know, the point is that uh, this is someone who obviously knows what he's doing. He's. Uh, Remember Sea Money's uh, wormhole? Yeah, I was going to say that. That was a great, that was a great uh, run, too. That was a good run. And Sea Money actually has – he has some talent with these, these UFC picks. He's usually uh, – he, well, he's got – hit a lot of those. Sea yeah, he's, no, he's, he's, Money, what he does with the, with the uh, UFC is he just bets the dogs. dogs. Which is, that's, the only way, that's the only way to bet the Well, yes, but, but he, 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 he picks good ones, though. Is the point? He picks good just dogs. Just like just like Reggie Man betting uh, baseball back in the day. Just bet the dog. Just yeah. So, dog. so, so daily. Yeah. You know, he's he's really uh, and in a lot of different things. He, he's he, especially the prop bets though. The 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 See, record. Now, that's the thing. I don't. Do you? Are you big on the props or like? Do you? Buy I, I, if I could, I I don't I don't have somewhere I can do it right now. But but if uh, if I did, See, I, I have trouble. That's what I was gonna say. Is I have trouble finding all the all the things that he like rolls out. Like I have multiple books, but like I don't have, I can't always find the plays. Yeah, well, that's the line the, he posts a lot of times is going to change. Yeah, and that, and that too, or you can't find the plays. So that, it, that's the, that, the play. That's the one issue. But if you can find them, especially in some of these online books, I'm telling you, these are this is someone who's demonstrated time and time again that he not <laughs> he doesn't just slightly beat he doesn't just slightly beat it he 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 kills it there. So I'd suggest going the Flying Stupidity Forum, look up the picks from Daily. Uh, you know, I, I post picks too, but it's, it's it's more just for fun. Sometimes I'm doing well, sometimes I'm not. You're pretty good in uh, NBA, though. No, you, actually, I did, did. I did better in baseball good, this year than NBA. You did good in, uh, I think you did better in baseball, really. I did do you better did, in baseball. You did pretty good in MLB plus uh, NBA. In, in the summer, in the summer, I had an excellent. In, in, I had an excellent run in July where I went like uh, twenty four and six of, of where like nine of ten were were big were yeah. decent sized dogs and one. Yeah. And is that when I decided to cut your uh, limits? That and the props I was betting of dailies, and they come. Yeah, daily, shut your shut your ass down. See now, like <laughs> daily, I, I'm. A, you know what? Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. I don't want to talk about it on there. But, anyways, uh, did daily actually call in or no? No, he didn't call in. And uh, oh. but but yeah, you know, he he's a nice guy, and he's he's sharing what he does. He could have just be keeping this to himself. He he shares it. So for as long as he wants to post it, great. I I don't want to. I, I don't ever want to try to be demanding in any way i don't want to tell him post this don't post this uh post it over here no not over there like let him do what he wants that's uh, that's what i say if he wants to share these with us let him do what he wants and uh, i mean i i I agree with you but i also don't want a bunch of people smashing the lions (laughs) because he's on fire let's be honest yeah it's not just on fire like he knows what he's doing to where he he has a a surprising edge that i didn't even think was possible in some of these things no yeah like like last year i talked to daily on the low and he was telling me some things, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, you hear a lot of bullshit from people, and I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to, like, talk to you. But I started watching his picks and whatnot, and then through this year, too, to this point, I'm like, whoa, this guy, like, definitely 100% knows what he's talking yes. about. Yeah, Like, every pick, like, it's ridiculous. Like, he's like a 75% clipper. 
props he's are ridiculous. Great. Yeah, and the props, pro- it's amazing how much, the, how many, how, it's amazing the props, how many of those go through. It's amazing. Yeah. It, re- it really is. This is not just a guy in a hot streak, I can tell you guys. So, you know, enjoy it while you can, and if you can find the prop bets to, I mean, I if I could still get those, I, I would put uh, good money on these things. So, too bad I can't. But anyway, thank you guys for being part of the show, and thank you everybody for listening you know, I, I have a lot of listeners here who have listened to all 200 shows, either from the beginning or people who caught it in the middle and, and just went back and listened from shows of previous years. They actually go into the archives and say, I want to hear the show from back in 2012, 2013. I can't believe people do it, but they do. They uh, There's people who are that dedicated to this show and, and enjoy it that much where they actually pull up old episodes that they never got to hear. And they, I think they also do it just to get to know all the characters better and you know, I, I'm happy that there's people who are that dedicated to this show and enjoy it this much, and that I, I've gotten a lot of really nice text messages over time from people who tell me things that they uh, about how much they like the show, and every single one of them means something to me. And I'm not just saying this to be politically correct or just to say what sounds good. I, I really, I get one of those that makes me smile. I get one of those that say. You know, I, I don't make money yeah. from this, but at least people enjoy Let's it. Get it to three hundred about two years from now. Right? Yeah, uh, I, I no, but Todd, you actually like I was telling you earlier when I called, you actually you deserve some of the uh, credit for sure. Uh, all, almost all of the credit, honestly. Well, I wouldn't go almost all. You know, Brandon does a lot here. He he brings a whole lot to the show. Um, and you know, on the forum, the forum is uh, that's just me running it. You know, but Brandon's not a big forum guy. He makes posts sometimes, but that's not. But the effort you put in for the show and the forum—it wasn't for you. If it wasn't for you, I mean, the whole thing would be fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- thank you. I, I try. I try to do my best with it and have people uh, enjoy what's put out here. I know. I know it's not for everyone, and people don't agree with every decision, but. This is the end of the show tonight. We've got, uh, it was almost nine hours, so it's going to be a lot to listen to. It went from 8 p.m. to almost 5 a.m. as we're ending at 4.53 a.m. Pacific time, and I have to be up in... Two about, hours? Yeah, about two hours. <laughs> and i got to put this in the archives, too. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you, everybody, for joining me tonight. Good night. And... Shalom. 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 Bye-bye. <laughs>